it around with the Get Fresh crew as the podcast never stops. Eric Shea's smoking, but we can't see, and Jim talks to a sock. Rock it around with the Get Fresh crew, Toby sounds like he's polite. Jim and Eric will read reviews and remind us Reggie's white. You will get a funny type of feeling. Doop, 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 doop. Eric got drunk, now he's shouting, who is laughing, I hate you. Rocking around with the Get Fresh crew, have a happy holiday. Everyone have a great Christmas day, and yell, whoop, whoop, doop, doop. Yeah. Have a great Christmas. From Jolly Drew. All right, now we're about to go and do our thing. Huh. Get on up like a comic review machine. Uh. Get ready for the Weird Science You See Comics podcast. That, in my mind, is the most in-depth podcast on the subject that there is. Right, Jimmy? In your mind. In my mind. James Brown here, the hardest working man in show business. Is that what you're doing? Are you hinting that we might be the hardest working podcasters in podcast land? You know I'm not that clever to come up with that, but yes. Yes, I Uh, am saying that. Well, as I always do, also I come up with weird theories, so I came up with a theory as well. We'll combine, and that's what it's going to be, Eric. Because, Boom. hello and welcome to the official and official podcast for Weird Science DC Comics.com for the week of December 24th, but 2016. Jimmy, I- I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. Yeah, okay. We're all off the rails. And I'm Jim Werner. And this is episode number 103, Jim. <laughs> uh, I thought you were just going to come wrap that around. Uh, Honestly, as, uh, I didn't know what side. I was going to do because I just you thought you'd this... go with what I said and then say, "Hey, and by the way, uh, you know, I think everybody knows you are America's sweetheart, Eric Shea." Maybe I would hope just so skip that point. one time. Actually, I thought you were James Brown. Uh, hey, get on up. Get a, put my foot in the hot tub. Ow! It's hot. <laughs> just do something like that. But yeah, uh, I just I just wanted to get it out there that it is December 24th. And I know that a lot of these podcasts, including, well, Manship sent me a note this week. And Manship, oh, Manship a lot of people don't know Manship. Manship's a star in these parts. He better get his ass back in gear, right? Well, Manship sends me a note. He's star fucking last. two months behind on the podcast and sends me a note. Hey, I can always count on you guys for having a, a podcast this week because nobody else does. And I and like you said, it doesn't matter. He's not going to get to it till March. <laughs> but, but he did say that he said a bunch of things that he listens to. They're shutting it down for the week. Now I just want to say, we like to do what we do, as my grandfather would uh, huh. tell me. We do this to kind of throw it in people's faces, other podcasts' face, uh, like about <laughs> the thing. And now I'm telling you, the ones that I listen to, and and most of the guys in the Get Fresh crew, do, 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 those do. podcasts. They had podcasts this week. Some of them were early. Some of them were a little late. What, whatnot. Uh, but yeah, we are doing this podcast on Christmas Eve. Uh, most of it. We did record some already, but we're going to be here probably till about two or three a.m. Okay. Uh, we'll be here at Christmas Day by the time we end. Just want to point that out. I just want to point it out. 
because it's depressing me. I wrote I wrote it down in my notes. I'm like, what? How can you be depressed after Jolly Drew's song? Well, that was a great song. That really I'm was. Telling you, that he came on. That. You didn't tell me ahead of time. No. So that came on. I'm like, is is this the whole beginning now? Because this is not what I had set up in my I mind. I was waiting for you to say like, huh? What, what, did you hit the wrong thing? No, I made it into the intro. I thought that was an awesome intro. I loved it. I, I am talking to a sock, as he says. I am a uh, smoker. Yeah, you are. You are a smoker. You can't Aaron. see it, though. No, no, I can't see it. Now I can hear it. You mm-hmm. were very good for a while of, of mim- or hiding it, not mimicking it. You would hide it. I now mimic you don't it do too. that as much. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's December 24th. It's Christmas Eve. Right now as we start, Happy we're starting Christmas, a little Jim. bit early. It's 8 o'clock. And my kids are going downstairs right now. They're going to watch a Christmas movie. And while I try to avoid any sort of family gatherings, I wouldn't mind doing that as well, Eric. I'm just seeing seven. Later on, they're going to have yeah, sugar plums dancing in the head. They might, just that. dancing around, dancing for nothing. They already got all their presents. They get their presents. I think Rafe was done his presents in August. So what the hell? And then Tanya gets mad every Christmas because then it seems very lame because they've already gotten all their things. So that's the way the cookie crumbles. Ha! <laughs> How do you like that? Hey! <laughs> I'm Get telling you, I'm making myself depressed. But what this was leading to, I wanted to ask you, what Christmas hit are they going to watch tonight that Zach says is his favorite Christmas movie of all time? Uh, Christmas Story. Nope. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, is he retarded? It. He says because there is a Christmas scene in there. They do I understand. Have the Christmas One dinner. scene. That's all he wants. That's all he needs. You said like uh, Lethal Weapon isn't much of a Christmas movie to you as well, and a lot of people uh, put that in. It starts off with them selling Christmas trees, right? Oh, I get you. I, I don't even think about the Christmas trees. That makes a lot mm. of sense. I always just think of like the, the uh, holiday songs playing in the background as that lady snorting some yeah, fucking yeah, pipe cleaner. Like... No, I always think of the Christmas trees because that's one of my favorite scenes. Also, scene. uh, that movie's going to come up later in the mail, by the way. I, I didn't inform you. I forgot to tell you. G has another list. Okay. I forgot to tell. I'm gonna have to tell you when we get into a break, <laughs> so we can gather a list. I like it's to a be list prepared that, a little bit. Oh well, here's the thing. This list is near and dear to our hearts, and I believe what we will do, unlike other lists, we are gonna come up with a combined list. This is something that me and you have talked about over and over, and I think it'll be good. But that'll be later on. We do have a lot of mail tonight. Uh, we do have a lot of other things, so let's get to it, Eric. Let's get to it. Uh, or should I ask you how your week was? Shut up. Okay. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Batman Podcast Network. We are also very proud members of what we like to call... Get Fresh Crew. The Get Woo-hoo. Fresh Crew, Eric. Doop, and if doop. you want to be part of the Get Fresh Crew, you just let me know. Just let me know we have a, a chat on the Slack chat. People are going in and out of that. This week... In general, I think a lot of things slow down. People have to actually stop paying attention to our stupid podcast and get, you know, pretend that they like their families. <laughs> it's, Christmas, it's Christmas week, so you gotta, you gotta do that, right? I actually stopped. I didn't. I was uh, a little late to the game. That I'm usually done all my stuff pretty early. I had to go to my mom's house though, and I freaking was so late. Like, hey, you want to get on her? Oh my god, I still gotta read some books. Really? Yes, you did. I was trying to hit that because you didn't want me to ask about your week, Eric. Now you're telling me about it. Oh, no, I'm telling you about today. On? Oh, today. Well, that's your week. What the hell else? I if I asked you about your other part of the week, I was there for most of it. Hey, <laughs> it's Jim, remember happened. yesterday when we left work early, went yeah. to the comic book shop, we went to the comic book volume one. Yeah, you did. That's actually keep that under keep that under wraps a bit. That's going to come uh, up again in the mail as well. What shit. do you think of that? 
Somebody, uh, somebody, I want to uh, tell you who asked uh, if we go to the comic book shop and what we buy. So I was like, whoo, this is like perfect fucking timing. Jesus criminy. Symmetry. Right. <sighs> yes, Eric. We are all you over the – like the Get Fresh crew, we're all over the place, and this is where you can find us. You can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, and we will put any email – unless you tell me it's not on the podcast. Like, oh, keep this under wraps, or this isn't for the podcast. It's on the podcast, Eric. We're also on Facebook. You can like us at Weird Science DC Comics on Podbean, Weird Science DC Comics at podbean.com. Hi! Reddit, uh, there's a subreddit, Weird Science DC Comics. I'm not sure. I think the Slack might have killed that subreddit. I'm not sure. I haven't gone there in a while. And I also, uh, before we even go on, I will apologize to the people in the Slack chat, the Gut Fresh crew. It's a man! This week, even even I felt like I was uh, too busy to fucking chat. I don't know. It, it's more for this podcast, though. This wasn't Christmas shopping or anything like that. <laughs> we have a lot of shit, and I'm telling you, wait till the end of this podcast when I tell you what we have to do for next week. Holy crap. There, I think there's 21 books. Usually, oh. a podcast of ours that lasts 12 hours, that's 15 books, Eric. 21 books. I'm not giving no 21 book salute. I'll tell you that. We're on Twitter at Weird Science so DC, and we're on Mixler at Mixler.com slash Weird Science DC. And that's a big thing. Every night we have a radio program. This is not really sure podcast related. It's music related. We all love music, right? We're all music lovers. And everybody has a show. I have mine on Friday night. And all of these start at 7. Reggie has his rap attack uh, on Thursday. Brandon, Toby, uh, Ryan, uh, and you. And tonight, so do I. Trev. I don't do nothing. Yeah, Trevitt has – oh, I forgot. It's the cellar dweller. That's right. Pardon, pardon my interruption. Pardon pardon me. me. Pardon me. But, yeah, right now Trevitt is in there. I'm actually going to raise the level. I'm going to say raise the roof. Raise uh, that what, roof. I'm going to hear what he's doing now. Here's what he's doing. All right. I, really I, I, was hoping that, I was hoping Trevitt had something a little more upbeat for me, but here we go. Tell me how my money's this is Congratulations by MGMT. I do know the band MGMT uh, in a weird way. I They were on one of the uh, EA Sports soundtracks, I believe. I uh-huh. recognize the name and I recognize that guy's uh, singing. I like it, though. I like it. I know MGM, you know, the movie company. No, this is MGMT. This is the uh, Totally. It's the MGM movie Totally. But yeah, this is just a little sneak into uh, what's going on there. I see a bunch of people in the chat. They're talking it up. So Reggie was there at one point. He seemed to obey. Son of a bitch. Yeah, that's right there. That was what's going on in the Mixler app right now. I'm telling you, I'm it's a psychedelic tired. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it's psychedelic Saturday. But Trevor, I'm, I'm a little tired tonight. <laughs> I really am. I went to the buffet this morning. I ate too much as usual. I was so tired. And then I came home and fell asleep for like four hours. That's a fat guy hibernation sure is, is what it should be called. But, uh, yeah, we also have a Rant and Rave Line, Weird Science Rant and Rave Line. You can call at 641-715-3900, enter extension 452-328, followed by the pound sign. It's just that easy, folks. Just that easy, folks. Uh, or you could just email me your Rant and Raves. And we have a couple tonight. And I don't know. I haven't listened to these, but maybe oh, there are maybe there mystery be rants holiday and or theme, raves holiday theme. But the first one's from uh, Darren, as you like to call D Ron. D Ron, here we go. Hey goes. Jim. Hey Eric. What's up, D Ron? Darren, or as Eric likes to say, 
Aaron. That's right. <laughs> Just calling because uh, haven't really uh, spoken with you guys in a while. A lot of things have been going on. I think I'm probably one of the few listeners that's listened ever since episode three. And if I so remember sorry. correctly, Jim then uploaded the first two episodes or something like yep. that way back in the beginning. Well, I've actually had the fortune or the misfortune, however uh-huh, way you want uh-huh. to look at it, of listening to every single weird science <laughs> podcast. Miss God, start to finish, no skips. And uh, a lot has changed. Seriously, we're talking about that. It's been very sleep. entertaining. Uh, seems like now, every day, I mean, like the Get, Get Fresh crew is just growing <laughs> by leaps and bounds, and we got all kind of characters. All kind of people with gimmicks. You know, I don't really have much of a gimmick. No, I'm just me. I mean, I have been known to do an impression back in the day of Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, do it. But like Eric Shea's dad, well, he's dad. But um, just a few things I'd like to to talk about as far as comics nowadays. If you read Image, I'm not sure if any of you guys do, uh, there, there's one book I recommend. I think there's somebody on there that does something with uh, Image Instant or yep. someone had oh, yeah. something that where they did like a little uh, segment about Image. Uh, one I really liked was uh, Drifter. It's, if you're into science fiction, I completely recommend that if you haven't checked it out yet. I know. Um, as far as with the um, current DC Rebirth titles, um, Detective Comics, spoilers getting on my damn nerves. I mean, <laughs> this is like, this, she's really grating on my nerves. That's a lot of saying that. This is really becoming like, as Not I said, that Road, I think though, I still a comment her. on the Weird Science site that this is becoming like, uh, Batman, Inter- Batman and Robin Eternal, like part, what, what is it now? What would it be? Three, but it's a detective now. <laughs> they need to nip that in the bud. They need to get this. They need to get take care of that because they're losing me very quickly. First, they take away Tim Drake, but I think the only Batman's not really involved, and I understand that because you got the other characters that are, you know, yeah, team book that they're trying to push. Get on up. Um, I think get probably right now. With the exception of Batman, the only character I'm reading this book for is Batwoman, which I am. Well, you're not reading for Cassandra Cain, that's uh, for sure. Series uh, starting off in, I believe it's February. February, I believe. Yeah. So that's going to be a monthly book, and I think that's a good pace for that title. Oh, me too. Uh, Speaking of difference between monthly and uh, twice a month books, um, I think the twice a month book thing. I mean, it works for some, but then again, there's others where I feel like if they were to um, cut it down, you know, to uh, one month books, I think would be great. Um, as long as they the Green Lantern Corps. Streamline the storytelling. Uh, they, I've read something or I heard an interview where Robert Venditti saying that there was an A plot and a B plot. So all the issues that featured how was like plot A where he was the main focus. And all When's the ones B-plot that had with yeah, John really, Stewart and the core was uh, plot B. But to be honest, with this whole bottle light arc that they're doing now, it really is starting to feel like uh, filler. And yeah. you guys know me. I'm a pretty big uh, Green Lantern and especially He's Guy Gardner huge fan. Huge fan. Uh, but it, lately it's been really feeling like filler. 
and I think that they could they could do with uh, a third Green Lantern book. You guys have heard me email many, many times and state my case on that one. New Guardians Part 2. It'd be a good thing, but uh, the catch to that is that if they were to do a third Green Lantern book, it should only be a monthly book. Agreed. And, uh, because they got way too many characters, and everybody knows that too many characters are cramped in that Hal Jordan book. Um... It's really starting to feel like filler, and uh, I don't know if it's because he's trying to stretch out the plot, but, man, I'm, I'm starting to fall asleep a little bit. D-Ron reads Green uh, Lions. Red Hood and the Outlaws, of course. I I you guys know does. me, Jason Todd, Red Hood all yeah, the way. Oh, yeah. I am a little biased. Right, but really, that book, uh, with it, that Dexter Soy. You don't got to be biased. Yeah, I mean, he's, book is amazing. He's, he's, he's really firing on all cylinders with that book, and... Scott Liddell is probably like taking all that hate that he's garnered over the years <laughs> when, with Red Hood Arsenal and Red Hood yep. and the Outlaws with New 52 era. And, and he's really, uh, and really turned and uh, his work yeah. around and really shutting up all the haters from what I've been reading on the uh, interwebs. I'd but, say so. <clears throat> that's about all I got. I don't know anybody for, doesn't like that book. For uh, this, this little rant rave. You know so many You guys people. know I don't really do this too often. Uh, maybe perhaps sometime I'll call it and introduce a character of my own to you. Yes. Do, do some impressions, but. Yes. Anyway, I just want to keep it, try to keep it short, sweet, and just want to tell all you guys and the Get Fresh crew do, do, do. and everyone out there, Merry Christmas. You thought he was going to. And have a happy new year. <laughs> nice. Catch Thank you, D-Ron. Later. Thanks, D-Ron. Uh, Were you I, saying I know somebody who doesn't like Red Hood? No, no. You said I, I don't know anybody. I said you don't know anybody. Who uh, are you talking to? Well, I talk to people online. Talking? I don't have to know them. Yeah, it's the them, same you know. people we, you know, both of us talk to. I, yep. Like I'm saying, I, I'm not going down the street and somebody's like, you know what book I hate? Red I don't Hood. Know. I, I, I used to drink. I used to go to the bar and tell people all about it, whether they want to hear it or not. It's weird, though, too, because when you sit there and you ask people because of this twice-monthly deal and the you know monthly – if you say to people right away, hey, what books have been a disappointment in the Rebirth? Uh, most of them will go to whatever book has annoyed them mostly in the twice shipping deal yeah. first. Like, oh, you know what? Uh, Brandon will say right away. If Brandon's listening right now, he'll shake his head. He's going Flash. He always goes, ah, oh, Flash. And then when you're like, oh, well, what books, you know, really think about it. All the books, what do you hate? And then they sit there and like, oh, Just yeah, asleep. you know what? I hate, you know, or they'll go, but then they'll be like, oh, Superwoman, or, you know, yeah. those things. So I think that the once monthly shipping, they do get a little bit of a benefit, but is it a benefit? Because no, they kind of get lost them. in the shuffle. That's the problem. But Red Hood. Is one of the best books in Rebirth, if you ask me. It, it is really good, and it's fun. And the thing about it is, you had that Dark Trinity forming and things like that. That is one of the books where people are saying, "Oh, I think I even said it at first. Oh, that should be a, a twice a month shipping book." No, I think it's perfect just the way it is. It's yeah. not going to overstay its welcome. It's not going to have padding as much. I even though I think that this first arc might even be a little bit padded. Uh, it's still fun, Black though. Mask. It is. It's a lot of fun. And Dexter Soy's art is awesome, but it looks like uh, it looks like from the solicits that he might be leaving the book. Breaking uh, my heart. Like, come March. But again, I said it might just be a month. Uh, I don't Good. know. It might be one issue. I don't know. So Put that boy on lockdown. Sign him exclusively. Yeah, really. Do it right well, now. Here we go. The next 
mail. And if you have noticed, uh, Deron even said it, and then I have been saying it too, the twice a month shipping book. I know. Because Jeremy got a hold of us <laughs> this week, and he does not like the bi-monthly term. And I'll play it first, and then I'll explain, because then I got a hold of him and told, and, and D-Ron, who listens to the podcast, will know that this was something when it first came out before Rebirth, when Rebirth was first announced. I, I think we sat there and said we were dummies, because we kept talking about it, and it was throwing us off for like two I'm or three episodes. For a long time, I, keep, I kept saying bi-weekly, because bi-monthly doesn't sound right to me. Yeah, and we kept confusing ourselves and whatever and then finally i had looked it up just to make sure it is a weird term it's one of the only terms i know that has multiple uh, definitions within one definition but here's jeremy hello and happy christmas to happy christmas, Jim, jeremy. eric and everybody else in the get fresh crew i am now off work which is great uh, it means that uh, i've got teachers uh, they get those uh, big vacations I've got comics to read which is always good uh, i've just uh, bought the dc holiday special uh, i haven't nice. even looked at it yet uh, but it okay. has arrived and i'm looking forward to cracking that open and reading that monster of a book uh, I just sort of uh, call in, uh, not call in, uh, send a message in. That's the best way of putting it, I guess. Uh, just to say how uh, behind I am on the podcast. I still haven't even listened to uh, episode 100 yet. Oh, I geez. need to get my skates on with that. Uh, <laughs> I am, though, listening to episode 99 at the moment, and it is a lot of fun. Um, I remember what that episode was quite about. quite up to the uh, quality of episode yep. 98, which I think actually might be your best episode so far. Ooh, it no was shit. hilarious uh, for a, uh, a variety of reasons. Um, it had me laughing and chortling on the way to school, <laughs> and I'm guessing anybody who saw me in the car would probably think I was a bit demented. <laughs> and you know what? They're probably right. They probably are right. Uh, one uh, final thing, and uh, no, actually two final things. Here we actually. go. Uh, first of all, and I don't want to appear to be a dick, <laughs> uh, but it is very possible that I might indeed be one. Uh, but uh, for the last few uh, episodes, you have uh, been referring to books as bi-monthly, and I hate to tell you this, but it's actually bi-weekly. Bi-monthly means once every two months. Bi-weekly means once every two weeks. Now, if Brian Hitch really was writing a JL uh, issue uh, on a bi-monthly uh, schedule, then that would probably be a good thing, uh, because by then he might actually be He's able to teacher work out how to tell a decent yeah. story and you know, have characters he interact with one another, as well. kind of blurting plot points <laughs> at one another and all that crap. Uh, but sadly, he doesn't. He writes on a bi-weekly basis, uh, which means that we put, have to put up with his crap uh, once every two weeks, which is a shame. Anyway, I just thought I'd let you know. The second thing is this. And the same thing is Katana. It's really interesting, this, because uh, I don't know when I read When did I read that? I, probably, uh, I don't know, 12, 18 months ago, something like that. And uh, the reason I read it is because, first of all, I like Katana. I think she's a great, uh, great character. And secondly, because uh, I remember very fondly um, uh, and the seventies run on Daredevil back in the uh, in the eighties, and um, and I read it, and really enjoyed it, and I thought, well, you know, she's doing Katana. This is this is kind of interesting. We'll we'll give it a go. And uh, I can remember just being uh, singularly unimpressed by it. I don't remember finding it hilarious. Uh, maybe that's that's just something that you guys I did. did. I, I don't know. I need to go back through those episodes and listen to them again, maybe. Um, but. Uh, 
just it just didn't click for me. It just didn't work for me. Although I did think that the um, uh, that the girl with the tattoos, yep. she was kind of interesting. See, we uh, found actually, it hilarious um, in a terrible way. Kind of an interesting thing, and the art was pretty good actually. The art was good. okay, but yeah, I, the storyline was was diabolical. Garbage. And, uh, I, and I kind of remember coming away from this thinking. It's Anasanti. I, I I like Anasanti. I, I I must be getting something. So you like Anasanti? Uh, you know, a, a bit of important Katana That's a past tense, uh, Jeremy. That I, yeah. I, I must have missed. <laughs> I, I I don't know. But now, after however many months it's been, uh, listening to you guys talk about it on the podcast, I can now feel comfortable uh, in uh, in actually thinking that yeah, do you know what? It, it was kind of crap. It was uh, so thank you for that. Uh, that's a very important public service uh, yes. that you guys have done, <laughs> uh, and I appreciate it. Uh, have a great holiday. Um, enjoy yourselves. Uh, don't get too drunk. Uh, and nope. uh, I will try and catch up with the uh, with the episodes that I'm uh, I'm behind on. I will, there, I will. I will have my uh, my my. Uh, my phone on and my podcasts on uh, as often as I can during the Christmas. You're gonna hear me drink. And hopefully sure. by the next time I uh, speak to you, you'll hear a shade drop. And uh, hooray, things will be great again. Nice. I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye bye. See you. Later, Jeremy. Yeah, um, I sent him a note because he actually sent that, and I listened to it, and I laughed, and I sent him and said. We had struggled with the term oh, bi-monthly, yeah. bi-weekly in, on, actually on the podcast because we had written or written. We were reading news items and things like that where DC themselves were saying, Oh, we're going to have this bi-monthly thing. And we were confused. We didn't know what it meant at first because like you said, we're like bi-monthly. What, what every other month they're going to yeah. have books? And that is, oh, and then, then we hear bi-weekly. And to me, it's like, what are they going to release something on Tuesday and then Thursday? It's the, so we, and I eventually looked it up and Webster's dictionary does term bi-monthly as either twice a month or once every other month. It, it's nonsense. It so really weird. is. And I sent it to Jeremy, who, again, he's a teacher. So I felt like a dick, like, eh, you know what? This is why we say <laughs> like it and what we heard. Teach? So I sent it to him, and he wrote back, and he's like, whew, you're right. Uh, you know what? I feel like a dick. And he even said that uh, on the now. Webster's Dictionary site, like the the actual comments on, underneath the, the definition of people commenting of things were hilarious because people were arguing with each other That's and things like that. So he actually said if, if we didn't want to uh, play the rant and rave, that we didn't have to, but I, I had to play it. That I, it made me on, and plus the, the Katana stuff. We, me and you, Eric, uh, recently we went back to our very first reviews. We were looking sure on the site, just kind of you know going down memory I'm lane. And we were, and we were looking at it, and I'm like, first off, I go back to my first reviews on the site. I, I think that saying they were seven sentences long might be giving me a little bit more credit than should be due. And one of my earlier ones was a katana, and it was that, that, uh, issue where the guy was yelling at her your you, you know your toast. husband you you burn toast you he said that you, you can make a bed. you can only unmake a bed not <laughs> make it and then at the end like i forget her sick burn at the end i wish i but i had it in the review and i was actually laughing again and thinking you know that and Cynthia. i know brandon again brandon loved talking and Cynthia with me because it was she was such nonsense we but, also uh, learned we couldn't write for a shit when we started the site yeah really i was looking at some of the crap what did i oh and also i i found that i used the word <laughs> trite 
And one of my things, I'm like, oh, it was so trite. I'm like, I do not think I've ever said oh, that word out loud. Look at Mr. A fancy pants I'm like, over what, here. What did I have a thesaurus next to me when I'm writing? I'm like, oh, Jesus, I had the rhyming dictionary and a thesaurus. Yeah, I also realized, though, that at the beginning, we had a lot of shitty books to reveal. Oh, yeah. And, and that was at the point where we were picking and choosing some of the – we weren't reviewing every single nope. book because it was just me and you. And, boy, I don't know why I picked Katana. I was picking these really shitty – Well, because I, I was I know doing why. Vibe, and you figured, why yeah. not you do Katana as you well? You know what else it was? Uh, in my mind, where my gears are, are going and doing the site – Nobody else was reviewing it. So yeah. if I saw one person review it, I'm like, I'm jumping in. I'm going to fucking wow the world. That's like when we started the site because nobody was fucking reviewing Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. And then we didn't review Wonder Woman for a couple months. <laughs> didn't make sense, Eric. We had to, we had to work up sense. to it. That was a big story to get into. And, and first, when you get there, uh, obviously by the time Jeremy gets to this, he'll know this, Eric. Segregation, Reggie! Yes, he will. He'll know this, too. Who is laughing? I hate them! <laughs> Yeah. I had no tonic. You had no tonic, Eric. I had no tonic. You had no tonic. Well, there is one more rant and rave, and it is... Well, I'm not even going to tell you who it's from, Eric. I just want you to listen to this. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? I'm ready. Yep. Okay. Do you have Depends I'm standing, on? you freak. Do you have Depends on right now? Of course I do. I always said Depends on. I would hope you do. Here we go. Hey, hey, Eric Shake. Ooh. This is A. Aaron, the bathroom cabinet dildo. Oh, God. And I'm inviting you to one of my holiday ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the party. I want a piece of strange. Damn, shorty. I think you need the Whopper. Anything called the Whopper is going to stretch me out. No, I don't know if you're ready for the Whopper. I feel like I need to loosen up. Calm down there, shorty. Maybe you just need a drink. Drink off my balls. Whoa, boy. I got me a bottle of Jim Beam and a Purple Crown Rollback. Whiskey balls. That's right, shorty. Come and get these whiskey balls. <laughs> these are so... You have to try these. They're, they're crazy. Is that good for you, baby? I don't know why they're so, like, wet and moist. Hold on just a minute. Let me take that call. Hey, hey, it's Double A. Uh, this is Brandon. Damn, where you at, baby Beamer? <laughs> I will be with you in a few minutes. I hope you remember the Astro Glide, because last time was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Hopefully this one uh, goes smoother. All right, well, don't forget to stop at Frank's and pick up a taco pizza. Give me five minutes. All right, now. All right. All right, well, take it down a notch. Get a little wild child. You started to become the life of the party. You sure were, shorty. I was getting a little tipsy. You were a little more than tipsy. Jesus Christ, I think I drank half a bottle of whiskey. Bitch, you drank two bottles. I think I had three. I think you got a little messy. We need to clean up a little bit. Eric, come on back to the bathroom. Bring me that bandana. We got some mistletoe. We got some whatchamacallits. We got Ooh. some taco pizza. And nice. this Christmas going to be a wonderful night. So come on, Eric. Won't you be my buffalo gal? I'll be there in a few minutes, eh, Rob? <laughs> 
<laughs> there it is. <laughs> it came in and I was listening to it. I'm like, I don't know if I should be furious or <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I, I just get the no, it's it's him calling me shorty. I got mad. <laughs> you son of a bitch, double A, Ron. No, no, and then see, I that, thought that's a term of endearment for one's yeah, lover. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it actually makes me. I want to. Actually, I probably would be a bottom to AA Ron, so I can't oh, I really say anything. Uh, but that is that is the end of the rant race. I told you you would like that, though, right? He's going to give me a bubble bath at one point, Jim. Oh, a bubble bath! You gonna get a bubble? You going to get that? <laughs> I wish I could talk like that. Uh, but that is the rant race, and yeah, we're gonna go on with what we like to call the news. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's time for Jim and the news. And now it's time for Jim and the news. And now it's time for Jim and the news. Oh, yeah, and I guess Eric's there, too. You hear Eric? I'm in so much pain that this hurt me so much. We gonna realize yeah, I, I, I cannot eat right before the goddamn show. No, I'm eating right. Listen to this. Uh. I'm gonna eat right now. I got me some uh, chicken noodle soup, some homemade chicken noodle. Eh? Mm, I think mm, I think laughing at Aaron jo- like jostled something loose. I'm in a lot of pain now, and I tried to force the shit out of me right between mm. the news and that. Some noodles. Oh God. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Hope you choke on those noodles. I might. I said to you, I made chicken noodle soup tonight, and I made it with chicken. It, it was, again, here. here's the progression of yeah, it. Try to explain this, huh? I went to buy the chicken. The chicken yeah. was, uh, it was reduced for quick sale, Eric. So I grabbed Good. the chicken, Good. and I froze it. You can do that. Uh-huh. Then I took it out. I, I defrosted it. I was going to use it one day. I decided against it. We used it the next day. So you have that extra day as well. Yep. And then I cooked it. Because I wasn't going to use it again, so I cooked it and then had it wrapped into the in the fridge. So now two days later, I used it for soup, and I have not had any problem. Nobody has except Ethan came up to me in that break and said he almost shit his pants <laughs> and had to run to the bathroom. So maybe he has a weak stomach when it comes to uh, food that you're supposed to eat quickly and don't. That's just the story. That's the story of me and my uh, uh, cheap-ass cooking. How's that? I'm well, so much pain. <laughs> like what? I actually was going to come back and say we had to pick up the pace. I don't know. It's just because it be it's Christmas Eve recording. It just seems weird. My kids are not watching Harry Potter now. Uh, they're watching Krampus now, Eric. I really nice. Krampus was on. Uh, in the meantime, I hear them down there, and they're being noisy. And if they don't stop, Daddy's going to come down and take care of business. 
Daddy's going to be Krampus. You watch your asses. That was me yelling over my shoulder. I yeah. to remind them shit like that sometimes. I don't know what they think they're doing on Christmas Eve, fucking having a rollicking good time. I don't know what the hell they think they're doing, Daddy's podcasting. Yeah. What do they think they're doing? They know it's podcasting time. I have, right. a, I have a pretend light that goes on outside the room that lets them know what's going <laughs> just down. Just like Uncle Jesse. Yes, just like Uncle Jesse. But we're in the news section here. And we have actually four news items. That's a lot for what we usually get with uh, comic news. And the first one is, Eric, DC's Rebirth gets its own trailer. Trailer? Nope. Isn't that something that usually comes out before like, the event happens? Do they have a trailer set up that they hooked onto the back of their goddamn truck full yep. of, like, you and, know, Rebirth? Well, they had, that when they, they had that when they moved offices to yeah, Burbank, yeah. so they need to get more money. They're going to rent out that trailer. Actually, I'm going to play the trailer, Eric. I have not. Have you seen anything or heard of this I, trailer? I haven't heard dick about this it. This is just a trailer that's going to let you know I'll all about Rebirth. i get my news this site. Here it is. DC Universe Rebirth, the biggest comics event of the 21st century. Really? The greatest heroes and villains. The greatest graphic novels. And it froze, Eric. Why did it Good. freeze? Good. Jesus Christ. The, 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 God damn you and your trailer. It froze. Uh, all this time I have this goddamn... Oh, here, now it's a fucking ad. Fuck you. Fuck you, trailer. I'm done. Also, just to just to get you a little more pissed off. The greatest that. event the, in the 21st greatest century. Greatest event in the 21st century. And then next thing you know, it's a beer commercial pops up. I'm trying to fucking play this for people. Maybe I should have downloaded it. Maybe. Yeah. We can look at it. I don't know. It's yeah. a trailer. So well, I'm you, you, you got know an idea what it's is. about, right? Yeah. Uh, well, the other thing is, as they're saying all these things. Aren't trailers supposed to come out before something? Yes. And the other thing is, as this is going, they're flashing, <laughs> they're flashing quotes about how bit not none from us okay nothing. i was gonna say anything from weird science no gq huh. came GQ. up fucking you know, wall shit. street journal fuck you we are the wall street journal of comics uh podcasting right do they have their own wall street journal have a podcast <laughs> i never have you ever cracked open the wall street journal at any time in your life i don't think i know what the wall street journal is it's a newspaper it's a fucking... i know but i don't think i know what's in it it's a journal of Wall Street, I guess. I don't know. There you go. I read things besides comic books. <laughs> I I would if I was gonna think to look fancy, I'd probably walk around with a folded uh, Wall Street journal, but I I would never read it. Fuck say you. things Fuck like you, trailer. It just gets me mad. I, I had that set up uh, this whole time, and I kept getting this goddamn uh, DC error believes message. that their greatest event of the 21st century is an apology for their last thing. Yeah. Greatest event of the 21st century. Uh, also, uh, I kept getting, as we're going, this goddamn trailer that I'm trying to play kept fucking, a pop-up kept coming on that it was, it was fucking, ah, well, screwy. I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say what it was. It was, uh, it was timing out. So it okay. kept getting this error this whole time that we've been talking. I have to keep on hitting on that. And it was annoying me already. And then I get to that. Fuck you. Fuck you, trailer. How about that? DC doesn't like us anyway. Go fuck yourself. I love you, DC. Next one is DC Rebirth television commercials coming in 2017. Because the trailer wasn't enough, Eric. Yeah. Why are these coming? I know why this is coming out now. Why a trailer now? Why? I don't know. I don't understand it. Maybe they're finally doing what a trailer's supposed to be where it comes after the fact. After the fact? It's it's six months later. It's after the fact. 
And usually, most of the trailers come, you know, a couple, of, like a, the week before, usually. You see the trailer before. Oh, I understand. Get... It's just I'm saying that the term trailer should be something yeah. that comes no, after. I know, but the trailer, you know, it's after yeah. they film before it's released. And DC Good. Rebirth television commercials coming in 2017. Several yeah, major. Gonna be at? I, I'm gonna try to fucking pretend I'm enthusiastic about this one. Several major cable networks will run commercials for DC Comics Rebirth titles beginning in January to coincide with the first wave of collected editions. Eleven different Rebirth commercials will air, air on AMC, IFC, TBS, TNT, True TV, El Rey, and Boomerang over the course of January and February. You think the, they would air over the CW where most of their shows are at? Fuck! Why would they do that? That makes more sense. That makes too much sense. I just—I'm telling you—I'm so mad that that trailer. Hey failed. kids, we know how you like these shows. Remember, there's comic books out there too. Yeah, Bam! Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. At the end, I would have fucking a Stephen Amell. That you'd see him from the back. He'd have a star and He's chair. with Kevin Smith for some reason. No, I'd have him by himself. Fuck Kevin Smith. I'm sick of him too. The <laughs> guy, I'm telling you, get him away. Have just Stephen Amell. Don't start adding extra people in. Have Eric Shea. That's right. Stephen Amell's there and they're like, Mr. Amell, can I talk to you? Oh, what? And he turns around and he's reading a comic. Oh, you're disturbing me. Oh, this my. comic is I'm, so I'm reading the newest issue of Green Arrow. I'm reading Flash. Mm. And then the Flash is reading Green Arrow. Fucking Greg Gustin's right next to him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I wonder if I wonder what's next for the Flash. And then all of a sudden, so do I. And then it's Grant Gustin. Like, oh my God, Killer Frost is on the JLA. She sure is. That's vibe, Eric. <laughs> and then they just go down. And then the hey, you know who needs a book? Vibe. Shut up. <laughs> shut just, up, vibe. Shut up, vibe. We already tried. I don't know any of the other names. He hasn't been heard since fucking Forever Evil. I'm still, and I I apologize that that I yelled about Kevin Smith. I'm just still mad about that trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Off the rails. Uh, The publisher is also. Go down and hit your kids over it now. Yes, I probably will. The 11 ads spotlight includes such titles as Batman, The Flash, Green Arrow, Justice League, Suicide Squad, Supergirl, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Supergirl's a weird one. There's not many out yet. Uh, With an additional trio of commercials promoting quote-unquote rebirth as a whole. The publisher is also offering retailers co-op funds to help pay for ads in local markets promoting rebirth with a space for a store tag at the end of the commercial. Yeah, like, like yeah, never mind. I am, <laughs> but yeah, they're gonna have commercials for it. That's a store I, I don't tag. Know. I don't know. I guess it would be like a local commercial. Like if I wanted to, uh, like our comic store, possibly wanted I don't even to know have what a that commercial. Place is They'll actually, I don't either. Adventures in comics. Don't. I've been there tw- twice in the past three years. You were there yesterday. Exactly. But That's yeah, two of the, uh, one of the times. I guess if, if we owned a comic shop and we wanted, they would help pay the thing as long as we'd promote Rebirth within the oh, commercial. Nice. So that's okay. Uh, but yeah, you know, look for. So those you're telling me I should open up a comic shop? Is what I you're don't saying. even have. I don't even have cable anymore. I'll never see these. I told you, I love commercials. I, I do, and I don't get it because I use the stick, the fire stick. So weird to me. I love commercials. You're I a do. That, I'm telling you, we talk about it all the time. You say that. You, we talk about commercials when we were a kid that we loved, and this yeah. will be the same thing later. These, but when now I don't have to watch them. Yeah, but when they're running now, you don't think of it. But later, you'll you'll wax poetic about them. Later, you'll be like, "I remember that car ad. You remember the crazy? Remember that local guy? No, you're the that car guy that the one uh, guy when he was the crazy the, Eddie. No, no, you would know. You're being a dick. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. we say about it, we talk about it at work all the time. Because I get so pissed off about that other fucking thing. Greg Capullo signs new DC contract for 2017 Rebirth event book with Snyder. Greg Capullo says that he just signed a new contract with DC Comics, returning to the publisher after his creator-owned book, Reborn, with Mark Miller at Image Comics. Uh, he tweeted on December 21st. This is a exact quote from his Twitter. Attention! Just signed my new or uh, my name to a new DC contract at ease. Oh, good. Good. Well, calm down now, Greg Capullo. You yeah, know, really. Oh, my God. Oh, goddamn yeah. pedestal. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, he said at ease. Okay, I, I can relax now. Shit. I, just worried like I told you. I'm, I'm, now, I'm in such a bad mood now. I, really. I, I hate people who tweet these things, and he's another guy. He won't retweet shit of ours. So why should I care? I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> I'm telling you, at ease. Fuck you. How about that? Fucking Mr. Weightlifter. Come Jim, on. Jim, come Jim, Jim. Attention. Him. Attention, Jim. Greg Capullo has signed a contract. Not exclusive, mind you. No, it he doesn't He signed another exclusive. contract, though. At ease, Eric. At ease, soldier. By the way, after attention, there was an exclamation point. And attention. Good. Again, good. Why, why? I I hate he. I, I I'm guessing he gets tweeted at every goddamn day. I though, thought by this fans. before though, but that's the thing though. It it just you come off as a pretentious prick who thinks that the world's gonna stop because you have to say something. What do you find that you find that tweet kind of trite? I, I do find it very <laughs> trite. I just I don't know. Pretend that you don't think you're the biggest thing since sliced bread. Just pretend. I'm America's I'm sweetheart, you. Jim. This is what, yeah, yeah, you're America's sweetheart. <laughs> like I said, pretend. Yeah. Crazy. Capullo I, is reteaming. I play a lot of pretend. Capullo is reteaming with his Batman partner Scott Snyder on a DC event book scheduled for release in the summer of 2017. Now, again, uh, a lot of people, we we do get uh, notes from different creators and stuff after a podcast goes up. I'm asking some of these guys off the record. You you can you can tweet to me or fucking send me a message on Twitter. You you tell me how old Greggy acts behind the scenes. I've never heard anybody <laughs> say he's a nice Greggy. guy. Have you ever heard anybody say he's Scott a nice Snyder. guy? Yeah, that's it. Scott Snyder might listen. He can tell me. He you can tell me, Scotty. I won't tell on you. I just I don't know. It always comes off. He always does come off as somebody who really has a high opinion of himself. Uh, even when I, I've listened to him on, on podcast, it comes off that way. And then when you have a tweet like that, it just annoys me. It really does. I, I hate when people have any thought that they're bigger than whatever. I know you, you draw comics. Fucking wake up. We review up. comics. Yeah. And I, I think I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I don't think I, I feel bad tweeting anything. I don't want anybody to think that I think I'm anything bigger than I am. I know I'm nothing. You know what you are, Jim Boy? Toilet Jesus. Every day I sit there at work. I know I'm nothing. I'm at a shitty job with fucking people that should be making goddamn bracelets. (laughs) Jeez. We we had a thing tonight. I will mention it later because this is so out of jointed, you know, disjointed uh, doing this. Um, We had a promo done by our man Brian at work, the guy, Mr. Wrong Turn. And uh, I, I couldn't play it. It's so and it's bad, but it's not that it's so bad that I feel bad. Yeah, I actually I left it up to my kids. I played it for them. I thought they thought they were going to have a laugh riot. I thought Rafe was going to start crying. (sighs) Attention. Crap on deck. (sighs) 
Yes, we're going to be doing a big summer event next year, next summer. Snyder told Newsarama at New York Comic Con. It will be very Batman-centric and very rock and roll. whoop de do. Rock and roll. I'm done. See you in seven. I'm done. Let's just stop right now. I'm you think it's going to feature that yeah. band that maybe Maybe when I'm reading this shit. Batman's well, dick. Yeah, but maybe, yeah, maybe when I read this shit now, maybe because, well, we haven't had a lot of news that we've been able to get angry about. I, I, I don't, maybe I'm done with it, Eric. Maybe I am now so miserable at all this garbage and this side shit that maybe we should have stopped at episode 100 and just walked away. But attention! Episode 100! Woo-wee! Look Dust at me! Off. Yep, that's the end of that chapter. Look at me! Oh! Here we are, episode 100. You thought we were gone. We're back at ease. Hey, get on up. You good? Got any more of this new story? You want to hear my head? I think everybody I, hears your head. I can't take it. I, I I wanted to come back with some some fire. Now I'm miserable. I don't I don't I want to be miserable anymore. Belly. I'm sick of being miserable. Jim Lee brings Harry Potter to comic books with J.K. Rowling's blessing. This actually, this is actually a pretty good story. Yeah, I gotta gather my thoughts here, please. Somebody, I, I, where's my, where's the soundboard? Where's the shit that makes me feel better? I'm going back old school. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? Yeah! I wish I did. I want to see that leprechaun, Eric. Hello, weird science. Oh, that makes sense. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. The guy is drunk. Yes. Oh, that's a little girl. Hello, motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 I just like to bring you down and finally. Get fresh crew. Boop, boop. All right. I'm back. Thank you, Freddie. I'm back. I'm back. All right. Harry Potter's finally coming to comic books in an unlikely way. As part of the Orlando Pulse nightclub shooting benefit, comic book love is love. And an official on a, uh, officially authorized piece of legendary illustrator Jim Lee. Lee's piece. Well, it was revealed in New York Times and will appear in uh, Love is Love, produced by IDW in conjunction with DC Comics. It depicts Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, Ron Weasley, and Albus Dumbledore conjuring a rainbow with a quote from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire that aligns with Love is Love's pro-equality message, which reads, Differences of habit and language are nothing at all if our aims are identical and our hearts are open. The quote comes from Dumbledore himself, who Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling has said in recent years was written as gay, though uh, this was never confirmed in any of the published novels. Uh, proceeds from Love is Love will go to Equality Florida to benefit the victims of the Orlando Pulse nightclub shooting and their families. The one shot will be on shelves December 28th, and I've been told Eric Shea will review it on our site. That's what oh, I yeah? Told. So you're told? I don't, I don't know that we're going to re- review it. I will read it. Uh, I, I saw the picture. I don't know. I, I'm starting to... Uh, Go a little sour on Jim Lee's art, but it's for a great cause. So you know, it's and it's it's pretty cool to have the uh, have J.K. Rowling's blessing and Jim Lee doing yeah. it. And I hope is that, you is would that hope why that, Jim Lee had to go and like stop suicide. I'm saying squad? like th- this is a pretty important book uh, to have out for people, and it does benefit the the victims and their families of the shooting. So yeah. thank God Jim Lee got it done on time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he. Uh, he, he did. I, I did see the picture. It's, it looks okay. It's Jim Lee art. I, like I said, I'm kind of uh, growing a little distant on his art. I, he's one of the guys that I, I heard so like much it. about uh, going into just reading comics in general. And since then, I don't know, maybe it's just the negative uh, 
thing that comes with it where everything that he does gets delayed and then you kind of get pissed off but it looks pretty cool. You're a big Harry Potter fan. I can't talk now. I just let's just end it. There. Right, see you in seven. What do we what do we say at the end there? Everybody have a great week. Keep it weird. See you in seven. <laughs> All right. We're gonna Kinda go. Got my hopes up with that. We're gonna <laughs> take a break and we're gonna be back with mail section number one. Bet Jim Sapala has done it again, and this time I think he's crazy. That's right, Anthony. This week only at Kia Westchester and Kia Coatesville, we have guaranteed credit approval. Guarantee? What if somebody has bad credit? I mean really bad credit. No problem. They're approved. Jim, that's crazy! If you think that's crazy, how about a minimum of $3,000 for your trade? $3,000? But what if their car's broken down on the side of the road? Push it, pull it, tell it, you get a minimum of $3,000 for your trade. That's crazy! With payments starting at $139 a month, who wouldn't take the ride? How can you do that when nobody else can? Because I'm the largest Kia dealer in the Philadelphia area. So how do they get started? That's easy. Log on to KiaWestchester.com or KiaCoatsville.com and get pre-approved. What if they don't have a computer? No problem. Just come in this week at Kia of Coatesville or Kia of Westchester. But don't miss out. That Jim Sapala is crazy. So take the ride. Jim Sapala wants to see you in a Kia. It's Mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's Mail with Jim. Oh yeah, it's Mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's Mail with Jim. Amen, it's Mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's Mail with Jim. Amen. Let's hear what you have to say. We don't need no Attention, this is mail section number one, at good. ease. You good, baby? No. Uh, we've had so much fun recently on the podcast. There, there hasn't been one that I just am so down now. I just want to, I want to slice somebody's throat there. That, oh that's God. how I am. Uh, this week, the, the guy, Brian, that we were talking about, um, the, the guy that we work with, I, we saw the, the, uh, what's it called? The face of darkness. Uh, oh, came about with that guy. Oh, it was awful. He, he really did look like he was going to kill somebody. Uh, the whole he, air in the fucking yeah. room changed. Oh my changed. God. It just, it got fucking black. Like people that say there's like a blackness, you know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a evil. Hooey. It was evil. I gotta, I'm gonna cheer up now. I'm gonna cheer Good. up because I love hearing the mail. And if you want to be on the mail section, email us at G, weird science. DC Comics at gmail.com. No, I can't do this anymore. Andy is the first email. Andy says, Hey, fellas, just wanted to shoot y'all a quick email to say you're the best motherfucking ass kicking podcast Ooh. on this side of the universe. Thank you for being the perfect entertainment for a self loathing, pot smoking, underpaid, 30 something divorcee who drinks too much and spends his monthly food budget on his DC pull list. Kind of a guy like myself. I've been listening since your, uh, outstandingly absurd, absurd jazz flute episode. <laughs> Ooh, the jazz flute. I hope to someday be a member of the Too Fresh Poo. Boop, boop. Until then, my top three titles of December thus far. Birds of Prey number 10. Right. Green Arrow number 12, and Aquaman number 12. Hope Jim's ready for some kick-ass GLA, G, GLA rebirth. 
Hitch ain't involved as far as I know. No, that's Steve Orlando. Thanks, yeah, we have a problem with that as well. Keep up the shitty work. Sincerely, Lord Andy of the Land of Cleave. Or Cleave. Thank you, Andy. I gotta take a breather here. <coughs> Wheezy's next. Wheezy says, Dear Jim, Eric, and the rest of the Get Fresh I know I could be a bit behind. As I mentioned, I get my books a little late, and I'd like to avoid spoilers. That being said, I could not let it go on finding out that Reggie is not black. I found this almost unbelievable. His voice is almost a melody, and his love for rap music almost makes me think this is all a wind-up. Why is Eric <laughs> always talking to him about segregation if he's in black? Segregation, Reggie! <laughs> I don't know, Eric. You might maybe, maybe Reggie's fooling all of us. I like to imagine you guys sitting around a dimly lit, smoke-filled round table, Jim with a Hulk Hogan-style string vest on, ready to beat up any strong female lady who threatens him. Eric, who likes, looks like exactly like Snake Plissken. I know you mentioned he has glasses, but I prefer to think of this as a monocle over one eye, and the other is covered <laughs> with a badass eye patch. And then Reggie, who in my imagination looked identical to Michael Clark Duncan eating cornbread, whatever that is, and wearing dungarees. This is an image has now been shattered. Please reassure me, Reggie. Paint it up and put it over my goddamn desk. He has Reggie has a wizard-like beard. As he no longer is a large black man, he must look like Merlin from Disney's Robin Hood film. Now I will give you a little inkling or a little behind-the-scenes deal. Sword in the stone, brother. I've never seen Reggie. I don't know what he looks like. I've seen a picture of him. He, he yeah. it came up. It popped up the one time. You know, I did Can't my. Trust those things. I did my crazy, you know, sleuthing kind of thing. way back. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I've not. I've never met Reggie. We've never met. We talk on the well, there's podcast the on I'm Skype. The Queens. Maybe one day he'll put the uh, the video on on Skype, and I'll have my pants off, and then the fun begins. But until then, I had no idea. Uh, the other thing I will tell you. I never thought that he was black. I never had yeah. that uh, idea. I just thought he was a guy from New York. That's all I go with. Hell of a guy, Tuark. Hell of a guy. That's right. Will you guys ever make a just for the hell of it uh, for all-time greatest comic book lists? I am curious on Jim's take as he is admittedly has not been reading comics all his life. Now, I'll tell you, this Jim fellow likes to fake the funk, Eric. I'd have sure a kick-ass list and I would claim, I don't know, I don't know what I would claim. Actually, I think if you had that list, I'd probably have to just be a moderator. I don't think I'd, I'd feel comfortable being involved in that. I'm like, I like Volume 2 of Katana by M. Nocenti. Yeah, what, what really would I have? I don't have a lot to really – actually, if anything, on my list would definitely be the um, the Court of Owls story by Scott yeah, Snyder. That would definitely be on the list. Greg Capullo did that. You hear that? He's a fan of the that. podcast. Sadly, I've not been an active member of the Get Fresh crew, as I don't have Twitter. I will get around to it one day. I won't promise anything as I'm turning into a grumpy old man. I think I'm going to have to email Wheezy a invitation to the Slack chat. He yeah, can get seriously. involved in that. Don't worry about Twitter. You can just go right to the source. As I won't get the chance, I'll take the opportunity to say Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year for the hours of entertainment you have provided me over the years or year. You guys deserve a medal. I can't read it either. I'm the one who's a dummy. To the most respected guys in the comic book podcast realm, all the best. Your last British fan, Wheezy. Nobody does. Nobody does. And uh, again, just the whole thing. We get angry at people. Again, drinking that pretentious quote or whatever. Uh, Yeah, at some point, maybe there'd be a chance that we would want to kiss uh, Greg Capullo's ass and have him on the podcast. Luckily, we don't do interviews, Eric. Agreed. 
Though if we do, we had talked about it. We had kicked it around a little to do that. I would hope that people would just be like, you know what? At least they're not phonies. I'm not going to kiss people's asses, right? I don't kiss your ass. Not, in, not on air. Not in public. But That's usually just... what we bet on. I'm like, dude, I win this bet. you got to kiss my ass. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Usually you say lick is what eh. you say. That's kind of the same thing, right? Trying to keep it all PG, but all uh, right. Yeah. The next one is from Lord Andy. And Lord Andy says, Didn't What Lord up, Andy bitches? What up, bitches? Just wanted to make a quick shout-out to the sexy Johnny and the Fit Mesh Brew. Main reason for this email, all the talk of old-school hip-hop. I was curious if you guys are familiar with Ed Pisker's hip-hop family tree. Not only is it the most informative ongoing book series on the topic, easily one of the highest-quality trades out there. The whole book screams of the late 70s and early 80s, down to the old-school paper it's printed on. 9.75 out of 10, and I'm not (laughs) normally a generous scorer, and I agree with you. I've read them all, and I love them. I fucking love that book. It's so good. You told me about the first book. That's all I got. That's so good. Well, here's the thing. I actually got all the other volumes from the library. They had them. I got them, and I read them all. But, yeah, I have the first volume. Which is awesome. It's the first two volumes are more like the stuff that I was really, really into. Uh, was DMC in that first one? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I think it was volume two. Was oh, okay. DMC. I now I'm I'm freaking forgetting. But yeah, and then it gets you know it gets into like uh, NWA and stuff like that, which I love. Uh, but just the actual like old school stuff and hearing stories and you know the rap battles and stuff like that is actually more interesting to read to me but it's awesome that book is so good uh speaking of trade paperbacks exactly. let me introduce... with rap battle, everybody. yeah speaking of trade uh paperbacks let me introduce amazing andy's amazing bi-weekly trade recommendations for your amazement this week my high mark suggested reading is green arrow blood of the dragon written by mark mike grell and the main art by dan jurgens and dick Diordano and others. And it's funny, that was one of the books in the uh, store. I, I actually saw that when they had that other section with uh, with uh, people's picks. Right. That was one of them. So it must yeah. be pretty good. Collecting 1989's Green Arrow issues 21 to 28. The art takes old folks like me back to a different time and era. The story is stronger, revolves around Oliver, a recently introduced shadow and a black canary who was still a hot, short-haired brunette at the time. For those who enjoyed Longbow Hunters, I strongly recommend this trade. You won't be disappointed. 7.9 out of 10. It's funny that I was looking for Longbow Hunters. I just wanted the page through it, and that's the one they had. All right. Keep up the good work, you cock-sucking motherfuckers. What? They didn't have Longbow Hunters there? No, I couldn't find it. It, It's probably sold out. That's a huge trade. But that's what Uh, I was looking for because I I was going to ask you. Nightfall Volume Two. Yeah, Couldn't I was gonna. And yeah, I was looking for you too because you're blind. So I mm-hmm. actually, I think you even told me to go look for it. I figured, hey, look for it, but he's afraid he didn't. I can't see. see Goddamn it! And then <laughs> yeah. I shattered my glasses. Yeah, on the drop your, I heard them. I heard you drop your glasses and they shattered. Then you come around the bend. Look at my glasses. <laughs> uh, yes, he does say. All right, keep up the good work, you cocksucking motherfuckers. Sincerely, Lord Andy of the Land Thank of Thief. P.S. Top three B-listers who deserve their own rebirth. Number three, Shining Knight. Number two, uh, Mr. Terrific. And number one, Power Girl. Eric, you think I'd Power say, Girl is a B-lister? Yes, definitely. Okay. Uh, Mr. Terrific definitely deserves something. Yeah, I'd like a Mr. Well, Terrific. I'm telling you that. We had him go to Earth 2 at the end of his series. He was there for a long time. Earth 2 Society happened. We heard Dick Grayson mention him that he uh, – Mr. But Terrific yeah, you haven't had anything. Never saw him, and nope. now he's not in this goddamn new world they've created. That's weird. That's weird, Eric. But yeah, segregation, I, I, Jim. Where is it? <laughs> you, <laughs> you jerk. Segregation, Reggie. I know. Wait, wait, wait. Why can't we have some goddamn black heroes 
in the regular universe. Why yeah, they do their right. own thing? Yeah, this drunk bastard knows what he's talking about. I like too because now the people like Wheezy thinks that all you are doing is saying that to Reggie because you thought he was black and you were trying to get in. You're you're trying to get an in with him. I, I was trying by to supporting. make a point about Milestone, yeah. and it's it was all just drunk nonsense. Is what it was. Was that Milestone? Or Milestorm. Well, after we Eric. talked about Wildstorm, it became Milestorm. Did it become Milestorm? Did it become? And the Milestorm comes out. Milestorm comes out. Milestorm. Oh yes, the next email is from repairman Jack, and I want to tell you, Bruce Jack, is the devil, Jim. And, and and thanks, Andy. Uh, the uh, repairman Jack, I wanted to tell you that I'm putting this in because at one point he had some good points about a book, and I put it after the book. And right. he was a little upset, so I have to. This is about Batman, so I wanted to put it uh, before we talk about it. Right. Guys, I need to talk more about Batman. I just won't. It just won't escape my damn head. I think I'm going insane. I think King is you. You know what? I think the problem with my reading, I have it. It's such a small goddamn. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Blow it up. Can't talk either. Guys, a lot of tonight. I'm, I'm I am. About, I can't. I'm here, I'm I like, can't my talk. My stomach hurts. I got really tired right before we got. I'm like, what is yeah. wrong tonight? Can't hear I think me. they spiked my food at Wawa. Maybe. I think maybe that chicken was bad and I'm getting sick. Guys, I need to talk more about Batman. I just won't escape my damn head. I think I'm going insane. I think King is actually a masterful genius troll. I think we were supposed to think there was going to be some big reveal and a huge plan comes into place. And King is sitting there laughing saying, nope, Bronze Tiger is just there to take Venom and rip a sewer grate out. I, I have an issue with that. I, I want to wait until the book, but where the yeah, fuck? Yeah, me too. Did, why did Why did they have Venom to sell him? And what are they <laughs> now starting to think the Batman never needed these people in the first place, and it was all some bigger plan to fuck with Waller or for some other yet disclosed plan. The only thing I think of a plan is he wanted to get Bronze Tiger out of jail, and this was a way for him to be able to parole him. Still, I don't even understand that. I know the problem is when. I start getting or start going down that line of thinking. I think I'm stupid to do that just because I was basically just made fun of for speculating in the first place. In a way, I hate that I am left thinking this way because I actually because actually this issue has a lot of great things in it. Waller walking to the back cave like a badass was just yeah, a right. moment. Move. Punch and Julie. I, I thought it was stupid. I really did. Uh, first off, where are any? We've seen before that the back cave has. Some backup, you know, things that were going on. I think a missile they would have fucking down shot right there. After, they shut it down after the Justice League We never fiasco. saw them. Yeah, no, yeah, we never saw never had so anything I'm like waiting for a now. missile to hit her right in her fucking fat ass, Eric. That's what I'm waiting for. Punch and Joy getting dragged lifeless down some sort of chute was done really well and creepy. I love pretty much every bit of the little interactions we had with Wesker. I thought it was perfect. I even really liked the dialogue between Batman and Bane. I feel like there is so much to really like about this issue, but then I realized Tiger was there for no reason. Punch and Julie were there for a rap. I come out of this issue not knowing at all what this plan actually was. I can sort of think of a backward thinking of him wanting Selina there, so he needs a way for her to be believed, so she uh, needs a flip. For her to flip, there seemingly needs to be a plan in place, but how did he go from that point to where he is with the plan? I don't know how he got to this place from him being in the goddamn ceiling two issues ago. I know. Uh, uh, I actually have a theory. Uh, You know, here, I'll just tell you my theory of that. He definitely needed Bane to think that he had the shit kicked out of him. So he went and got the shit kicked out of him fighting through all those guys. He had to have Bane think that he was pretty much beaten 
when he was there so that Bane would stand up and gloat over him. You, the last time Bane saw him, Bane essentially seemed like he broke his goddamn yeah, back after but having I'm saying, the shit beat while, out. While he is fighting all these guys, these guys have to be giving him an update. Like, oh my god, Batman's coming. Oh, he just but we, he beat we us. But, did that. No, I'm saying, though, but at this point, he there's all that was to me was so that he would turn his back on Selina and gloat at Batman because he thinks the game is over. And it's stupid. I don't like the whole plan, but also, uh, we'll get into it, but also, Selena yells. First off, you're there, and I will, now I'm gonna bat? just repeat this shit. Now, Bat? No, not yet. Right there, I'm Cat. like, you fucking bitch, I'm turning around and bashing her over my fucking knee, throwing her in a <laughs> corner, and then say, what, what do you got now, Batman, you fucking son of a bitch? What you There's got? no, there's no way that you're gonna sit there with somebody right behind you going, now, Bat? Not yet. Now, not too. yet. See, uh, like, one of the, Bane one of the withdrawals of Venom is hard of hearing. You can't yeah, hear, really hear very well. Bane is a smart guy. How could he sit there while they're going back and forth like this? That's because he's happy and brave, Jim. Yeah, he's happy and brave. He seems like a fucking laugh riot. I think that <laughs> fucking psycho pirate told me tonight that I'm happy. I'm sitting here nude on a pile of skulls. The, the other thing is... uh Selena likes like, now, now and then Batman says now break him Selena which she whips the fucking thing stance then jumps and Bane can't even turn around in time he looks he's looking behind like he's about to turn he should have caught her midair snapped her over his fucking knee again and threw her into a corner what happened I know I he's know. not on the venom but Jesus Christ what is he fucking got cement shoes I wasn't even going to get that mad at this book, too. I, I still liked it for a lot of different reasons, but now Repairman Jacks fire me up. Uh, yes, uh, I'm just lost and largely feel the way <laughs> I did about the last issue, but in a slightly different way. Last issue, I liked what we got in the form of the letter, but didn't think it deserved an entire issue. This issue, I liked what we got the entire issue, but it feels like the narrative and the story we got before was all pointless. And both, I like what we get, but feel it does a disservice to the arc overall. That's weird. I, I still actually like the arc overall for what it showed us uh, about Batman personally. We it's got that just, one thing in a note, and that's it. Yeah, I'm telling you, though, and you got the whole Selena thing at the beginning. You had Batman, you know, going through Arkham. I, I liked. I'm telling you, because it made it seem like we were supposed to figure shit out, it, it ended up making it like Tom King was laughing at us the whole time, and it, it threw me off. But I, I like the idea that Batman at one point was going to kill himself punch. as a kid carved the freaking thing in his hand in his dominant no, no, hand no. yeah that was just a mistake then i'm telling you all the things that we There's were trying so to figure mistakes. out West looks Quarter like there was mistakes i'm just telling wrong. you yeah we'll, we'll get to it again pretty soon but uh, what bronze tiger he's in a holding cell it seems like he yep. is they knock him out he gets put in a cell he's knocked out he's unconscious he's laying there he's sleeping now first off i don't know i've never been in jail right maybe for i know if I'm in a Santa Prisca jail and there is a guy passed out, something tells me one of these people are going to go through his, you know, hey, what's he got in his pockets? His Maybe he's got shit. They're going to steal his shoes. What is what is he paying with to get this venom? His and why shoes. are these people going to have venom? Why would I don't they? Know. They are in a, a a holding cell. It looks like this isn't like they throw him out into a town. He's in prison. And, and why wouldn't they throw him in a fucking cell yeah, like, you know, why is he, why, Yeah, why is he with everybody else? Why? 
And then at the end, Why he says, Gen Pop? his big thing at the end, it, yeah, Gen Pop, they, they're going through, you know, they're just trying to get him in, make him feel comfortable at first, get used to and the people. What, if, if these people got venom, why are they not pulling fucking swords yeah. right up? Why? And then the whole thing is set up, so, okay. Why are we you're, talking about that? Hold on, let's, let's, let's no. save this. And then at the end, he says, boy, how did we do that? That would have been impossible. Yeah, it was impossible because it was stupid. <laughs> just don't know what Tom King is doing. It's like he wants to go with a smaller, more emotional story, but it's falling short in a lot of ways because we can't ignore that it's Tom King and we expect more. If this overall four-arc story doesn't pay off by the end, I don't want King or Batman anymore. I want some King on Batman anymore. I want something we can actually be free to play with and do what he wants like he has with all his other work before this. With Tell Batman, I was it talking seems about like, that right there. My score just went down. Yeah, with Batman, it seems like he's being a little reserved in some ways, and I'm not sure I'm in for it. For me... To say that is huge, is huge because I'm a massive Tom King fan. I just it's don't know if well. we can get what I want from Tom King on something as big as Batman. And it's funny, too. And he finishes with, with I need repaired. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Jack. Uh, one of the things I just want to point out that uh, this is where uh, Scott Snyder got in that fight with Rob Liefeld. And Rob Liefeld did say, oh, you know, big man talking. You're on Batman. Anybody can write Batman. I don't yeah. know anymore. Because I also, I think Tom King is a awesome writer. Probably, to me, at, at a point, hottest writer there was in comics. At, at You know, after Grayson and he, oh, yeah. Vision, Vision yeah. and all Even that. Even Omega, Omega Man, Man for a little bit. And uh, it does seem like... I'm waiting for more. I did love that first arc, but even that, it started slow. Uh, but at least that was where it I said up that, well. Yeah, that's where it showed me. I'm like, okay, he's a set-up king. That's he's why setting we expected up shit. so much out of this. Yeah, we didn't get shit. I just, I, I think my score's going down. I have something, I'm telling you, at the end when Bronze Tiger, I, I want to go and get him fucking analyzed, see if that guy's got a brain, the thing yeah. he says at the end. But Simon is next. Simon says, hey, Jim, Eric, Reggie. And the rest of the Get Fresh crew. It's Christmas Miracle. Nightwing and Green Arrow both managed to put out good issues in the same week. Just as I was about to write an angry email about how it's time to kick Ben Percy off Green Arrow, he managed to write a decent issue and even got me invested in the tired old story of Oliver Queen on the wrong side of the law. I've seen this story many times, Ben, and by better writers than you. So now the only thing left to do is list my top five Christmas movies and they, that aren't Die Hard. Number right. five, Gremlins. Number nice. four, The Santa Claus, which I nice. do like. We just Number watched that. I watched that last week. Santa Claus the movie, Eric. Right, what's Santa Claus the movie? Santa Claus the movie has, uh, uh, what's his name that played in Arthur? I, I can't think tonight. I think, gonna, John, uh, I think John Lithgow was in it as well. It's, uh, Santa Dudley Claus Moore. the movie. I think Dudley Moore plays a Dudley Moore, elf that's in it. that. Yeah, I think Dudley Moore is an elf, and I think John Lithgow is in it as well. I've actually never seen it. Dudley I've Moore is an cover. elf. All right, I just, I just does not sound great so far. What's that? Dudley it's Moore Dudley is an Moore. elf. I love Dudley Moore. He's, He's okay. He's great. Number two, Home Alone. Number. Oh, one. I like the look of this. I'm seeing pictures of it right now. Is it Dudley Moore and John Lithgow? It is. Uh, God damn it! Now I gotta scroll down. Now we well, got uh, his number one's a Muppets Christmas Carol, and then you can tell me if, if I'm remembering right. But I've, I've never seen it. Neither have I. I'm telling you, this okay. slide probably, I think by looking at the pictures here, I think I've seen clips when I was a kid growing up. Like it might have been on in the background as a swoop okay. channel or something, but oh. yeah, Dudley Moore, John Lithgow. Yeah. And some other people. Some other guys. <laughs> great. I have to look Merry like Christmas to everyone in the Get Fresh crew. Can't wait for another year of great weird science podcasts. Uh, the next email is from Travis. And thank you, Simon. 
And yeah, Simon, exactly. mean, I'm telling you, I, I love... 1985, I said, how did I miss this? Yeah, I even said to Rafe, we were talking, I do love Home Alone. I do love that movie. So he thought that that was a little high uh, for uh, mine, because I believe Home I said Home Alone is number two. Yeah, he loves it too, but he just... We were, talking about two. we were talking about just different Christmas movies. and things. Uh, Next one's Travis. He says, a crazy week with just one very good thing, which he says is Batman. All right. What's up, Travis? P.S. Woo, Catwoman. Break is bleeping back. Grr, Amanda Waller. Too bad Batman doesn't kill. Oh, my God, Trinity. Beautiful art and wonky dialogue. And how about Lois almost killing her own kid? This book is strange, but I want more now. Maybe just because of the Wonder Woman focus. Always remember and never forget, frustrating jobs are better than unemployment, Eric. Agreed. That is the end of mail number one. I'm going to try to gather myself. Travis, I think we're uh, we're differing on our opinions here a bit. What's that? Why? About oh, Trinity you mean that? Batman? Oh, tri- no, he said he said it's beautiful art and wonky dialogue, but he's interested. He like, I don't know. I can't say I'm interested anymore because about the once a month deal and how he slow says the he wants been. more, and it's because it has a Wonder Woman focus. This issue, uh, but yeah, I I was not really hip on it. it it's it's like uh, like paint by numbers to me. With the, you know, you go and see Superman as a kid, then you see Bat- you know, just that. Yeah, yeah. nothing's interesting. I can't talk. I can't even think of shit tonight, but we're going to come back with the books, Eric. Hopefully, I can uh, slide yourself thoughts. around a bit, baby. I'll Off air. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll be back in a bit. Now, we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. The meat and the cheese that we crave. Alright, it is the meat and cheese of the podcast, Eric, oh, the books. Ah, here we go. We got a lot of highs and lows this week. Uh, it's, it's a weird. That's some medals. It's cool. There's some medals. This, this is uh, actually, if you just came on to Rebirth, you're going to get what it's really been about. It is. There's, there's some really good books on you, like you said to me. Before when we actually tried to record this intro and it failed, Eric. Uh, <laughs> The bit, the books that you really consider, besides the event book, the Justice League versus Suicide Squad, the books that you the really week. think of being big books, uh, kind of fell flat. This sure week. did. And yeah, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, we do have the big event, and that is what everybody's talking about, Eric. But this is the book section, like we said. And if you want to read our reviews, you can go to our website at weirdsciencedccomics.com. Also, I want to uh, uh, warn you, this is going to be spoiler heavy. 
I say that now. We've already yelled about shit uh, after Repairman Jack got me fired up, and you fired up as well in the mail. So that already spoiled some stuff. We are a spoilerific podcast, or as you say, we spoil the shit out of everything. Out of everything, baby. Um, but yeah, I I can't say that I you had much of a Rogue one for you. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, really. I haven't seen it. I'll just I make up shit that you'll think exactly. it's spoiled. <laughs> I want to see it. We actually talked about it. This is the anniversary of the day that we saw. Uh, what's it called? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. We left wor- yeah. work early and we went and saw Force Awakens. Yeah. No, wait, we had that day off. Is what yeah, it was. It was we had the day, day off and I, I picked you up, me, uh, you, and my youngest son went and saw Force Awakens. That was my second time I saw it in a week. I really enjoyed it, but most people I see are saying that Rogue One is even better. Great. And I want to see it, but it's weird. Uh, I will say, and this is not bitching and moaning. I hope it doesn't sound that way. We're so busy with this goddamn podcast and these reviews and the site that I just I can't find the time. Dude, to, I had to make to time out away. just to see my mother today, and I wish yeah. I had it. <laughs> yeah, really. I, I, I went so to the buffet right again. Now. I went to the buffet again, and to have it work out in our schedule, I went at 5.30 in the morning. We <laughs> left the house. I, I freaking set the alarm, and it went off. And it was funny because Rafe really wanted to go. And when the alarm went off, I got up, and I was like, God damn, why are and we doing down, this? We were up till with almost midnight with Reggie yeah. recorded last yeah, night. Yeah, so I was, like, yep. I was like, why are we doing this night going? I'm like, Go to wake up Rafe. Uh, Rafe, come on. You want to go? No, no. And I'm like, whoo thank God. I'm going back to bed. And then I thought, you know what? He really wanted to go. I don't think he's really awake. Finally, when he woke up, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go. Zach basically told me to go fuck myself. We Cut. went to his room. Cut. I'm like, come on, Zach. Come on. We're going to get up. He goes, what time is it? It's like 20 of 6 right now. And fuck you. And he went and <laughs> rolled back to bed. He didn't go. But we went, we ate a lot of food, and then I came home and slept for fucking too long, and then shit got all fucked up, I had to catch up. Luckily, we did a bunch of things early, but still, and, yeah. and uh, the stuff that I no, had no, to... I, I had this whole schedule for everything we do every week, when it gets yeah. fucked up, it ruins me. Yeah, that's what happens to me, and we also, we also, just to let people know, like we have these grand plans going oh, yeah. into the week. I'm like, okay, Eric, what we're going to do is, we're going to come home from work on, on Wednesday, we're going to record four books. And then on <laughs> Thursday, we'll run home from work that day. We're going to do five books. And then on, on Friday, we'll, it never happens. And, no, this and, then, is, and then when we finally do the podcast on Saturday night, we're just going to have to do the intro. Two books. Rage of mail. Two, two books, mail, intro, done. We're going to be done by 1030, Eric. Be so great. But yeah, uh, next week, we really do have to plan some oh shit my out. God. I'm telling you, we get off on Monday. And Toby said, I hope you guys have a, you know, a vacation. You guys relax because you seemed a little burned out. I'm like, yeah, we get Monday off and we're, we might have to record six books, six, seven books. I talked about it earlier. We really have to do that if we want to continue six, seven having books every on book. Monday, do all the reviews on Tuesday, yeah. which I still have to get, I have to start that early because of how many we have. Yeah. You have seven reviews. Reggie has seven. I have six, but one's yeah. a prestige format. Supergirl oh, being yeah, super. Yeah. So it's a big issue. I, it's a lot of shit. What is DC doing to us? What are they doing here? Laughing. Also, I want to start. Going. Why can we do this New Year's resolution? We just fucking review shit we like. I'll start reading oh, the book. I get two pages into Justice League. That thing's getting on the fucking fire, thrown in the fire pit. Trying to and think, then I don't like, have to review what it. What books would we review this week? I'm trying to think what we did. <laughs> I would have personally. I, I think, probably. I think we would do Justice League, Suicide Squad, Aquaman. Uh, Maybe Harley? I don't even know. <laughs> Man, well, that's right. Reggie always claims like he, yeah, I like it enough to do it. I don't know that I would have done Harley. Mine would have been Green Arrow. And I'm yeah. done. And out I go. That would have been my only review. And I guess I, I like fucking... Superman enough. 
It's okay. I'm saying, like, I'm talking, we only review and talk on the podcast anything that we give over an eight. Oh, shit. No, we, well, we're talking be. about Justice League Suicide Squad, and we're out. Yeah, yeah, really. But we're going to get on with this. Let's get on to that book, Eric, that you yeah. love so goddamn much. Justice League versus Suicide Squad number one, written by Joshua Williamson, with art by Jason Fabach, Alex Sinclair, and Rob Lee. Our first event of Reverse has begun, and while this issue is mostly set up to get our two title teams ready to go blow for blow against one another, the real interesting thing of the story is the third team being put together by Maxwell Lord, who believes that the world isn't working as well as it could be, and the way to fix that is to kill the Justice League. Yeah. And let, and let his team kill the Amanda Waller and the Suicide Squad. That's what he seems to spell yeah. out to them. That's their they're in. Uh, you know why he wants them. It's weird though. We'll get That's to it at Lord the just end. Hates himself some goddamn metahumans. Yeah, it's weird at the end, like why he even needs to give them a reason or anything because you know we see yeah. some things at the end of that. But yeah, it starts off basically with who we find out is Maxwell Lord. Going Walking around into, like a goddamn mystery man he, to the yeah, catacombs. Yeah, yes, he's bad. And it, again, here's the thing. You have Jason Fabok's art right away. Awesome, awesome you art. You jump in, you realize, holy fuck, this is what I've been waiting and you're like, for. Yeah, this and, be and really, because of that, but also, I'm telling you, the way that uh, way Joshua Williamson writes this, with Maxwell Lord being this shadowy figure, it, it does Feel a feels lot like, a like Jeff John's it feels a lot like a Jeff John story, and with Jason Fabok's art, that it makes it even tenfold. So it yeah, does. Right. It actually just my generalized feeling of the issue itself, just not even like what happens or whatever. It's very positive because of how it's played out. It's very Jeff John esque. And uh, look again, like I said, Jason Bamba, because it starts off you're in Death Valley, California. You get a John Steinbeck quote. I could care less about that, Eric. I don't need that garbage. What, a, what am I, a fancy fella? Uh, but yeah, it's this, this standard deal about power and, you know, fear corrupts, perhaps the fear of the loss of power. But you see Maxwell Lord, who we find out later, but he goes in. Uh, That's these a big guys, reveal, folks. Yeah, these guys stop him. Like, hey, you can't be in here, whatever. He's like, nah, I think you want to kill each of you know, kill yeah, each kill other. Kill each other. And it, it, here's the deal. Control. Hey, open the cells. No, I can't do that. You're gonna do it. And he, yep. he's doing it. This is the best. This is it. the best way, though, uh, to describe it. As you told me, exactly how Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord does not say to you, "You're gonna do this." He suggests it, and yeah. he has control over you. These are guys like if anybody's like, "Oh, I wonder why they believe him." It's because that's what he does. He can that's mind what, control. He, has, he calls it a push. He's, yes. he's able to push a suggestion into you. Yes. And until you realize, you know, things aren't the way they're supposed to be. You are pretty much, you know, that is your reality. Yeah, you're going to do that. And I like, I like that Joshua Williamson is very careful in doing that. He does not have these two guards. He does not say to them, no, no, you, you kill each other right now. No, he says that won't be necessary when they're like, hey, we're under strict orders. We get a call. That won't be necessary. You'd both rather kill each other instead. And yeah, before they could even <laughs> figure it out, they're dead. And then yeah. he says, thank you and moves on. That's good, right? That's badass. Yeah, got it's me really, really intrigued right off the bat. Uh, then he goes into this, uh, you know, the catacomb, which is the cells of the baddest of the, the bad. The worst of the worst. Yeah. And to I'm telling you, this is great because it's a prison. Like, we've seen some big-ass fucking yeah. prisons at DCU that hold some bad motherfuckers. But in this one, it is only designed to hold a few of the worst people yep. on Earth. And I yeah. like that idea where you have this just this contained little freaking hole in the goddamn ground. Yeah. And Maxwell World, you know, he opens the cells. All the bad guys get out and they kill all the guards and they walk out. 
Yeah, yeah, and even at that point, he's oh, just telling. He's yeah, he's telling this doctor who's in charge of the whole containment deal, like, no, you know what, you're gonna, you're probably gonna want to open this. You're gonna want to release the prisoners, and that, and the guy does. And even as he's protesting, he is doing it. I like the one where he opens the door lock. He's not even looking at no. the thing. He's talking to Maxwell Lord, and he goes, but it's really good. And again, when he's there at that door lock deal, and he's like, "Why would you do this to Maxwell?" And he whispers in his ear, "Because I believe in second chances." So Jeff John esque right there. Yeah. Really is the whole panel layout and everything is like Dark Side War. It's That's so the thing good. Is, you know, we've been dealing with Joshua Williamson on the Flash book lately, and to get ready for this, it seems like he went back and read some of Jeff John's greatest yeah. hits leading up because yeah. this does not seem like the dialogue no, it or doesn't. anything or from the Flash book. Maybe it's one of those that with a Maxwell Lord with these villains that are gonna be involved, maybe this is more maybe we're not giving him enough credit. Maybe this is more along the lines of stuff that he wants to write. Maybe this is more his style than well, having to write the Flash. The, the case, Flash you know, is a Flash, Yeah, the Flash is a, you know, Happy go lucky. It's what should be one of the most fun and happy yeah. books. And maybe that's just not him. But because all his other stuff is, you know, he has birthright, which, but he has nail biter, frostbite. All these things are pretty dark. And maybe that's it. But yeah, you even at this point where the, these other guards come in, you see that, you know, behind, uh, beyond the panel, they're getting attacked. And, uh, you kind of get a hint of who's involved. Oh, yeah. Though I am not familiar with a lot of the the dude, villains. Dude, dude, I'm telling you though, I'm just gonna say the one you see, your frequency, uh, Rustin, Rustin, yeah, Rustin, plasma sword, sword yep, the a plasma scimitar, sword. cut off a dude's head. There is no way, unless you were the most freaking like learned That's what I'm DC saying, that you knew. like you know historian, that you would just think, oh man, they brought Rustin back. Yeah, you're like, no, oh Rustin, no. He's an old ass freaking yeah. Suicide Squad villain who were like he was part of this freaking jihad te- terrorist team called yeah. the Onslaught. Yep. You would not know Rustum. Yeah, and uh, the thing that I like the best though is that it does lead a lot of intrigue. You're you, like at this point, I'm like, hey, Jim, Jim, what's that? You know where Rustum got that scimitar from? Where did he get it? Scartaris. Oh, you got it from Skitaris. How was Telos there at that point? Uh, I can't wait to tell Jim, give him this goddamn convergence. The Son of Thunder. They're going fucking, where's the fucking Manship? Manship's doing a jig right now that we mentioned convergence. But yeah, you get these things, but it's more of a, it's more the spectacle of it than a full out like, oh, people are going to see it's Rust. They're going to be so excited. It's more of just seeing the devastation that this team can do, even before you even know. The the green blast that blew people away i'm like freaking um emerald empress never yeah. crossed my mind like, no, okay we got no. some green blast so like and even emerald empress when we get to the end of this book and reveal that she's one of these people that'll let out i'm like yeah it, i need to know more about that because she's a freaking legion of superheroes villain I'm yeah. like, what is she doing in the past yeah her? what is she doing here but the other thing is uh later on i said earlier um maxwell lord kind of spells out to this team quote-unquote team hey you know what you're going to be allowed to kill amanda waller do you think it's because they're pissed that they weren't on the suicide squad and able to go out and do things because these are these are villains that in my mind may have been up for grabs at one like you, you get and you know we'll just spoil it lobo's there lobo gets captured somehow we're not sure we you know there's a lot of things about that and why he's here but he's too dangerous to be on the suicide squad so to me these are the guys that are just 
too fucking powerful and too crazy to even be on a suicide squad. And I don't know if – is that what they're supposed to be mad about? I, I need some motivation because they are – he does spell it out like, hey, why do we need this? I think it's Lobo Awesome. And he's yeah. – and uh, Max Lord's like, oh, I'm going to give you a chance to kill Amanda Waller. And they're See, in. That's the thing though is that I don't think they have any connection to Amanda Waller at all. I don't think even Amanda Waller knows about the Man. catacombs. I think that him saying that was just another push – and now they have it. In Maybe their you they think so. You think that's Amanda the mind Wallace. control to kill yes. Amanda Waller. Okay, I get it. Uh, it's weird though, because I really did think at this point, like, these are the guys who are even too bad for, for the suicide reason, like, squad. They, they make it a point to say this is the, like the, the worst of the worst on earth are in the catacombs. And in yeah, my yeah. mind, that doesn't mean shit to me because the enchantress yeah, should not be on the suicide squad. No, she is no. way too goddamn yeah. powerful. You won't you won't know by reading the suicide squad no, well, or this. And, or this. Well, that that's the problem. So goddamn overpowered. They really do have a character on the squad that is too overpowered. She could do whatever the fuck she wants, I'm and saying, they're it, gonna. This, this whole story too. I'm telling you, enchantress never has not done shit in the suicide no. suicide squad. Book. She, she keeps getting knocked shit. out. Exactly. She does and the that's same what thing happens here, here as well. Yeah. And the thing is, and then I just have to keep thinking back how much bullshit this is because when the Justice League Dark book started, the whole thing was Enchantress went nuts, took yeah. out the entire Justice League, and that's why Constantine had to get the fucking JLD yeah. together. That's to why you have to out. get it together. Uh, here's what's weird to me because we go from there and this team, these ultra villains, you know, they just yeah. walk out. Maxwell Lord leads them out. He's still talking and he's like, I'm going to lead you in the heart of darkness. It's, it's badass. At this point, reservoir you, dogs you like, get, come on. It, it is reservoir dogs like and you get the uh you know the profiles the outlines of them you still don't know who they are so it's it's pretty goddamn kick-ass it's funny it's fun too to actually when you know who they were to go back and yeah, see yeah. and like okay because i'm telling you i'm looking at it now in lobo's alley it's fucking badass uh but then you go and now we're gonna get to the suicide squad and the thing that drives me nuts here is they're they're going all out and there's harley harley's riding croc like a goddamn you know like <laughs> fucking chicken fights See, going when we she, jump in this battle this is just pure suicide squad fun to yeah me. yeah the, you know, the it, problem it that isn't nothing to me for the book no it doesn't well fun. this is just to introduce so people yeah, are turn the page and you're like holy shit the thing that gets me here is that Croc should have Enchantress. They should have made a plan. Here's the plan from now on, guys. Enchantress does not leave your sight, Croc, or whoever. She is in the background doing her thing. All she's going to do is get knocked out again. That's what yeah. always happens in this, and it, it's starting to annoy me because it's only for convenience and convenience well, for the other team because she'll well, just wipe them out. It's almost in my mind, like we keep talking to ourselves about it off air, but like Brian Hitch in my mind cannot write for the entire Just League group. No, He's always no. has a character gone doing something yep. or just not doing anything at all, really, but reiterating what somebody else is saying. Yeah. Rob Williams, I love him as a writer. He has nothing for a freaking Enchantress to do no. in his book. And no, here, and, you know, nothing again. It's almost like you have to get rid of her because she is so overpowered that something that's so silly as like them fighting, you know, here they're fighting, uh, what's his name? Apex and the Brimstone Brotherhood. Apex and the She could just get rid of him with a snap and a fucking finger. Yeah. You know, boom, done. They're done. Let's go. Why don't we go home? Oh, I'll take you there. Oh, we're there. She could do whatever she wants. I do. I actually thought uh, after reading this issue that they might have been. Now, I know they want to get this in line with the movie, but yeah. even the movie, she's the villain. So I wish that they would have had something where – 
they would have gotten her out of the story in the regular run. You know, you can get her like back when you go Killer Frost or and something. have Killer Frost and yeah, have her. And even if it's something like her powers went wonky when they they had the uh, the Black Vault in the Suicide Squad, yeah. have that affect her in some sort of way that she goes almost insane that they have to get her out of the mix, unless they're going to do something with her because they Maybe. haven't yet. They haven't yet. Uh, I know you need a heavy hitter. You're going to be going against not only the Justice League, but this team of Maxwell Lords, which may even actually. I'm going to call them the Lords. Ooh, the Lords of <laughs> Destruction. How about yeah. that? The problem That's is, is later. metal band right there. They are really going to be, they are the X factor because later on in the book, uh, Deadshot even says that they have a, hey, we have an up on the, the Justice League. It's you guys don't kill. We yeah. do. Maxwell Lord's team does that in spades. Oh we've God, already seen them. It's already set up. We've seen them destroy a well-trained army already. They have no qualms about doing shit. And, again, I don't think they would normally. Maxwell Lord's giving them that push, and it's going to oh, yeah. make it even worse. Uh, but, yeah, you go yeah, on with no this. There's no reason for any of these people to be together as a team for that freaking uh, – we're going to call them the Lord no, of Destruction. No, it's and that's why, that's why they needed Maxwell Lord yeah. involved with this because, yeah, he can give them that push like you said. And really this whole thing, you said that it's not that necessary, the whole uh, Suicide Squad. This next bunch of things is just set up and recap and letting you know yeah. who the who the suicide squad is you get a voice for each of the characters yes. pretty much you get a little rundown of who they are what they do yep and you and also like, get you also get the uh, idea of the hierarchy of there's Amanda Waller she's back at her base uh in Bell Rev and then you get Rick Flag too who they they got sent out without him. I'm talking, that pissed. seems like such an odd thing for where we started with the Suicide Squad book, where we brought in Rick Flag to make sure that he yep. oversaw the squad and all their things. And yep. here we find out Amanda Waller sent them out on an urgent mission without yeah. Rick Flag. No, I, that doesn't I, feel right. I just think that they they we needed had to get when Rick Flag out of the way. I think that they needed that when the Justice League shows up. There's no good guy there. Yeah, They're no all the reason. bad guys. What's that? There's no voice of reason there. Yeah, and there's no voice of reason also, yeah. And there's not somebody who, Batman or whoever can say, Rick Flagg, what the hell are you doing here? And him trying to explain himself out. Uh, I do like the setup uh, more in this book in the DCU that they have now in the comics is that he was in he was in Guantanamo Bay. And yeah. they made him disappear uh, because he basically went against orders. And because of that, not really because of that, but his whole squad got destroyed and they kind of didn't want him talking. So they threw him yeah, in Guantanamo Bay. They didn't want to throw his freaking commanding officer under the bus for yeah, throwing yeah. up so a whole they, they just got rid of him. They basically made him disappear in Guantanamo Bay and then they got him out and he's been there. But I, I think that they don't really want to explain that that whole thing i don't you know they're yeah. going to give you the hey here's the suicide squad you have the new member that is killer frost and you gotta be the main thing this is like in the midnighter book where he's got to tell you as a fight computer you <laughs> have to be told that there are neck bumps and they do that and i'll tell you joshua williamson does a pretty good job it's not as forced as it could have been no. because you have killer frost she's like you know yeah, what why don't we just team. run we have and, a reason to explain yeah. it again and when she said it though why i'm like Really? You really want to know? And she's like, oh, you know, and she's talking to Harley and Harley's like, oh, your, your head will go kablooey. And oh, really? That was, that was the truth. Oh yeah, it's the truth. Uh, but yeah, really up until this point, they are just there to go get Apex, who has. He stole a Quake Pulsar yeah. from Star Labs and plans yep. on destroying. Oh God, what and the he's hell is this fucking island called? I, yeah, I, I had uh, it. Bad Nesia? I'll go with that. Bad Nesia. <laughs> 
bad and easy. It sounds I'm like some this, sort I'm of like, cough. I, I'm telling you, I'm looking at this goddamn name of this island nation. I'm like, that H is there, and it fucks up anything I want to do Benicia? with this Benicia? Bad Benicia is what I'm going with. That, and again, this is just, there's nothing to it. There really no. is. This is just a set piece to get them going, to introduce them, because they say, even Rick Flagg's like, oh, no, it's actually Croc. Croc says, you know, why the fuck are we even here at Waller? And Waller says, because there's an American base there and we don't want, you know, a yeah, secret, secret base. Yeah. We, we don't want to be embarrassed. It's such a hokey force setup. I don't mind, you know. No. And in the meantime, Rick Flagg says, they're going to need somebody to get them out. When they're done this, I'm going to go get them. So that gives you the in of when he actually shows up. I believe that at that point, the Justice League will be diverted away and he'll just pick them up and then they'll try to see what's going on. Again, I don't know. I'm intrigued by why the Suicide Squad themselves, except Amanda Waller saying, you know, do what you got to do and, and go. And I also like, uh, you know, they're, I believe that both teams are going to be fighting the Justice League, right? Right. And I like it because... I don't know. I think it's going to be a free-for-all at one point. Well, it, the problem is, is the free-for-all, Amanda Waller can just hit neck bumps. I like the idea that there's Amanda Waller. She's controlling the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Then you have Maxwell Lord. He's controlling his team, the Lords of Destruction, uh, at that point. But there are different types of control going against it. I, I actually like that whole Are you whole saying idea. that Batman's controlling the Justice League then? He might be because this is where Batman then has a little revelation for the Justice League uh, where he's like, hey, guys, and they're in the Watchtower. And he's like, hey, guys, by the way uh, – Found out about this little team, uh, the Suicide Squad. It's like our worst villains, and they're teaming up to, you know, fight crime to get less of a sentence. And, you know, it's funny because he kind of says it at first as if this was like something that he is, you know, I, I just oh, kind of. I just came across this guy. Yeah, it's not like yeah. something I've been, you know, researching for a while, and now I'm upset because Amanda Waller came that, in the back. It's funny because all my when, files. when he actually then really spills the beans with that, that's what makes me laugh because he's like, hey, you know what? There's this little group. They call themselves the Suicide Squad. I don't know. You might have heard about it, you know. <laughs> and then even uh, Aquaman's like, "Hey, I've noticed a few team ups among them before." Batman, are you saying it's this team? You know what? Not really sure. You know, I'm not really a positive, but yeah, Amanda Waller may have broken into the the, the Batcave and like stolen some He's like a little kid that goes around and like causes yeah, all this trouble, and then goes in like when he gets beat up for it, he goes and tells his big brother on him, and yeah, fucking yeah. Sets the because shit up. yeah, he's got. And what's weird is you did see this, like you said, it was a little bit of a at the beginning of this week's Batman, where Amanda Waller goes into the Batcave and just goes zoinks and and grabs the files and here you don't know what they are at that point no and they're, they're just uh freaking evidence against this yes team of my, and my finding out what them. finding out what they are here because he does even say batman says oh you know she grabbed files that were about because i was i was hot on the trail really uh that's disappointing to me i actually thought it, well, there was something more to it i thought that she was going in to grab batman's files on say some other villains uh, some other things involved that she was just going into the Batcave while Alfred was polishing. That yeah. fucking pussy-ass Alfred doesn't even mind, do anything. In my mind, that right there, the fact that she goes into the Batcave and only takes the files on her, like, you know, group, yeah. that's a power play right there. She just came in there and said, I'm the motherfucking boss. Yeah, she did, but then Batman's, like, comes back and goes, yeah, uh, the eight copies I have of that and, and that I have in the Watchtower and I have been, in my moon dude, base. Dude, dude. He's been busy. He hasn't had time for that. 
Yeah. But he, he does say that, oh, it's Amanda Waller. You may not have heard of her. She's this governor, uh, government bureaucrat. Now, I know that a lot of people were thrown uh, back uh, right away, like, oh, my God, like, how could they not know about the Suicide Squad? Now, first off, you have to just go with it, right? Yeah, that, number a cover, one, government organization. Yes. Number one, you go with it. Number two, you really have to think that if they knew about this, they would not be happy. They would have shut oh, yeah. it down before. You think that, you know, Flash would be great, that Boomerang is just running around places with other well, villains. And then, you know, Black Man is doing the Aquaman right now. And his Black Man. Like, and he said, yeah, and that's where uh, Aquaman even says, if I discovered Black Man, it was a part of something like this. Like, he's already pissed. <laughs> and, and right there, Batman's probably like, okay, he's going to be right. mad. Batman's going to use that later. It's like, Aquaman's like, I don't know. This this group seems pretty good. Yeah, I heard that Black Man was part of this group. Oh, fuck that. It, it game on, baby. And but all yeah. of a sudden, like, you know, you bring up the fact Enchantress. Didn't she fuck us up like five years ago yeah, really, really bad? Yeah, Enchantress, you have all these. And then you also have, a, like, they're like, oh, Killer Frost is there. All of a sudden, a fucking Firestorm comes out of the bathroom. Who said Killer Frost? Ooh-wee. I'm in, I'm in business, baby. But yeah. Firestorm, uh, where you been, baby? Yeah. They, <laughs> and then it's funny that they're like, ooh, yeah, Batman feels them, bad. Just like Batman villains. Yeah, you know? Batman feels bad. He's like, oh, God, you know, these other guys, they feel left out. Hey, uh, uh, Cyborg, they also send out spam on the weekends. Oh, I'm in. Spam, I'm in. They're like there might even be a virus uh, there. Ooh, fucking shit! Yeah. Call, call me off the cyber. Yeah, Cyborg's like, oh god, did I hear hacking? <laughs> That's all he hears. He's like, somebody, is anybody there have an iPad? Yes, they, they all and have Simon, iPads. Uh, we got nothing for you guys. Yeah, Jessica and Take Simon. Powder. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, it'd be good. But yeah, they go from there where they they are told. You know, they go. Okay, well, if this is the case, maybe we can track them. This is the first point in this book. Where I was like, well, that that seems a little forced because you would have guessed by now. First off, if you've been reading any of the Suicide Squad books of all any time, they go out and grow. They go out, you know, as a group. So the idea of them saying, first off, you know what? There was a lot of times that these had, uh, you know, team ups. And I thought it was strange. Like they're almost getting like, oh, I saw Harley working with Boomerang. That seemed odd. No, they're out in a full squad. All of a sudden. Cyborg out of nowhere is like, hey, I'll track. I'm going to put this algorithm in, see if anybody knows of, uh, you know, a bunch of villains, known incarcerated villains being out together. Boom. It hits right away. And I thought, boy, that's a little hokey. You know what I'm saying? It is a bit hokey. I'm trying to go with it. Like, I was trying to think to myself, like, they are a covert group. A lot of the places that are gone are covert locations that don't go and broadcast yeah, their shit but, like yeah, this. But that's the like, problem uh, is a lot of times like they are Easy, at spots, though. That like Bad shit. Easy in my mind is just a regular goddamn island nation, yeah, so people is. are going to be talking about this shit. But like uh, any other it's time – It's not going to get out. Is that what you're saying? It's not going to get out to like the main public? I know they were in China at one point. Yeah, I'm just trying they to were in the Middle you know, East. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, the, uh, these aren't really locations where the things are being broadcast online it's or on television. It's just weird, though. Everything is I, broadcast I'm now. I'm telling you, you, you have the Suicide Squad going to China or the Middle East. Both of those areas are using this about, hey, look at the Western, you know, things. They're sending these people in and whatever. They'd be right on it. Plus, you even had like the British government knew about the Suicide Squad. They wanted oh, yeah. to make their own. It shit's out and about a bit more than they're letting on, but I'll, I'll go with it. I'm yeah. going with it that they don't know about it. And I really hope that they're pissed at Batman because <laughs> once again, like he always does, he's keeping secrets and he's not telling them. And especially of this team, 
you really would think that Flash would have an issue. Boomerang's on the team. This is one of his big villains that's just out and about, and Batman might have known in that setting. It is one of his big villains. We haven't really seen Flash deal with Boomerang. I know we haven't, but I'm saying of all of these guys, been on the Suicide Squad since the new because I know. But like you said, though, most of the others are quote unquote like it's very Batman heavy at times. But the other one, Reverse Flash, was on the team at one point. I I actually wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if at one point. And actually, I say this. They are dealing with that. Yes, they are. Coming up in the Flash book, and I think it was March March, is when Wally wants to go and find out what happened to his dad, who is you know spoiler Reverse reverse Flash, Flash, and one of the last people to see him. It was Boomerang, and that ties right in with the New Fifty Two continuity because yeah, that was that was the case. I guess Uh, the weirdest part too, because like Boomerang. You know, should be one of the rogues. Yeah, he does not really feel like one of the rogues for how he acts in this book. You know, no, like the rogues have become more de- deadly and dangerous yeah. since two began, and then going. No, he always boomerang, and this is itching to kill somebody. He yeah, really he can't does wait seem to them. kill a motherfucker. Yeah, he can't. Uh, in the meantime, you go back to them; they're fighting Apex, and the 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 whole thing is. It seems as if this this. Uh, Earthquake type, but it, it kind of charges up. So it starts a little yeah, bit of an earthquake. And Apex it, wants to destroy this entire freaking island yeah, as a way he's to gonna sacrifice sink it. it to their gods. Yep. Yeah. And as that's going on, you have the whole team. They're yelling. Like you said, uh, Enchantress is about to go to town and then she gets knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> She's just knocked out. In the meantime, all, all, also, uh, Boomerang is just talking sexy to Harley <laughs> and Killer Frost. And I, I'm telling you, I love the way Killer Frost looks in this. I, I love I. it. I really do. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, at the whole, t- I keep saying in the meantime, because there is a lot of, uh, cutting and back and forth and whatever in this issue. But, uh, before this, they were fighting Apex and it was more of a diversionary tactic because Deadshot said, Hey, keep them busy. I'm going to go around. And it kind of made me laugh a little where you really do realize, okay, this is just set up to show you the team and what they can do or whatever. Yeah. Because Deadshot just shoots Apex right through Flash. the head. Yeah. yeah done. And I was like, really? The, uh, the, the freaking uh, Quake Pulsar did a lot yeah. of damage. Freaking, yeah, it even did. though uh, Apex is down now, it did a lot of damage. Buildings are coming down, yeah. and the one that Deadshot is on, he's on one coming down. There's no way for him to get off. And also, this it, is one of the best parts of this. Yeah, block. and in my in my mind, this is also the government building that's there that they were. You know, this is that. It just seemed to me that this because you see everything else is small. This is a huge right. building. I'm getting the idea that this know. is that. For some reason, you wouldn't want to have your secret government. I know you wouldn't, but I think the that's what they're going the with. I think that's what they're going with. I think that that is the one thing that's there. This doesn't look like it's a really you know advanced nation, and yet there's this huge building there. I really do think it's a hokey way of showing that this was the government building that they were there to even protect, and that what it's coming down though. Yeah. They think that they won the day. This building's coming down. Deadshot's on top of it. That's where he went to go take the shot. And it is. It's not even close. This is the best part of the book. This is, it's awesome. This actually reminds me a lot of Sean Ryan's run in the Definitely. New 52 of the Suicide Squad. That's where really got the Death Wish Deadshot. Yeah. yeah, you had Deadshot. awesome. I mean, he, yeah. uh, Sean Ryan kicks so much goddamn ass. It was so good. These, 
characters, yep. their own personality, their yeah, own I voice, you. Up and they all then, had something yeah. like their own motivation behind I'd things. I'd say it, Eric. I said it uh, once. I think that I should say it again. You saw Steinbeck at the beginning of this issue. They might have to have Werner there as well when I said Sean Ryan wrote this and and didn't write them as caricatures he wrote them as characters Eric boom characters but yeah you had Deadshot in that book you had Dead yeah really you had Deadshot in that where you saw he not even just a death wish it was very similar to the movie Deadshot where he was tired he was tired and done but he can't be done this is what he has to do or they're going to blow it and I don't think that he wants to have his head blown up you yeah. know, he doesn't want to just run He's going run on his own terms. Yeah, he wants to do this. And at this point, he just shot a guy. Fucking awesome shot, too. Building's coming hey, down. Yeah, but he's like, there it is. He made a kill. I'm done. I just killed a bad guy. That's it. I'm done. Looks, he pulls looks out, out a picture of his daughter. Pulls out like, a picture no of his bullets, daughter. baby girl. Yeah, I love that. He's like, no more bullets to fire, but baby girl. And then the building, he puts the, the thing up to his face. And then just jumps off, and uh, it's see you in hell, hell, Amanda Waller. Yeah, he it, it looked, <laughs> he it might so as well much. be going. Uh, he might as well be being pushed by uh, John McClane at yeah. that point. Eric, he's going down, and yeah, Superman comes in and grabs him I'm and like, saves God him. Damn it! I'm like, yeah. I don't want Deadshot to die. That would have been such an awesome ending. No, it would have been, and I I also think that this is one of those where he wanted to die, and then Superman comes and saves him, and he's probably yeah. like bullshit. But yeah, this is where. The justly comes in and, and saves the day, really. But go on, you tell, because I got to cough. I'm saying Green Lantern come, the, come in. They secure all the buildings, make sure they stop toppling down. I don't know how they're fixing this, but they wrap a net around the building so it doesn't crumble down. And Flash comes in and saves all the people on the street, so does Wonder Woman all. And pretty yeah. much they do the Suicide Squad's job for them and clean everything up. Yeah, and, and the thing is, they, the whole Green Lantern thing, it made me laugh because it reminded me. Of Hitch's run when they were in China. Yeah, where they were just making weird crystals around buildings. It's this doesn't change things. It's a net. The only thing I can say here is the net is to hold up the building. Yeah, it's to hold them down so they can get the people out. Uh, But yeah, that's where uh, Superman even comes in, and it's an okay. Superman say, "Hey, Deadshot, you drop this," and he gives him the the picture, and he's like, "Hey, thanks." But then you go over where Batman's going to be a badass, and it is. It's an awesome panel. It really it is. is. That, a, this is the best. Freaking hero poses of all the goddamn yeah. characters together. It's great. It's the best picture of the uh, Justice League since you know since Rebirth, and it's yeah. definitely you can easily take those word bubbles out. And Jason Fawcett's going to be signing this motherfucker at every I can convention. Buy the shit out of that. Yeah, because there's nobody even with a mouth open, so it's it's really kick ass. Uh, but yeah, you go, and now it's going to be the Suicide Squad kind of. You know, talking shit to the Justice League. And really, even Harley says, they really can. They can say whatever. There's not much you can do to the Suicide Squad. They they either are going to rot in jail well, that's the or they're going to get their head blown up or they're they, going to they, die in a mission. The, the Justice League wants to come and actually lock them up in another prison yeah. in the hopes that they one day become re- rehabilitated. Yeah. And like, Harley's, what are you going to do? If we you stop us, what are you going to do? Lock us up? I love that yeah. line. And then yeah. Amanda Waller just freaking comes over the comps. If you let the Justice League take you, you're I'm going to blow your goddamn head off. It's weird, though. And I also, I will say also, if you're a Wonder Woman fan, I think this is a good deal, too, because everybody's talking shit. Wonder Woman's very nice. She even says, we can get you away from here and someplace yeah. safe. She, that's after uh, Superman says, Waller is using you. And Wonder Woman says that. And it's funny because then you get Boomerang and, and El Diablo uh, fucking, you know, <laughs> talking. And, and Boomerang is a badass. 
Um, the weird thing about it is, well, then you also you also get Simon Baz making fun of the boomerangs. And yeah. Again, it's a little overdone. We've seen this a trillion times, and for yeah, some well, reason, it I, didn't make I, me I, laugh this time. I, I like it with Simon though, because he's not like you know he doesn't used know. to these characters, yeah, these I villains. Know. You know, he's pretty much even though he's been a Green Lantern for years now, yeah, he's pretty much still a rookie, as we've seen in the Green Lanterns book. Actually, what I would have liked because Batman had spelled out in the Watchtower, hey. This team is made up of our supervillains. I think the way they should have played this is Simon should have seen Boomerang and like, whose villain is he? And then Flash is like, mm, he's mine. Really? And they should have just laughed. And then I would have liked it where Flash You're and Boomerang. You're the fastest man alive, and yeah. he throws Boomerang. Yeah, and he, I would have loved it if Flash and Boomerang for one second then kind of were like a team up against Simon. <laughs> like, you know, fuck you, you asshole. Would have been awesome. Uh, but this is where it's very weird to me. Uh, like you said, they're there. The, the Justice League wants to grab them, take them somewhere, and Deadshot gets a hold of Waller. And you know he does, Eric, because he presses the side of his temple. And that, yeah. in any comic, you know that that means comms on. But he does. Any He's comic, like, any TV show, movie? Yeah, oh, anything. I just walk around at work and I press my temple and I try calling you. You never listen. I always think funny you're trying you to did. do telepathy. Yeah, I am. I'm like, okay, pants off. Uh, they, they have him. He's like, he's like, hey, Waller, the heat's on. What do you want me to do? Obviously, she's watching. And it's weird because she says, I think you know. And then he says, no, I want to hear you say the words. And you really thought, didn't you think it was like, kill the Justice League? Yeah. I don't understand. It's like the words that he wants her to say, I don't think is do not let the Justice League take you alive or you're dead. But if no, they no. go with it, I really thought that she was you just going to say, he, "No, you knew what he wanted to hear." And yeah, and I really essentially, I, I what really she says. No, and I really was hoping she would say it, and I really was hoping that this was some way that Deadshot was going to use it against her later. That somehow he had that recorded, he had something going on. I, I really was hoping, but like something in TV shows, movies, and comics, I like it. It's a pet peeve of mine, but I also love to see it because of how ridiculous it is. Yeah, when uh, Deadshot contacts Amanda Waller because she is watching. Where is that goddamn camera that's pointed right I at Deadshot's know. face? It's at Deadshot. This should be pointed at. It should be through Deadshot's eye, pointed even a at the Justice down, League. You know, magnified up above them yeah. or something. I'm like, I where know. is this camera? It's at? just ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, game's on. He's like, up. Oh, we're gonna do this, and then that's where he says the line that you like. Listen, you know what? We usually go out. The the odds are against us, but not here because yeah. you know what? You're the Justice League. You don't kill. And we do. And yeah. it's a pretty cool panel. You have that full spread. And he says, but we do. And they're all going to town. And the weird thing, Enchantress has woken up. And she's going against Superman. But really, nothing is happening with them. Like, she could end it now. She really can. Uh, I don't she know. She's so depowered anymore. It's crazy. And uh, you even had, even before that, you had that whole thing where uh, Batman even spells out to, to dead Deadshot, hey, you don't point guns at me. Uh, you know, how dare you? Uh, did you like that part? No, not at all. Yeah, I didn't I, either. It, it felt, I'm sorry, you've gone up against Deadshot before. This is yeah. what Deadshot does. You, yeah. you, you say what else is he going to do? Yeah, yeah, what is what else is he going to do? You, I also, I don't know why. I didn't like seeing Harley with a gun. Uh, no. Harley's there with the gun and, uh, you know, fighting Wonder Woman. Just didn't like it. I, I really didn't. Uh, and it's funny, you just look, it's, 
it's one of those pages that it's actually pretty cool to see who they're having go against oh, each yeah. other. And uh, it's really Killer Frost is getting Jessica and Cyborg against her, and she's holding out. But I like Croc fighting uh, Aquaman. I think that yeah, is an awesome that's a good fight. Pairing. Yeah, I love that. And, uh, of course, then Boomerang just goes right in Flash. Yeah. It'd be funny if they just sat there together because they've fought so many times. But, yeah, I don't like the idea of Harley having a gun, but she's going against Wonder Woman. You have to have something yeah, more. I, I don't mind you know? Harley having a gun. I just don't like it. I, I You don't see that that often. She usually just comes flying in with that hammer. And even that, usually she's just yelling shit for the most part and, and actually, you know, snapping necks or whatever. It's a cool panel. Though. Batman seems, you know, he's dodged, dead shot. Uh, Superman seems to have missed fucking Enchantress with the, the punch. But, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know what's going to – nothing's going to come going out. after? Uh, I it's think like Simon in the background behind Flash, not I, doing anything. I think Simon is actually fighting. If oh I no, it's El guess. Diablo. Never mind. I see it. Yeah, now. yeah, El Diablo's down there fighting above. Yeah, it's a pretty cool picture. I was thinking to myself too. I was like, why did they bring El Diablo back for the star? I'm like, oh, because they needed a pairing for each. Yeah, yeah, that's basically all it was. Yeah, and, and they were one short, so fucking Killer Frost. You just <laughs> you just made the squad. Uh, but then they go to the Swiss Alps. And that's where you get the ending, and it's with uh, Maxwell Lord. And he's still talking his, his nonsense about you know, yeah. the world's broken, people don't. It, it's, again, they, it, it almost gets to the point where you think he's talking about rebirth, and this it doesn't seem that after, no, it, after it really a sentence. No, it really does not feel so. anything to do with the, like, telling, the rebirth hope at all. This I know, is, but I'm telling you, thing, when man. he starts it, he's like, I love this world, but something has happened. There's been a change. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's shit. Totally feel, that's yes. what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, shit. Shit's getting real now. And then he's just, he just doesn't like it because the metahumans are taking over. And, and they're not and doing what they're supposed to be doing yeah. in his mind. Yeah. So that's where you get a little, uh, a little thing of each. You have Raston again and the Emerald Empress. But you go down, then you see Lobo Dr. right Polaris, as they're revealed. Lobo? I'm like, yeah, then I they're fully Dr. revealed. Polaris, I don't think the entire New 52 or no. Rebirth. Like, he's Johnny a badass. Sorrow. Like, Johnny Sorrow, we had a uh, Earth 2 version of in, yeah. in society, but he didn't really do shit there at all. And the whole thing is here. Uh, it's an awesome panel again. It's, it's right. fucking Lobo's really good. Lobo's got his good. fucking feet kicked up on the table. Yep, he's got the foot kicked up. He's smoking a cigar. He's the, and you I'm know. telling you, we have all these characters. Like I said, I'm excited to see Dr. Polaris back again, but the thing I'm most excited about, I'm like, how do we get old Lobo back after we back, left him decapitated yeah, yeah, from yeah. the New 52 Yeah, I, I don't think they'll ever explain that. Oh, I don't, I did, well, really I don't think there's enough the time to really get into that. If they're going to do anything of that, he will it's be in the JLA book, yeah. and they'll, they'll do that. Um, like you said, now that I, now that you said it, I do see it where he's like, I'll help you kill Amanda Waller. And yeah, in their mind, they're probably like, who? Yeah, yeah I forgot. I wanted to kill her. Yeah. I fucking hate her because that's what he does now. It ends then with him talking to them. They're like, uh, uh, actually, Lobo says, hey, say we do all that. What's in it for you? And then that's where you get Maxwell Lord, the, the full reveal of Maxwell Lord. Me? I'm going to save the world. And his nose is bleeding. And, and a, a lot of that's people a telltale freaking yeah. sign of him using his powers. That's where he's using his powers to control them. This shows that because now it, it's a pretty heavy-hitting metahuman team here that he oh, is yeah. mind-controlling. It's taking its toll on him. He that This is like you said. You really spelled it out to me. When Maxwell Lord fully engages in his powers... He gets a nosebleed and shit like yep. that. That's actually a tell of him using that. So yeah, that is a shout out right there that he is he is using them. Though I don't know 
fully how much of a push they really need to kill anybody. These are pretty bad <laughs> well, guys, honestly, but he has to push him in the push, right direction. They work together to go what like kill yeah, one person. Yeah. That's that's what you yeah. need to do. Like you need to and, get this team on the right trolley here. Yeah, and in the meantime, while I'm I'm reading this or whatever, because of what we knew now, I will also say that they had that pullout advertisement for this this event yeah. and i i really was upset that they had that because if you did you pulled it out all of these villains were on there with maxwell lord and this is it was not i'm not saying that when you get to this cliffhanger that you're like holy shit it's cool though you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's a really it's really, a really cool, cool thing this isn't one of those reveals like holy shit i can't wait to see what happens next but though it is like but we've it's, had maxwell lord in this continuity he was yeah. just fucking a leader of checkmate he didn't really yeah. do shit so, yeah, like, really. You know, the last time I saw him was in Grayson. Cool. When I saw him, he was in Grayson. I'm telling you, he, he yeah, was a joke. He, do, yeah, he was he kind of a anything. joke. He, he really wasn't that much of a threat. He just kind of showed up with these guys, and it, it wasn't like it was like a kick-ass Maxwell Lord, like, holy shit, he's going to make shit happen or whatever. Yeah. He just was there, and he kept kind of skedaddling out and coming back, and this is, this is kick-ass. They this just really had him is. there as a figurehead that had nothing really yeah. to do. Yeah, and like I, I actually said that like this cliffhanger doesn't make me think, oh, what's going to happen next? It, it does, but it's more of a, holy shit, this is a pretty fucking awesome team. I want to see what fucking destruction they do. Well, it's even more with like that, that, though, it's like I talk about wanting to know the backstory of Lobo and how he survived. Yeah. On top of that, I really want to know how Emerald Empress being in this timeline is going to like affect things later on. Like we have yeah. Saturn Girl, we know in Arkham right yeah, now, yeah. and this is a villain of hers. So it's like, is this going to like play down where we, you know, get the legion of superheroes in? Yeah, and again, Emerald yeah. Is there. Again, I since Saturn Girl is here, I can't say that she Emerald Empress is full out continuity came from the future and the same way she did. And yeah. if they found her, like we said, Saturn Girl, when we saw her locked in Arkham, odd. Very odd that she Very was in odd. Arkham from where she just showed up and said, I'm and from the, the future. Special, I stole yeah. a fucking hot dog. That's not criminally insane right no. there. Emerald Empress, though, is powerful enough that if she shows up, you're putting her away in this fucking oh, – you're yeah. locking her down. So that makes complete sense. But, boy, the team just looks awesome. It really does. And then, and then the you have fucking Rustin. I'm like, what are you doing here, Rustin? Nobody remembers you. Yeah. Again, I love when you have these teams where it is guys. And, and really, you want to really spell it out. I love the fact that then I'm looking up who Rusted is and like right. laughing it up and it it makes people want to learn more about the history of these characters and things like that. Though I don't think we're really going to get it here. You're going to have to no. do your own research. I have a feeling of all these Rustin's in big trouble, Eric. Mm -hmm. he, he's the slipknot of the exactly. team. That's I think he's going myself. down quick. Uh, but yeah, it says at the end then. Uh, and Johnny Sorrow, you ain't you ain't far behind Rustin. No, no, really. It says <laughs> next two teams enter, one team leaves. So we'll see like what's gonna, going on. Someone's going to fucking pull a mirror out right when you're showing them your fatal face. It's all yeah. over for you, buddy. Done. He sees it. Done. Actually, it, it reflects onto Rust and he dies. And <laughs> then that fucking sword goes right into Johnny Soro's face. <laughs> They're both dead. And since his mask's off, he's tangible, so it freaking yeah. happens. Yeah, Yeah, really. Uh, what what did, you, what did you give it on the site? I gave this book an 8.7 out of 10. I love this. This is the best art we've had in Reverse yeah, so far. It is. They've been holding Jason Fabach back just for this so we would blow our goddamn Yeah, that's what I thought. Actually, I said right away when I yeah. opened it up, I'm like, Eric, I think that, you know, we've been saying, like, we want more Jason Fabach. We want more. It seems like they're like, 
you, we're going to hold, and he is going to blow them out of the I'm fucking you, water. I, I he, fell in love with Jason Fabach back when he started on Detective Comics with yeah. John Lehman, and yeah. then to see that he went on the Justice League, I'm like, exactly, this is right where he needs to be. And then New 52 ended, we did not really see him except for a couple, like, I think some backup, or maybe a Suicide Squad backup yeah. or some other, and I'm like, where is he at? Because he needs to be on something, and yeah. I'm happy as hell to have him on this. Yeah, uh, I, oh, did you, you did say your score, right? Yeah, yeah, and also Anything about the story? Score, the story, I'm telling you, I like this, where we're going, but because this is such a setup issue, is I cannot give it the huge marks it could because, you know, they're reintroducing me to characters I already yeah, know. Yeah, uh, that's the problem. They have to do this so people can jump in. And it's one yeah. of those. I, I think that they picked this and, the, you know, obviously having the Suicide Squad with the Just League. You have the Just League movie coming out. You know, later, you just have the Suicide Squad movie come out. These are the teams that anybody knows. So if you're yeah. walking through, I, I don't know how many people just wander in the comic book store and like, hey, I want this or that. But this is something where, you, say you I had it at title, work. You're buying yeah, it. That's what I'm saying. And say I had it at work. I, there's a good chance you that <laughs> most of the people, yeah, I did. Most of the people, if, if we were out and about and had it out, they might even say, oh, Suicide Squad, is that like the movie? And, you know, you kind of get yeah. some things involved. These are the two hot teams. Uh, Just League should always be the hot oh, team. Oh, yeah, it's the but greatest because of the movie, in the, the Suicide Squad. I do think that the Suicide Squad bit is kind of a kind of a sly way to get this Maxwell Lord team in anyway. Right. I don't think that this whole thing really if the Justice League is gonna square off fully with the the uh the Suicide Squad, they're gonna have them locked up oh, very yeah. quickly. Uh, so you have this other team as Chance a sly is way get to get knocked out and then everybody else is yeah. gonna get taken down. You can't have an event Justice League versus Maxwell Lord. So no. this is the way I'd to get them in. <laughs> yeah, I know what well, we would. Uh but I actually have to say if being the first event, also, though it wasn't an event, having read the Monster Men and hating that so much, and I do, I'm telling you, people were wary of this. Like, ooh, I know that the Monster Men wasn't an event, but it was the first big, it was the first crossover. Yeah. It was the first big thing happening, and it was such garbage that I think people were a little wary. And like, I don't know. Yeah, Joshua Williamson, even people that we talk to, people that get fresh, coo, 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 they, they don't. Really liked the Flash book, so there was a lot of things against it, almost like, you know, I, I'm going to wait and see what's going on. I didn't hear a lot of hype for it. Th there should be now. It is good. Oh, it really is. And I'm I understand the setup. This is the, the Joshua setup. Williamson that I've never yes. seen in the yeah. DC universe. This is the Joshua Williamson that I was hoping that we were going to get before. This is a very well-paced story. Uh, he had to do setup, and I think he did it in a more of a clever way than he really yeah. had to. Uh, especially, like I said, Killer Frost, you have to get that neck bomb. They could just Amanda Waller just yell it. Hey, you know, guys, we got these neck bombs. And no, instead of that, you had Harley explaining it to Killer Frost. Frost in a in a natural and it makes type sense, way. She's a, new, she's a new team member. Yes, she's there, and I like that. And also, that also, like you just said too, that also tells people that she just joined the team. Yeah. So it, they did a lot with just that one panel. I thought he did a really good job. It still is a lot of setup. It still is some things were kind of forced into play. You had Batman. Oh, I've been looking into this, and I did this. And you have Amanda Waller, who in that Batman book went to get the files. You said that it was a badass move by Amanda Waller, like, hey, I'm the top dog. It's yeah, also, right. to me, a forced a way for, ba for Batman to get really mad at her. 
Like oh, this yeah. is the the reason Batman is mad at Amanda Waller. The others might be mad about home. this team. He knew about the team and didn't tell anybody about it. So he's no. not that upset about it. He's more <laughs> mad that she walked into his house and just took shit while fucking. I'm telling you, took he a should shit pump. on the carpet. I hope that fucking Alfred gets a, a pay cut. The guy was just fucking dusting. What's Amanda Waller do? comes in. I don't know. The other thing though. Uh, Last time that, he tried to do anything, he got his goddamn hand cut off. Yeah, well, yeah, really. The other thing that I think that it spells out, this would be more in the Batman book side of things, but it did really spell out, too, and even when ba- Batman did whitewash the whole thing with, oh, I was involved with this mission with Amanda Waller, but yeah. she really fucked him. She set totally. him up to die, so he exactly. really he really has a reason to to be mad at Amanda Waller. So we'll see if, if that does play out. I think that that actually is going to hold off and is the reason why he's going to make the JLA. Now, I'm talking out of school, Eric. I'm yeah, telling you, knows? this is not with this, but I do think the reason he sets up the JLA is going to be a thing with the Suicide Squad and all that. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, as a score, the art was awesome. Heavy setup, so I have to go 8-5, but it's a very positive 8-5. Like, oh, almost yeah, a definitely. positive 8-5. Like, this 8-5 could turn into a 9-5 very quickly next week <laughs> if it, shit, you know, we're done with the setup. Let's get into it because I really am intrigued by this villain team. I think they fucking seem awesome. The they Lords look awesome. of Destruction. The Lords of Destruction. Happy Trademark. Yes. How about that Justice League versus Suicide Squad era? Man, it was so good, I would almost call it a spotlight. How about it? Everybody's talking about that book. Who doesn't want to read Justice League vs. Suicide Squad these days? Who doesn't want to read that event book, Eric? Actually, uh, we talked about it then. There wasn't a lot of talk about it. And even after the fact, there are some mails tonight later that will talk about the Justice League vs. Suicide Squad. But really, most of the quote-unquote real spotlight, Eric. Uh, not the searchlight that I thought a spotlight was <laughs> actually a spotlight. Uh, See, the searchlight be... is what I call the digital section that we used to do on this yes, podcast. Yes, searchlight. Uh, because you got to search that shit out to know when it's coming out. You got to search it. But most of the the spotlight this week is on Batman. It's the finale of the I Am Suicide Squad story, and it just it really seemed like it was going to be something big. It didn't come out that way. It didn't end I'm that saying, way, right? Besides for the whole Watchmen being like, you know, and, and their whole rebirth deal, this story arc was the most talked about book, like series, and I think yeah. six months of DC yeah, I Comics. had people messaging me all the time with their theories. And oh, yeah. What do you think of this? And asking we me We spent that. a lot of time just talking about, amongst ourselves about yeah, our yeah. personal theories. Yeah, and it's funny podcast. because, like I said, we do get the books early, so when I read it, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not that hip on this story. And well, I'm I, told you, I don't usually read the books early. Like, uh, even though we would get these on a Friday, yeah. I did not read this. Uh, normally, I don't read it until we do the podcast the next Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I read this right away just because I needed to know what the fuck was going on. And, God and damn. also, I had already told you what I would give it, and you, yeah. pretty, you pretty much agreed. Yeah. I actually I talked to a bunch of people then when it came, and I actually wanted somebody to convince me that it was better than I thought, because I do want to love it, and I just didn't, but we'll just get into it. It's Batman number 13, written by Tom King, art by Michael Yannon, June Chung, and Clayton Cowles. I, I took my time on these uh, these blurbs this week. Oh. I, I hope that you can tell the care that I took, okay? Okay. The I Am Suicide arc is over, and I can only feel disappointed as Batman's plan is revealed to be a whole lot simpler than I ever expected. I love the art of Michael Yen, and overall character work by Tom King was really good, but the plan? 
it was less Ocean's Eleven and more like Ocean's One and a Half. <laughs> <laughs> that was my dumb joke. That's we know the that joke. Ba- we know that Batman prepares for everything. But it didn't prepare me for the letdown that this issue was, Eric. Ooh, Boom. I, I wonder why we don't end up on the books when they're uh, traded out. You don't, you don't know why we're not on the back of the trades. <laughs> why not? Why can't we be? Uh, yeah. Th- this issue, I don't know. Uh, I was told that Tom Kim was getting a lot of accolades on his Twitter page about how it, this blew my mind. And it blew my mind too. It blew yeah, my mind that I, it was this simple. Was that a complimentary tweet? I don't know what no, talking they were, about they were, they were kissing his ass. People, you'll always get, you go to Brian Hitch's thing, people are claiming that this is their Justice League. I don't want to meet those people. people. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, the art in this, this issue's art is great to me. There are oh, some yeah. confusing bits, though. I'm telling you right away, before we even go into tit for tat of it, the Bronze Tiger bits are very confusing to me. At points, I can't even grip what he is really doing until you really just sit there and think it's, you know, he rips a grape, but that's very confusing. He comes out of the water, but then the next panel, it looks like they're walking right over the thing that he seems to have come out of. I, we'll get into it, but uh, in general, though, I'm saying the art is great. The art really is, right? It's my favorite part of the book. Yeah, it's, it is the best part. It, it opens, you see Wesker there. It's, you know, you're reminded, yep, he's just standing there. He's he still told, standing there because Catwoman told him to. Yep, he was told to stand there and he is. Uh, and then you see, and you're getting, you're getting the bits and pieces of the players there. You see Punch and Julie being taken. And I said to you, I like Your this because slashed. I said to you, what are they going to do? Because they're dead bodies. They're going to get rid of these bodies. And yeah, they put them on a conveyor belt that they're going to fucking incinerate them. Yeah. They're going to incinerate those bodies. So you see that. And then you see what I told you. Bronze Tiger is waking up what appears to be a bunch of people being held. I don't know what you have to do in Santa Prisca, yeah, to Santa Prisca to get arrested. But these are probably some badass guys, right? I don't know. Maybe they're just like Venom addicts. Yeah, maybe. But he's there and he tries to pull up this great. great. And he can't. Yeah. He can't do it. Um and then you go and see Batman, who's pretty much a broken down, physically broken, with uh, Bane there in his thinking position. We still sit. We think that he's sitting Dick's on hanging. a cr- He's on a toilet made of skulls, it looks like. That's how I sit there on the toilet. I That's my thinking <laughs> time. Uh, right next to him is a cross-legged right sitting, yeah, sitting there, uh, psycho pirate. And this is where one of the things throws me off. And it's one of the biggest parts of this issue of, of why is Psycho Pirate there? Why? He's just hanging would, because last we saw why, he was at fucking D block. Why wouldn't he be in D block? Batman is spelled out to Bane. That's the reason he's there. I have yeah. come. Is this him taunting like, oh, you want that? Here we go. He's right here. You can't have him. Never says anything like that. I don't know if, if Bane. I imagine he's there because Bane just wants to put a whammy on him at some point too. Yeah, but he doesn't and no, never doesn't. even tries to. He doesn't even try to. He can this whole time. Why doesn't Bane do that right now? Hey, pirate, psycho pirate, do your thing. Make make Batman afraid, and then the, the whole plan's make him done. Shoot his pants. It's gonna be yeah, great. The, the thing's done. He doesn't though. He doesn't do anything to him. And in fact, it's it's after the fact where Psycho Pirate's just watching as the plan unfolds. There's no reason Bane, a tactical genius, should ever have the thing that Batman is there to get right next to him. And what gets me, what I was hinting at before, Bronze Tiger at the end says. Jesus Christ, this should be impossible. We made Batman made Bane bring out Psycho Pirate and just leave him right for us. And I thought to myself, yeah, you know what? That's stupid. 
There's no way that this guy would do this. This is what he claims is the most important thing. Before Venom was the most important thing in his life, now it's Psycho Pirate. He brings him out of a holding cell to sit with him so when Batman shows up, he's there because Batman wants to get him. It's so stupid. Plus, he is he can't possibly fully, even if Catwoman sliced the throats of Julie and and uh, Punch. Punch. Yeah. Why is he letting her just, you know, you can say because she's sexy or whatever. She's just sitting there with her arm around him. And then, why is he so trusting of her to be Dude, behind you, him all the time? You're talking about that. I just want to know that whole time where Batman's going through Santa Prisca, taking on all the goddamn soldiers that the, the island yeah. has. What are they doing? They're just sitting there. Are they making small talk at least? Like, why would you just stand around? And you mean just bang Catwoman and Psycho Pyro? Yeah, that's, they're yeah, just I sitting know. there. I'm like, because this, do you got a this TV or something? What's going everything on? Everything in this, and I, I expect more from Tom King. Everything, can't even sit in silence with my girlfriend, for Everything is these scenes that, I'm telling you, they don't really add up. Uh, we'll get with the Bronze Tiger bit, too. That doesn't add up. I said, you have then, you switch to this thing that's going to set up the Justice League versus Suicide Squad book with Amanda Waller just waltzing into the Batcave. Uh, I'm one of the people who think this is off. I don't like to think that she could do that. I would think there's security I d- I measures. I do like to think that she can do that and she can override the security but measures. But how is she going to override something she knows nothing about? She doesn't I, I know. Think- I'm just saying, she working with Argus and the Task Force X and all that, I think she has the capabilities to override pretty much anything, which is going to keep it close then, to the vest. But that's the whole thing, then. Then if she's mad now in this uh, in the Just League versus Suicide Squad, she should be able to just press a button and the fucking watchtower blow up. Or she should just be able to go wherever she wants. There are parts of the DCU that Argus would not be able to access. To me, one of them would be the Batcave. Batman, that's his whole being is nobody getting into that back cave really and it has happened and yeah. shit has gone wrong but for this for alfred to just stand there and go oh you know what if he was here no alfred walk away and press a button and a fucking missile like i said there would be things in place for if somebody like this got in there i it say just, last time somebody was in the back cave that wasn't supposed to be alfred got his hand cut off he's not yeah. doing shit i'm saying he's just standing there though he's letting it happen he's just letting her go alfred looks like the biggest pussy and just what does he after this? He calls Batman. Oh, you know what happened, sir? Oh, she was in here. I didn't know what to do. It just to me, it's such a forced setup because you're supposed to see that and, and think like you said. Oh my God, Amanda Waller can do whatever she wants. Damn now right, Batman's boss real. move. You have to have a reason for Batman to go after, her, and that's the reason is that she broke into the Batcave to steal files, and we hey, said it already. Hey, that's a good reason to go after somebody. Well, we she said is, it already. She, she All is she's this going fucking in. top shit that she but can do what, it. What does she think she's doing stealing these files? We talked about it in the Justice League versus Suicide Squad. She's getting his research that he found out about the Suicide Squad. Like I said, you don't think he has backups all over the place? You don't think that he's made, you know, the, Batman doesn't just do crazy shit and not have it. It's so stupid to me. I thought she went in to get files on the Justice League. It's mm-hmm. what I thought she was going to do because she want, she knew that they were going to fight her or whatever. She wanted to get some toxic, top secret information, whatever. For her to just break into the Batcave and invite Batman, who really, if you want to say, she thinks he's going to die. But yeah. really, all she is doing is inviting him to be pissed. And she said the big revelation of this is that she set all this up. Everything in Santa Prisco with the freaking psycho pirate and all, it was all part of her plan all along. And she wanted crazy. Batman to go and get killed. Again, I, I just think that whole thing's off. I, I don't, I didn't like it as it much. It feels so off to have psycho. First off, you have Hugo Strange who gets psycho pirate 
who then uses the pirate to uh, trade with uh, Bane for Venom so he can make his monster men, which gets us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is a freaking gigantic kind of set piece. I, I don't know. I don't get the idea. I'm going to get Hugo Strange. I'm going to allow him to have Psycho Pirate so he can get Venom. Like I, my mind does not go there. Maybe hers does. Well, it's just a strange like, a set that, of events. It's even worse because she got Psycho Pirate and Hugo Strange and then let them go out into Gotham knowing that they were going to kill people and try to yeah. escape because she wasn't part of the whole Venom deal. He was already gone, but she must have given him, in my mind, like a whisper in the ear. You know what? You could probably get some Venom for the. It's just the whole thing doesn't well, like she tie just walks by, well. is all passive aggressive. Hey, you, you're looking kind of weak there, Hugo. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna get me some venom. I'm, I'm gonna fucking you, show her. As as a whole, just looking back at it, like like you just said, everything to me seems off. The whole setup <laughs> and to, just to get Batman to go to Santa Prisca to fight Bane and hopefully die so that she could break into the the Batcave and get fun. If Batman's dead, those files mean nothing anyway. Yeah, it's, they really don't. And well, he has I other bad people that could show up yeah, and like, but you know, still, take that you information. Don't think that, you don't think that if these files were important to him, he doesn't already if he hasn't already sent them to Dick Grayson, or you know, hey, don't open this until I tell you something like that. He has backup things. You don't think that he has something in the watchtower or whatever, but whatever. I think I, I, just, I think he has a hologram that'll show up and talk to everybody about mother. No, he does. He has that. So yeah, we're gonna get that. But yeah, in the meantime, Batman's there. With Bane, and Bane says, hey, listen, you know, I I physically beat the shit out of you. Now I'm going to fucking talk to you and and tell you how it is. I'm going to mentally break you down and what this whole thing is. And it goes goes a little too... Uh, simply in with his whole letter to Selena as well of how how they deal with things and how oh, yeah. being Batman's suicide. Well, Bane you really says, are. Yeah, Bane says, "Listen, we're all, me and you are the same. We're going after monsters. We want to find that monster who's finally going to kill us." Uh, and to him, Bane, that would have been Batman. That was yeah. Batman, and even Batman though Batman never Bane. killed, but whatever. And, yeah, and again, yeah. Uh, but the meantime, I do like this, but it, it is a very by now. In comics, it is a cliched idea of the, you know, back and forth between a hero needing a villain and vice versa. We've seen it all before. Um, the, the way this whole story is, this whole I am suicide arc comes off to me as a little bit of, uh, smoke and mirrors of yeah. a very, very simple story. And again, this is where you're, you're leaving this. And I do, I even said it already. I do like the, the character work of Batman. Now, in the meantime, I don't. When, I I, did. I just like I'm seeing you, him. I, the whole thing. I like the letter. I like the yeah, idea of like this whole Selena's this whole psychology. Telling you, I think whole, Selena's like, letter. Selena's but, letter said a lot about him as well. So I, understand, I, I like those. I, I understand two. the letter section. I'm sorry. These were two issues though of something we started out with. Batman had a mantra where "Give me what I want, I'm going to break your goddamn yeah, back." Yeah. Over and over, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I'm telling you, but that that doesn't ruin any character work. It was just he was saying something. I'm saying, there was, I'm saying we had this background through a letter. We don't actually get to see any of it, but what we do get to see is Batman go through repeating this fucking phrase over and over again, and it doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. Well, I'm saying there's two issues of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, this whole arc seems longer than it was. It's only five issues. I know. I saw and, this I Am Suicide Part 5. I'm like, that's weird. Only yeah, five And parts. even just this whole thing with Bane, that's, that's a pretty good character deal. You're getting more from Bane. I know I've heard a lot of people yelling like, oh, I want the, the venomed up Bane. That's my Bane. That, you know, and you probably want it as well. But I did say, though, I can understand trying to do something different yeah, with the character. You know, diff- it this makes is sense something to me, different. And it's giving when we have the more, character sitting yeah. on naked on a throne of skulls the entire time, that doesn't yeah. do it for me. Well, it doesn't. It's just, he's just sitting there. Now, yeah, again. That's all he's doing. And again, though, 
this is all back up for what uh, what you saw in the March solicits. Our Bane's back all venomed up, and that's oh, yeah. how it ends. So this is the part with Bane. It's I think it's here. number one. I think it's so people want Bane back because really when you get a Bane story, if Bane just showed up, Batman punched him a couple times, jumped over him, pulled the fucking you know, tubes, tubes out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People would be like, Jesus Christ. Well, or Bane shows up, I'm going to break Batman's back because that's all we get. At least we're getting some sort of setup and we're getting a behind-the-scenes – character work of bane that you you see, see bane we, needs something bane to me in this is a lot like we said with uh uh black man in the suicide squad book in the new 52 uh it was hey aquaman when forever evil happened and aquaman was supposed to be dead a uh, black man lost his way didn't know what yeah, he had nothing to do suicide squad. you see now that bane just needs to have this thing in his life he had venom then he has Psycho Pirate. Well, now Psycho Pirate's gone. He's going to go up and he's going to need to do this again when he goes after Batman. That's his monster that he's going after. I don't mind that. It is weird. He's just sitting on fucking I'm sorry, skulls. We talked about this earlier this week where we consider this Bane just sitting naked on the fucking throne of skulls. kind of like new Coke. This is here. Yeah. So when you get the people actual Bane back, people, yep. oh, my God, how much yeah. I missed old I, Bane. That's, that's my whole theory is you yeah. have this Bane here only because when he comes back as this normal Bane, nobody's like, oh, here we go again with Bane. Then we I'm always up see with a Bane like mask. All right. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you want this to happen. Dick's not hanging. Cool. It. I also think that's also part of the setup with Selena where Selena, oh, I killed all these people. That's not my Selena, Kyle. So yeah. when eventually it's proven that she didn't do that. It makes it all that much better. People can sit back and be like, that's right. I told everybody that wasn't my Selena, and I was right. But now I also have a little bit of a pet peeve, though, with people saying, oh, I don't really feel like rating this issue because I don't think it's over, and I think this arc is just a beginning. No, this is an arc. It is the finale of an arc. It's spelled out. This arc will take us into another story. It's a continuation with a different arc, but this is one arc. Well, the next two issues are the quote-unquote rooftops uh, arc with him and Selena. Yes, that may spell out a little more things, but this is the arc. This is what we're reviewing, and Tom King is usually better than this where you get a finale, and you're like, holy shit, this is great. Uh, This is not the issue. Bane, and at this point is beating the shit out of Batman as we see the continuation of what's going on with the other people in the the team. You see Wesker, he's just sitting there still, he's waiting. But that's where you see uh, Bronze Tiger, Venom, I need Venom, I can pay now, and now. I'm telling you, when I first saw this, I did not think it was any part of any plan. We have already established that Bronze Tiger has been taking Venom. I thought he was going through withdrawal and that was it. But it turns out he needs the Venom now just so he can fucking inject yeah, himself well, and you hear, to have the strength the, to rip the goddamn grade yeah. off. And with that, like, there's the plan. Okay, you're going to get arrested. There's going to be a grate that you can't rip off. Why was he even fucking with it then? That's the you thing. You know like, what I mean? Was he all, I'm telling you, did the plan take a little bit too long? Like, he was on Venom? Well, he did say, off? he did say at the one point when he shows up and he's like, hey, sorry, I'm late. Maybe the whole thing was he wasn't supposed to get Venom at this point. He was supposed to just get in there, be strong enough to pull that grate off, and he couldn't. So that is him improvising. But like I said, what is he paying with? Because to though, me, you would, when he's you would, passed uh, yeah, out, they have are no taking idea. everything. It just, it just, it, all of a sudden with the venom and the I can pay now, y- y- there's so many questions with that. Like, why does a guy who's imprisoned have venom? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, why would this be allowed, especially in a place where the quote unquote sire or lord of the realm here has <laughs> dropped venom and has sworn it off? 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, if he doesn't want any goddamn junkies in his goddamn you place. Know how he, he, he would fucking somebody, right away. When somebody quits something, they were like, want to tell you how great it oh, is. Oh, yeah. They quit. Yeah. Oh, he you would, do this? You're yeah. wrong. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're in jail, but wouldn't they have taken the venom? It's just weird that he yells Funny, like, that. I quit, I quit smoking every two weeks for a couple of days. And I want to tell everybody how bad smoking is. Yeah, 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 you're <laughs> telling everybody. But yeah, in the meantime, you look, and it's funny, uh, Batman is getting the shit kicked out of him at this point by Bane. He's just, he's body slamming him, he's going to town, and you see, Selena's just looking there, she's bored, She and she really is, by the art. Of course she is, she's she been is standing there for bored. hours in my and mind. Psycho Pirate, on the other side, the way it's drawn, he just looks sad, they're yeah. just waiting. He's got nothing and, to do, of course he's yeah, sad. Yeah, and you see, then Bronze Tiger, he gets the venom, he's escaping then you see the craziest thing. It's when Punch and Julie, you know, reveal that they are alive. Well, even and, before we that, like in, in the book, like we have Bane just beating the shit out of yeah, Batman. He's, he's doing this whole like monologue about why we do what we do. Yeah. And it's like, if you want me to end, you just tell me what you want. Just, yeah. just tell me, Batman. Yeah. And at this point, Batman's like, I want, I want, I want to break your damn back, yeah. which takes me back to the whole thing. In my mind, reading this line, this is what Batman wants. We're almost taking this whole thing from Nightfall, where Bane broke Batman's back. He's been holding a grudge ever yeah, since. For some grudge. reason, he is taking it out now. Like, all of a yeah. sudden, this was supposed to be about solving Gotham Girl's problems because she was affected by Psycho Pirate. Now it's become that he was, you know, trying to take care of a grudge that he's had for well, years yeah. now. It's weird. And, and right, right before that, that is where Bane is telling him, listen, I thought it was Venom that was going to make me better. But it's not. It's Psycho Pirate. He makes me better. You know, he makes me think I'm brave and happy. The whole thing that he has yeah. repeated over and over again. Like, everybody keeps repeating themselves. And like you said, I want to break your damn back. At one point, that actually, if you hadn't heard it at all until now, would have been a pretty kick-ass line. Yeah, it would have been, been like, really badass. I he like the, still the mad, battle. But it has been, I like Batman's said, face right next to Bane's. Yeah. yeah, and it's been said over and over. It's kind of almost like you say something too much, it loses its meaning. But also, like you said, you mentioned Gotham Girl, and one of my biggest problems, I told you this at work, is as we've gone, as we've gone on in these five issues, you've kind of even forgotten. Not, nobody's forgotten that he's there to try to, to cure Gotham Girl. But in the book itself, it seems like nobody cares about it. You know what I mean? That that's yeah. not even the care. Now, all of a sudden, it seems that Batman is only there to break Bane's back. And now is Or this you don't know, even do this whole thing with Selina, but it really just yeah. has put Gotham Girl on the back burner completely. And I'm telling you, for the most part, it's even put Psycho Pirate on the back burner. Now, Definitely. because of what he said all the time, now it just seems like he's just there to break backs. And, yeah... And this is where you get Selena with the talk, but before that, you do see the plan, quote-unquote plan, coming to be. There is Bronze Tiger ripping off the grate. That's fine. Crawling through the sewer, all ending frame-like, right? And that's where Punch and Julie, they wake up. They're going to be in the incinerator. They're talking nonsense. Like anybody who – I've even seen people like, oh, man, they're hilarious. They're just insane. They, yeah, they weren't, you know. nothing for me. I'm telling you, they're just talking fucking nonsense because we all know – Julie has been in goddamn Arkham for, what, two years now? And fucking Punch has been in fucking Punch Santa Prisco locked Santa up. Prisco for two there years. is no so background to no. the talk they're having. No, when she says, nonsense. I'm returning the skirt I got last weekend, maybe you can say to me that they're reverting two years back. No, it's just nonsense. They're crazy. They're fucking crazy. And just, hey, I'm returning that skirt. Oh, why? That looks good on you. Oh, you think everything looks good on me. You're no good. But in the meantime, their big plan then is to have this 
you know, Batman-supplied bubble gum that they're going to blow big bubbles. It's going to pop around them, and it is flame retardant, and it get, so they're not going to burn as they go through this incinerator. This and is then the out the back of the incinerator into the ocean. Into the ocean where they're going to use the gum again to make a boat. That I is the plan. I just don't understand. It's just – it's okay. It's is it? not – I don't. People seem they, to think it's they are they are wrapped up in a flame retardant bubble gum. I see people gum saying that this part is hilarious and then blow up into a yeah. rubber raft. Yeah. I don't understand. I'm telling you, we in my mind, this is almost the equivalent of the campy Batman, which like bat shark repellent. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. we get to this point from what we've been dealing with Batman for and the last so, six years. So basically, as we go down the whole deal, when when people are revealed, we'll say that Punch and Julie are there as a Escape as a way. No, they were no. That before that, they were there to pretend they're dead so that Bane will trust Selena to stand there. That was their yeah. main deal. And then because of that, it's going to lead into them being incinerated into the ocean. They're going to survive that, and they're the escape plan with the boat. Now you say the boat part; it doesn't make any sense because when the plan comes to that point, Batman could have blown himself a fucking bubble and made a boat. So you know what I'm saying? They're just part he of that had plan anything. at that moment. They could have had a boat. That yeah. fucking, at one point, Wesker's walking around with a goddamn backpack that could have had a fucking inflatable boat that you'd have it or whatever. Uh, but yeah, basically, they are only there as a decoy to pretend they're dead so Selena will be trusted. It seems to me, again, I don't know why Psycho Pirate, to me, or not Psycho Pirate, Bane, when Selena does that, remember, hey, they're going to kill me anyway. I want out. You're going to give me money and a boat I'm gonna or a plane. I'm going to get out. Why hasn't she gotten that yet? Bane doesn't I don't know. seem she's to be. She's got to sit around while he's fucking naked. Yeah, it's just she's just sitting around. To me, there's no plus for Bane to ever keep Selena alive with them because no. even if this whole thing wasn't a he plan, he knows that she's associated with the Bat and yeah. she can't be trusted. And and in this whole point, even if he kills Batman, he kills everybody's dead. Like we think they're you know she's he a thinks thief, they're Jim. dead. You can't dead. trust a thief. And then, but he still has to pay her. She already yeah. said, "I want money and a plane." Why would he even care to have her I don't around? Give a she fuck about you. Neck. Get out of here, Catwoman. Yeah, he should have snapped her neck by now. It's just ridiculous. But all through this whole thing, you see Wesker. He's just standing there. And uh, that's where you get Bronze Tiger. Now, Bronze Tiger is there to escape from prison with Venom. Maybe that wasn't all part of the plan. And go get Wesker. Uh, and bring him to the fucking around. throne room. And break him out and bring him into the throne room. Uh, in the meantime, Catwoman keeps saying to Batman, who is pretty broken. He's the shit is kicked out of my nose. Oh, yeah. He's fought a thousand he's, he's guys. He's got a suplex from a naked guy. Yeah, and he's fought already fought a, fought a thousand guys. So they're there. And uh, Bane's like, I want to be your monster. And that's where Selena's like, Bat? Not yet. Now? Not yet. Why? We said it earlier. Why isn't Bane turning around and saying, okay, I, I see what's going on here. Like, she was part of this plan uh, half a day ago yeah. and then turned on Batman. And then all of a sudden's going, Bat? Bat? Now? And All no, right, Cat. Not what? yet. And then, yeah, that's when she, she says, Bat, and he says, all right, break him. All right, cat. And she, and he goes, what? And he turns around. He's already half turned around. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. got the whip going. It looks like she's, you know, she's not right on top of him at that point. Plus, she's leaving. I know this is getting nitpicky with the art, but the way this is set up with Tom King, it seems like everything should be covered. She is in midair on one hand. The next thing you know, she's springing and hitting him in the back with her foot. Why isn't he turning around by then? It really is, and all it is is a setup for Selena to break his back. 
and it just doesn't and then seem I'm telling right. You, with that whole thing where she breaks his back, I don't know why it bothers me because I don't know. I just feel like we should be taking this more seriously than Tom King seems to with the bubble gum and shit like that. Yeah. But she has to say meow. As yeah, she does meow. Me. God damn it. But it, just the whole thing is Bane to me just seems like a moron. This whole thing, the plan isn't a plan like, oh my God, Batman thought of everything. To me, the plan is Bane's retarded. He's yeah. let all of this happen. Uh, so now you have him out of commission, where it's funny too, because at one point he's just there. No, he's there. And then all of a sudden he's knocked out. He's out cold from saying no to him just falling out. He's out. And, and, and he just what, went, he, you know, went unconscious because of the goddamn pain of having his but, fucking back broken. I'm telling you, I, I don't even If that's that indeed that, what happened, yeah, we do see a crack. That, I don't know. It doesn't even look like that would be something to break I your back. I couldn't even tell you if Batman had his back broken in the series because he was able to put it right back well, in the place. Well, now it seems like he has a disjointed back. But yeah, yeah if, if I'm there and you kick me in the back like that because it's not a surprise because he turns around and goes, what? If you kick me, I think I'm just going to go forward and fall down. There's nothing stopping well, that momentum the is, from the, 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 there is because she fucking whipped him around the neck and pulled it back. Oh, so. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, I'm wrong there. It just again, though, he let this happen. He sees her with that. It just it doesn't, it doesn't jive with me right. either. But he's out. That's where Bronze Tiger shows up with Wesker because he went and said, hey, yo, what's going on? Catwoman told me to stay here. Well, now come with me. OK, I'll come with you. And they go. And there, here's Wesker's point. So now we have Bronze Tiger whose main job was to also to get Wesker. He was also part of that decoy thing with Catwoman because she knocked him out by stomping his head. So that was another part of it. But that he was supposed to go get Wesker. It's OK. Uh, Wesker, though, again, I don't know. I can't say I'm an expert of Psycho Pirate. I'm not an ex- expert with Wesker. It seems like Psycho Pirate's ability is a little bit beyond uh, Wesker having Scarface say, no, no. That's the whole thing. The Medusa mask should be able to take care of this. You know, yeah. and the, even Wesker at this point is off to me because I always go back to the old continuity for when Wesker was uh, released by Bane in the dark, uh, the Nightfall series. Yeah. And he could not find Scarface. So he could not have Scarface as a persona. He yep. got, he grabbed a sock and we created a new persona, Sacco, until he found Scarface. Yeah. Here, Scarface just manifests as his hand. I'm like, that doesn't feel right to me. You need well, that whole physical persona of the puppet in order to have this. And this is what's weird because he has a backpack. He has yeah, it. He I, takes I, I, it off. He takes it off and actually looks like he's rooting through it at one point. How great would it have been if he had Scarface with him the whole time? That's if what that's I expected. What Batman, if Batman got him, gave him this and said, listen, you know, I know you have problems with this guy. Don't bring him out until this, whatever. Well, it's not like Batman's doing many favors by not doing this because he's already fucked up his goddamn no, re- rehabilitation I, with all so this nonsense. It's so weird, though. I, I don't know if this was a mistake because why does he have – he legitimately says, okay, he's taking the backpack off as if there's something in that backpack. and But there isn't. He just, he's rooting through it. Maybe it's supposed to be like, oh my God, he's getting him out. And then it's just the hand. But to me... And I also had a problem too, because Scarface does come out and the, like, you know, he's talking through his hand as yeah, Scarface. Yeah, yeah. And I really wish it was the old continuity too, because I really like the idea where Wesker could not uh, pronounce B's without moving his yeah, lips, yeah. so they became G's. I was looking yeah. for that here and didn't get it either. I was a little yeah, disappointed. Yeah, and in fact, that was at the one point where we thought maybe Wesker was kind of controlling Batman. When you know we had weird ideas, but we were looking for that G thing before it never came yeah. in. He even says, "I've been keeping quiet." Uh, it would have been pretty cool if he's doing it. Uh, and maybe that's a hint that he isn't. It's weird though, no, because he's like not you said, the theories anymore. I know. And the thing is, 
psycho pirate this all of this should be nonsense it doesn't matter who, what's going on with you hey you're not controlling this tub of lard only i get to do it i'm fucking sick of this bullshit no psycho See? pirate's power just goes above that you, you know what i mean i'm telling you though at that point in my mind you that like i was talking about with one of my early theories is where wesker is there because if uh psycho pirate tries to control him he could push it off to another persona yes, and not yes. himself Yes, and so does, if Scarface is indeed here in the case and is the persona, he is still saying it to this person. So Scarface should be afraid. Yes, Scarface should be. Oh no, I, you know, don't do this to me. But it, but he doesn't seem to be. No. And the other thing is, to me, um, I don't know. I don't know the background between, say, the ventriloquist and Psycho Pirate. Maybe this is something that happened before. Yeah, I've never seen um, it. How would Batman know this? Like, everybody's like, oh, I get it. Wesker's the one he can't control. How could Batman know that? How did Batman think? Because it doesn't seem logical anyway. So how would he full out be 100% positive to say, okay, I need Wesker in this because he can't be controlled by the – it would be such a wacky theory to hear Batman say at the beginning, we'll get Wesker because he has this other persona, Scarface, so that means Psycho Pirate can't control him. And the Medusa mask being right. a mythical thing, I mean, uh, like a mystical thing, could not possibly. But no, Batman, you don't know anything about yeah, the that's, Medusa mask. It just seems off. And also, you want to say anything? You say that you want a uh, psycho pirate to actually make Wesker, Wesker himself, petrified. Oh, no, I don't know. Hey, what are you doing, you tub of lard? You shouldn't be fucking scared. Like, go that route, too. Yeah. And it, I would have been okay. That all of a sudden that brought Scarface out, who isn't afraid, and then can still punch exactly. Psycho Pirate. Uh, but I still have just... a problem because Scarface isn't physically there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the problem here is that Scarface isn't there. But also Wesker is there to not be controlled and then punch out Psycho Pirate, which is just bizarre. And then Bronze Tiger finishes his duty by punching out Wesker, which I thought was a little over the top. <laughs> I'm telling you. He's I'm just, Bronze Tiger just broke that old man's face. He's just there with, with Scarface now. Uh, he does not need to be knocked out. Maybe they just thought he'd be annoying. They, they yeah. don't like that old-timey uh, James Tagney talking fucking <laughs> Scarface. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Plan's over. You have Wesker, Psycho Pirate, and Bane completely knocked out. And that's where Bronze Tiger says, oh, my God. This should be impossible. We got Bane to voluntarily bring out the pirate. Then we took the pirate from him. What made yeah, him right, bring Bronze out Tiger. the pirate? What made him bring him out? No idea. Nothing. Nothing did. I, I'm telling you, I, I still go back to the point where Batman was in the ceiling previously yeah. and then left to go all the way back around and start from the why, beginning. Why not have something as simple as Selena saying, you know, it'd be funny, Bane. When when Bane, when Batman shows up, you should get Psycho Pirate out here, and we'll fuck with him. We'll, we'll or make even him if think he had, he's afraid. Even if he had one of the, like Punch and Julie go in and actually go to D Block and try to take him out, and then yeah. the Catwoman goes and kills him and says, "Hey, you might want to keep him yeah, with you." Might want to keep him. I'm telling you. Or if if it was one of those, hey, is there any way that you could have Psycho Pirate help me out, like he helped you out and make me seem brave and happy? Okay, I'll get him. Oh no, Batman's the pirate on. was hey, just brought out for yeah, no reason. Yeah, and then just Catwoman say like, well. Let's take care of Batman first, and then we can do it. Just something for him to be And then Bane just yells out, don't tell me my business, devil woman. Yeah, really, but he seems to let her just hang around. I don't know. They they blow up a wall, and out there is Punch and Julie in the bubblegum raft. 
And what the other thing? It's you going down nit- again. <laughs> you want me to nitpick again? Uh, that wrap does not seem big enough to to accommodate more no, people, it, but it, it is it a bubblegum wrap there. It fits just for those two. It looks Ooh, like we're going down Gumdrop Lane, Eric, on oh. the rubber, the bubblegum wrap. So ridiculous. Like you said, you have an issue where you have some pretty goddamn serious things. Yeah. And, and even art. This itself. was called I Am Suicide. Yeah. We're doing some like heavy duty For shit in sakes, the fucking psychology just, of Batman. Just a, yeah, just and a, it all becomes an a issue, goddamn joke. An issue again. He was telling Selena in a letter that I do think was never delivered, but uh I was gonna kill myself. And now yeah. you have a bubblegum wrath. And oh. before he goes to Down, I don't know about lane. you. I don't know about you. I thought it was off where Batman's about to leave and then has to stop and then taunt Bane. Yeah. It just didn't seem right to me. And he did taunt him with the exact thing he said. It's great trash talk. You know, throw it right in the guy's face. But he says, hey, before you're tempted to come back and find me to seek out your monster. I actually, listen. I don't mind this. Yeah, I, think I, d- this I don't probably, like it. This it's is just, probably my favorite part of the book. Is it because all this does is get him even more pissed to come back? Th- yeah, I'm okay is, with it, though, it, especially because I know it's going to lead into it. I like this idea of this Batman just walking away, just, you know, making sure that Bane knows I beat you. Yeah, I, I don't even think it, it was him beating him. I just think he was like, because really, uh, he he left him just the way he left. It, it didn't have any closure for me at all. All it did was get him pissed off as if he wanted him to go back on Venom. That's what it seemed to me, because he basically said... Like, hey, fuck you. You know what you said to me? Well, now I have Psycho Pirate. Don't come looking for me because, you know, you could be that. <laughs> and leaves and Bane immediately starts yelling for Venom. To me, oh, yeah. that's just lighting a fire on why would you do this? You just leave. Just fucking be Batman who just is miserable and doesn't have to taunt and leaves. He put himself down exactly what he was saying. I thought it was off. I didn't like it at all. I, I actually – that probably put my score down a bunch because it just angered me that it didn't seem like something Batman would do. Uh, it just I don't know, it feels like something me. Batman would do to me. What's that? It does feel like something Batman do would do. I've seen many instances when... where he has walked away after beating somebody and just, you know, puts that little exclamation point yeah, of the fact that like he just This is an exclamation point. This is just him basically taunting him with exactly what Bane thought was important to him yes. and throwing it in his face. I, when Even when uh, he, him and the Joker died. In the, yeah. uh, it, he didn't taunt him. He just said, "Listen, you're lying or not." They didn't. There was no joking or or yelling. I, just, I don't know, like that. And like even with the uh, death of the family, where he was telling the Joker, "Look, I know who you are," and shit like that. It just seemed like this thing that Batman yeah. does to me. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I disagree. And also, the whole thing about it is this fucking plan was so stupid. Oh God, I hate the goddamn plan. He's, he's taunting him about it. He's basically taunting him. Hey, I'm better than you. Look at my plan. You know, I right from under your face, I did this, and it just. Yeah, it just threw me off because they go, they get in the fucking boat, and they're going to go off. Hey, I have a... I'm going to uh, go to the bat sub. I have a bat sub. Oh, you have a sub? You see fucking Psycho Pirate knocked out. The fucking thing is big now. They're they're hanging out, and this is Psycho where they Psycho Pirate say, Wesker just hanging over the side of the raft. Yeah, and they say, uh, hey, uh, what are we going to do? Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get Wesker in a more progressive facility. Bronze Tiger will be released on parole. Why? He's not... Know. He's a goddamn assassin is what he is. Why would you the do thing. this? He got arrested... For doing bad things. Yes, yeah. we know that when they said, oh, he said he was part of this organization or that organization, uh, and they, they disavowed him. They, they're not going to What gonna you do anything. is you release him from Arkham and put him back in the Blackgate. Yeah, yeah, it seemed weird. He's still a killer. Uh, yeah. Punch and Joy. He is uh, the worst out of all of these characters. That's the other thing that this is where you go into Punch, which it seems weird. He was in Santa Prisca. Yeah. He got out. 
And yet he now is going to be in Arkham. And they say he'll, rem- you know, Punch and Julie will remain in Arkham. He wasn't in Arkham. He was well, the thing is, I'm prison. sure he, there are some outstanding warrants for Punch's Who arrest. Knows? It, it, but wouldn't there be for Bronze Tiger? Uh, yeah, somebody's yeah. going to get him paroled, though. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You're, you, one of them, it just doesn't seem we know. We don't know anything about what they're in for anyway, so nothing really goes well. But, yeah, they're going to be in Arkham now, and they get to visit each other uh, once, once a month. month. So they yeah. get to fuck once a month. And then Selena, who, again, according to the law, has <laughs> killed way more people than any of these uh they he he's very vague on it because yeah, uh, who knows but they they get the kiss to have the pain go away that was set up They're like hey we can't do this i know we can't but you know that would be impossible whatever and that's where you finish with bane waking up and yelling for venom <laughs> he wants his venom back his guys finally break in uh and he venom, venom. That's um, what, venom. Well, i'm sorry i like it too it's like venom I'm like well, yeah. sorry, sorry, what, I couldn't quite hear it, Venom. What's that? I didn't quite, Venom! Yeah, and then the next is like, I'm sorry, I sold it to this black fellow that was in prison. We don't have any left. <laughs> sir, sir, we got up, we gave all the Venom Go to that strange Hugo doctor. Strange. Exactly. Yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm telling you, I was so disappointed. And there was a lot of reasons. And yeah, like you said, you liked that ending. I didn't even like that ending because to me, the Batman taunting Bane was also taunting me and almost trying to <laughs> say in the end that he was better. It's I, the I only time that better. actually felt like a Batman that I recognized in I'm this just book. I'm telling you, it's just to me, he was gloating over something that really was not a great plan. And he really had less to do with this plan being uh, perfected or, or coming out that way than any of the other people. You know, all he did was get his ass kicked. Constantly. That's all he really did. His oh, part of the plan. Out, you're gonna break your damn back. Yeah, his part of the plan was yelling one line and getting his ass kicked. I guess you can say that the ass kicking uh, was centered on him, so the rest can go and do their thing. But whatever. But yeah, I gave it a six out of ten. I, I really like the art, but the issue itself—it was such a letdown. It really was, and. Yeah, I'm hoping that it, it gets better and maybe we find some answers leading from this. God, I hope as, so. As a, a finale of an arc and an arc that seemed very intriguing. I'm telling you, tell you, an arc that was so good. I, I want to say it was intriguing. It wasn't giving us anything. Well, and we were hoping beyond it, hope that yeah. the finale would answer well, all of and, our and questions because of how confusing it well, was. And not even just confusing. It's Tom King. If this was Brian Hitch and we were going to this last issue, I'd say, we're not going to fucking learn anything. Yeah. Fuck you. And we never would. This was Tom King. So as each issue went and we got no answers, it became... Oh my God, he is gonna fucking blow our minds. We were analyzing panels, trying to put something together. Then you get to the third issue, and you, oh my God, this is gonna be so big. And then the fourth issue was so much nothing. That was the issue with the, that I like Batman going more. through the goddamn Batman with the letter going kick. through. Yeah. And because you didn't get anything, you really thought, holy shit. This is going to be fucking monumental. This is going to blow the doors off of everything we've read in Rebirth. And in the meantime, Repairman Jack actually tweeted to Tom King and said, boy, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be resolved in one last issue. And Tom King wrote back, you know, you're right. And even then, you're like, who? He's saying, uh, no, he, he's just saying to Repairman Jack, you know what? You're right. There's nothing going to get resolved. And yeah, if you're going to tell me that this next Bane arc in March is going to tell us some answers and do this and that, it's too long. Yeah, right. I'm not I'm not here coming in every year and reading every book. I'm here every fucking issue twice a month. I want to get some answers. I want some fun. I want some resolution. There was nothing here. 
It really, they go off to fucking gumdrop lane. Like I said, they're <laughs> fucking, you know, it's fucking candy land all of a sudden. It just was ridiculous. What would you give it, Aaron? I'm telling you, I started out telling you earlier this week how I'd give it a 6 out of 10, but after talking about it during Repairman Jack's Mail, and again here, I'm like a 5.5 out of 10, yeah. because I really do like Mikel Yannon's art. Yeah, oh, This I issue love is just fucking nonsense. Yeah, I, I love just, his art. I hated art. so much of it, because nothing made sense to I me. Believe, I believe he was my artist of the year last year. He was. I love his art. And um, so it, it's still good. Like I said, a little bit of the Bronze Tiger stuff was a little bit confusing to me, but... yeah. In general, I, I love the art. It's just, it seemed like we were fucking duped. It's I really fucking, I'm telling you, I don't think I've been so excited for something in so long and just to have it just shattered like yeah. this because just from what we expected, what we got from the first arc of uh, Batman, you know, everything tied up with a nice little bow by then. Yeah. All the problems we had originally, like, okay, this is what Tom <laughs> King's going to do. He's going to give us a slow story that everything's yep. going to make sense by the end. Here, so we I'm expected gonna... it here and it's nothing. Yeah. It's I'm going to point nothing. out the thing that impressed me the most was Solomon you had, Grundy. yeah, you had Gotham fighting Solomon Grundy. And I said, I got so angry on the podcast. What the fuck is going This is a guy who has Superman powers and he can't beat Solomon Grundy on his we own. We saw the guy lifting a fucking plate in the FG before yeah, this, you know? Plane. And then Batman came to him and said, Hey, uh, you know what? You could have gotten this bombed, freaking destroyed. This dirty hobo kills. It took you 1.8 seconds. You should have had him done in 1.3. And we were like, holy shit, maybe he just doesn't know how to use his powers yet. And what ended up happening was you found out later that they were using their powers Sparingly. to a degree to get almost like going to the level of who they were fighting because if they used it too much, they end up dying too soon. Yeah. And that was awesome. It was a great reveal. It was such, a, and that was everything four came issues up. Bill later. House made sense. Three yeah. or four issues later, and they di- and the way Tom King did it didn't even spell it out. No, didn't even say like when Batman found out and said, "Holy shit, that's why you didn't fight Solomon Grundy that hard." No, he Tom King let the reader remember that in such a great like that tied a bow. On a fucking little bit of, uh, you know, storyline there that was fucking incredible. To me, I'm telling you, it blew my mind how he did that and made me so angry at something that turned around to show me how good that was. Keep your, keep your pants on, Jim. It's going to be wrapped up. That's what this was like. Like I kept telling you, no, no, no. He's going to, he's going to fucking pull through here. He's going to show us this plan was going to be to me. I told you at work this week. I expected as you're reading, every page turn was like stepping it up and not like, oh my God, oh my God. And by the <laughs> end, you're just drained because it was so fucking great. And yet what happened then was such nothing that you were just like, that's the fucking plan. Oh, I could, I'm telling you, I, I just, it upset me so much. It upset me more than angered me because I really think that he is. Connie, I, I don't, think from the way this plan worked out, I think it was actually, more, I'm trying to think of how I'm going to say this. Coincidence? Was, no, no. It was more likely that freaking Variant in the Cyborg book had a better plan to become a cyborg than Batman yeah, had actually, to get out of Santa Prisca. Actually, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I, I'll even go. That's the last thing. Uh, here's what I put in my notes. I just went to it. Now this is a crazy plan. Batman needs to take notes. 
<laughs> that's my only note for that cyborg because yeah, like, all of a sudden you're like this actually plan is fucked up but it, it makes sense uh what they were doing they were putting it all out there but this this was just disappointing uh let's move on to a book that i kind of like better Aaron. good good superman number 13 written by peter j tomasi and patrick gleason with art by doug Mankey, jaime mendoza keith champagne norm rapamund will quintana and rob lee our Frankenstein story continues in this issue of Superman. In this issue, we get some more monster action because the former bride of Frankenstein makes her re- rebirth debut, and the three of our heroes go and search for the alien fug- fugitive Krug, while Frankenstein goes through some more pent-up emotions about his wife. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're I, really... I, I, felt, I felt really weird going into this issue because... I like the last issue enough because it was just cool having this little side story. Come Frankenstein yeah. comes to town, kind of shit. It's it's a nice little side story. Yeah. But by the end of this little two issue arc, it doesn't feel like it fits in the story. The no, series it, to me, it felt like this was just a placeholder. To be yeah, fair, and next even a placeholder it. though. It's like it just didn't feel right because no, no, no. we didn't deal with Superman at all. We no. dealt with fucking hey guys. In case you didn't read Frankenstein: Agents of Shade, we're gonna catch you well, up. I haven't in my notes for this. I put. Like, this really seems like a setup for a uh, Frankenstein book coming out, know, whether it be I, like a Justice League Dark. Uh, it's weird. I don't think we're going to get one, though. The problem is, though, this is where I'm going with. Remember that Lois Lane number one uh, yeah. out of nowhere in the New 52? They had just a Lois Lane book out of nowhere. It came out. It was a number one book that had to set up Lois Lane, and it looked like it was going to go into like a, you know, Superman's gal. Lois yeah, Lane book. Nothing ever came from it, and this is why, why I even think, like you said, it's weird because this is a book really to give you a background of uh, Frankenstein, Frankenstein and the Bride and the Bride and what the, the, like <clears throat> why they're estranged and all, now, yeah, all estranged and why uh, and that he's working for Shade. She's a bounty yeah. hunter now, and it seems like this would be the revamp of the frankenstein agents of shade book that they want to get you into because the last time we dealt with frankenstein i'm pretty sure he quit shade yeah i thought so too and uh but yeah you're getting a rundown of what frankenstein and the bride and their son which it's weird is there going to be a thing later where the son was actually revived because he is a monster eric abomination is what he is yeah and it's just weird though to have this much setup in this book, because it is a I don't see any of these characters continuing on. And if no. you said, oh, no, Jim, but the, maybe when they have this universe-wide event that they – you don't need this background for that. No. He's Frankenstein. He just shows up. He She's, he's got gets a four-arm bride. She's a badass. There yeah, you go. Yeah, she is. And I, this is coming from a guy who loved – what that was one of my first oh, yeah. books that I got in the New 52 and loved it. It's uh, funny to me. You are reading it and loving it. I'm a guy who loves just mon- – you, you throw a monster or a gorilla in yeah. a story, I'm all on board. I was not reading that title and no. you were loving it. Yeah, I was loving it. And the, the reason I got it was because it was such a fucked up title. <laughs> I was like, Frankenstein, Agents of Shade, that sounds awesome. And in the meantime, I hadn't read anything. I think at that point I may have read the first issue or two of Aquaman. And because we Maybe did come talent in as well, late. who knows? And, and one of those, but the Frankenstein book to me, it just Frankenstein Agents of Shade just, it screamed steampunk <laughs> to me for some reason. I had these weird ideas of what it was. And even when you look at the cover, you know, he has that crazy steampunk gun and, yeah. and just his look. And yeah, I'm not a huge Universal Monster fan like you, but I like Frankenstein. And to think of him as an agent of anything, it, it just made me laugh. So yeah. I started reading it. I loved it. It was Jeff Lemire and I thought it was awesome. And even me having loved that, 
It's funny, we were actually just, we were reminiscing me. about it at the comic book shop yesterday because we saw like I think the first yeah. trade of that, yeah. and then we forgot about Father Time was in the body of a yep, young Father girl and he wore like, a domino like, mask. Like, he was oh, a that's long, hilarious. He was a young Asian freaking like little <laughs> schoolgirl. It was so funny and it was great. Ray Palmer, Ray was Palmer was, and they had that yeah. their whole headquarters was a fucking like a a one inch like diameter freaking yep. s- sphere it that was flew just around. A sphere that flew around and they they used the shrinking technology. To oh, go that was, it was fun. It had a lot of like it was very clever and it had a lot of fun things to it and even yeah. like uh, the other uh characters that were with frankenstein it was oh, almost like a creature commando yeah, it was like up. a creature commandos deal and it was really fun uh but yeah in this then i'm reading this and i'm like i don't even understand what we get i enjoyed seeing frankenstein and the bride it's a well, again. I'm telling you, this is a well-written story and i it enjoyed is. reading it it just feels so disconnected yeah, from anything we've dealt with if this if you could condense this two-parter into one for an annual, which you wouldn't have to condense that much. No, not an much. Annual's oversized. This would be a good annual. Perfect annual. That's what I'm thinking at the end of this. I kind of treat it as an annual story because really it's weird. Like I said, I did say placeholder, but it, it's more of an annual story. It's a lot of fun. I love Frankenstein. It's freaking, it's written so well. It just seems weird because like you said, there's not much Superman. Superman's just there to punch and once they realize that punching isn't needed, then shit goes a little weird because basically then it is Frankenstein and the bride talking about how things went wrong. Now, the other thing that threw me off is I never really got the idea that that lady was a good friend of Lois's. No, she has <laughs> met her so one weird. other time before. Yeah, Krug, it seemed like Krug yeah. has taken over the life of this woman named Candace. I don't know her last name. I don't even know if we're given her last yeah, name, but yeah. she is the editor-in-chief of the Hamilton Horn. Yeah. And now that Lois has found out that this girl that she, apparently has been her friend forever – has been taken over by this alien crew. She's like, what have you done to my friend? Well, yeah, and she, we- she assumed, just as I did, that that lady was dead. Yeah, now, so what I – the, the, the fucking alien has is, a body that was her, yeah. It did make me laugh because at the point where Lois is like, what did you do with my friend? And punched her, I was like, huh, I was under the assumption that this was a alien all the, this whole time. This was a slow – this was a, a slow burn. It was right. a long con. Like this lady had actually went to – College and all this shit. It was <laughs> all the alien. becomes the Men in Black, where the yeah, aliens been with us all. This really, uh, I was actually like, oh, okay, I get it. That makes more sense. But her <laughs> saying, "What did you do to my friend? You met her, you saw her at a carnival, and oh, yeah. then we're in the middle of an interview. <laughs> that wasn't a friend." You, no, you say, I'm what did you, you do this to this innocent become, lady? I'm telling you, there's something with the Lois Lane character in all forms, timelines, whatever, where like Lana Lang now believes that her and Lois, the other Lois, were best friends forever. I'm like, that yeah. never happened. What are you talking about? You think all that Lois this re- Every time someone friends. dies, you have this revisionist history about how the person was my best friend in the whole wide yeah. world. How yeah, dare you weird. speak ill? Uh, and it's weird that it just seemed like they had to have that to show that, lo- that Lois. Lois can just care about a person. Guy. It happens. Yeah, she's like, it's funny too. She's like, did you murder Candace? And the, it'd be funny, like, uh, what was Candace's last name? Hmm, I'm not <laughs> sure. What was her favorite color? You're such a good friend with her. But yeah, go on. I get a I call. I was just saying though, that's all right. But no, Krug is apprehended, and we find out that Candace is actually like tied up in her basement, and Krug is just taking over her entire life. I don't know what Krug knows about running a newspaper, but apparently she's doing a good job. Yeah, she seems and to that, be doing a kick-ass job. I, nobody's fucking noticed any difference, so I'm guessing you know you drink a little of a person's blood, you know all about it's their occupation. It's also too. I like. I was able to procure her appearance over time by periodically drinking small amounts of her blood. What was she doing when it wasn't fully 
done. Like this I'm, seems to me I'm like they're spelling she went on vacation. She's going to have sabbatical? a staycation yeah. where fucking Krug over a few days just drank her blood as she was tied up, and then yeah. okay, yeah. I'm, took, I'm a black lady over now. time, Eric. Over time. Yeah. I don't know how much over time could have been over time is five minutes. I have it's no just, idea. I'm telling you, they wouldn't spell it out over time. But the other thing that was funny to me, and I, I did mention it to you, and you never got back to me. At points, I thought that Krug was a woman, but then oh, at no, one yeah, point, yeah, yeah. at the one point, is, they, I, spell they keep out saying he. she, so I don't know because I think everybody. I actually just went with she because they said it, it is, a bunch they, of times. They say it, but at one point, it's actually he. When, it uh, could be a he, but because everybody sees Candace's tits on Krug, I think no. they're going, okay, shit. Well, it's weird because uh, uh, Frankenstein and the bride should know. They yeah. they are actually are there to get him or her. And at one point, I think it's Frankenstein who says, oh, it's when the bride shows up. and like, oh, yeah. I'm a bounty hunter now. I'm gonna, Oh, you're not going to get him. I'm the one who has his hands around his neck. And then the, later on, and, they say, just and then the bride she. goes. I'm saying that the bride shows, my bride. Hiding costs money. Krug is mine. I've been hunting her for months. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's weird that it goes back and forth. It, it's, it's an alien. We don't need to deal with gender. And, and it says, then he has, uh, Frankenstein has his hand around uh, Krug's yeah. neck and says, since it's my hand wrapped around his throat, I'd say that Krug is actually mine, and I'm bringing him back to shade. Okay, check like, this out. It, the bride is just a bounty hunter. Yeah. He is an agent of shade. I think there's some research done. I'm going with him just because Frankenstein is now, in the know in my you mind. You would say him, but later on in the issue, Frankenstein says Fuck her Frankenstein. again. It gets all st- – it actually <laughs> – I'm telling you, it's a nitpick again. It just threw me off. No, it, it did it, throw it, me it's off. It's not a nitpick. It is something wrong in the goddamn dialogue. It threw me off. But yeah, in the meantime, the bride then um, shoots Frankenstein's hand off, which is pretty badass. Like It's this cool is, as hell because it is Frankenstein. You get the idea. Okay, he doesn't feel really much pain. It's, He'll I'm be av- fine. I'm seriously – uh, does the bride turn you on at any bit? Yes. Yes, she, she does. She, she turns me she, on a lot. Eric. She is a sexy green woman with four arms. She's and I had a really thing for hot. alien women, like green alien women. I actually, the thing is, I could just say green women because ever since I watched Star Trek with Captain Kirk. Yeah, really? You, green, you have a thing for green women? I do. I'm telling you, when she is already, uh, when she's about to shoot his hand off and she's like, not if I have anything to say about it. That oh, is yeah. one of the sexiest women I've ever seen. Plus, I imagine <laughs> she'd be a hit at the glory hall, Eric. She's got four hands, for Christ's sakes. She would be a, a hit at the gonna, party. How are you going to fit four arms into – I mean, no, how are you going to fit four guys into a stall? Yeah, have two guys on a step stool. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm not no, saying you know a stall. It's you know not a stall. Do. This is a whole it, big wall. Oh, that's a whole big – see, my eyes, yeah. it's a stall, okay? But no, there's, gl- no. there's two we, glory halls on either side of her from two different yeah. stalls. Yeah, Two guys she's on the toilet between. Yeah, yeah, see, forehand oh jerk God. off party. She is look. She might replace Lois in my sexy, uh, crazy deal. What, like you mean Red Tornado, play. Lois? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean Red Tornado, <laughs> Lois. I'm telling you, Ro- Robot. Ever Lois since you watched hot. Metropolis, you've had a thing for the robot bride, women with cleavage. The bride, the bride is so goddamn hot. I know why freaking Frankenstein wants her back. Jesus Christ! You're damn right. Um, He's a goddamn monster. He's got a four-arm fucking sex machine here. She looks like a sex machine, but yeah, she shoots his hand off. Sexual uh, napalm. This woman is. She is. She shoots the hand off. She's gonna grab a. Uh, Krug. Krug. Yeah, Krug. And they're gonna go. And, you, and know, you know what now, happens? Krug like, just explodes. Yeah, Krug goes fucking explosive. Explodes. And even this, it's so funny to me. I have, because, I have such a problem with this section of the book. Well, the, the issue to me is Krug explodes 
so that you can waste some time to yep. have the bride and Frankenstein go back and forth because Krug blows up but is going to eventually come back together. They know this right away. Lois spells it out. Oh, it looks like these pieces are trying to get back together. This only is there to allow another four pages oh, of I know. dialogue between them, and it's the very thing, hokey. The thing I have with it is that this is a defensive mechanism, whatever Krug yeah. species is. Yeah. Pardon me. And um, Your they start – I was I was burping a little bit. They were <laughs> shooting fucking these pieces up. They were Superman was heat visioning these pieces up. Yeah. By the end, there was a puddle of just Krug fucking nonsense yeah, going on. Yeah. But they did not get all of them, and Krug is still making her or his way to its yeah. spaceship yep. to freaking be reconstituted. I'm like, what about all these parts all the that are now that destroyed? I'm yeah. like, this does not make sense to me. Healing like, how factor, are you going to reconstitute right? yourself? Does Krug factor. come back smaller now? Yeah, I, I don't know. And even the whole ship and underwater, it just seemed crazy. I just want to know how these pieces got as far as they fucking did. They're going east, Jim. We needed to know they're going east. Yeah, they were going east. They did let you know they're going east, as if that meant anything to us. And I'm telling you, and then it just becomes an awkward time for Superman, because Lois gets on Frankenstein's hover bike and flies off to Candace's house to make sure she's over, because now she knows where Candace lives. Yep. And uh, she's going to fly off there, and Superman is stuck in the marital discourse of Frankenstein and his bride trying to, in my mind... By the end of this issue, we were, they were going to reconnect. We we're going to finally have them back together again, which I really wanted. And it's but no, it, it's not that. But Superman is just in the middle of no, some it's awkward the worst ass because, conversations. Well, and it, it's great to me. The, the the thing that was great about this is it's supposed to be awkward. And Superman is supposed to be stuck in an awkward thing because there is no way to avoid it. Because uh, the hand that got blown off has both Frankenstein's wedding band and the brides on it. So he wears yes. both of their wedding bands. And she's like, oh, my God. You have both of the rings. You have my ring on there as well. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I, I always thought that this shit, I've been all over the place, baby. And this is not a great I don't want to be a alone. I don't want to be God's lonely soul yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. It was a great line. Is, I can't remember what the hell it is And now. the funny thing, though, he should just basically say, listen, I'm a fucking monster. And I'm not going to get anybody. Please <laughs> come back because nobody you see wants how any sexy parts you of me. are. Yeah. And uh, I am yeah, holding a says, torch, baby. Now, the whole thing is he spells it out with the one with two and two equals three, and it's about them and the sun, and he wants to get back together. It's very long. It's a long-winded thing. It is. But like you said, it is kind of good where he does say, you know, I I want it to be with somebody. I I need somebody. And she basically just reverses everything he says and says, nope. It's Fuck not off! Gonna happen, and uh, the restraining order stands. Yeah, yeah, and it's just. Now, I'm telling you, the most the, the most telling. Now I'm not going to say telling part, but in my mind, the most important part about this issue that might factor into yeah, the rest of our series say. is uh, Cobb Brandon yep. sees Cobb freaking Brandon like sees everybody take off to go looking for the pieces of Krug, and you see him looking out his window, and then he just closes the window and I, I like the, the curtain and disappears. I'm like. What is up with that? There is no, no dialogue. It's just Cobb looking out the window and then just like walks away. And I'm thinking, yep. why is something feeling diabolical about Cobb Brandon? Yeah, he's looking. And it's funny, too, because the way it was spelled out in this, I got this weird thing. Before we see that there's this undersea ship, I actually thought that Krug went and these pieces freaking took over Cobb. 
that, right. that, that because we had this big setup of though it doesn't make sense because of the whole drinking blood over time. Right, right. Uh, but it, it did seem like it was setting up like this would have been the perfect setup for a, you know, a quote unquote body snatcher type alien like this to go now and take over Cobb. But yeah, he sees it and he sees Lois, you know, flying Fly around away. and, and yeah. Superman with him. So she, he knows something's going on. And he, it, it's weird because the art doesn't really spell out, you know, fully like bad. Like, you know all what of a sudden, I mean? like, has he, like, I don't know if he read, like, uh, saw like up close that, that it was Lois flying away on the hover bike or that he saw Lois was there at all. I don't know how much he has seen or if he's actually recognized Clark as Superman. What is yeah, it like maybe. the, the ramifications of him watching fucking Superman fly yeah. away with a bunch of monsters. Now, in the meantime, they do find Krug and before this is even before the whole ring thing with Frankenstein. Yeah. Ride. They, they go and find uh, the alien and they, it's a weird line too. Uh, Superman gets the ship and is just crunching it around the, the Krug and saying, I'm going to get you in here like a sardine. And there's this like, what's a sardine? Frankenstein says, I'm like, really? I have he doesn't no know what idea. a sardine is. It's so, <laughs> yeah, she says, what is a sardine? I have no idea. And that's where he kind of looks over and that's where he wants to say to her, listen, and he says, one can become two, two could become three, we could begin again. And she looks at the ring and says, three can become two, two could become one, and sometimes one is and then, simply one. And, and then leaves. drops the ring on the ground. And this is where Superman, this is when Lois left, you know, and also yeah. uh, she went and took the bounty and took off, which which Frankenstein pretty much is letting her have oh, yeah. because he she, still loves her. Uh, before all this, even before Lois even left, at one point the bride does say, you know, oh, shit didn't work out. We had a son. He was an abomination. You know, a mother loves her had son. Had to kill him. Realize I had to kill him. I did. And the whole thing was Frankenstein was not real hip on that at that point either. And there was some craziness. Uh, but actually leaves by saying to Lois, like, you know how it is with married people. It's all marriage is fucked up and leaves. And it le- leads into the ending where, yeah, you know what? Not it's all like a ju- it's a complete juxtaposition of what Superman, Lois, and yeah, John have as a family. They, they they know all the secrets. They they act as a family. They figure out shit all together. And yeah, that that leads to that. And, super, and I'm uh, telling you, is this stupid of me to feel or say where I might have scored this book better if Frankenstein and the Bride had gotten back together? Yeah, it's just it seems like one of those like we said, like the bad news bears. It's great that it ends realistically. Because then I'm telling you, and maybe the, this the bride, is one of those. The Bride drops the ring on the ground. Frankenstein watches her take off with Krug and just out of his life forever. And we actually see a panel where he stomps down on the ring. Yeah, he stomps And he's done with it now. And, and looks he's going to just looks walk to away. pretty much crunch it, it looks like. I don't oh, know yeah. how you crunch a ring like that. But, yeah, and he's like, eh, nothing to say, Superman. Because Superman's like, ooh, that was uncomfortable, Jesus Christ. Because Superman's right there when they're doing the I whole know. ring. Oh, and God Frankenstein damn. pretty much puts his cold, dead heart on the line, Eric, and says, I want you back. And she just goes, nope, sometimes she- it's better to be alone. See ya. Grabs the fucking Shot bounty down. and leaves. Krug's gone with her. She's going to collect the money. He's going to go back to Shade. They're probably going to be pissed off at him. Hover bike, and if I learn anything from Lois from the series, she's gonna put that in the goddamn garage. She even yeah. still has the hell bat suit glove. She, she is yeah. she has to let go of anything. Either that or she's gonna crash it. <laughs> she's gonna crash <laughs> it through a barn, almost kill John. But yeah, and it ends with them tucking John away as a couple, and it's great. It really is. Uh it's just like you said, it's a weird thing to have in this book because there was not a lot of Superman. Now, was this too 
solidify the idea that that Superman and Lois, Clark and Lois, have a great marriage? Because I I don't need that. Well, to be that's solidified. all we've had in the series I mean, so far. This has, Clark, has been about the Superman Clark family, has which has I never loved. called Lois on her drunkenness. Right no. there, you know, he he's a great guy. She she means well. <laughs> she wakes up in the fucking woods drunk. He doesn't need. And actually, he goes there. She's drunk in the woods. He, he wants to know if she wants a ride home. Hey, come yeah. on, I'll fly Hey, home. baby, come on. You shouldn't be driving right now, and you probably yeah, can't walk. Right? I'm going to give you a ride back. Yeah, but uh, as a Frankenstein issue and of, of something, if you read this and like, boy, I really like this Frankenstein. Go and read the Agents Agent of Shade, Shade yeah. even the uh, Just League Dark and whatever if you like this. Uh, I suggest doing that because it is good. And Frankenstein is a – he's such a classic character to yeah, me in I the like DCU. I like both these characters a lot. Yeah, I do too. And I love Frankenstein because it's such a different type of Frankenstein, but he, he has this sense of honor to him. Oh, which yeah. you get in this, and he really is a – he's a good guy, but he, he plays by the rules, Eric, and he has his own deal. I love him. But, yeah, as an actual issue of Superman, it's weird. But what did you give it on the site? I think it's a well-written story. I enjoyed what we got. It just wasn't a Superman book to me. He was just yeah. happened to be in a Frankenstein story, which is very odd. Yeah. And I like the art for the most part. I don't. I'm saying I do have some issues with the story itself, like the crew coming back together. Like yeah, yeah. it just felt like a lot of padding just to tell us that the bride and Frankenstein awesome, aren't getting back I mean, together. We didn't even really talk about the art. Uh, I, I love the art a lot. The art's I, I, great. But I, I gave it a six point eight out of Man, ten. I'd actually go seven five. Uh, yeah, but you just, said it. It is if, just so not a Superman like well, issue. If you explained it well, it's funny because in a book, a Superman book, you should have a Superman story with Frankenstein yeah, yeah. in it. This is a Frankenstein story that Superman happens to be there. The only reason that Superman is even in this story is because, unfortunately, for everyone in town in Hamilton County, that Krug has taken over the you know the local newspaper editor. That's the only reason. There's no real other reason why Superman or Lois or anybody in Hamilton County would ever be in this story anyway. And honestly, if it wasn't for Lois screaming out, I don't even know if fucking Superman would have shown up. Well, Frankenstein would have showed up taking Candace. End of story. Here's the other thing, though. Hamilton County, they better have their eyes open now because in the middle of town, a fucking Frankenstein rode in on his fucking, you know, supercharged fucking space hover bike, bike yeah. hover bike, and crashed through the fucking newspaper. This was not in, in the middle of night. This was during the day hey, that he they got some big up. news for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm telling you, the ship better be explained at least that people are like, what the fuck happened? I better not see the school's choir on the first page. That's no, your goddamn they'll sure. They'll have that, and they'll say, it was, oh, did you hear about those cosplayers that went bad? There'll be some stupid thing like that. But yeah, shit better. Be. And is this, I guess now, this is Lois now. She passed the test. She can be on the uh, local newspaper. Dude, she I don't Candace. think that's ever going to come up again just because she's <laughs> already she working Candace. at the Daily Planet with but a I, double life. I do think the one big thing, like you said, is Cobb seeing, Brandon Cobb seeing it. And, uh, you know, maybe that he'll look into things a little more. But yeah, maybe. give it a little better score than you I, I don't want my granddaughter hanging out with a bunch of dirty yeah, yeah, really? Jesus Christ. But yeah, uh, we're going to go off to uh, mail section uh, number two. So when I'm talking to my wife and shaming people who are lame, I always mention Eric Shay. Some people like to hear the news Some people love all the reviews The thing that I look forward to 
It's Mel, it's Mel, it's Mel Mel with Jim Mel with Jim All the nonsense we think of Stories of the things we do Everything that we send in We love that it's going to section number two huh? Oosh. mail number two by the way merry christmas oh, don't say that to me it is now past the witching hour and we're into christmas uh, it's getting late all of a sudden <laughs> what happened i thought we were gonna get done early ah uh, yes the first mail in this section is from batman beyond mark and batman beyond mark says eric Congratulations on two straight years of the podcast. Have a great holiday, guys, and stay classy. Batman Beyond Mark. There you go. Short and sweet. Thank you, Mark. We'll be talking to Mark next week. Batman Beyond comes out. So we'll be talking to him in person next week. The nice. next bit is you, Brian. Brian from Arkansas, who this is one of many males that he has tonight. Okay. He says, hey, Eric. And oh, yeah, I guess Jim's there, too. That's Thanks right. for What's keeping up? your... Yeah, thanks for keeping your ears to the pulse of the streets. I'm glad that's catching on. Anyhow, I'd like to submit my votes for the end of year awards. In my opinion, nothing beats Wonder Woman, title writer and artist. Back when Rebirth was announced, the ruckus said the Wonder Woman would have year one story on the even numbered issues and current continuity on the odd number ones. I was kind of worried about how that would play out since it was the only title doing that to my knowledge. Ruckus, Scott, and Sharp have surpassed my expectations. The way the story intertwines is great. What else can be said about the art team on the books that hasn't already been said? Scott and Sharp are both amazing. I'm relieved that Bilquis Evely is taking Nicholas' place. Her art is amazing. Liam Sharp told me in a tweet that he hopes to be on the book for at least 50 issues. I hope so, too. Dexter Soy has also delivered the goods this year, and my all-time favorite Tony Daniel has disappeared off the face of the earth. Not until next week, Eric. He's on the Justice say. deal. Uh, Just League versus Suicide Squad book. Uh, probably uh, because of all the hate on his JL writer, Hitch. Uh, well, thanks for reading and hope you guys have a nice Christmas. Brian Weston, Conway, R. Kansas. Thank you, Brian. Uh, thanks, Brian. And yeah, uh, next week, Tony S. Daniel is on the Just League versus Suicide Squad books. Which I really got upset at first because I was really hoping that David Finn, I'm not David Finn, Jason Fabach was on the rest of the series. No, but his, uh, Tony S. Daniel is no slouch. No, absolutely not. All right. The next mail is Jolly Drew, and he says, Merry Christmas to get fresh crew. He wants me to insert a thing, and I, of course, I can't get to it right away because I'm an idiot. Get fresh crew. There you have it. <laughs> get fresh crew. Boop, 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 boop. 
That's no, Frenny's gift to everybody for this holiday Now season. I have to get back to the mail. I have the worst problems. Uh, I really enjoyed reading Reggie's thoughts on Christmas, which can be found in his latest review of Harley Quinn. I, too, have many <laughs> thoughts and feelings on the subject and would like to briefly share them with you guys. Amidst an ocean of Christmas doom and gormers, I remain a Christmas optimist. Despite being raised in a Christian household, personally, I do not practice any faith. My father has been a Methodist pastor in central Indiana for 40 years. He might be the least preachy preacher in the world. He never took his work home with him, and I was never the kind of kid who was forced to study the Bible all day. Home was a much more secular environment than one might imagine. All my father did was help foster communities, try to help people. Sounds like a good guy. guy. Growing up, I saw all the good that religion can do. For that, he he has my utmost respect. But for whatever reason, I have considered myself an atheist. Since I was a teenager, belief and faith, belief and faith has just never come easy to me, but I'm okay with that. To say this fact would hurt my parents' feelings is a gross understatement, so I have elected to keep it private from my family. Until Drew, I'm sending this to your dad. My parents (laughs) are very liberal and open-minded to all other faiths, which is why my oldest sister married a Jewish man, Eric. Ooh. (laughs) It's funny, too, because his dad is a Methodist pastor. I bet you that his uh, his sister's husband's family had a big problem. Uh, That's what I said. They were gracious in understanding the situation. No tears or drama. Quite the contrary. They have a great relationship with the in-laws, so I'm wrong. Despite having not converted herself, my sister is raising her three sons in the faith. I attended my oldest nephew's bar mitzvah last year. That's when you become a man, Eric. I've and witness firsthand the incredibly supportive that Jewish day. people provide. You need a bar mitzvah, don't you? All <laughs> this just to just say. Just going to have a bar mitzvah out of nowhere. Yes. Have fun. Yeah. That'd be so I want to be freaking tatted. They tat you around on chairs with that. I knew you they? were going to bring that up. I don't that's know that that's really I a thing. I don't think that's really a thing. I don't know. I could just see them trying to pick your fucking fat ass up on a chair. I need some Boom. strong friends. Even an atheist can see the good in religion, which brings me to Christmas, my favorite holiday. I love the music. I love being with my family. Yeah, I like the music. I love the decorations. I, I love eating like cookies. I like that because some asshole is always going to play Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer and ruin yeah, my I fucking know. night. Yeah, I know. Some asshole. You, did you come around when I was doing my – you weren't there I early did. enough. No, I was you there. You weren't there early enough. You you heard me do the Paul McCartney yes. song you hate? Simply you, – you love that song. I think where Paramount Jack hates that one, too. I love gift exchange. I even love the Midnight Christmas Eve service. I used to go to that service. That was the only thing that I'd ever do. I'd go with my friend Jamie until the last time we went, he used what? It was a candle service, and he lit his program on fire and almost burned down the goddamn church. And I mean goddamn church. The only thing I don't love about Christmas is uh, Yeah, actually it was. Yeah, I used to go to that every year, too. He almost burned it down. The only thing I don't love about Christmas is attending church when it falls on a Sunday. No fun. Especially <laughs> seeing my dad work so hard to run a service on Christmas morning. It takes away from our time with him. Christmas Day services should be outlawed. He likes his dad. He's a, he's a family guy. I like my I, dad, I, too. My dad's dead. <laughs> my dad's dead. If he was alive, I'd see him just as much as I will tomorrow or it's today true. it is now. I I wouldn't even go over. My mom's over across town. Fuck her. Stay over across town, bitch. That's what I say. Yeah, that's my Christmas Time. spirit. There is a dark side to Christmas, however. There is a very little sunlight, travels a nightmare, and dealing with that one crazy family member is no one's idea of holiday. That uh, My one is the only one I have. My mother. 
<laughs> I know I, that's the only family that I could even go and see, really, and I I, ref, I refuse to. But I really don't know. Steven? Fuck that. He's dead to me. Many make a big stink about the commercialism of Christmas, but as an unapologetic defender of capitalism, I have no problem with the bullet buying and selling. Rafe today was like, I wish they'd just cancel Christmas. It's like, you, what, do you want to put these people out of work? Hey, Christmas is canceled at the fucking Shea house. Yeah, really, it is. Christmas time is very special to me and my family, and even though the birth of Christ does not mean much to me, it does mean a lot to my mom and dad, and that means a lot, and they mean a lot to him. He's making me feel good for him and feel awful about myself. (laughs) Thank you for allowing me to share some personal thoughts and feelings on Christmas, faith, and family. It's it's funny even thinking about Christmas, because growing up, half my family was Jehovah Witness, right? So I go and visit my dad. We don't have, there's no holidays, there's no birthdays in Jehovah Witness faith, but one... One day a year, towards the middle of December, we would have a day where all the family got together and exchanged gifts. It wasn't Christmas, though, mind you, Jim. Oh, it was no. just a day where the just family gift, got together. That was just gift-giving in, in exactly. December. It was family day is what it was okay. in December. I'm like, get well, the fuck out of here. Why well, do you Jolly Drew, pretend? Jolly Drew would love to hear some stuff about our family and our faith and that, so you just said yours. I, uh, I don't know. I'm more of one of those guys that I'm more spiritual. Eric, then oh, yeah. I, don't know. I don't believe in anything. I have no heart. I, I'm a no, fucking cold inside. ass, fucking non-caring guy. I don't know. The holidays just upset me. I, I hate my family. Not my family living here. <laughs> they're, they're in the other room. They're probably hanging themselves right now. Uh, no, like my, my mom and, and stuff like that. I just, I don't get along with them. I really don't like them. I, I'm a guy who has a keeps grudges very long, and yeah, I'm they were you, awful Jim, to me t- growing I, up. This Christmas season, I just realized how much all I want in life is to be left alone. Yeah, left alone. I, had, I had to go to my mother's house today, and I see her and my brother um, because I'm not going to be there for Christmas. I haven't seen her in a long time. Fuck, she got me a fucking pie for my birthday two weeks ago. I never went over. She ended up eating it. No, but, really? Uh, yeah, because she's like, you, "You're going to come over and get this pie?" Oh yeah, never did. What but, kind of uh, pie? It was a pecan pie. I love to pecan go pie. Town for pecan pie. I'm sit I'm sitting on the couch with uh Jess, it was my brother and my mother, and I'm just sitting there and I'm just I'm I'm sure I would have loved to seen my face through Jess's eyes because just listening to all the crazy come out of her mouth, I'm like, yeah. I gotta I'm just keep looking at the clock, I'm like, uh, look at the time, I got a podcast tonight, Ma, I got some stuff to do, I gotta go. Merry Christmas. Did she mention Toby? Yes, she did. Of course she, she did. loves Toby. I'm like, yep. I saw, uh, Toby, better watch out when he comes here. He's going to have a date right away. Hey, your mom on Tinder? She hook up with Toby on Tinder? And then she's talking about how she's going to put her face on and go out to the bar tonight, wondering if any of my friends will be. I'm like, this is just fucking insane. Yeah. Her face on, huh? Merry Christmas. I'm, re- I'm, really hoping that, I'm really hoping, though, at this part of the podcast she stopped listening because yeah. she does listen, yeah, but she doesn't get very far because she doesn't know what's going on. she tell so you how much she hates my guts. Come, no. Yeah. She calls yeah. you Bimbo Jimbo, though. I'm like, I have Bimbo no idea. Bimbo Jimbo, huh? Yeah. Bimbo Jimbo. I don't know what put, that means. I'll put my face on. Merry Christmas to Jim, Eric, Reggie, Chris, and all your families. I wish you all the best in the coming new year. The same goes to the entire Get Rush crew. Whoop, whoop. Happy holidays, Jolly Drew. P.S. Tough five Christmas movie. Thanks a lot, Jolly Drew. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I wish that I, family uh, is not a big thing for me. And uh, in this family, in my family right here in our house, Christmas is probably the least liked holiday of all of them, mainly because at this point of year, my wife goes completely bonkers. And it, it really is not fun. 
uh, she does not have a lot of good Christmas memories. Uh, that, that affects the whole family, and it really does uh, end up like a hell zone for at least a month and a half around this house. We just want it to end. Until it gets but to everybody's fucking Here's the thing, though. We February. go from this to six birthdays in uh, between February 6th and March 6th. So just yeah. a complete month, we have six birthdays. So it's Jim likes up. to fuck at one time. And yeah, that's it's it. crazy. But, yeah, P.S., top five Christmas movies. Number five, Elf. Number four, It's a Wonderful Life. Number three, ba- uh, Die Hard. Number two, Bad Santa. Number one, Home Alone. Nice. Uh, thanks, Jolly Joe. And the next mail is from G. G says, hey, Merry Christmas, Jim, America's Sweetheart, Eric Shea, and the Heartbeat of Africa, Reggie. What's up, G? Hope everyone's having a blessed Christmas with their families. Pad Thai is Thai food, guys. It's in the name. J.J. also says, I... Uh, I also love the racism of calling a white chocolate a cracker. I would hate to know what you guys call black chocolate. You know what I call that? Delicious. Here, if you, that's chocolate. I give the racist <laughs> joke eight out of ten hate crimes. I just white chocolate always seemed weird to me when I, I would call it that. At one point, it was my favorite. I, I my wonder what episode is on because I don't remember when we talked about I think that. It was but last I caught a episode. slider of Chinese dick. I think it was I'm last episode. Yeah, it was last. I think. Eric, I always knew you hated Asians. I don't oh, know about go. Chinese men, but my lovers have never complained about my girthy sushi roll. I give go. your racist joke a 2.5 out of 10 hate oh. crimes for lack of accuracy. <laughs> I think I saw a thing that they said the French men were well hung. I, don't, I, I think don't I know said that. Uh, since you mentioned Lethal that. Weapon in the latest podcast, I thought I would do a top five buddy cop movie list. What are yours? His is number five, Tango and Cash. Number four, Red Heat. Number three, Rush Hour. Number two, Hard Boiled, which was directed by John Woo. And number one, Lethal Weapon. And Ever watched Hard Boiled? And I don't Hard Boiled. I know Hard Boiled's like great, but I, I don't. I don't even. I wouldn't put it in my list. But uh, also, Tango and Cash. It's not a good movie. It really is not good. I tried to go back and watch it again. It's not that great. Uh, That's the thing. I There's do. all this nostalgia for that movie, and you were telling me when it came out, everybody thought it was a joke. Yeah, it was. It was a big joke. Everybody made fun of it. I see why. It was just – it was so over the top, uh, the deal. But, yes, we've already said to each other, I think – I don't think we've ever mentioned it on the podcast, but in you. Lethal Weapon is number one, and if you do not have Lethal Weapon number one on a list of top five buddy cop movies, I will not read the rest of your list. You're insane. There's yeah. no way. That, that is number one. Uh, Rush Hour is a very good pick. It is. Uh, what else would you – see, my top five – See, I'm five, trying to think. I'm draw, drawing a blank now. I didn't, re- I didn't have this information going in. No, and I, this is the one I was talking about, and I really didn't uh, – I got the mail late, so I didn't yeah, even yeah. go in and, and do anything as well. Um, but Lethal Weapon is number one. Rush Hour to me is probably number two. I really do like that. I think it's hilarious. Now, we also had this where at one point we did make a list ourselves way sure back did. at work, and we had these I think it weird... was when we were going into the uh, the Green Lanterns book, and we're talking about a buddy cop. Yeah, it might have been. And the weird thing is, is if you go online and look, uh, people Looking have right weird now. parameters well, of what um, makes a, a buddy boys. cop. Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2 is where it's at in my yeah. mind. Well, Lethal Weapon 2 as well. But we're exactly. just Lethal Weapon. We go as a, a full uh See, what's That's it the called? thing, too. Is when we talk, I'm, I typed in top five buddy cop movies. 
Yeah. And uh, number two on the list here, I, I don't think there's any real order to this. It's just telling me. But 48 hours, would you consider Reggie Hammond a, a cop? Uh, well, that's the thing. If you say buddy cop movies, some people use that as saying that you can only have one cop and a buddy. I've okay. seen that written. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense to me, my friend. But no, I would not call 48 hours a buddy cop movie at all. Neither would I. Uh, would you uh, put Hot Fuzz in your list? Hot Fuzz? Yeah, I would. Would you? I figured uh, no, you would. Not, I I'm think... th- no, I'm saying I would. It, it makes my parameters. It would okay. not be in my top I, five. I'm trying to I'm think sorry. of the things that we said because at one point we kind of argued with what would be it's on true. the list and what would be. Um, would you put that Miami Vice movie? Does that make your list there? I have never watched it. I've never watched no. a Starsky and Hutch movie. I've watched Starsky and Hutch. I've never watched the Miami Vice uh, movie. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm saying uh, these ones here I don't like. I'm looking at it. It's a. Uh, was it uh, Righteous Kill, Another Stakeout, The Rookie, Let's Be Cops, Zootopia, How about the heat? Renegades? Do you like The, the heat? heat? I actually like it more Bullock than I thought and it was Melissa McCarthy. It, it, it didn't irritate the shit out of me like Identity Thief did, so I okay. put it a little bit higher than most Melissa McCarthy movies, How but it's not good. How about Die Hard? Ooh, Alien Nation. How about Die Hard with a Vengeance? <laughs> fucking Zeus was not a cop. Uh, it's it's a it doesn't the a lot of these aren't both cops that's what i'm saying it it kind of throws it out i've not even watched half of these movies like running scared uh what is it i'll go with i'll I'll give g a uh other side of his hard-boiled i'm gonna go super cop eric super cop what do you think of that with michelle yo I haven't and watched Jackie Super Chan. Cop since it came out on VHS. I liked it. Well, here's another one that people put in here, and it's a it's kind of a, a weird one to say, as well as Last Boy Scout. People uh, say that as well. But Damon Wayne's guy, he's not a cop. It's weird no. because so I don't know that I have to have both of them being cops. All right, all right. What I'm about 21 have... Jump Street? I don't know. I don't really care for that movie after all these all this time. I know I have one that. that all right, how's how's this? This is my top five list. All right, is Beverly Hills Cop on your list? No, but it really should be. It's on my list. Be. It's on my list. This is why right, I wanted I, to make I, a, I list a list together. Okay, I got my list. Are you ready okay. for this? Is Beverly Hills Cop on it now? It, it is now. Okay, yes, it is now. But uh, Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Yep. That's number five. What number five? Okay, Bad Boys number five. I'm with you. Bad Boys two number oh, four. Oh Jesus! Here we go. Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. Lethal Weapon and Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> How about 7? Is that on your list? 7. I, I'm telling you, there's no, like, buddy thing about that. In my, there has to be some element of humor a, to the you movie. You have to have humor in yours as well. Exactly. Hot, like, Hot Fuzz doesn't make that list. Pe- you can't put two. I like, we I go, like if you say Bad Boys, like it's Hot all Fuzz. the Bad Boys. If you say Lethal Weapon, it's all the Lethal Weapon. I don't want Lethal Weapon 3 or 4 on my list, though. Well, it's just in general. You just you go Lethal Weapon, okay. There you go. Uh, what about Beverly Hills Cop? Though would have to be on my list. Uh, yes. Trying to think but of I, anything like I, say, else. I don't want Beverly Hills Cop three on my list. I'm trying to mind. think of some way off the the cuff one that's gonna be like, holy shit! Like, he just pulled want, that out of his ass. Do you want the hard way with Michael J. Fox and freaking uh, James uh, James Woods? No, James I do Woods. Not yeah, want the exactly. hard way. I didn't do like that movie. You want Cop and a Half? Stop yeah. my mom. I take Cop. I take Cop and a Half. No, Fuck it. Uh, uh, what is it? Blue Streak. Yeah. Okay. No. no. Oh, what about this one? Turner and Hooch. 
He wasn't a police dog. You'd have to go K9 for that. Uh, I don't know. I say that I'd go with it. I think I'd still go with it. It's listed here on this list. I'm looking at stupid <laughs> list. I'm telling you, Tango and Cash, I just didn't like it. I, I'm I telling you, though, if, like if you, if we, you have to make rules and parameters. For one, it has to be humor. And How about list, L.A. Confidential? Cops. No, I don't like L.A. Confidential. No, there's, there's that. That's in there. Here's the thing about Pop this. Out. Here's the funny thing about this list. Right and, along. And thinking about. Yeah, but he, they weren't both cops. Right along, too. Actually, I think he was a cop. He wasn't an FBI agent. No, There's a lot a of that. That's, yeah, that's, a security guard. Well, that's the same stuff. thing in, um, in uh, what's it called, Rush Hour. He wanted to be part of the FBI. But, yes, uh, but he was the, a cop. The other thing about this is is it comes. It, it really points out that though the buddy cop, quote-unquote buddy cop, you, you would imagine there are 7 million buddy cop movies. There's not a lot of good ones. I know. It really is a. I mean, your list is half of the fucking lethal well, Jim, weapons. On this series. thing I'm looking at, Theodore Rex is one of them with Whoopi Goldberg and that T Rex. Mm, yeah, yeah, really. Is Ed there? Wasn't Ed? Wasn't he a cop? He was a, a cop was. slash fucking uh, baseball pitcher monkey. I'm saying, is, I'm saying, is there a chimpanzee buddy cop movie? Yeah, uh, there might be. How about Showtime with friggin' uh, Eddie Murphy and friggin' uh, Showtime? What, Robert what are you going to say next? Robert fucking Downey, uh, Robert... Taxi? Taxi. <laughs> uh, fucking, you know, what was that one where uh, the guy was stuck in the phone booth? What was that one? Phone booth, phone I booth? think it was called. <laughs> what a stupid no, fucking was movie. Was anybody a cop in that movie? I, I don't know. Characters? The phone booth. The phone booth, you know. It might have been a uh, buddy. I don't know. Oh, this is going off the rails. I picked up Justice League versus Suicide Squad number one of six, and I have to agree with you, Spotlight, with your Spotlight episode that the event just doesn't feel big. The issue was okay and didn't really get me excited. I'm still trying to think of some other movies uh, for the event, but it was good for a setup issue. The art was great, and a lot of spreads looked amazing. I give it seven out of ten hate crimes. I'd rather listen to your ten-hour podcast than spend twenty minutes with an issue of Superwoman. That's from G. I hear that. Thanks, G. Thanks, you G. got us off the rails. We're sitting here looking up fucking buddy cop movies. Bad Boys. Yeah. Bad, Bad Boys, Boys 2. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. Lethal yeah. Weapon. Lethal, Lethal Weapon, Weapon 2. 2. Lethal Weapon 2 is the best. But yeah, you, that's, that's now. A, now, that's hold, a on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Could you put Die Hard 2 on the list? Because he was working with fucking uh, Dennis uh, Franz in that uh, movie. Kind of. You could. I guess. I don't know. I didn't get much. Uh, you want that, that humor between those two? Well, he was kind of a fucking, uh, what is this? A snar- sn- I can't even think of the fucking word. Snarky? Snarky, uh, asshole, fucking surly. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had that kind of back and forth where he surly. was a bad cop. <laughs> I, I, I'm not giving you that then. Brandon's the next mail. Brandon says, sup, fellas? Just dropping a short mail. Uh, to wish everyone in the Get Fresh crew a happy Merry Good Christmas. Bill. I had big plans for an email this week that included a rant about Star Wars and how I'm sick and tired of everybody declaring every Star Wars movie that has come out the best it, Star Wars now, movie ever. Is Brandon the person we're talking about who is not a fan of Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. Until it's not, and then that everyone hates it. However, I uh, flat ran out of time this week trying to run around and buy last-minute things. I will continue that next week. Stay tuned for that hot take. Uh, <laughs> books. Batman. Well, he did. Tom, he did it. Tom King finally let me down. There was no twist or turn that dropped my jaw. Just Batman running around Santa Prisca screaming like a madman. Oh, there's a twist or back, turn in the whole then, thing. Yeah, and then thoroughly getting trashed by Bane twice. If Catwoman can break my back with one simple kick, it really has me reconsidering this whole time. Uh, 
and get uh, crazy in bed with the Catwoman thing. He he's saying that. <laughs> that I, I now he does, does he consider himself sexy. Bane at this point? What's that? I don't know. Superman. <laughs> or is it action comics because it is a book of random shit all of a sudden? Old Frankie Boy was cool, but what the hell was the point of these two issues? Is this book now more throwaway Superman stories that go nowhere with no answers because I thought that was the role action comics was filling for my pull list? More hear, John and Soup's on adventures. Already? What's that? Did he hear my he review already? More John and Soup's on adventures while Lois gets drunk, please. <laughs> Justice League versus Suicide Squad. God damn, Jason Fabag, I miss your sweet ass. Josh Williamson also can apparently write a competent comic, not in right? fourth graders. Or is Jeff Johns ghostwriting as a helper before TV movie called? Hmm, inquiring minds want to know. He said the same thing. I do. Yeah. Jim, I'll talk to you guys later. Don't eat yourself into another coma, please. Too I late. That this morning. Brandon at Muir 3660 We're going to go off to Brandon's Marvel Minute. And hear what he has to say about some book that I have no idea what it was. We even <laughs> talked to him today, uh, you know, live, and I didn't even thing. ask him. We even talked to him right before this mail section. Yeah, I didn't think to ask him. And he, he probably has told me ten times this week. I forget. Thing is, I'm all right, how about this? How about this? Brendan and I talked earlier today about Scarlet Spider-Man and Ben Riley, how he's our favorite. So in my mind, it's going to be some kind of clone conspiracy. Oh, maybe. a CC? The CC a book? CC. Yeah, the CC book. I, I'm, I'm probably totally off, but I just know that me and him happen to talk about Scarlet Spider-Man today, so that's where I'm going. You with. keep talking. I may be able to find out by his messages here. Well, it turns uh, out the reason this conversation started was because I saw in the Slack chat, which if you want to be a part of, you got to be one of the Get Fresh crew. Send yeah, us an email, do. and you can be on the Slack chat. We can find out that Brandon just got himself a Scarlet Spider-Man pop vinyl figure. It looks badass. And we both love it, and we talked about it for a while, and then had a little discussion about He-Man Thundercats. Brandon never told me. I I actually think I'm looking at the chat that he usually tells me. All I have is doing email now, Marvel Minute need books for. (laughs) (laughs) That was 11 hours ago, so who knows? I don't know. I guess he did something because I did see it come in. Maybe his daughter will interrupt again. And and that's always fun. Now, yeah. now I'm going through my messages to see if we end up yeah. talking about it. I, I don't. I, I actually I think he was just like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and we'll see. But yeah, we'll see what's going on uh, with him right now. Yeah, we doing weird science. This is Brandon. I'm coming at you guys uh, this weekend with the Marvel Minute uh, special holiday edition. Um, it should be relatively uninterrupted because the kid is extremely busy downstairs with toys. Um, so this should be a, a nice, easy Marvel Minute to do. Um, I'm going to bring you guys Amazing Spider-Man number 22, Clone Conspiracy tie-in. And this takes place as, after uh, the Clone Conspiracy number 3. So if you're not caught up on the events um, in the event uh, title, um, skip me and come back after you've read it because uh, I'll have to spoil the shit out of a few things here for you guys. All right, so Peter... Left off Clone Conspiracy number three, um, finding out the reveal of the Jackal ended up being none other than uh, his his previous clone, uh, Ben Riley, and Ben Riley has brought uh, Uncle Ben, uh, basically Uncle Ben's casket, uh, to Spider-Man, and he's he's basically propositioned him with the option to bring Uncle Ben back from the dead, um, like he's been doing with a lot of the the characters in Spider-Man's past that have, have deceased um, throughout the event. So this uh, initially pisses Spider-Man the hell off. Um, he, he's pissed off. He desecrated the memory of Uncle Ben and 
and, uh, you know, dug up his grave, obviously. Um, so he starts off by pretty much going out of character and just unloading on uh, Ben Riley, who, who again, is, a, is basically a clone of Peter Parker. He's punching the shit out of his face. Um, basically, you know, Spider-Man's telling him, you know, uh, how did you come back? I watched you dissolve in my arms. Uh, and then we get into basically uh, some exposition that fills you in on the events of the original uh, clone saga where Ben Riley came to be. Um, so it gives you a bunch of background information, um, running down that long, drawn-out story from uh, about 20 years ago, uh, ending in basically his death. Uh, at this point, he reveals to Spider-Man that when Spider-Man left his body in ashes, Miles Warren came out of nowhere, um, scooped up some of these ashes, and proceeded to use them to bring Ben Riley back to life. Uh, he had Ben Riley held as a prisoner, and, and Miles Warren, basically to improve his, his cloning process, um, kept killing and bringing back Ben Riley um, to life over and over. Uh, in, in different ways, um, basically in different ways, uh, until he either realized he he couldn't figure out what he was trying to figure out, um, you know, couldn't couldn't make the clone stable, um, and, and basically it resulted in the death of Ben Riley twenty seven times in, in horrible, different, awful ways that that they really kind of run through in some detail here. Um, eventually, at one point. Miles Warren starts uh, taunting Ben Riley a little bit, um, and and Ben Riley basically busts out of uh, the, this clone tube he's been stuck in because Miles Warren has made him, you know, pretty much impervious and stronger than he he initially intended to. Um, this results in uh, Ben Riley going after Miles Warren. Um, basically, he reverses. The situation on him and puts Miles Warren in the cloning tube. When Miles Warren wakes up, uh, he, he's like, "What have you done to me? Did you kill me and bring me back to life?" Uh, and Ben Riley basically shows him that Miles Warren is in a room full of other Miles Warrens, um, and, and this Miles Warren isn't quite sure if he's a clone or the real one. Ben Riley also reveals to him at this point in time. Um, that, that his superior intelligence from um, being cloned and recloned over and over again has allowed him to develop um, uh, basically a cure to stabilize these, these clones, and, and that's the pill everybody has to take once a day or, or every so often in, in order to basically not turn into uh, spider dust like Ben Riley did the first time. Um, that's a, that's what he thinks. What we have learned throughout the story is that if they don't get this pill, the, these clones basically degenerate into zombies that can infect other people. Um, and I'm really not sure Ben Riley is aware of this uh, at this point in the story, um, but because initially he wasn't really uh, a straight up evil character like like he's being portrayed in in this story uh, at all. So basically, he, he ends up conning this Miles Warren into taking the pill um, because this Miles is questioning whether he's real or fake. So so he has to go along with what uh, what the plan is. And then we basically catch up to Ben Riley in present day as he, he dons the uh, jackal mask and the, the scarlet suit. 
um, basically takes Miles Warren's place as the Jackal. Um, once all this is revealed to Spider-Man, uh, basically the exposition takes up two-thirds of the book, Spider-Man kind of listens a little bit to the reasoning of Ben Riley, um, because, again, it's essentially Peter Parker himself talking um, talking to you know himself in the mirror uh, and, and basically gets Spider-Man to buy into his plan, uh, which was the fears of Spider-Gwen and Scarlet Spider-Kane all along. Um, and that's how the issue ends. Clone Conspiracy 4 will be the uh, uh, the ne- next time the story continues. But I do think Prowler 3 uh, is is going to be a tie-in before that comes out next week, I believe. Um, but usually Prowler doesn't reveal a whole lot of, of the story. It just kind of fills in some tie-in aspects to, to the main book that's going on. Um, but that's all I got for you guys this week. I hope everyone's having a Merry Christmas. Um, you know how I do things to end it. I let you guys know to buy it, to borrow it, or to forget it altogether. Um, and if you've been reading Clone Conspiracy, uh, keeping up with the events of Spider-Man in, in any way, this is definitely a buy. If you're a fan of the old school Scarlet Spider uh, from the 90s, the, the Spider-Man with the light blue hoodie and the red suit, uh, this would be a buy for you. Um, you know, if you have no emotional connection, it's a very exposition-heavy issue um, and probably wouldn't really grab too too much interest in, unless you had an interest in Spider-Man or Ben Riley at all. Um, so it would be a, probably a borrow uh, there to just stay abreast on the situation uh, of Spider-Man and what he's been up to lately uh, otherwise. But that's all for me, guys. Uh, again, I, I hope you guys enjoy your, your holiday weekend. Um, you got everything you wanted. Um, we'll, we'll have some reviews up on Monday for Marvel Monday, of course, and, uh, listen, listen to the podcast comes out this week for, uh, the He-Man Thundercats review we've got done, uh, with Jim and Eric. So that's it for me. Uh, again, for the third and final time, you guys enjoy your holiday and I will holler at you next week. Um, you're looking to holler at me always at Beamer 3660. Uh, peace out guys. Back to Jim and Eric. Listening to the podcast and listened all day. I just want to hear Jim's voice and not hear Eric Shay. Reviews. I want to hear Jim's review. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard the song, man. I just want to repeat it. How about we play <laughs> it again? Maybe maybe somebody had stepped out of the room. I, I don't know why they have the podcast just playing. They left the room. They missed that song that possibly sings my praises. I, I, does it does it really sing my praises, or is that a combo? Let's get Jim and Eric on that mic and talk some reviews. It, it, it I, I don't really some. see this being a combo platter. It's not a combo platter. It's not the no. surf and turf, the Jim sure and Eric. Sure is not. If, if you were the surf and turf, are you the surf or the turf? I am the turf. You knew you were going to say that, you jerk. 
No, it's just because I, I hate the fucking water. No, dude, and that's why you're not going to... Do you like fish in general? I've never really heard you say that you really yeah, like, like a good piece of fish. Yeah. Is it that you like shellfish, or you, you like a good trout? Uh, you're a trout man? Um, Pretty much it all depends trout? on how you... Uh, how you cook it? <laughs> no, yeah, pretty much. Really? Would you be one to go camping, go fishing, catch a trout... Gut it and put it on the fire right there. Would you? All right. Would you for one do thing, that? I want to know why the fuck am I out camping? I'm you're like, like I don't camping. like going outdoors, you know. Th- this and is outdoors. No this is actually to... part. You're not camping now. You're a survivalist. There has been a lot of I, there trouble. Ain't no in your surviving. Area. <laughs> 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 the survivalist and you would run right to Burger King. There would be Eric Shea. Everybody running around. The, the fucking city's on fire, and you're at the drive-through yelling, "I'm here." Hello? No, no. I am going there to take it over. This is now my territory. Ooh. Shea territory. Take I am it the over. King. First off, you can't see. You're going to get the shit kicked out of you or killed. I think that you're waiting for somebody to take over and you're going to be their bitch. You know what I mean? You, you need a puppet. sugar daddy. Yeah, you need, you're going to be a suck puppet, all right? You're, you're just going to be at the drive-thru yelling, hello? Look, well, actually, you won't. You won't be there. You'll send Jess out. It'll be in the middle of the apocalypse. She'll head out and go yeah. through the drive-thru. And she'll be like, hello, I need uh, three of the uh, number threes. And by the way, one of them or two of them are for my boyfriend. I don't get value meals. Those are for suckers. Uh, well, number three meal at uh, McDonald's, what is it? Tell me what the number three meal is right now. I have no idea. That would be the quarter pounder meal, my friend. Okay. I got that today. I think the number four then is the double quarter. That probably. makes sense. And, and then they probably have the Eric Shea meal, two double quarters. Ah, oh, that's so good. Yeah, today I left uh, for and lunch. And then wash it all down. You got to get a nice 20-piece nugget. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what you <laughs> drink. Yeah, they're like, do you want to drink with that? Yeah, I'll have a 20-piece nugget. Yeah, give me some of that nuggets. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. With barbecue sauce? What, what sauce you got? Sweet and sour, baby. Sweet Damn and sour. Damn right you're going sweet and sour. Are you getting any fries with this? Yeah, probably a large fry. You dipping those fries in that sweet and sour? Not normally. No, that's what no, I see, like the sweet and sour for. I no, don't see, like the nuggets. The sweet and sour is just for the nuggets, and then you open up the double quarter pounder box, and you load the, the top half of that box up with ketchup. Ketchup, And yeah. you freaking, you know, dip the fries in that, and you didn't take the double quarter pounder, and you dip yeah, that you in there as well. Yeah, you dip that in as well, correct? And correct, then, babe. And then you get some mayonnaise, right? Mayonnaise? No, you don't get any fucking mayonnaise. What do you need mayonnaise for? Because then it's almost like do they even tasty. offer mayonnaise? It's like the big and tasty. Then they do get they a little... offer mayonnaise here? Do they offer mayonnaise? I'm sure they do. I'm sure you can yeah. ask for mayonnaise. They might give you a dollop on the side, it. a little dollop, my friend. They'll say, "Here you go with the mayo." Yeah, freaking... do, do I look like a child? I need more than a dollop, sir. Yeah, that is true. Like you said, uh, I've actually, I think I've seen you one time eating that. Maybe I haven't, but I, I imagine that that heaping of ketchup is unbelievable. Right. Oh, it's, it's, it's enormous. And most of the time, am I correct in saying that any time you eat, not every time, but 99% of the times that you eat, the main part of the meal is being dipped in something? Probably, yeah. Because every time you talk, you're telling me you have life hacks. Your life hack is just dipping the fucking sandwich in ketchup. The one life hack is the cravings box at Taco Bell. That your big thing comes is with the you, cheese sauce. You, yeah, it has the cheese sauce. You eat the chips. Now, are you like me with Fun Dip, where you're you're kind of saving the stick a little as you eat? When you're eating the chips, you don't really go to town on that cheese, right? Because you oh, want to no, save I need it that cheese sauce for the gordita. Yeah, or the gordita. Really, to you, the chips are kind of silly to me. Are, are yeah. you with me? That's a little yeah, they get you going. Oh my God, I'm gonna give you start. Actually, to me, 
Actually, to me, it's almost like they're they're testing me a little, and they think that if I eat those chips, I'm not going to be able to eat the rest of the meal. And it's, I just, it's not like it's a goddamn buffet, you know. I'm telling you, I'm like, you silly motherfuckers! I'm going to eat all of this shit, and I'm going to eat it now. And yes, that that's that cheese sauce is there for dipping. Uh, that is. And a then we go. Then, I don't know if you can consider it dipping, but then you also have the thing that you hate, where I get the boneless barbecue spare ribs at the Chinese restaurant, yeah, yeah, and I put yeah. fucking soy yeah, sauce that, on no, it. No, that's that's bullshit. Uh, now you oh, ruined, so you ruined the mode. Is it also a life hack as you eat the double two double quarter pounders? You sit on the toilet so that you can just keep going. Is, is that so a I life can, hack, man? You know what? I haven't really thought of myself that much of a scumbag lately. I better go eat on the toilet. That's usually to me. Uh, that is a sign of being very cultured. That, to me, that is what, uh, all of the Roman emperors used to do. They used to eat on the toilet, Eric. And that's all that happened to the Roman Empire. That's, well, it fell eventually, but it was a hell of a ride, my friend. <laughs> and that hell of a ride for me means you eat on the toilet. I can't, no, I can't get not. enough of it. See, I can't you, get enough up, of it. We grew up in like, you know, the same kind of area. I'm guessing you grew up on the other side of the tracks with your ideas. No, I was on the same side of the tracks. I just had, I was a progressive thinking person from the get go. I was like the, the toilet Jesus is what I like to I consider myself. Know what to, how to I am that. the toilet Jesus, Eric. I had wild Shit ideas. For that, your sins. I had wild ideas that may have put me on the wrong end of, of some fights with people. But all in all, I just wanted everybody to get along. Uh, but people don't want to get along. I've learned that as toilet Jesus. From the toilet. From I'm um, Toilet Jesus, Eric. Now that's my new name. You you will address me as Toilet Jesus. You were Toilet Jesus battling the demons because when you were a child, you thought flushing the toilet meant it was knocking on the that's doorway. That's right. To hell. Well, that's what Toilet Jesus had to be there is to try to get. <laughs> toilet and, Jesus I, plays a bunch toilet of Toilet Jesus in your mind. was there to let everybody cross the barriers into the other life, and the other Don't life was in the toilet. This makes no sense, no. but it when you flush the toilet, it told all the demons, and it wasn't. That was the problem. Is, uh, it, just as a background for people who have never heard me tell this, when I was you a kid, when I was a kid, I thought that when you flushed the toilet, it was a doorbell to hell. And it then was, you would run away, so you were constantly yeah. playing ring and run on. Oh yeah, I was ring and hell. running on the toilet, which you, you could kind of guess. I, I better have wiped <laughs> fully before I flushed. There's no courtesy flush at the Werner residence, or else you're running. You got toilet paper sticking out your ass, and, and it's in your socks. But and hopefully, well, we got that far. Yeah, really. Well, what would happen is you would often say like, oh, Jim, as a kid, he thought his house was haunted. And if he flushed the toilet, it would make noise and alert the ghosts. No, these ghosts, the toilet to me was the portal to hell. Uh And you flush the toilet and then they come out. Now, I can't say I had any idea why this was or why I thought this, but it often led to me running and falling down the stairs <laughs> very violently. And then my dad ended up putting a door at the bottom of the stairs, like how our Which stairs were. It seems so weird to me. I, I've a, never seen anybody yeah, with a door at the so bottom of the stairs. It was so weird. You know in our, our houses, because yeah. me and you lived in – all the houses in our development we grew up in were very we, similar. We, we grew up a street away never knew yes. one another. So um, when you would go, you would have the stairs, and there was that railing. Yeah. What he did was he he boarded that up like he uh he walled that railing yeah, he up, it up. I got you. and then just had a door at the bottom so it would be closed. It just seems like such like tight quarters like there oh, was, it was no tight way quarters. to fucking go. Just imagine you fall down, you fall and then at the bottom you are wedged in between that door and the last stair. Oh, it was awful. It was really bad. Now, on my, like was your was your house the opposite? At mine, the bottom of the stairs went right to the front door. Yeah, well, my bottom of the stairs would go, and then there was like a little bit of – that was the living room, but right from there you could make a 
you know, three steps to the door. But what at the bottom of the stairs of ours, we had our stereo that I told you about. That was a stereo slash cabinet. Right. And that was there with my mom's fucking knickknack. So if the door was open, I'd fucking roll into that and knock shit <laughs> over. And my, my dad would just scream at me. And of yeah, course, I, I'd scream at you too if you well, were Well, here's kid. the thing. Just imagine you're what a kid. What is wrong with you? No, just imagine you're a kid and you fall down the stairs and your dad says to you, Jimmy, what the fuck are you doing? You're not going to say, oh, dad, uh, you know, I, I rang the doorbell to hell. So what happened is nobody was ever there to tell me that was nonsense. So I just kept going with it. I just thought for some reason, I don't know what. I'm I guess I didn't go and have you tested. That, but I never would tell them. Why would I tell them? I'm no, like Wesker. I'm not fucking letting it go. Stairs. The minute that you let, no, they just thought I was a klutz, which I was. I was a master of disaster. Yeah. I would go and fall and smash into windows and shit and fucking throw myself into the fucking kerosene heater. I had a rough childhood, most of it from my own <laughs> self. You? From my mind, Eric, from my mind's eye. But the, once I became Toilet Jesus, mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. looked better. I, I, it, everything was fine then. Toilet Jesus, I showed everyone the way. So and I'm trying to think now, going back to other things you've told me within the past few months. Yeah. Now, your son leaving the bag of uh, Tostitos in the trash can, was yes. that an offering to his savior? You mean it, in the toilet? I mean, toilet. in the toilet, yes. I'm Actually, sorry, the there toilet. were jalapeno chips, Eric. And as you know, those are hot as hell. So I, he may have. Actually, That's I just offering think, to his okay. I will say that one thing Toilet Jesus has passed on to his disciples that I call my kids, the apostles, uh-huh. uh, is eating on the toilet. <laughs> I've seen them. A bunch uh, of but, garbage people. But, <laughs> as, but as Toilet Jesus does, I, I always tell them to stop it. I, I know the things I've done are, are nuts, so I do not want it to pass along. Uh, they don't listen. They really don't. They do some crazy shit. Uh, but then they get all upset about like I I, I could go on and on. Eric, do at as some I point, say, not as I do. It's the first. At some point, I'll go through like crazy things that they think as well. Maybe we'll even have a just for the hell of it with them, and they can explain to you their craziness. I do know though. I got my car back. Eric. My car mm-hmm. is back, and when we got it back, the kids were very concerned because there was a bagel in the back seat. There wasn't a bagel there when we, when I crashed, <laughs> and there's a bagel there, and they got all weirded out by that. So there, that they were upset at that, right? They, they'll like, eat on the toilet, but a, a random I bagel in the back seat. I know how you come up with strange ideas, backstories to strange events, and just yeah. normal, actually, everyday circumstances. I want to know the story they put to this fucking random bagel. Uh, well, in the, the, back the seat. random bagel ended up being very similar to that Crank Yankers, where there's the gorilla shit that, that when they think the guy <laughs> shit in the back seat. That was what they were coming up with. They did come up with stuff. I'm freaking trying to move stuff off my desk and I, I there's the craziest shit on this desk we got fucking uh fucking parlor perfect crunchy rainbow sprinkles i don't even you know what that is yeah i hear they're it is that like, just like an ice cream they're jimmy's okay, for Jimmy, ice right. cream i don't know why they're here i can do a little hey yeah you got your fucking maracas there pull your fucking fr- oh, like jazz oh, now the jazz flute's missing i looked for that earlier because i i'm doing my it's a magical 80s, jazz flute doing my strike back it. tomorrow and the jazz flute needs to be needs to be heard in fact uh skinny penis was going to do a solo during the middle of rio which does have a saxophone solo sure so does. i thought the jazz flute that'd be great we can't find it so he uh skinny penis might be out and dj snazzy pants he's in and Who he the fuck is DJ Stassi Pat? That's Ethan. They might okay. have a, he might come in with the parlor perfect. Oh, jeez. I don't I know just, what the hell I just happened. spit all over myself. Gree! 
Yeehaw! Oh, oh now I understand. Yeah, I was trying to do that. Before one. it was a stroke, now it's fucking <laughs> racing. <laughs> 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 Weird mood tonight. Apparently. Very weird. Very weird. Get fresh crew. Boop, 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 boop. There you go. Well, <laughs> we're going to start off this section of books. Uh, we, we're finally going to get to them. This is what happens though. We have a, when we have a lot of books, uh, even though we, even if we don't, we do a lot of these reviews, uh, before Saturday night because unfortunately, if we didn't, we'd be up till 10 a.m. the next day. I don't want to do that. Yeah, uh, recording I'll, 13 hours straight would be nuts. I'll stay up until 5 a.m. on on occasions. It's not the greatest. I don't even like doing do that it. anymore. Well, but, we got freaking spoiled by doing it a couple of days early. Yeah, we did. Uh, but what happens is when we do these, you're get you get uh, even listening to the last episode. What happens is you get these weird combinations of moods like one day you, you'll be pissed like last it's week a bipolar show is yeah, what it well is. last week i was so angry when we did reggie's books and i was just in a bad mood then all of a sudden we're fucking laughing i could just imagine the people thinking that i am insane i'm not insane eric i am toilet jesus it's all well, I'm telling you, you've already confused people because you said you're doing your friggin' 80 strike back tomorrow so when they hear yeah. this like jim's See, doing I, it on a monday this is or the thing. a lot of people a lot of people will try to uh, coordinate these things that they say i've given up i really have given up saying like oh and tomorrow and yesterday and yeah people's heads are fucking spinning this is what i said there you go i, I gotta get in the mode here how about this hello motherfucker oh yeah, i love that little boy i hate you hate him i don't like i don't like him well, at all who is your favorite basketball player i don't have LeBron one yet. Oh, lebron james is it Hmm, that's funny. You know, you know Carl who Mrs. Malone. You know who Mrs. James's son is. You are correct, Mrs. James, Eric. Mrs. James. Mrs. James. You know who Mr. James' son is. Hello, motherfucker. That kid. <laughs> I love that kid. Ah, uh, yes. This is what would you call this section? The somewhat. Justice League section with Nightwing thrown in. Is that a, yeah, is that I a think, catchy I think title? That's a proper title. Yeah, yeah. A, a, maybe a catchy title of the Trinity leading into Justice League with a little Nightwing sprinkled in like this. <laughs> that's going to ruin all the editing too. I, I fucking yell and it ruins every bit of sound editing that I do. I just, it, everything I do in life, it's, it's just to fucking counterproductive. Myself. Yeah. It is. It's just fucking terrible. Trinity number four, Eric. Trinity number four. And before we go on, I will say that if you like this book, you tune out now because I told you that this is a book that I want to love. But every time I read it this week, I hate it even more. And I've read it seven times. I've legitimately, I think I've read this seven times. So I should be the expert. I'm, ver- I'm, I'm very sorry, Jim. You should not have had to read this book seven no, times. No, and, and here's the thing. We'll get into it. It's not awful. It's just not good. And I really, and I- it's one of those where I expected so much more of this. That it really, the, the score that I give it is a more of a negative score of maybe a book that I thought was going to suck with the same score. You know what I mean? It's you know, just, there's you know nothing I mean, going on. And yeah. if there are things going on, I wouldn't know because we're not given the rules. And yeah. that is the biggest problem that I have with this book. Problem. I have well, no we'll idea how to understand what and I'm reading. I, and even before we go, I, I will have a little bit of a discussion about just the background of the rules before we get in the tit for tat. But yes, this is Trinity Number Four, written by Francis Manipal, art by Manuela Lupacino, Ray McCarthy, Hi-Fi, and Steve Wands. Trinity continues with an unsurprising visit to their mascara. While the idea of Wonder Woman returning home is exciting in light of her rebirth goings-ons, 
Zons. Zons. This isn't real. And we Steven Zons. And we unfortunately aren't sure of the rules governing this so-called dreamland. I really want to love this book, but with each passing issue and reading, Eric, Francis Manipal makes it harder by giving us more of nothing. I do love Manuel Lupacino's art in this issue, but the actual storytelling is bringing me down. Oh, yeah, Mongol shows up in the end and makes me want rules even more Seriously. Now. I'm telling you, it's a good reveal because you expect Mongol to be there. Yes. You don't know how Mongol's yeah, here's there, Here's the problem. This is where I wanted to get into it. First off, if you're unaware, this story is kind of a play off of the Black Mercy story that Mongol uh, had. For the man who for had the everything. For the man who had everything, which was uh, a... Um, a Alan Moore story in a Alan Superman Moore, annual in 1985 and also was uh, also in the Justice League Unlimited cartoon as well as yeah. the as well as a kind of a, a runabout of it in Supergirl last season. So in the television show. Supergirl. I didn't see that one. Yeah, it, it's the same thing. It was like for the girl who had everything. Aaron. They, they twisted it. They, they really no, hid that. They're fucking hacks and they stole it. Well, and in the meantime, in that story, the Black Mercy, basically, it gives you everything you want. It feeds off your life energy. In the meantime, you're content. You just let it happen because you're getting everything you want. Now, in that story, what eventually happened was with Superman in this dream world of the Black Mercy, eventually things started going wrong. And in his dream, he was married with kids on Krypton. Krypton never exploded. It was fine. He was living his life. But in the meantime, as this went on, Jarrell kind of was discredited because he the, the world never blew up. He still was claiming shit was going wrong. It never happened. And shit went dark. He's a crazy doomsayer. In the meantime, Wonder Woman and Batman and Robin had come to the fortress, had found him, fought Mongol. Mongol ended up in this thing. That, that's not really the concern here. But this is playing off of that story because as we see – there is something which the solicits are calling the white mercy. That is what they have Bruce, uh, Clark, and Diana in, which poison ivy in the Hamilton County barn at their at the Smiths residence. I was going to say the is. Hamilton County barn. This is the community <laughs> barn. The Hamilton County barn. That's where we go. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime. Because it's kind of playing off this Black Mercy deal, you're getting it different. So you see this, and right away, I think that I think Francis Manipal wanted everybody to know this. I really do because of what's going on, and that's where I think you weren't getting a lot of uh, you know explanation at first because he was trying to fool you. The problem is for most of the it's people a, that a I've heard, fucking book. and for most of the people I've heard and read about this, nobody's getting the connection. So they're just going with what's happening now. In this, it seems that this dream world they're in there they can control it and in the meantime they are being shown their most vulnerable memories their bad memories but they can kind of make things better in the meantime they're bonded i'd say they are vulnerable memories to a degree but it seems like something like they're being able they're given the opportunity to do something they've always wanted to do like you know clark wanted to see his father again like he didn't die like he did originally bruce was able to talk to his younger self and now we move into themiscara to talk like you know the only reason i say that because that is exactly what we're told in this they do diana does say oh they're showing us our most vulnerable times and things like that so i'm just going with what she's saying Yeah, yeah uh but it is weird like you said uh superman got to see his dad now, there was the hokey thing. There's always something hokey going on because in that, his dad had the heart attack. But there was also his little self there, and he ran off and started talking to somebody who uh, we're guessing Some might have been Mongol thing. now. Yeah. Uh, 
in the meantime, they go to Bruce, and even Diana spells out because she's saying this at the beginning. Oh, we, you know, we all got our vulnerable moments. We always got to do this. Uh, Clark got to say goodbye to his dad or see his dad again. Unfortunately, Bruce didn't get to see or say goodbye to his parents, but he got to say goodbye or talk to himself. Yeah, and that might be better. She's kind of pushing it. This is what honestly, Francis I think she's Manipur- jumping to a whole lot of conclusions. Well, here's the to problem: make is, feel to me, it. this, yeah, to me though, this is Francis Manipul giving us the the recap. So whatever they're saying, I'm thinking Francis Manipal is telling us this, and what you just said is true. I'm like, really? That, that's what happened? Now, the other thing that gets me, though, because we don't know what this white mercy does. Yeah, we don't so, know how this affects but the But right away, universe. the minute that we read the story and we kind of got the idea, okay, somebody sold them seeds, they got it. Once we saw the plants on them, that we said oh, yeah. Mongols involved. Black Mongols going to be involved somewhere. So without these rules, we're going on. With him being in this dream world, in the world itself, throws off some things because we don't know the rules. But the thing that makes me wonder the most is most people sit there. They're listening right now. Most people who like this book say to themselves, oh, you know what? What I like this story is I I like it because the story is all about the bonding of the Trinity. You have Superman who they don't know. It's not a Superman they know. They're getting to know him. He's breaking down the walls. Why? Why? If this is a, if there is a bad guy, if you're sitting there thinking that and you think to yourself, ooh, the bad guy, what's the bad guy's plan? Is the bad guy's plan to bring them together? That's a terrible plan. If yeah. they are against, plus, you have Poison Ivy. Is Poison Ivy the bad person? Why does Poison Ivy have any inkling that Bruce, Clark, and Diana are the Trinity? She shouldn't. Yeah. She shouldn't know no this. Idea. So her with them in the barn there with the white mercy on them, it doesn't make sense if she's like I've heard some people. Well, I think uh, I think that uh, that Poison Ivy's trying to show them something. She wants to bring them together. She wants to How? warn them. No, that is Bruce Wayne, Clark Kent, and Diana Prince. There's that's it. These aren't the Kent. They she it's does not, not know. It's Clark Smith. Well, Clark Smith even. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they don't know. So what are the rules? What is going on in the dream world? Now you're, I'm saying this. We say that what's end. going on in the dream world. I don't know what's going on in the real world at yeah, this point. And and really, th- you get one page here. Yeah. Though it's funny because we said, boy, <laughs> when we saw that truck. Lois. But yeah, it starts off, and this is Diana. She's saying, "Well, I know this isn't real. Uh, this is a dreamland, but it's weird. We can we can go with it." And it, it says, "Bruce, poor Bruce, he failed to see his parents." She's going through all this in her mind, and she says, "You know, uh, Superman connected with his father. Hopefully, that'll bring down the walls." And here's. Uh, says, providing us with moments we have long wanted and resolutions we have always needed. So, like you said, you're, you're yeah. in there. That this is what we're getting. Uh, the problem is – I want to know the transitions between you know us being in Smallville and then all of a sudden we're in Gotham too, and then being yeah. on a boat going to Themyscira. Like, where is, it, yeah. is it just it, like a jump like in a dream state where they do like yeah. – it makes sense to them, but we're not getting any of this and, kind of and thing. And, we just yeah. know that they think it is a dream. Yeah, and in this – Diana keeps saying it. It is very hokey because Diana's thinking – this isn't real. I know it's not real. And then basically the first thing that Batman says to her, you know, this isn't real. Oh, yeah, I was I was just thinking that myself. And there's no Batman seems to be dislocated with whatever they're doing, because later on he starts talking gibberish. That makes what no the fuck sense. That was about. I know we'll get to that. That might be the worst. It almost seemed like like Francis Manipal was writing in a stream of consciousness. And, and all of a sudden he got di- distracted. And when he came back, he didn't know what was oh, going yeah. on. We'll and get Mongols to that though. Here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're there on Themyscira. And it is one of those where 
You can think it's exciting if it leads into or ties into the lie story, all this. I don't I don't find that exciting I, at all because it's a dream. It's, it's a dream. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. Doesn't exist. It doesn't mean Wonder anything. Woman right now. So anybody who's trying to you're trying to get these ideas in your head of, oh my God, this is this is showing you the lies. This is showing you this. Whatever it's showing you is what her heart's desire is. She wants to go back to Themyscira. This yeah. and and again, I said all of these books, whenever you see Diana now. Everybody has to fucking load up their dialogue with lies and truth. It, it, I've never seen this before in, in a book that so many people are yelling, you're a liar. Ooh, I want the truth. They're always yelling this now because that's the tie-in. That's not a tie-in. That's, that's all anybody knows that Wonder Woman's doing right now, yeah. lies and truth. Lies and truth. That's what everybody's going to go on about. It, Greg, it's Greg ridiculous. Rock is keeping his story close to the chest without letting anybody in. So no, like, yes, they, lies yeah. and truth, everyone. Yeah, they, they call him up. Oh, Greg, I have this story. They're going to be in Themyscira. It is a dream world, so we can kind of play with it. Uh, can you give me a little hint? It's all lies. <laughs> Liar. Yeah, so they're there on Themyscira, they're on the beach. And, like, and one thing, too, is that we have this idea that Diana does want to go home. This is the thing, like, yeah. she would be led back here. Yes. The one thing I don't understand is, yes, Superman wanted to see his father again because yes. he died. Yep. And, like, you know, Clark got to talk to his younger self. That's the only, I mean, uh, Bruce, but that's the only one that makes sense to me because yeah. why are we seeing these younger well, this versions is, this of the is characters? The problem. Well, and, you're all, and seeing that also when we get to the end, even, if you if you could even say it now, um... At the end, what do you think happens that's Diana's deepest desire here? Basically, I, she gets accepted back home and then decides to go with, with Bruce and Superman. This isn't, this isn't like anything. Maybe, There's no resolution. Hey, all right, all right, how, how Is it on her terms? Maybe. I'm saying now she's giving, like, she's able to come back with the retrospect, like, the knowledge of everything she's done so far, and she gets to make the choice again to, like, leave. You know, maybe that is what it is. Like, maybe. The idea maybe now, she like, will, like, oh, I, I didn't know what was going on before. Now I finally get to make the choice. But the yes. problem to me is you have the beginning where they land on Themyscira, and then at the very end when Mongol shows up, pretty much everything in between is a lot of nothing. Because oh, everything that totally happens nothing. is pretty much reversed. It's because they go, the Amazons show up. Oh my God, who are you? Invaders. And that's where, yeah, and that's where Wonder Woman says, "I'm, you know, uh, daughter of Apollo. I'm the liar. Queen princess." And they just say she's a liar. In the meantime, she gets saved by her younger self. And it's weird too because I was looking. I even went back and looked. It does look a lot like David Finch's uh, drawing of Wonder Woman. I know that it it isn't. I know yeah. that this is not. You know, trying to fool you or anything. I I don't really put much into this of anything like that. It's deeper than it is because it's a dream world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, but it doesn't with, matter. But we don't know the rules. If this nope. was, if it was said that, oh, even all you had to have, if Poison Ivy indeed knows what's going on, all you had to do was John say, oh my God, what are you doing to my daddy? He calls him daddy. And he, said, <laughs> he said, what are you doing to my daddy? Don't worry, young fella. Uh, what they're doing here is seeing their grandest dreams and able to work through their problems. She could have explained it that way. Hey, yes, you, people you might have said it oh. that way. I still want to know how the fuck do you know who their secret well, identities are? Well, I know, are. but that's what I'm saying. If – Everything else was or taken care of. Or she just going of. door to door in Hamilton County trying to make a world a better place. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they're after John. In the meantime, this is just to keep or, him or out of the way. Or is it like one of those magic beans things? Since John, John came around and John actually has the been magic a little beans. fucking. He's been walking around with that goddamn hoodie on, the Superboy hoodie. You know, <laughs> I'm telling you, if at the end it ends up, I, I do have a theory. 
But it could end up at the end that there really are after John because Poison Ivy does save him here, though I think it's just a reaction. He's a little kid. Yeah. His drunken mother. His drunken mother drug. drove a truck through a barn and almost killed her son. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad Poison Ivy was there to save no, John. And we get to that part now because in this, the Amazons are coming up. They think Diana's a liar and the younger her younger self in this dream then says, listen, they're going to be – we're going to find out about them. Let's find out before we get rash here. But if they're liars, you know, they'll die. But let's yeah. let's take them to my mom and, and let's see what's going on. In the meantime, you go back to the regular world where Lois, the last time we saw Lois was freaking out. She saw John's cap and fucking decided that she couldn't get into the <laughs> – Oh, she no. Couldn't get, yeah, she couldn't get into the barn. It was solid. Now – at one point, she's just yelling, and this is recap. She's yelling, I can't get in the barn. It's like it's cemented shut. But th- there's fucking vines all hey, over nobody, that were not there the day vines. before. Yeah, they were not there the day before. She doesn't think that. Next thing you know, I'm I'm half expecting a fucking tree stalk to go, and John ends up in a fucking, you know, cloud city where he's fucking fighting the giant. <laughs> telling you. Well, I don't, that's what it seems John like to and me, the beanstalk. Like I would have like, liked that better. This is all because he actually went and bought the goddamn yeah, magic Because he bought the magic beans. beans. Yeah. So you go, and this is where uh, Lois is crashing through the door. Of and even the with this part here, that first panel where we see Poison Ivy react to the vroom sound of the Yeah, truck, I didn't know who it was at first. I thought it was Starfire. <laughs> I'm like, what so, is she doing yeah, here? I didn't know who it was. I actually thought they fucked up. I thought that was Diana still or some yeah. Amazon. I was like, what's going on, vroom? At least you had that. I went Starfire. I'm like, what yeah, the hell is she doing? It in this is book? weird. Um but yeah, and, and also the whole thing, it's like, it's classic Poison Ivy as well. It's, she's not disguising herself in this barn either. She's going yeah. all out. Uh, but yeah, John's in there with her, and Lois comes crashing through the barn door, and it's funny because you said, oh my God, she's going to hit John. That was basically what you that said the joke. last issue, and she almost does. Uh, yeah. If it wasn't for Poison Ivy, I believe John would be, well, not dead because he is Superboy, but who knows yeah, but if his powers, powers are, are wonky. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying it. If his powers are wonky at this point... He's done. Uh, but again, the thing that gets me in this. She's going to have to fucking call the police, pass, like pass a breathalyzer oh test and fucking do a sobriety test. You know test. she's been drinking. You of know she's she been drinking. And it's funny, too. She smashes through on the truck. And then Poison Ivy pushes John out of the way and then basically goes up on the hood and hits her, you know, crashes into the uh, the windshield. And Lois says, John, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't have time to think. What the fuck does that mean? She was drunk, Jim. I think that's what she didn't have time to fucking drink. That's what she said. This is ruined uh, freaking happy hour, which in Lois's mind, happy hour is 12 noon to 5 p.m. They they keep telling her that's not an hour. Even though it's been four months to us, it's only been a few hours here. They had dinner. She drank a bottle of wine during dinner. Yeah, she did. At least she didn't end up in the woods. She just ended up here. But yeah, she crashes in. Company. She's composing herself yeah. tonight. And she says this, and then she looks over, and there are there's the Trinity. They have these, you know, the the look of, like I said, the Black Mercy from before yep. that's there. And she just says, wake up. And she seems to be saying it maybe to John still. Because she's says, like, you know, she's shocked you, by what she's seeing with her husband and, and, and but Bruce she, and Diana. There's not really that much of a reaction. You know what I mean? She just looks up. But th- this is what you would have seen the minute you got out. It's just weird. I'm telling you, this whole scene, we want to know rules and, and what's going on. And this is all you're going to get in the in the real world. Because then Poison Ivy just clocks Lois. Clocks she fucking knocks her out. It's kind See of how funny. easy it is to knock somebody out, Jim? Not, maybe for a Poison Ivy <laughs> to knock out Lois. 
telling you, Wesker knocking out fucking Psycho Pirate. I don't know. You can tell me Psycho Pirate's frail. Wesker is a big, fat fucking old guy. Uh, but frail yeah, you go back, go back into Dreamland, which is someone, Eric, someone in Themyscira. And then we deal with the trials again. And yeah, you're going to have the trials. This. And this, I'm, I'm telling you, this would be what most people would be like, oh, this is going to be cool. Because, yes, they have to prove they're worthy to be on Themyscira. The three Trinity, panels. all three of them. They have to be. And I thought this would be cool. You'd have Superman, who is overpowered type guy, has to kind of lay back a little. You'd have Batman. Batman doesn't care about beating up a woman. I saw what no. he did to Harper way back in the New 52. <laughs> he punched her, and he goes at it. I wanted to see more of that. I really did. You get Diana shooting an arrow through an arrow, arrow and then it's over. At and this, Superman pushing a rock up a hill, yeah, pushing and a rock. Batman he's, battling an Amazon. He's Sisyphus. He's pushing yeah, a fucking yeah. rock. It's like, hey, you push a rock. And it's such a hokey thing because... All in all, I want Hippolyta. I wish they had a thought bubble like, stupid assholes, this does not mean shit. Why did Be- we just waste everyone's time? Yeah, we just did because at the end they say, okay, Wonder Woman, uh, you have shot an arrow through an hour. That, that is pretty fucking impressive there, will yeah. you tell? You, you uh, belong here. Yeah, you're going to belong here. You stay. But by the way, these men that just went through the trials to prove that they're worthy, yeah, they're worthy. They're going to die. You're not allowed to have men They got penises. Yeah, they have penises. They have to leave. And they're going to go to the dark quarter. And this is where little Wonder Woman then says, like, oh, my God, you know, why why can we – we got to let them stay. They were worthy. And uh, Hippolyta says, listen, daughter. No. This is 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 how we've kept safe all the time. You have to follow these rules. They walk them down, and Wonder Woman basically then says – Nope, I gotta go with my dudes. Can't have this. Yeah, we're the Trinity. We're gonna go again. I don't get it. I don't. I. It is a great thing to think. Oh, Wonder Woman's there. She's she's going bros before hoes, Eric. She's gonna (laughs) stay with with Superman and Batman. But where I'm getting at is why is this the nefarious plan of some big bad? What are they after? Not only that, it's just that like you know. Wonder Woman chooses to stay with her friends, which it's it's yeah. cool. I, I get you. But it's a great to way to have why the Trinity come together. Agreed, but why do they accept their fate? I don't know. Yeah, and they're like, just going to do it's it. It's just okay. We're going to go to the dark quarter and like you know cross the river, goddamn sticks or whatever well, the fuck's going on down here. It's not even like it's you haven't even gotten a thing in the in this whole four issues of a. Listen, we got to play out the game. You know, we got to play out these if we don't fully go with what's going on. Like, you see, Bruce sees his mom and dad. I'm saying, yeah, but if there was, like, at one point, remember, they thought they were going back in time. And they did say, whoa, we can't screw things up. And that would have led to. Yeah, we are. We're way beyond that that point. Even if that was the point here, they're still fucking up time because they came to Themyscira. Because they're there. Yeah, Yeah. it's all screwy. It really. It's a lot of There's smoke no and mirrors. Points. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors because they're going, they're accepting their fate. They're pretty much going to Hades. They're going to die. Yeah. And uh, that's when little Diana jumps on. Wait. She goes on. No, no. I want to come with you. Uh, here, I have the lasso. Look. And this is, in all of this time, too. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. When she jumps across to get on the raft to join like our two Trinity. feet away at one point. And yeah. But the thing is, Princess Diana, what are you, this is what uh, Wonder Woman says to her younger self. Yeah. Princess Diana, what are you doing? This raft brings us towards our eternal rest. I'm like, yeah. why are you accepting this? Yep. And then it's funny, your etern- <laughs> our eternal rest, and then the other dad, the little Diana goes, or your eternal damnation, you will yeah. find no respite, and I can have, what? Respite. Well, you know. Respite. Uh, yeah, we can, you'll, you will I'll find no respite. Him. I can help. 
And I'm like, what What do you mean? Like, is it the, the little Diana who's in the dream? Part of the dream is, I, I think that Diana is, she's tired, Eric. She's going to kill herself. They're letting themselves die. But she doesn't want to die alone. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. In the meantime, all this time, they have, uh, the Amazons and Diana have been talking in Amazonian and Batman and Superman could not understand. So you had that whole thing with like, you know, them yelling, the Amazons yelling at them and Superman like, I don't know, that doesn't sound out. good. Or, hey, what are they saying? Well, when you have the, the lasso or as like, I like to call it Eric, the perfect, yeah. uh, it wraps around both the Dianas and now they can understand each other, which is weird because they always could. Yep. And, all of a sudden, though, Superman and Batman can understand them. That Superman and Batman, though, can understand them now. Why? Why is that? Because it is them who are getting this mind meld. It, it's just odd. It, it was odd to me. But this is where you get a couple really hokey things. Because as they're going, they're going to talk about, again, what they have gone through. And they're like, oh, you know what? Uh, Superman says, I got to see my dad one last time. And somehow the rocks in this tunnel... Uh, there's the rock formation of his dad. Yep. And then Bruce is like, yeah, but it's all a lie. We can't believe anything we've seen. As he appears to throw pearls into the river, which might be the river sticks, and throws them into what appears to be his mom and dad. And his dad now is Phantom Stranger, if you ask me. It's very <laughs> odd. But I don't get, like, is this him saying a final goodbye almost? Like, a, I know this isn't real. Get away from me. Uh, but in the meantime, they're, uh, and then they're eaten by a sea monster. Yeah. Well, and Wonder Woman's like, yeah, but what about what we felt? That may be the only truth we needed. Oh, God damn it. Oh, God. Well, as this is going on, a snake is coming, uh, a big serpent, but you also get that crazy fucking, where is it? I, I'm actually paging through the worst dialogue and the worst thing that I've seen where Batman says, oh, there it is. They're in the snake then. They, the serpent goes, swallows them up. And in the meantime, the little Diana says, I know this sounds strange. I think this is what we have to do. They get swallowed up. Diana is pissed off because when they come to, the light goes from the lasso, uh, they're, the little Diana's gone. She is gone now, and she wants to know, oh, hold on. Where's the princess? Uh, we better find her. There's going to be hell to pay. Um, in the meantime, Batman says, Diana. Your language was hard to decipher, but I heard some Indo-European undertones and some Afro-Asiatic. And then she says, hold that thought. Where's the princess? And Superman goes, uh, Bruce, I think you'll need to get to the point quicker. We what never point? get to the what point. point. What point? This is all this is. It is a slight callback to the year one story when the There's Dr. No Perez. Reason. When Dr. Perez came to talk to Diana and they couldn't understand her. And he was it actually said, Dr. Perez in the book? Yes, yes. And he okay. said, oh, Indo-European undertone. He said the same thing. So is this like that? that's your tie-in to the book that Did he understands? Did we need to fill up some fucking like, and basically, like dialogue balloons? And what basically happened? he's talking about how she was talking before this, how she was yeah. talking when the Amazons came. It's like, the you didn't decipher Bruce. shit, Batman. No, and, and yeah, and, and Bruce is, he's a linguist. He's a cunning linguist, Eric. Hey, I don't understand what's going on because they're in a snake being attacked by snakes. They're going, like, Diana sees a goddamn, uh, a sword. She goes, cuts her way out, and Mongols there. The end. Yeah. Uh, what is going on, Mo? Here, and it turns yeah. out that freaking, you know, the little Diana was Maybe. supposedly his daughter the whole time, possibly yes. Mongal. 
Yes, was leading them on. Uh, we're guessing that that's who was kind of uh, playing the younger Diana. I'm not even that that sure anymore. I don't know because she did disappear and she's there. Who knows? But maybe behind the scenes, Mongol Jr. might have been before. That's the thing is, too, is that if in my mind, if Mongal is here, Mongol 2 or Mongol Jr., whatever you want to call him, was the person who might have been playing young Clark or young Bruce. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Or even yeah. the person that, like, Mongol was in the cave, and when young Clark was talking, it was actually Mongol Jr. Yeah, talking to Mongo his father Jr. about what was know. going on. Because I don't know, because even I don't know the, the thing, fucking rules. I think that the um the little versions months, of them, the younger versions of them, maybe it was even that you find out that uh that Mongol what's what's his daughter's name? Mongal. I want to say like Mongol Lass, like she's freaking one of the <laughs> Legion of Superheroes. Mongal. Uh, maybe Mongal was whispering in little Diana, like maybe they had to, maybe in fact that wasn't her and they always combine. I don't know. We don't, don't know, know but here's my theory. Something's going on here. Somebody is trying to get them to be together. Somebody's trying to break down the walls that Superman has. Uh, Batman, I, Batman just is a, he's a wild card. He's just miserable, but I actually think that Mongol might be trapped in this in this dream world himself. Yeah. Somehow he, he has been he trapped went, in he here. He created some kind of white mercy and somehow yes. connected to and he's connected poison to, ivy. It's maybe the green. It's Mother Mercy is who was the creator of the Black Mercy. Maybe she came back looking for retribution because he has been fucking around with the Black Mercy. I don't know. At no, the I, end of the Black Mercy, the uh, for the man who has everything, they actually trap Mongo in the Black Mercy. I don't think that ties in, but whatever it is, I actually am hoping or thinking that maybe Mongol is stuck in this. He is doing this to get them stronger as a team because he's going to need their help to get the fuck out of here. The only problem is where does Poison Ivy work into this? Where is anybody? Because it was all set up by Poison Ivy doing this by giving John the seeds for it growing, for it happening. So there is a lot of loose ends that I don't know, but seeing Mongol – in and here. Ha- I'm saying, and having this be a monthly book is very yeah. tiring because of the yes, pace we're taking with and, this. And the thing with me is, you did expect Mongol to show up. If, if you were paying attention to the story and knew kind of the background of what's going on, you would have expected Mongol to be the big bad. And they, yeah. I think that I think that Francis Manipal is having problems in this. Is he's giving you big reveals and big twists. But without knowing the story, they aren't hitting hard with anybody because at the one point you thought a man sold the seeds to John. We well, said it right John away. Said. And and number the that number one issue when we did the our review on the podcast, we said at the end of that, it's Mongol. Mongol's the one, and yeah. we were making fun like Mongol's a big dude. And we're like, John, you don't see this crazy dude. John, well, not only should you not, you know, go up to strangers and talk to him, shouldn't go up to strange Mongols and talk yeah, to him. Mongol. So at the point where it was revealed it was Poison Ivy. They were still playing at it, maybe a, a man. And then all of a sudden it was Poison Ivy. There's the twist. Well, even when Poison Ivy walked in, she had that freaking you know, beard yeah, made of leaves. The beard and stuff. I'm like, she had that's that not disguise. really cool of me, but whatever. So what I'm saying is in that issue, that to me was Francis Manipal trying to give you this big twist. Ooh, look, it isn't Mongol. Poison nobody Ivy. Seemed, nobody seemed to grab onto that. Nobody seemed to be surprised because nobody was connecting Mongol to this anyway. Well, because, because it doesn't seem remembers the Black Mercy. And, yeah, that, or, and it's not mercy, spelled it's not out enough. It's not working the same way. The, the, uh, the pre-Flashpoint Superman that is in this, uh, there, there are ways. They should have had ways to, to explain this to people because it is. It seems like – and this is a legacy thing. This is a really good callback. If you do it well, the way he's done it, I think everybody's lost. Nobody knows what's going on, and they're latching on to this. Oh, they're they're coming together as a team. I like the interaction. I was talking to a guy on on Twitter tonight where uh, basement condition. 
tweeted out, hey, uh, which books do you like and which books don't you? And some people were like, I don't like Trinity. Somebody said they did. And I said, you know what? I, I want to like it, but it's just not giving me anything. And I want to yeah. know the rules. And the guy tweeted back to me and said, I don't really care that much. I just like to see the, the Trinity, uh, the interactions. And yeah, that's, I, I don't that's the problem. That. And that's the problem, though, because this is supposed to be, to me, having Mongol. All the, that's a big story. Fucking the a. way he's telling it, he's making it small, and he's making it so nobody knows what's going on. I don't even, we say this, we're trying to act like we're these fucking, you know, oh, I'm the professor. I'm fucking Mongol. We spent all I week don't know. trying to decipher this goddamn yeah, shit. I, I, and it other. frustrates me. I just came off of trying to fucking understand Batman, and that kicked, <laughs> kicked me in the teeth. And I'm now I'm trying to understand that, this. I don't, I'm not going to try to jump to conclusion anymore. There's no reason for me to think that anything hey. big is going to happen anytime. Hey, I was, I was on, I was on Twitter tonight and I said, listen, I'm done with the theories. I'm, yeah. I'm already given it. I, it took me two seconds. I'm, I'm now I have a Mongol theory. Hi, hey, hi. I give it a six five, Eric. Uh, the art's awesome. The art the is art incredible. Is and, I, I uh, just find myself being frustrated with the story because I don't know what's going on. And yeah. because it's a monthly book, I have to wait for this thing. And well, yeah. when I finally do get the book, Nothing new yeah. is explained. Uh, when, to me. When, I, these cliffhangers doesn't do it for yeah, me because and when I don't you have, yeah. goddamn rules. And when you have the whole thing where people are saying about these uh, twice monthly books, Eric, twice monthly, that yeah. they're oh, there's padding and stuff. I prefer that over a book that gives you nothing and it's monthly because yeah. now we and really what I do then I get done. I'm gonna be this is kind of therapeutic. I'm gonna be done with this now. Fuck you, book. I'll see you next month. Come and fucking frustrate me in 30 days because I'm yeah, done right. with you. I'm not going to fucking think of I'm anything I'm not going to waste else. my time thinking about you on the off season. Yeah, really. It's like I call up the 3 a.m. girlfriend when it's 6 a.m. I forget all about you until next Saturday. Now, we were oh, talking yes. earlier today where, like, you know, you considered this when it first – issue number one actually wowed the shit out of us. Yeah. You considered this book your Justice It was going to be my Justice League. How disappointing Justice League is. Yeah. What is your Justice League Nothing. book now? Nothing. I said you I don't nothing. have a Justice League now. It sucks. I want a Justice League, Eric. I'm telling you, I got the Titans, and even that's wearing thin at times. Yeah, I'm telling you, what's my Justice League? Fucking Green Arrow? (laughs) Midnighter and Apollo? I like those books now a little more than that. It's just, I don't have a Justice League. I don't. I don't have, and really also, you want to say that those those are my two books, too, that I get a Superman. And while the Superman isn't horrible, uh, it's it's nothing. And then you you have the Justice League. The guy doesn't even show up. He's not in Just League. All you have here is he pushes a goddamn boulder up a hill. I know. He's strong, Eric. He's better get to the point, man. Batman. Yeah, yeah. Better get to the point. We, you know, hey, Batman, we'll talk about this later. We're, we're going to talk about the fucking language lessons later, you fucking idiot. You've known uh, this woman for six goddamn years. I know. It's just, it's frustrating. And I expect more from Francis Manipal. I really do. I love this Flash. But, um, and the detective, you weren't a big though. fan, but it's just, what did you give it? You're going to give, give it. A, it... I'm giving it a six out of ten. Ooh, wee. I thought you were going to give it a five, five. Five point one. Me. You, I, actually, I thought at one point you might have gone. It's, the art's too good to be a fucking It is. Five. It is. We 5.1, have to have that. That's where I'm going. You know, I was yeah. going way too high because I actually, I'm really fucking frustrated. I am too. I, I, I like love the art. Telling you, if, if you wanted to cut it down the middle, like art by story, uh, the art's five, five out of five to me. This art yeah. is awesome. Uh, and the story is a 1.5 out of five. I, I might have gone high. Uh, this is where we do get asked this a lot. We got asked in the mail a couple weeks ago if 
we would rather have, and I think, I forget who it was, actually. Why did I even mention? I want to thank Travis, been, but I'm not sure. I thought it was Travis as well. Um, that would I rather have a great story with shitty art or a shitty story with great art? This Read this, and you'll know that I'd rather have a great story with shitty art. I, yeah, I'd right. rather have a great story with great art. But if I'm going to have to do it, I need a story around it. I, I'm not just going to look at these pictures and be wild. But uh, we're going to move on to another book that maybe maybe things will be a little more positive here. Oh, yeah? We've al- yeah, we've already mentioned it. It is Justice League 11. Whew, here we go. I, I, All right. Do we? Can we have a break? Can I go? Is it happy hour now? Can I have it now? Just take a couple shots. Where's Where's my? Here we go. Uh, I'm just gonna pretend that we're drinking now. Our- Segregation, Reggie. Who is laughing? I hate them. Why can't we have some goddamn black heroes in the regular universe? Why that do their own thing? You know that drunk man has a point. <laughs> oh my god. The Speaking way that from ends, the heart guy. The way that it, you start out, and I'm like. That's a, that is a guy with something on his mind. By the end, Conviction. You, your tongue is tied and I don't know. Why can't we have some goddamn black heroes in the regular universe? Why that do their own thing? <laughs> After a, a bottle of gin, it's kind of hard to think, I, Jim. Hey, we need these black heroes. Uh, thing. They need uh, to do a thing. Yes, they did do a thing. I, there was something else here. What were you drinking? Doing fucking gin and iced tea. It's not oh, bad, actually. Gin and iced tea. It's not bad, actually. I was not, not that drunk one. right there. You could tell. No, you weren't. You can tell. And some of these, I really have to change the uh, the levels of these because some of these are... Oh, lame. that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Who is laughing? I hate them. Yes. It's a good question. My my favorite writer right now would probably be... Uh, <laughs> probably Tomasi. Honestly, it... Like I, I get, I give this fucking annual a low score, but I do love Tomasi Glaces together. <laughs> Who is laughing? I I'm hate them. You, I actually have I, when I hear these clips, I think to myself, I used to go like you know meet a lot of girls at the bar and shit like that, but yes. I used to drink a lot. I'm like, how did I ever get That's laid talking like this? Because they were drinking this? too. I guess yeah, they, they, they seem sophisticated to me. What are you talking about? Sophisticated. They're in Quaker Town. There's no sophistication <laughs> in Quaker Town. Jesus Christ, you got a fucking, you know, Toilet Jesus who was from Quakertown, my friend. Uh, this is the Justice League, Eric. Let me get my notes up here. I'm already miserable. Can we just skip this? Justice yeah, we got League Nightwing 11. next, maybe. Don't worry. Justice League number 11, written by Brian Hitch, art by Neil Edwards, Daniel Enriquez, Andriano Lucas, and Richard Starkins. <sighs> Brian Hitch continues his reign of terror, and I'm not sure whether to be furious at the lack of a coherent plot or story or laugh at the dialogue characterization and lack of a coherent plot and story. Maybe I'll just cry because the story of a rogue AI gone bad, then good, and maybe bad is ridiculous and ends with yet another hitch non-ending. Someone at DC needs to end this madness now. This issue is nonsense. It's terrible. I've seen people with their goddamn reviews of saying, it is, it's nonstop excitement that ends with something you won't believe. Uh, I don't believe it because it really doesn't end again. I don't know how it ended, honestly. All of these stories have really been everybody, everything happening. And at the end, them either saying, you know what? This isn't over. Really, I wish that Hitch would just say, fuck it. I'm a hack. Every time we end, I, you know, hey, artist, the old yeah, dusty hey, trail. Neil Edwards, at the end, just have a hand come through the fucking grave. Every time. That's all you need, because that's what happens. It's always this, like, and the, dump, dump, dump. That's and the you, worst part to me, because we just talked about, too, where, like, you know, with if we'd rather have art over story or vice yeah. versa. Yeah. I like Neil Edwards. Like, I've seen yeah. a lot of good Neil Edwards stuff, but I don't like the look of this book. No, I actually think that. 
a lot of times in these, the these writers uh, are not writers. These artists are reading this and just like, fuck this. Like, He's why would I even? So and it's weird too because you would get the idea where, oh, you know, hey, you're a great artist, uh, Neil Edwards. What was your last book? Oh, I was on the Rebirth uh, Justice League. Oh, that's a piece of shit. He can't win. What were you on before that? Oh, I was on the JLA. Ooh. Yeah, he can't win. He really can't with this He book needs cause... to make new friends is what yeah, he needs to yeah, do. Yeah, really. He's got to branch out, get a new agent. <laughs> but, yeah, really what has happened in this leading up to this is that uh, the Justice League had fought the Kindred. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Fuck, Palmer. All the way back here. <laughs> Miss, I'm just saying, Mrs. Palmer had what had been important. the only casualty, and in the meantime, that her husband James Palmer, also known as Jesse James, that's on the uh, dark net though, had a hacking AI that he wrote down in a notebook. His daughter had found, put it in because she liked that fucking dating app she did, and somehow her little brother Billy got a hold of it, and was playing fucking a game with it that actually was real. Uh, this is ridiculous. I, that's why I wanted to point it out. It's fucking nonsense. There is an iPad, basically an iPad, at which what we were Not told, even basically. They put it out. It's an iPad. Oh, yeah. I'm like, why can't you iPad. say Q-pad? I know. They used to have the Q-pad. I used to laugh at that. I miss too. that. But you have the iPad with this hacking AI that has uh, sent out a bounty on the Justice League to all the villains. Now, at one point in the solicits, it claims that they even broke them out. I don't get that here. But there's a bounty on the heads of the Justice League. If you... Uh, if you kill the Justice League, you get Lex Luthor's money. Before we were told it was Bruce Wayne and Lex Luthor's yeah. money, it's kind of spelled out just Lex's now. It, it, everything, they can't even keep shit together for each issue. But what I want to ask you, though, is you have this. They have gotten word that they're going to get rich if they kill the Justice League. Do you get, if you picked up this issue, would you get any idea of that? Like, that is the main setup of this whole issue. They have been a bounty. They're going to collect their money. They're going to go and kill the Justice and get the money. To me, this issue is just them fighting. You don't really get a concept of why they're doing it if you didn't remember what happened. There's no, yeah. like, hey, you know what? We got to do this for a – nobody's even questioning, like, who was the one who who's going to give this money? How are we going to get the money? It, it is this hacking AI. It's a that kiss seemed, and a promise. It seemed at one point seemed to have a sentience to it. It could answer yeah. your questions. Lily said, Lily said, it could, all of a sudden, it's not that anymore. All of a sudden, it's just the matrix going, and it can be used to hack into things. This this AI program that is the basis of this whole entire story has changed every issue and within an issue because now it's just a hacking thing that is not connected to the internet anymore and it, it has to stay I, off the internet. I read this book now and I'm telling you, like you just describing it makes me feel empty inside. Yeah, I, it's just – and you get – at the end of last issue where these villains did show up – and remember, it's uh, Cyborg picked it up. Oh, no, it's playing another. Joshua, it's still playing the game. And he <laughs> yelled it and the game Want was villains. Play a game? Yeah, would you like to play a game? It, it's villains. So the villains show up, but yet – How like about I said, a nice game of villains? Yes, they have no connection to this. They don't show up and say, hey, where's this uh, genie that we were told about? They don't even know about this. But yet they do find out about it, and then everything flips to being just getting that. In the meantime, you get these. Uh, <laughs> you scared the shit out of me. Yes, uh, Joshua, would, I want to play oh, thermonuclear war. War games now. I don't want to talk about. I want to play thermonuclear war. Come on, no. get the line. Oh, God damn, I put the thing away. How about a nice game of chess? <laughs> 
No, thermonuclear war. I have Ali Sheedy here. I want to get in her pants. Chess does not get in chick's pants. I've already changed her grade here. Come on, work with me, Joshua. You know what? Ali Sheedy wasn't that bad back then. I'll go with she, you, I'm with you. She's cute, right? I just yeah, changed she's her cute grade. Yeah, she's cute that movie. I, I just changed her grade. Come on, work with me here. Let's play this game. It's not <laughs> out yet. I want to have, have Joshua go, that is not the route to get women. Please, I am an AI computer program, and I know you are not going to get laid playing a game. Go. Ask her if she wants to play doctor. <laughs> I don't know how to play doctor. Uh, is that a new game you have? Do you have that uploaded? I put it away. <laughs> it's so much feedback. It's terrible. <laughs> Come on, Joshua. Uh, the the end of last issue, you had the villain show up, and it was pretty cool. And the big big bad was Amazo. Like, oh Touch my her god! Downstairs. Uh, here we go again. Now now he's back. But <laughs> I don't want Joshua back. He he's back for the attack. Uh, you thought that was pretty cool at the end of that last issue, right? All those villains showing up. Yeah, I it, it was, was cool. a cool way to end the book because yeah. I didn't care about it all, but now we have all these villains showing up, like the Fatal Five, Amazo, yep. a freaking. It was kind of a cool like way to end the story and get me excited for what's to come, just that's, because I like fucking these D level villains. That's the fearsome five, Eric. I th- I thought you. What did I say? You said the Fatal Five. Oh. The fa- that that's my left hand. I call that Fatal Five, Eric. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, we have all these villains, and it seemed pretty cool. And you have Amazo. Amazo's a pretty big bad for the Justice League. Uh, what what is Amazo doing here until what happens? The, the uh, he's just he, busting heads. He's just not there. It's nothing. There's no reason for anybody to be here. Uh, you're gonna go on where they're fighting. Batman's getting you, attacked by Scarecrow. It doesn't even make sense to me that Amazo would want a fucking cash reward. Yeah, why does he want a cash reward? We've talked about this. Why? I know. I don't care what you say. I know you. You're gonna say research. Uh, Scarecrow should know that he's never beaten Batman. How the fuck is he going to beat the Justice League? I mean, he is a smarter guy. I you're know he, ask oh, me how he needs money for research. Brian Hitch doesn't even know how his powers work. I Come know. On. Well, you're with me, right? Because I told you, and you were trying to explain it without reading it, of how his powers work, and they're all over the place because at, that, that's where it goes from here. That The rest of the Justice League is beating the shit out of everyone. Mammoth is getting tossed around and everywhere. I even say powers. It's not even powers. It's just no. this gas he uses. Yeah, so Scarecrow's there, and he's attacking Batman, and he's using his fear gas. And he's like, oh, you know what, Batman? How many times have you been crippled by fear at yeah. the hands? of the Scarecrow's touch. It's the entire Palmer family and Batman all yeah. doused with fear toxin. They are doused with fear toxin. James Palmer, the dad, gets up and hits Scarecrow over the back of the head with a bat. Power, gas gone. Why Everybody's is the gas gone? Anymore. Yeah. No, they're not it's afraid. Over. This is gas that you, is filling point, the house. Even if, you know, Jesse James, James Palmer, was able to bring up the courage to bash Scarecrow yeah. in the back, as soon as he looked at Batman, he would have been petrified. Yeah, he would have seen a man bat like everybody yeah. does and got scared. Uh, Batman, he's there, and then you have to have James Palmer, like, he wants to go to town. He wants to kill Scarecrow because he made me fear. And it's almost, to me, it's almost as if he was a, uh, like a, a Red Lantern. Yeah, or a, a rage, yellow yeah, lantern. Feeling rage instead of fear. Yeah. And even like all of a sudden it was like almost like a, a yellow lantern affecting me where I'm seeing things through a construct. And then when you knock him out, it's gone. That's not how gas works. Oh. It's so ridiculous. But he's going to go to town. Then Batman grabs the bat. He becomes Batman, Eric. And he's, you know, he's they, used to call me, they used to call me Bruce Wayne. Now they call me the Batman. But he's got this bat. <laughs> and everything in Brian Hitch's story, it's like such a spelled out way of, if if Batman gets a bat, 
He's going to use it in the next two panels because everything has to lead to something else immediately. What I just realized now, too, is that instead of going out and reading this book, buying or whatever, go watch a double feature of War Games and Lean On Me. That'd be way better time spent. War Games, Lean On Me. That would be a good one. Even if you want to go, lean on me and uh, stand by me so you can you can see how they get to these keys, Eric. How are they going to teach these keys? But in the meantime, then, they have the AI. I almost No, I, I want that Antonio Banderas one where he has to teach inner city kids how to tango. Yeah. That, I don't even that, remember what that's isn't called. Isn't that Lombada, the Forbidden Dance? It's not the Forbidden Dance. dance. <laughs> I don't know. It's Lombada 2, the Forbidden Dance. Uh, the, again? No. <laughs> the Forbidden <laughs> Dance again. Oh, but yeah, uh, they have that iPad at this point. That's where Batman has the iPad. He's yelling with Cyborg. Oh my God. Cause Cyborg busts through with Mammoth and Batman hits him over the head with the bat. And now he has the iPad. It's like, we can't let these guys get a hold of this. Now, in the meantime, it's spelled out here that it is not online. It's no, not. There's gotten, no Wi Fi. Everything there's is shut no Wi Fi. So Batman even says at one point, we got to make, make sure spot. we got to make sure that it doesn't get out and about. It doesn't get into the quote unquote net. At this point, Batman has it. Why is he not breaking it over his knee? Why I isn't don't. he not destroying it? This AI is in this one iPad. Actually, you know, iPads are expensive. Turn it off. Hit the off button. Over. The, the story is over. And actually then do that and say, hey, guys, you've been duped. This whole thing was this stupid computer program this kid was playing. Oh, well, you know what? Even, Isn't even that a lark? Even if they do that, though, it does not stop the story because while Cyborg and Batman are explaining what they need to do, get this out of here, whatever, shut it down. Simon, you know, uses telepathy to realize, hey, what's going on with this iPad? You guys yeah, are And then Gizmo flies and Gizmo can see exactly what it is. Because yeah, now it's, exactly like I said, Gizmo. now it's not a game that a kid would be playing. It actually looks like code just flashing code, yeah. across the screen. It's the Matrix code flashing across the screen. And Gizmo sees it and he can, he can say, oh my God, you know, I understand. Now this is the other thing that gets me is never this, trust a midget with a jetpack. Yeah, the jetpack. Uh, the whole thing with this is everybody there, again, is so set up to continue the story on. But yeah, and then out of nowhere, they grab Lily because, uh, of course, they know that Lily has something to do with it, right? Because they know exactly what this AI is. Gizmo's like, oh my god, I can understand this. It's a hacking program that could give us the world. That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't no, make why, What is why this, the net with Sandra Gizmo, Bullock? Say, oh, fuck. If Gizmo knows exactly how this thing works, why do they need the Palmer family at all? No, they don't. They don't need it. They don't need any of that. But they grab Lily because, you know, that has to happen. Uh, in the meantime, you get Flash beating up uh, – what's his Cold name? Cold Snap. Uh, Cold Snap, but also Major Disaster. Major Disaster and Major Gigana. Disaster. And he's like, oh, my God. You have uh, – this Brian Hitch now again proves that there's too many characters in this book that he doesn't know what to do with through this whole issue. Aquaman only – Sits, uh, lays under Giganta's foot. Not only that, we saying he's distracting don't have her. Jessica for most of the issues. No. Superman's gone. Superman's and all gone. Aquaman is doing is holding up Giganta's foot yep. above, holding him. up the foot, and then Flash just comes and punches her, and she and it's funny and too she falls because on Major Disaster. Flash is there, and he's like, "Oh, Major Disaster is talking his normal shit, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You think you can stop me? I'm going to make this whole place a volcanic crater, and everybody's going to die." Flash must have said, "I know he runs fast, but he is talking to to Aquaman." Why does Major Disaster not get the fuck away from where he is? He is right under Giganta. You think he could just step aside 
and get he just stands there while well, all this like is them, going all on. Them, like old cartoons where the fucking trees come down, you run parallel with them. Like, no, yeah, move yeah you run with it. Yeah, the the biggest one was that Prometheus movie when that fucking ball thing was rolling and, yeah. and every they're running in a straight path away from it. Oh my god, that's Aquaman. The Aquaman, that's all he has in this and whole issue done, is to yeah. say, I was keeping her occupied. In the meantime, they do say, hey, we tried to get a hold of Superman. He's dealing with something in the Phantom Zone. You think it was Genie? Yes, I do. Oh. Yeah, yeah. then you have Jessica. Now, now this AI can not only fucking you know, jump to systems through television screens and then affect green lighterings, it's also affecting the goddamn Phantom Zone somehow. Yep. Yeah, it's it's all, this thing can change. What, this it's, is not, it's, it's like, this should not be able. I understand it's a learning computer of some sort, or like you know AI. I don't even know this that is alien anymore. tech. And and also, it's not programmed at to this deal with point, that. At this point, for the most part, girl, no, I guess a teenage at, girl made it. The one time, the one point where they're like, "Oh, is it online?" No, no, it, it's contained. It wasn't before because no, it obviously it, it sent out a goddamn bounty on the Justice League and also affected the 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 uh, yeah. the Phantom Zone. So what's going on? Well, what is Head going the on? the Watchtower and Cyborg and Simon Baz's ring. Yeah. Now, uh, you have Jessica out and about. The problem is, I think that maybe when Brian Hitch, I'm giving him some credit. Maybe when he's writing this initial story where he wanted Jessica out of the team, and he might even say, "Listen, I don't know what the fuck to do with two Green Lanterns. I don't even know what to do with Aquaman or a maybe Superman." He, yeah, and maybe he wanted to get her off the book because he thought that would be better. In the meantime, she has to be on the team because she's involved in the Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Yeah, you need crossover. some kind of continuity. So going. she has to be on the team. I'm telling you, I've already heard people talking about this on podcasts. I don't really care. They get her on the team fine enough. She freaking she. Now it is hokey where Simon's like, it feels like I lost an arm. I don't have a partner. And then she, they go to her and she's being attacked as well because. In the meantime, most people would think these villains would think she's still on the Justice well, League. She the just way it's announced it. It's not away. even just like you know, the Justice League. It seems like they like you know the AI the genie sent out a fucking roster of who the Justice League is. Yeah, so she's one of them. And and like, even got, so, yeah, you've got King Shark going after her, and some yeah. person I can't yeah, even notice funny. because I know. it's like it's just a stick it's figure. just a smudge. Uh, but it is funny with King Shark. But yeah, so Jessica is being attacked. A guy's conveniently there to say, "Hey." uh, you got attacked, yeah. So is the Justice League. Uh, then you go, Batman. Hey, Ring, why aren't you telling me my partner's in trouble? Yeah, really. Yeah, and why don't you tell that the world is be? You know, these are a very big concentration of villains on your planet here. This is your sector. Get to it. Uh, in the meantime, Lily is still gone, and James with little Billy says, "Hey, Batman, you got to go save Lily." And Batman says, "Don't worry about it. She'll be fine." <laughs> Good. Really? And then he's like, what do you mean? My friends will take care of me. And that's when he's like, yeah, your friends really took care of my wife. And walks away. I'm like, Jesus, this guy is going to hold it over. He's one of those guys that says that he's over something. He's not over it. Eric, he's going to bring it up every time he gets drunk. He's going to fucking go on that computer and start fucking bad-mouthing that fucking Justice League and chat room. <laughs> fucking bad-mouthing all Reddit. these fucking guys. Yeah, but Flash does save her. Flash does, and it's funny, too, because Flash goes, count to three. One... Then he goes two and grabs Lily in the iPad, and then three gets to where they are. And get, I'm like, why did you count to three? I don't yeah. even know. What, what are you Was doing? that part of the plan? Did they, did yeah. they say count to three? Like, what the hell's going on? No, it's just stupid. All this is stupid. So you get there. This just the, the garbage continues because now Batman has the iPad. He's it's still doing fucking crazy things. Now again, before we were kind of spelled out that whoever has it 
It was called Genie because it granted wishes. You could yeah. say, oh, what all Batman has to say is something like, oh, I want this to happen, and, and it should happen. The way it has been spelled out in the story, he just holds it. Uh, they get, and Lily decides that she's going to do something, and she gets the iPad. She says, I have an idea. There's no Wi-Fi, though, and her dad says, all this destruction and energy weapons, no signal. And then Batman yells, got to find a way to punch through all the interference. Cyborg says, hey. I'm the best Wi-Fi in the world. Then Batman just says, now, Lily, how does he know what she's doing? I don't know. She says, I have a plan, and grabs a, what, she wink? Give the old wink, wink, nudge, nudge? That, oh, that is the progression. Thing. She says, I've got an idea. Or the Actually, genie thing. Fuck I'm it, even, I, it's even worse. Batman and her say it together now. I see it's a dual bubble. They say, I've got an idea. How? you? Ask, really, Batman has an idea? Okay, how does this little girl, she, they, they spell it out, she's a computer genius, right? Yeah. What does she know about Amazo? How could That's she what know? I'm how could she know? The motherfucker doesn't look like an android to me when I no, look at him. Because he is an android. So what she ends up doing is, now again, she's a, it's an android. Somehow, if this can hack the, him His and nanites re, reprogram him, Hack the rep- the programmable cells that make up Amazo's body. Now Amazo thinks that you are the Justice League. Really, all this to me was a really stretch out and hokey way of doing that whole like you know one is now two. It changed the one and the zero in the binary code. You reverse the code. Now everything he does, he's like Bizarro Amazo. Yeah, he's Bizarro now. And he would go that. They don't go with that. They go. It, Brian Hitch can't even do that right. He gives the whole hokey. Oh, reprogrammable cells that make up a maze of spot. How does Lily know that? How does she no. know that that's what she can do? There is no fucking way. That is so fucking ridiculous. But yeah, now he thinks that the... And it's not even like he's doing the opposite. She has reprogrammed his cells to make them think, make a maze of think that these villains yeah. are the Justice League. That doesn't even sound right. So also, now is Amazo just going to kill these fools in front yeah. of the Justice League? Yeah. Because it's not, it's, I'm saying it's not like Amazo is technically a good guy. He's no. programmed to kill the Justice League who he thinks are these people now. No, are these people now. He's going to kill them. And also, you just – you have Amazo. Do you, did you get a good dose of your Amazo? You, you like no, Amazo. You, you get a good you, dose you, here. You got one freaking like Green Lantern freaking burst yeah. out of his goddamn hand. That's yeah, it. That's all you get because basically at this point when Amazo turns, the story is over. Yeah, it's we, done. Don't, we do not see him attack. I, I, he, I don't – I'm telling you, once, once he becomes this reprogrammed monster, yeah. I don't know what happens in this no, book. because Simon's like, what did you do? And then the next thing is, you only brought yourself a few minutes, Flash. You have a major, what's it called, major disaster, who then sets a fire, and they cover it. They they surround it by Green Lantern fucking powers. Where are the villains? They disappeared. Did they run? Did they freak out? I mean, maybe they did. Maybe they got scared and left. In the meantime, though, you don't know. Uh, Also, I just want to, we forgot even the one thing, too, is way back in there when they were still fighting Batman then uh, is getting a uh, I guess plastique might have been there at one point I just have to point this out where Batman continues the fighting by grabbing onto Scarecrow's hand and shooting out the the fear, fear toxin, toxin the yeah. fear gas uh in the in that panel when they're doing that like I even said it's weird it seems to me like they are really pushing that he has metahuman power scarecrow to do this and you're like ah oh, it's a device that he uses whatever it doesn't even look it wasn't spelled out very well 
But in that ish, this just shows Brian Hitch such a hack that there's gas everywhere. Batman just fights through it. He's not scared now. All no. of a sudden, he's not scared to fight through the gas because Brian Hitch doesn't want that to affect him well, at that point. Well, not only that, when you see these characters later on, they're not afraid anymore. No, they're not afraid. Like uh, it, This is like a 10-second fear toxin. Yeah. That's so weird. I, I see that now. I was like, I forgot all about that because I'm so angry about this Amazo thing and how Lily would know. Jessica shows up as well. That's when Jessica shows up. And they they contain this disaster, this big fucking fire. And uh, I see where I thought now because I didn't even realize that was major disaster because I thought he was still out from Gigantic. I actually, when I saw the like the tiniest little panel, like uh, yeah. I thought that was Simon. So I'm yeah, like, it did look like because all of a sudden I just see the green, uh, the purple glow, which we've yeah. seen with Simon this whole time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, and then there's a ring of fire, and then yeah. there's a fucking donut of green glow around the fire, including Amazo, who helps out. Amazo yeah. has a Green Lantern power. That's the only time I really think that you really are spelled out that he knows somebody else's. He's taken yeah, somebody he's else's replicated power. something he's seen. Yeah, but it's ridiculous because at this point, you know, he was programmed to kill the Justice League, but now yeah. he's saving. He was not. Him. He was not programmed to fucking save everybody. No, and. You you get this now where it, their AI's gone. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Batman isn't even saying like, hey, you know what? Let's get this AI and contain this shit. It, it's all just going no, on. Gonna, I don't we're know. We're going to make sure that, uh, you know, James Palmer gets a job at Wayne yeah. Tech and, and Willie's going to have a good education. I laughed, I laughed at this, too, because Batman, who just shit has just ended, starts announcing all of these things that Wayne Industries See, I, is going to do. I, Honestly, I think this is just like it's not bold. Like they can't hear him. It's just him talking to Wonder Woman. I don't know. It, it just is ridiculous. Maybe it's just ridiculous. Uh, what is he doing for Billy, the the no, little the, kid? I'm sorry. The only person that actually liked the Justice League in this family, he's yeah. fucked. Yep, he's not. Nobody mentioned. gives a shit about Billy. Yeah, Batman says, "Oh, listen, the whole neighborhood's where you know Wayne Industries will take care." You're right. They, he doesn't really yell it. It just got me mad. But he's like, "Hey, James will have a good job." Okay, James is gonna have a good job. I don't know about you, but this whole thing started when they got there. They thought he was guilty. He wasn't. Yeah. He was about to steal a lot of money with hacking. He was going to hack into LexCorp and Wayne Industries. I don't know that I'm trusting this guy. I really, Absolutely I really not. wouldn't trust him. Yeah, Lily, she's an innocent in this. Yeah, get her a good education. That's get the thing Billy, is like, get like Billy she, something. She's this good right now. Imagine what she's going to be with some like tutelage, you know, some fucking yeah. mentor. Yeah, he says I'm we're like, going to need. Some are you guy. just looking for a new Harper? What are you doing? Here? Yeah, that's and he's like, hey. And that's why uh, Wonder Woman's like, who? What are you getting sentimental? Hey, look what she did. Imagine what she'll be able to do with the proper guidance. And then he yeah. says, with what we are about to face, we can use that. What the fuck would he know what they're about to face? Is he, is this, I know it does go into the Justice League versus Suicide Squad, you know, comes out of this kind of. Uh, is that what he's talking about? Because then no, I hate, I, think I hate Batman about even this more. Forever crisis. Honestly. Yeah, I do too. But why would he even say that? Why would he know? Why, if she, if Lily shows up in this, I, I imagine in this event, like, I'll fucking kill somebody. Keeping shit from us still. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even with when he says like, "Hey, she's pretty good, right, Batman?" Yeah, we're gonna need her for what's gonna come up well, next. And well, one of them's like, "What's anything. coming up could... next?" It could, it. it could yeah, be the Reapers. It could be the Kindred. It who could be the knows? Suicide Squad. Yeah. I, who knows? Be funny. All of a sudden, she and this AI, I think, could just reprogram humans now. It's like, oh, Harley Quinn, I'll reprogram her. And in the meantime, that that's this AI is still on that iPad where it's probably in Billy's hands again. Billy's probably playing some new fucking game. Actually, I see. I think that Lily just has it still. He's it's playing so fucking funny. Fruit Ninja in the League of Assassins. Show so up. Funny. Yeah. That, no, it's playing few. Yeah. Fruit Ninja, yeah. Who knows who shows up? 
like a fruit ninja. Oh my god. Kids still play that, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they play fruit ninja. Would you like to play a game? How about a nice game of fruit ninja? Nah, <laughs> you know what? 2010 called. It wants its game back there, genie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, would you like, like to play? Kids, would you like to play Wii Bowling? Uh, no, I, I would How not about like a nice to play game Wii Bowling. Of Pokemon Go. How about still play that, right? <laughs> How about a it's nice a game of Pong? Oh, that sounds good. I'm in with that. Yeah. Yeah, I gave this a three five. Uh, the art's okay. It's not like you said. Like the the art's art. not even it's, that great. It's just so reminiscent of like, is that like a? Yeah, I can't remember. Neil Edwards was on uh, Justice League of America, JLA, and I, I didn't like that look either. And yeah. it's like, there's nothing in this book that is impressing me. No. And for the, the amount of art that we do get, though, what I find decent, I'd have to give it a three yeah. out of ten. Yeah. I, yeah. I give it a three. Terrible. I actually, I actually debated on giving it a three. I don't know why I gave it a three five was just my gut feeling when I yeah. got done. Uh, yeah, I, I, all you people listen and oh, you know, hey, I want to see what they have to say. Not at any point was this in my mind at all going to be a fuck you five because that's no, too high. Too I good, never. This, I'm, he doesn't know how to end a story. This is the problem. Every story ends. Story. And really, where did the villains go? At, at points, it just says cleanup, aftermath. You don't even see, like, the hokey of them being put in the paddy wagon and sent <laughs> off, you know? The Keystone Cops show up. Nothing. Nothing. Where are they? Fuck you. I'm so angry at this book. I want to fucking punch it. Like, I, I, I just don't want to play anymore. Can, can we just admit Justice League until Brian Hitch is off this book? Can I, we just I do said that? that. I said that the one podcast. I said like, this we'll, book. We'll, fi- we'll take a goddamn stand. Th- this book needs a a, a breather. Of a couple months to get this taste, but I want to get, if any of you people out there, I know that a lot of the Get Fresh crew do, do, do. happen to be people who review books, have, have, we have to unite. It is. I was telling you today, we got to go over to California. I'm going to get some protests and Ditch the hitch. Yeah, stand ditch outside the hitch. Of we, have, we have to do it. We all have to unite and nobody, how can you give, the, I look at these reviews, people are giving, eight, five. I think that, no, you're done. What do we get, want? A good Justice League. When yeah, do we want it? Now. Now. I, I want to get the reviewers' cards from these people. You turn in your goddamn cards. I want to be the, you know, the captain or the sergeant. We're striking. Turn in your gun. We're striking. Fuck it. Oh, it's so bad. It's just bad. It's so – where is Jeff Johns? How can this get anywhere near his desk and him? I know you can – oh, he's busy no, with no, the, he, the he, Batman he's, he's movie. He's Hollywood now. He's I don't fucking, care. He's... He can't let this happen. He can't. This was a book that even his worst issues were 500 times oh, better Johnny, than I this garbage. I would still rather read the Amazovirus than this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I did not what, like that at what's, all. What does Hitch? He can't write a story. His dialogue's awful. He he jumps to conclusions and everything where you don't know a progression from one panel to the next of what people know and don't know. Yeah, yeah, bad dialogue. Yeah, bad characterization. You have guys who you know. So what? This whole thing. Superman has not been in the story for no real. What? What was he off doing a commercial? What, what is this like? You, you have like, it's oh, I want to get this guy for my TV on. show, but it, it, this is comics. You can have him in here. What, do you think he was too powerful to be in this story? Then write a better story. Write a better story. They better call Superman out. He's not been around. Hey, buddy, you want to be on this team, but you know what? You're kind of fucking uh, dropping the ball here. Yeah, it's really. That's what about two years ago. That's Eric Shea at our work. You fucking weren't showing up ever. 
They were getting pissed. <laughs> like fucking, what yeah, does what, he think he what is? What did Superman? they do about it? And I said nothing. That's what, and that's what the Justice League's going to do. They're going to let it go. That's their buddy. They say to me, "Where's Eric today?" I'm. He's got problems in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> I, well, it was Genie, wasn't it? I guess. And then off we go. The end. I have to write your fucking excuse notes. I'm like that's Batman. Right. That's why Batman's so fucking miserable. Fuck you. I, I can't stand this. Let's At least the, the next book and the last book of this section I enjoyed. Uh, yes. Now I, I'm so... This is one of those I don't know that we should continue right away from this book because I'm so angry. But maybe this will cheer me up. We're going to do it. Nightwing no. number 11, written by Tim Seeley with art by Marcus Two, Chris, Chris Sotomayor, and Carlos M. Manguel. Even though Nightwing just got to Bloodhaven, he's found himself in the middle of a murder mystery, and it just so happens that his best leads on the case are a group of villains from his past who are now part of a support group known as the Runoff, who are trying to get past their criminal ways. A support group, Jim. Too bad they're all too frightened of Nightwing to be any help, and our hero goes around the city trying to find clues, but ultimately comes back to the facer, who he's instantly attracted to, but before they could kiss, she's arrested as a suspect to another murder. The conspiracy continues. Listen to this. Lyle's comic files, Eric. He says the <laughs> Justice League. Dude, we're past this. This issue was a fun little slugfest, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Oh, is that what Eight, Lyle three. had to say? Then you got uh, Sean at DC Comics News that actually uh, goes to school or did go to school with Joel that we know. And yeah. he's, overall, this is a good issue. Y- you're wrong. For the most part, the issue takes complete advantage of its premise and has fun with it. The issue is engaging and exciting with great art. However, the ending is too abrupt for my taste. It still works overall. I'd recommend reading this issue. I wouldn't do this to my worst enemy. Nah, maybe I would. I, I gave it a 3.5, like I said, and I was like, Ooh, I, I know that people always say I'm, I'm fucking, you know, low and, and fucking, I'm not the lowest. I'm the yeah, third talking lowest. About your at least some people, yeah, yeah, at least some people came to their fucking senses. There's a two threes and a 3.5. Please, we need to get these scores. United Front. This is not, again, I'm, we're saying the United Front. If next issue, well, next issue is not him. It's Tim Seeley. When he, when Brian Hitch comes back to his next arc, and it's and the first issue is great. It's great then. Rate it that way. Rate it yeah. accordingly. Don't I don't want to say, oh, we all have to pretend this is. They're all ones to just get them off. No, I'm not saying. No, that. absolutely Rate it not. accordingly. I would love it to be a good. Don't I be even positive gave just for that the sake one of issue. You go back. You lose all your integrity that yeah, way. Yeah, you go back to that one where uh, Barry and Jessica were just going to go on that date. That first issue of that. Yeah. I gave it a good review. That was a pretty good issue. Uh, really, I liked it until all the rules disappeared. Yeah, well, even then. But yeah, I liked it a little more. But even then, that was when people were still low. Like everybody, it's an ebb and flow that they're always behind. Like the tide's coming in at 5, and they take till 8 for the fucking tide to come in for them. Jim, we're talking about Nightwing here. <sighs> yeah, I just, I, I can't. can't do, time out there. Can I do a Zach Morris timeout? And fuck it, everybody, freeze right now. Freeze! Everybody, let's let's take I, a moment of silence. If for I want to stop and stop on a dime, and everybody say freeze! Yeah, a moment of silence for my sanity. <laughs> Please! I, here, before we go on, let me see. Let me see if I can pull something up here. If we can get some here. Here we go. This is how we do it. I'm coming around. Coming around. I'm getting there. I need a little more than this one. I need a little, I need a little more. How about that? Through the storms, through the cries. You're with me now. 
now. I'm saying, I don't have a soundboard. All right, one more. I'm gonna have a montage get. I'm gonna montage this bitch and, and get ready. This moment, I am committing on every page of that justice. That's part of my mind. I'm telling you, I, I was about to go and play freaking uh, Reggie's Rapid Taxi, what he was playing at the time, but we're 15 minutes too late. It shows off. Oh, jeez. Well, that, that was me. The montage was including me eating a burger on the toilet as Toilet Jesus and shitting on the Justice League book. I'm back, baby. I'm ready. Let's no, go. What are we talking about? We talking about Toilet Jesus, that? in my mind, wears a robe, right? Yeah. What do you do with course, the back little. of that robe when you're on the shitter? What do I do with the robe? Yeah. You put it up and around the, the fucking back. The toilet the tank. tank. Yeah, yeah. Then you're one. Weird. Toilet Jesus becomes one with the toilet. That's why he's Toilet <laughs> Jesus, Aaron. He's one with the toilet. You come in and see me. I look like I am – I'm the toilet. I'm Toilet I, Jesus. I just want to know how the fuck we're going to crucify you to a toilet. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> While I'm on the toilet, I'm, you come in and I know you're going to betray me, Eric. You're going to, and by betraying me, I mean you're going to go tell my wife that I'm sitting on the toilet with a goddamn <laughs> robe around the tank. I'm done, man. I knew it. You were, you had dinner with me on the toilet and then you were going to betray me. You betrayed me the next day. You were, oh my God. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> You're a garbage person. Hello, love. Where's Where is Johnny the sexy cattle rustler when I need him, Eric? He He took off once we started talking about Justice League. He ain't yeah. about to listen to that no, shit. No, I, I, he actually took off this week. He he, had, he was overworked. And what happened is he came <laughs> a to me. Oversaturation. The, the of guy. Johnny the guy wanted. The guy wanted overtime pay. I was not going to give him that. <laughs> no way. You're not getting overtime pay, Johnny. You You have not been doing your work up until then. He He got all. He's like one of those guys that he has flex hours, Eric. He needs to work. Work three hours a year. He got them all done last week. Hello. Get out of here, no, Johnny. I'm done with Johnny. What are we talking about? What book are Night we talking number about? Number eleven. Okay. I wasn't. I'm telling you, I wasn't even listening to your intro. I want to hear it again. I heard you say something about what I told you would be in this book, a support group. No, I don't think you did. Yes, I did. I told you, listen, this is going to be a villain support group uh, that, that Nightwing is, is busting in. You said, are you fucking crazy? And then I said, listen, we might even get Blockbuster. And you said, no. I, I think you're trying to steal my shot here. What are you talking about? Give me your blurb Nightwing. again. I wasn't, really? I wasn't paying it's a attention. a long blurb. I was not paying attention. I was still in the... You, you, you were on Comic Roundup just getting You angry. hit me while I was getting on Comic Roundup to yell at people. Please. Nightwing number 11, written by Tim Seale with art by Marcus Two, Chris Sotomayor, <laughs> Carlos Emanuel. <laughs> Hello? Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. Even though Nightwing just got back to Bloodhaven, he's found himself in the middle of a murder mystery, and it just so happens that his best leads on the case are a group of you villains. You don't sound from his very past. enthusiastic. Up, up the enthusiasm a little. Come we're on, now part these people of are. By this point, they put a lot of effort into this podcast listening, and you're not giving your best foot forward here. Okay, keep going. Who are trying to get past their criminal ways? A support group, Jim. A support yes. Group. Too bad they're all too frightened of Nightwing to be any help, and our hero goes around the city trying to find clues, but ultimately comes back to the facer, who he's instantly attracted to, but before they could kiss, she's arrested as a suspect to another murder. The conspiracy continues. Yes, the the cops and Bloodhaven are known to be cock blockers, Eric. They they really are. Uh, Like I said, I knew the support group was going to come. No, I, I... 
Yeah, just that everybody knows. I, I said, and I, I'll even blame. I think I was even miserable then when we were talking. I just didn't want to agree with you. I thought that that seemed like a very hokey uh, story. You know what? It's not. I no, really I'm liked it. It's, it's exactly what I wanted to be. Yeah. And if anybody's been uh, paying attention and listening to this overly long podcast with many uh, voices and craziness. Side stories. Um, I have been saying that since Rebirth started, Nightwing is my favorite character. Yes. Uh, Dick Grayson. We always say this. It isn't Nightwing. It's Dick Grayson. He is my favorite character. And I've not been very impressed with Tim Seeley's Nightwing uh, so I. far. I, I was really upset because in the New 52, you had Grayson, which came – even Kyle Higgins' Nightwing I thought was a great book. Uh, it kind of got fucking tied up. It, it's yeah. hands were tied. Uh, but then you get Grayson, which I love. The thing that I always bring this up is people were saying that they hated Grayson without reading it was only because they wanted their Nightwing. So when you got Nightwing, they jumped on. It was a story that I would say was half as good as what we got in Grayson, but people were loving it. And yes, maybe that was my reaction to hating, you know, the fans more than the, the fucking story. I was hating the game, not, I was hating the player, not the, I don't know which I was hating. The game or the player. I don't know how it goes. Uh, this seems to me is this would have been a great start instead oh, of yeah. that Raptor stuff, that nonsense uh, that I didn't like. This would that would have been a great start because it does have all of the ingredients of it. We you start have out with that Superman freaking Dick Grayson story yeah. as the rebirth issue. Yeah, and have that as the rebirth. This, this it is, really, uh, last issue was it, number one. Yeah, it really had that cutoff there too. And first off. This is the thing that we wanted. You want Dick Grayson and Nightwing to be able to have his own identity. He's gone off the Bloodhaven. Superman gave him that push, and he's getting that, but yet you're also getting a lot of fun. And this is where I said that Tim Seeley was having problems bringing the fun. It's here, and the support group is the it's fun. It's been in Bloodhaven and, all along. Yeah, and I have – I was wrong. I thought that that would be very hokey. Now, I did say that the police were going to get on Nightwing and shit for the, these uh, signs and oh, yeah, if the there was a support shit, group. So yeah. I Which was I right too. Up. You were right on that, yep. Yeah, so we, we kind of combined, but really I really enjoy this. And I really enjoy the, the characters, the side characters, the runoffs or whatever they call them. The runoffs, yeah. See, yeah. last issue, too, with the cliffhanger defacer, you were very angry because, like, we don't know this character. Why does Dick race it? Because we yeah. had, the, like, you yeah. know, that, yep. that dialogue where, like, Nightwing's like, oh, I thought, like, Gorilla Grimm before. And we had that connection that, okay, this is something from his past. Yeah. Defacer, you knew nothing about, so you were very angry. Do you like this intro here where we go I, back in time to when he was Robin and then we I first do, meet Defacer? I do, but I don't because I don't know how Defacer has kept so much info up to know that Robin turned into Nightwing. I and think that's kind of common that. knowledge. I, I don't know. I don't know that. Plus the whole thing of uh, – I don't know. I just didn't – I that seems weird to me. Like, because then you start to, once you are able to know that, you really start, like, Robin to Red Robin, <laughs> you know, you don't have to yeah. jump to many conclusions. Robin to Jason Todd, I don't think there should be a connection. No, there should not be a connection. There. And Robin to Nightwing, I don't think, because then you start putting one and two together to make three, and then you figure out shit. I don't like that, but it's okay. It goes in with the story. Obviously, they're saying that people do know this, that Nightwing. I just don't like having Nightwing being known as a former Robin, because what well, he's doing also, here, saying, though, like he's been working with Batman for years as Nightwing now. Yeah, I know. But even that uh, what this seems to be is just another way to have other characters give Dick shit for not breaking out of uh, Batman's shadow. Like right. this is the the whole thing. He is there to break out of the shadow. In the meantime, this support group, as you say, the runoffs, they're 
basically people who were in Gotham that yeah, were bad guys. Yeah, they're former Gotham villains and who wanted to get Gotham the fuck to away. Try to get a new start. Pretty much want to get away from Nightwing because most Batman, of them, all yeah. bad freaking vigilantes in yeah. general, because they kick and, the shit out of them. But and and most of them have a personal thing with Nightwing, yeah. even if it was as Robin or whatever, including Defacer. Uh, again, I think that the only reason that she knows that that's Robin is for that force bit where she all of a sudden's going to kiss him at the end. Honestly, that, that's the one part of the book that I actually have a problem with. They're like, there's no reason to have this instant romantic connection. It was weird. Because when, um, when we start this issue off, we're in Gotham back in the day when Dick Grayson yeah. was Robin, and they take in these two criminals who have taken all these monuments and stuff, like pieces of art throughout Gotham, took them to a warehouse, and Defacer tagged them all yep. as yep. a way to freaking, you know, like you. Don't like re- don't represent like yourself through these monuments. You're a bunch of sheeple, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the she's, called, mentor, she's called a trillion dollars of damage. Eric. Yeah, was it million? If I get um, <laughs> the facer's mentor, the pigeon, oh, yeah, they the get pigeon. they get taken away, and before she's uh like thrown in the back of the paddy wagon, Robin looks up. Is it right for this young girl to be like taken into jail or whatever? Yeah. He just doesn't feel that it's right that she has to pay the crime yeah. because she's just. You know, along for the ride as it she's seems. You know, she, the, needs a, she, she, she needs a she better mentor crime, like Robin got Batman. Yeah, that that's the whole thing of this is. And I, I actually like that. And actually, I like that as a concept of yeah, – the, uh, the concept I like because you yeah. have that duality going yeah, on. Yeah, I love that. Where they both but they don't really go – that, that doesn't play out as no, much but here. That's from the one This thing. connection they have is from when Robin just looks up and they both caught a yeah. glance of one yep, another. They got a glance as and he's saying like – you know, she might not be that bad, or this doesn't seem fair. And he's so, they but look at that each is other. the entire connection we have to later in the yeah. issue when they're talking and about to kiss. I'm like, no, that does not lead into this connection in my mind. Yeah. Well, and I, I actually though, uh, the other bit that I like that it kind of connects in where you have the facer, and she's there, and oh, if only she had a, another mentor. Well, now they are mentoring these other villains to try to be better. I like that duality yeah. of it as well, that she was a villain, but the student has become they re- the master. And they really point, yeah, really, they really pointed out that she's not that bad. It's not. Well, say, none of these guys are really that. bad. That's the whole point. Like Jim nice in the last issue, who is like the friggin' what is it? The, the budget analyst for Bloodhaven. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, for this group, we want to have like uh, come to group in costume so yeah. we can face the monsters we can that we face have the monsters. and get over this. So everybody is at this group in costume. Like the stallion shows up and I'm like, Holy shit, because the stallion was part of Blockbuster's crew in the original Nightwing yeah. Bloodhaven story. So I'm like, all right, it, does this mean we're getting close to this? But yeah. this is not a stallion we know. This is a guy who's trying to get over his goddamn criminal past and even seems to lash out at men because he is gay. Yeah, he and says wants it. To, you know, he says. He's like, I lash out at men because I want to be near them. And yeah. that I actually – I like – um Stallion the most because Stallion through this whole thing he That's is the, only the one guy the connection we get really and I like him because though he has like the the catchphrases of a support group like he, yeah. it's almost like like when I I remember when I went to he's got his mantras yeah well I went to my kids uh, school way back I think it was Zach when he was in kindergarten they had a big banner last time uh, you were hands for your kids. <laughs> hands are for yeah really hands are for helping not for hurting and when, yeah. I, when Stallion said like oh, clenched <laughs> hands cannot help or whatever it was yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it made me laugh it really did and it, to me that really. It cemented the humor of them being in a, in a support group. And I'll give Tim Seeley full credit. I got a chuckle. And yeah, I like these guys. I really do. And I have always said that I thought that Tim Seeley wasn't as humorous as he – like he was faking the funk. And I, right. I, I have to say I was wrong. This is a really good – and I'm hoping – 
that this is because this is finally the story he wanted to tell. I, I don't know. When they said this stuff with Jeff Johns and was going to, you know, we're going to map out this and we're going to do this, I don't know how hands-on. I don't know if the editors, whatever. But maybe that first story they were saying, listen, not a lot of people, like, they're smart. Not a lot of people read Grayson because it was – so let's kind of catch him up with a different story that leads because it was very similar oh, it's very to similar what to happened Grayson. in Grayson with Spiral and, and Tiger and all this. Even Tiger showed up. And maybe he was a bit handcuffed where he had that, that route that he had to go. Now he's getting his own. Now we've had some other books where we thought, ooh, now that they're, they're off the beaten path that was started, it's not good anymore. Well, I'll right. get Tim Seal. At least this book is one of them. That is getting better, and I really did like this issue because of it, and I think it's got a lot of humor. And I'm telling you, we got some, we got some really bright, interesting kind of like silly characters for the support group. Because not only do we have Stallion and the Fisher, we have Thrill Devil, Giz, and Mouse. I'm like, I, I don't know these people, but you know what? I wouldn't mind knowing them. Yeah, because they're like they're just little silly characters who are you know wannabe supervillains that Batman and Nightwing have tangled with previously. It's funny because Mouse is. uh, Moon Girl from, uh, or maybe Power Girl. Aren't I'm you? telling you, every black young character, like girl yeah. character, has to have these pom pom type yeah. hairdo. Now I'm like, she why? Looks at, she looks exactly like Power Girl. Or if you're a Marvel fan, the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur book. Yeah, looks or exactly. even that freaking that Flower Girl from the the Wonder Woman special. Yeah, yeah. looks exactly like her. I, I actually threw me off a little. Like, man, they can't get another character design. That's there. only hair design. I don't understand. Yeah, it is, but yeah, you have the support group, and you like you said. I like the characters. I, I actually have fun with them, and it's and Tim Seeley does a good job of showing that they are there. The uh, mouse is afraid of Nightwing, yeah, and he's trying to help. And you know, Night, he's Dick Grayson. He wants to help. He's a, he's good a nice guy. guy. Yeah, and he's starting to even you get the idea. He's starting to even think of these guys similar to him. He left Gotham to be on his own to stake out his own path and things like that. Well, so have they. So he that, really fits another thing in. that I'm telling you, this doesn't really spell it out, and I don't even know if it's a part of the story going to be at all. But looking at these characters too, with the exception of Stallion, I even get the idea to myself that all these characters they look like bad sidekicks, yeah, and they like do. they're kind of like Dick was, himself. yeah, like Dick was with Robin, and that might come about as well, and it might even come out bad sidekicks, but also like uh, Defacer, sidekicks that just had a bad mentor. That yeah. they had, so if they looked like sidekicks, they probably had a villain as their mentor, and that caused. And I see Stallions there, and he's like, "A clenched fist ain't equal to open arms." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "That is good. That is really funny." Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, like, Nightwing is trying I'm to like- also figure out this this uh, murder mystery as well. And the problem is. That's where the issue to me goes a little down. I'm having well, yeah, so much because, fun. I'm sorry. They ha- we have to deal with this murder mystery, and we had Gorilla Grimm tell Nightwing in the previous issue, like, go see Sean Tang, uh, saying she's going to freaking you know, be able to co- collab- yeah. collaborate yeah. my story. Yep. And when he shows up, though, no one wants to talk to him because they're terrified of him, yeah, and he's this guy that they're trying to escape from. They're yeah, the so runoffs. There's even the and- guys here. Most of them have been beat up or put in jail by, by Nightwing or Robin or Batman. So, yeah, yeah, they're afraid. So he gets no leads from this and is forced to leave. But freaking uh, Jim Nice comes out and tells him, look, you know, like uh, I can vouch for, you know, Gorilla Grimm. He had some slip-ups yeah. here and there, but he was trying to do good. We yeah. even had, And I love the fact that he says, we had one member who went back to her life of crime, Grace. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I wonder who that is. Yeah. And like, but... The thing is, 
you go over to like what is it Me- uh, Meadowsdale Mall, yeah, and yeah, th- that's where Gorilla Grimm used to hang out and do some shady stuff. And we find out this is an actual like an alley like an alleyway black market in fucking yeah. Bloodhaven. Tony, I said, that is where everything slows the fuck it, down. It's so crazy too. I said to you, it just the, when I first read it, uh, you were saying, "Oh, in the Meadowvale Mall or whatever." And uh, to me, it and it's the Meadowdale Mall. And, yeah, Meadowdale um, Mall. Yeah, when they're there, it's just like it's such a cliche of any sort of movie or story, comic, whatever, of the bad part of town. Where, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, the police lets it happen because they don't want it to spill it's, over it's to this actual place. actual black market. Yeah, there, there is no way the police are letting this happen because they don't want it to spill out on the boardwalk. These fucking drunks and drug addicts are going to spill out wherever they fucking go. But even at the point where they're selling, like, scorpions and, and crazy shit, the one guy's yelling, candied scorpion, deep-fried spiders. I'm like, ooh, they're going dark here. And, but yeah, and the one guy's just Where's selling what appears like to be DVDs? knockoff cameras yeah so, yeah fucking knockoff dvds and shit the guy's like hey you want some i got these uh cds from napster you, you want some of them but yeah uh, he meets a girl who looked like a hooker she, uh, she essentially in my mind is a hooker that gorilla yeah. grim used to hire she, out what but they never she did might any be an escort stuff. eric she might be an oh. escort that would go to say a comic-con, comic-con? dressed in cosplay yeah. And maybe, you know, you could have her under your arm and feel like a good guy because you got a, a hot chick that's dressed as Power Girl. I don't know. It could happen. I'm looking I, I, at her now. I, she could probably get dye her hair. It looks like Barbara Gordon there. I, I'd say you could even have her be Supergirl. Yeah, really. She does look like a, a used Supergirl. I mean, the, the time has not been fucking. Well, you kind of want to use Supergirl. This, this chick is 18, Eric. She looks like she's about 50. Yeah, uh, that's No, but she, she spells it out. It's like the funny thing, too, is that. Gorilla Grimm has been rehabilitating himself, but because of that, he's not able to express his gorilla hood. So he goes to this girl to do like, she even says, you know, like, it's not sexual type thing. It's role play. Yeah, it's like role play. He's King Kong. I'm, you know, I'm going from that. And she even goes by Jane for the whole thing for him. And yeah, he pays her to kind of act like a gorilla around her. Uh, but yeah, she can show, uh, Dick, where his apartment is, and in this point, and his apartment is a hanging cargo container yeah, in the freaking shipping cargo district. Container. That's a hell of an apartment. But this is what's really odd. Where Dick says, "If Grimm is really guilty, then I don't have to worry that I'm doing it again. I don't have to wonder if I'm trusting a criminal." And, and that's that, the thing is that too is that the whole thing we, we're I don't want us to dip our toes back into the previous no, arc and because just, that did not seem like Nightwing. It was dark and depressing. It was not yeah. fun. Yeah. And I want I want this to be a fresh start where he just yeah. move forward. And what I, I want that shit. And what I want usually Dick Grayson would be like, you know what? I even at this point, well, you know what? Why am I thinking bad about somebody that I don't know? You know what? I just he just saw this whole support group and saw that yeah, they're kind of like me and they did this and the fa- all the. I wish he would have just said like. I got to find out because, you know what, I'm starting to trust Grimm. I'm starting to think that he was not doing anything bad because he just went through the black market expecting to talk to the first guy and like, hey, you know what? Yeah, that Grimm, he's dirty, I'll tell you. And it didn't happen. Damn he dirty really apes. Didn't. Yeah, the damn dirty apes. And uh, But in the meantime, he's like still wondering if he should trust him and if this is bullshit or whatever. And I just that bit threw me off. This whole market, like you said – it drags the story down a bit. Uh, well, not only that, when we go to Gorilla Grimm's apartment but... as well, yeah, it's, yeah. it still stays slow. Yeah. And the thing is, I still enjoy this issue, though. Yeah, I do. I, I'm telling you, it doesn't really pick up that much until the no. very end anyway. Because, And even then you said it was hokey when he's about to kiss the facer. 
uh, because you but have it's, this. It's at least a more of a lighthearted stance that we're taking yeah, with this book. Is. You know, we can have Dick Grayson be this good guy, and that's what I want to see. I want to yeah. have some fly. Like, yeah, I wanna, uh, that's all I want. Nightwing. Yeah, I want to. Like, I want to have. I want him in this point to show that uh, to show those rehabilitated villains, the runoffs, that not all villains and and heroes are set in their ways like a sort of thing like they're already showing they're afraid of him he shows up and mouse is about to pass out when he goes hey baby and you know he's going to say something and she's like oh i'm afraid i want him to also be like look this is me i'm a nice guy i at nightwing yes i am a i try to fight crime but if you follow the rules we're all going to get along and stuff like that in the meantime it's going to happen because he's trying to figure out who actually did the murder, that it wasn't Gorilla Grimm. The problem to me is I don't even barely remember what this murder was. When I was reading this, I'm like, yeah. I don't, I was thinking, I don't even remember who mur- who was murdered. It was that shipping guy who was set, like, you know, like, uh, he was doing some black. Yeah, yeah, I know once yet. they got to it. But even then I was like, who we're going back to that. Like I was having so much fun with this, the runoffs that I was like, mm, I, I could just deal with this. But yeah, I'm telling you though. And another thing that really gets me a little bit worried though, because I like where we're going with this. Before, in the last issue, I was afraid, and I still am, that we're going to deal with a lot of the like, you know, a rehash of when Nightwing originally went to Bloodhaven yeah. in the old yeah. continuity. And I was making little points like the Redhorn District was where the vol- like the support group was being held, yeah. and like the kids being abused place that Nightwing is going to volunteer at. And when he's at Gorilla Grimm's place. He looks down and sees the and Red, the Horn, Red International, Horn International, yeah, and I'm like, international shipping. why is Red Horn all over this? They just say he is trying to shove that in your face. You really are supposed to know that. But he goes in, and even then, uh, Nightwing is trying to figure out who, you know, if Grimm was doing this, they have cameras all over, and he even says, he's a big gorilla. You're yeah. going to see this guy. It is funny that he's just accepted, like, you know what I mean? He's just walking around with this big gorilla. Uh, but, yeah, he's looking at, like, the shipping uh the documents and things like that. He wants to see the surveillance, and it, it seems like somebody's tampering yeah, with it. Yeah, somebody's taking it. And I would guess, you know, I, I the cops do not seem on the up and up in Bloodhaven. There's a no, reason why all. these cops don't want a vigilante or a superhero there. But now we go, and there's a lot going on in this issue because now we go off to the Bloodhaven Convention and Tourism Bureau uh, <laughs> because, you know, they, they better come up with something, Eric, or they're going to be pushing the sperm whale uh, but they come up with the idea that Nightwing is their big billboard. They're, that's a thing. Everybody yeah. loves Nightwing and Nightwing stuff like this. Nightwing on a billboard. Come for the gambling, stay for the sights. Nightwing keeping Bloodhaven safe. Yeah, that's the worst slogan. I said I couldn't even remember the slogan today. We were at work. We were walking around. Fucking doing nothing. And uh, I was like, <laughs> and I said, what was that slogan they came up with Nightwing? Because it was really stupid. And we couldn't remember. Remember, we were trying to come up with some, and they were, they were even worse. And it's just it's We're just not ridiculous. the tourism department now, of Bloodhaven. I will tell you, the Bloodhaven tourism department, they, they get on the stick. That one guy might have been napping at one point, but boy, they go from concept to fucking finished billboard within two seconds. Because I'm that, you, that is, was all within one night. Holy moly. It is on the computer. She's like, hey, wake up. I want to show you this. Looks pretty good, right? And he's like, yeah. Well, I just uploaded it to that billboard, and there it is. Well, there we yeah. go. Maybe they'll do that. That's the wave of the future. You know what? Uh, I didn't even think about that because you do have those billboards. Yeah, they you just have them now. Shit. I, I in just, my mind, billboards are still old-timey billboards. Oh, I, I'm expecting the guy out there with the glue. He's got yeah. the big, giant fucking thing, and he's rolling it on. That, exactly. Know. He's got the roller out there. That's honestly what I thought about. Well, I do, too, because the way the billboard looks then, it looks like it would be that sort of billboard. I'm looking at it now. It's just, actually, 
I think that me and you are right because if you go to the billboard, you can see the guys putting it up. Like we said, they have overalls on. They're doing the work, Eric. I, I see they're actually putting it up. They even have what appears to be the rollers. Bloodhaven, you're behind the times. Yeah. I'm telling you, they're we there. We even they're... have these digital billboards in our yeah. small ass yeah, town. Yeah, we do. So, I, as a joke, we're right though. They are yeah, actually putting it up. You, yeah. Do you see it now? Are you I looking do. at it? They're actually putting it up with those rollers. <laughs> Next thing, you're going to be at the movie theater changing the fucking movies. Yeah, I think they still do that. Why aren't I those don't... digital now? No, no, they are. Are they? The yeah. ones at like our theater aren't. They're yeah, letters. They are. No, they're not. They're, oh no, you, I, I thought you meant the actual film. I thought you meant no, okay. No, no, no yeah, I'm saying sense. the the actual like where you spell out what movies, the marquee. Why aren't they digital? Why don't they have it fully digital? Those things. That would be you bad some, You have some fucking kid up there moving those goddamn letters around. They fucking oh, can't dude, spell. You, I, at least they have that. When I was doing it back when I was a kid, freaking, I had this fucking extender pole with a suction cup where I actually had to fucking yeah. put the things on there you and had slide the it in the cup place. Ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such are, a pain in the ass, especially if it was tough. windy out. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You give that to the rookie, Eric. Snowing out. God damn it. Did you no, like doing just, it, though? I was just a guy who liked doing everything, and I would just yeah. agree to do everything. Well, afterwards, did you look, and you're like, I nailed that. I nailed oh, yeah. that Friday the 13th Part 9 right well, there. And, uh, I wish. But no, um, <laughs> the thing is, too, you had to get creative sometimes because – we were missing some letters. Oh, that's because you're fucking that theater. You worked. That was All right. The, now, uh, now we already talked about it. Was eight. that that was last? Was that the spotlight or was that the regular podcast where we were talking about remember. that fucking piece of shit where they were dumping the garbage? Now, now we find out. <laughs> oh, God forbid they had letters missing from their marquee kit. Uh, like the guy who didn't buy an E. The guy oh, should have fucking had the garbage collected. Oh, those places. But yeah, they, they have the billboard. The billboard, again, it's such a great thing. Come for the gambling. Stay for the sights. Nightwing, keeping Bloodhaven safe. The, the best part of this is they've never even asked Nightwing. To me, he's only been there a weekend. He might have yeah, only been visiting his grandmother. Time, it's within that night that he first came yeah. out. He might actually just be there visiting. He might be actually on the trail of a villain and then yeah, he's going to leave, but he's not. I'm uh, sure it could be like the original fucking when Nightwing went to Bloodhaven and like, he just decided to stay, but yeah. he could go back to Gotham. You know what else I like too? Because at the end it's revealed this billboard is right across from the, uh, the center that mm-hmm. they're in and nobody's said anything to him up until this point. And I know it's, it's quick work. They're putting it up, but it made me laugh. But yeah, in the meantime, you get, they're, they're talking about this billboard. They're, they're all impressing themselves. And that's when, uh, Nightwing goes home. He, he has to mention, oh, it's a good thing that the people downstairs are fucking blind. <laughs> that I, made me there, I'm telling you, there got to be people there who aren't blind no, taking you, care of them, you, right? You, what you're, you're telling me that the Center for the Blind actually has non-blind people working there, Eric? No way. They would sight shame them. Actually, has some freaking you know apartments for rent for norms. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not. They sight shame them. They're like, hey, you know, you're looking good today, you son of a bitch, you lucky. <laughs> Is that what they call them, luckies? Look you you lucky. lucky lose. I'll get you lucky lose later. You lucky yeah. lose. Yeah, he's all, he's all happy with himself because he's figured out that he's above the center for the blind. And the minute I'm like. There's some people who can see you, Nightwing, you stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Almost everybody's showing up to work crashing their cars. (laughs) Nobody can fucking see. There's dog shit everywhere from those fucking dogs. Ay, ay, ay. But yeah, he, uh, 
he, they have the support group, then it does end where the support group's there. Nightwing wants to talk to. And all Nightwing has in his apartment <laughs> is a couch and a fucking long box of comics. Yeah, gifts with the Robin Hood. His Robin Hood rebirth. <laughs> <laughs> Blind people downstairs. His like, Robin Hood uh, rebirth and his mm. Robin Hood novel. Yeah. yeah you one trick fucking pony. Oh my god. I, and really, I, we said that at one point he starts reading this. He's like, this is what I always did myself. You know, I thought of myself as the modern day Robin Hood. He's like, wait a second. This is Green Arrow. What the yeah. fuck am I thinking? Get I'm nothing like, like Robin Hood. What yeah, was really I up Robin, to? Robin Hood's a real asshole. Uh, but yeah, they're having the support group and Nightwing's waiting in the shadows and he comes out and he's like, starts talking. Yeah. About one, how, once all the runoffs leave, she, he decides yeah. to go up to the face or one on one so he doesn't scare mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. And they, you know, had themselves a little heart to heart talk about and that's you know, the where she, That's where it threw me off where she's like, oh yeah, I remember that night we had this glance. I, I remember it maybe if it wasn't for us being the first who we side, were, yeah. if we were just normal people, what would have happened? Norms. And we're about to make out right in front of that, you know, the support group center and the police show up and arrest her just like they did with Grimm. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. I I wish that you knew what was going on with, say, an investigation or something. I don't know what's leading. Like, obviously, this is okay, we have behind another the scenes. Murder, dirty and now cop. it's fucking the face yeah, just, is like a yeah, pinned just, on. I'm telling you, the you're not getting much of anybody being really pinned much except that you have this whale, uh, that group, the whales enders. Yeah, the whale uh, enders. They have the, uh, and it's the whales enders. Yes, Aaron. the whales enders. It's I'm so sorry. stupid. They have a video game in that, in their headquarters. And pretty sure cool, do. Right? An arcade uh, machine. Yeah, it's an arcade machine. And they're like, oh, you know what? Uh, there used to be maps where they'd have, you know, the unknown was, uh, sea monsters on the map. And here yeah, there be dragons. And when you don't have what you're, you're unaware of, that's what you're going to kill. Well, that, that's what Bloodhaven's going to be. These, these vigilantes and heroes are going to find out that when they come to fucking Bloodhaven, they're not going to know what's going to hit them and it's going to be deadly. And that's where they show that, uh, grace. Yes. It's the orca. And I'm like, oh, the orca looks so badass. They're sitting here on this couch with these bunch of fucking. So funny. These guys are just standing there. I wouldn't even be anywhere near orca. I'd fucking run away. But yeah, you don't call just her a killer there. whale for nothing. Yeah, she's just sitting there, right in between them, kind of looking badass. But yeah, it's like we have our very own sea monster, and then it says next mutiny. We'll see. I guess like, I don't Orca, know. You can do better. Come on, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, I think you know. With our theories, Eric, I told you, I'm no more theories. My theory yeah. of this though is that the next issue comes about. And the rest of the support group are going to think that Nightwing has set everybody up. That Nightwing has shown up to set people up because all of a sudden he comes into the town and they're all getting arrested. Down, fucking yeah, the they're getting taken arrested. Down. I would think that that's what the mutiny is going to be about. And he's going to have to convince them. And I think that he's going to help the group then. And, and See, together they'll work. I think the work. mutiny is going to be the orca against the whale's enders. You think, well, right out of the gate that Orca is just going to eat the rest of the whale's enders? I didn't say eat. I'm just saying going to go yeah. against them. Like, this is, this is like... Grace has gone back to – everybody believes Grace has gone back to her life of crime. Yeah. I think she's doing a little inside job oh, kind of show, like undercover so, work. Job. I yeah. do not. I do not. And honestly, she, the orca being here – I'm saying the orca being here in my mind is another red herring to say like who this like brutal killer is who can fucking break yeah. people's bones and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, true. And maybe it was orca. Maybe it I was still gorilla. think it's going to end up being blockbuster. Maybe it was Gorilla Grim. Yeah, it probably will be. Uh but yeah, that's And I'm telling you, we're getting enough new stuff here that it's even though it does it is a revamped rehash if that is the like where is, we go. But it, it was fun. I don't mind it. No, I, it was I, fun. It, there's nothing enough things that are different here it, 
that I care about that I'm not minding if that is the if, case. If he can tighten up the screws a bit and that, yeah. that middle part, get the pacing a little better, uh, you might have a hit on your hands, my friend. I, I have enjoyed, I enjoyed this. This, this is the week of atonement for some of these books because this one, I, this is my favorite issue. So far of Nightwing Mine that we've well. had since Rebirth. I don't uh, know. I did like that Superman Nightwing one as yeah, well. I think I'd okay. give that a higher it score, so, but I, I it like was where so we're going. so fucking forced, but, it, and also it was forced to service. get you to Bloodhaven. Now we're here. Uh, what, what did you give it? I gave it an 8 out of 10. I'm telling you, I really like Marcus too on this yeah. book. I hope he remains, and yeah, I like I where too. we're going with Bloodhaven. And I like yeah. all the goofy little side characters we're getting I too. Do too. I'd give it an 8 out of 10 as well, Aaron. Uh, but we're going to move on to the next segment or section of mail. And then we'll be back with, I believe, the green section. I say that, but I, I tell you, when we record these things so out of sync, I don't know what the hell is coming up, but I'm going to guess, Eric, the green section. green section sounds good. Green section sounds great. Understand why you just can't admit Jim is the man. The time on the podcast is here, the voice that we all want to hear. So here we go. Section number three. <clears throat> Mailbag out. Pull this shit Starting up. with Ryan. Ryan says, sup, weird science. Crew. Sup, Ryan. Get fresh crew. Doop, doop. Get fresh with the deal of the get, get fresh, fresh crew. crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I'm <laughs> tired. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, he says, what would be your dream slider and what would you name it, Eric? Um, Probably... Quinn Mallory, played by Jerry O'Connell. Oh, mine would be a, um, hmm, let me think. It would be a thing made of sled dogs, uh, and I would call it, uh, and also would have mushrooms, but I'd call it the Mush Room. You get it? Mush? I don't know. My favorite slider, actually, would be a uh, a Mushroom and Swiss Little deal, and I'd call it the mushroom and Swiss slider. I I think when you have something uh, that is good, you just go with what it is, Eric. I don't need a clever name. I don't like mushrooms. It's like when people have a podcast. And yes, you do. And they're no, because it's the same thing that I say about a podcast. Yeah, but then when somebody goes and wants to buy it, and they see it on the menu, and it's called the the 
tippity two and and tippy canoe. Are and you saying like, that I don't Bob's know what the fuck this is? is. Yeah, uh, that's why. Have you ever seen anybody on that <laughs> besides Teddy who likes the burger of the day? I've never heard anybody even order one, really. Uh, they they just go with that. I think that that's a joke of theirs, and they never even make that burger. What do you think of that? Teddy orders it. They have the you know, the pedophile burger comes with candy or <laughs> the child molester burger. So you, you don't need that. Tonya, slider, uh, your favorite slider, my favorite slider was probably Kari War. Was she in okay. there? Yes, she was. She was okay. Maggie Beckett. No, that's my favorite slider, Eric, and I just call her Maggie Beckett. What See, there was this thing, too, where there was a possible connection to Quantum Leap with this, where actually Sam Beckett, Dr. Sam Beckett, was her uncle. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I did not know that. I really don't yeah, care. It's, it's more of a fan theory yeah, out there. I don't there. care. Oh, it's a yeah, fan theory. So this yeah. isn't real anyway. It's just a theory. Yeah. I there, there's some things that, that kind of lead of the to show. It. No, absolutely not. You can't do that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he also has a FMK, Eric. FMK. Bed bugs, roaches, oh, fleas. Oh. oh God. First off, I'd fuck the bed bug because it's a bed bug. It's like to lay around. I don't want to marry somebody who's just laying around all day, right? Uh, now it's fuck just fucking it. itchy. <laughs> really? Uh, I'd actually of those, I probably hate or actually get upset the most probably about fleas actually i know bed bed bugs though also no matter what you do that they always just hang around they don't leave eric and then they, oh God. you're fucked but so maybe i would marry the bed bug just because they're not going to leave anyway you might as well marry it to just See, i'm get thinking it about how i'm going to deal with the roaches because the old like the thing where like you can like roaches will survive the apocalypse nuclear yeah. blast i'm like yeah. you can't kill them so huh yeah, I think I just I think I'll I'll marry the bed bugs and they could just stay in the bed and if I'm I'm upset with them I'll go downstairs in the kitchen. No, there. because then they get bed sores. I uh, yeah, but still, who cares? They're, They're bed bugs. I'm gonna fuck the roach, uh, because like you said, you can't really kill them goddamn things though. They're probably the most disgusting of that. Uh, fleas, I'll just kill. I, I just I don't want fleas and just exactly. I'm telling you, I, I, when I was growing up in my grandmother's house, like she had a shitload of animals, and like every summer we'd get a shitload of fleas, and they were the fucking worst. So I'm yeah. killing them right off the bat. Yeah, just because I around, just jumping terrible, around like they're fucking oh God. fancy, like they're fucking. I, athletic. I, I remember I was visiting her when I was like 12 years old, and I like I walked into the room that she had set up for me, like after like a while I hadn't been there. Yeah, and. uh I was wearing white socks and I was just sitting on the bed and seeing all these black dots. I'm like, it grossed me the fuck out. No, uh, also bed bugs. When I think of bed bugs, it's funny. Reggie will shake his head, but I do think of New York City. Right. Uh, so maybe that's where the bed bugs are from, and I can go back to their house sometimes, like their <laughs> parents' house. And I, I like to go to New York City. It's intriguing. I like it. I like it. It's intriguing no, to me that New York City. We used to go every year, and I haven't gone, so I got a married bed bug to get See, back to New York City. I think I'm fucking bed bugs because the obvious reason they are bed bugs. They're right there in bed. They're ready yeah. to go. It's fine. So I'm going to marry the roach because I'm afraid if I try to kill it, I'm not going to be able to. And I don't want that kind of grudge hanging on top of me. I don't want to think that the cockroach is going to in the night one time. Are you no, marrying I'm, I'm the marrying roach. the cockroach. You I'm are murdering. killing the flea, though. Yes. Yeah, plus fleas, they're all hmm. animals and shit. But yeah, I, and more think about like bed bugs. You do, I do think of them as being uh, in apartments mm -hmm. and, uh, that they're not really high class for me. If I'm going to marry, whoa. so maybe I won't marry bed bugs. Uh, now nah, I'll marry the bed bug. They, they get around though those things. You know, they, one person <laughs> has bed bugs. Luckily, they didn't have lice in here because that oh, would freaking freak me out too. Ugh. 
But he says, happy holidays. Everyone, thanks again, guys, for everything you do for the Get Fresh crew. DJ Deep Guts out. Whoop, whoop. Brian from Arkansas is next. <laughs> Brian from Arkansas is next. This is his second or third. He says, hey, Reggie. Hi, hey to Jim and Eric as well, I guess. I just finished hey. reading Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, holy shit. Jason Popper was clearly the star of the show here. I excitedly rushed to your site to see what Jim thinks about this. Now, already you're going to be off because I didn't reveal it. That was Eric's, but he said that's all right, too. There was, a, there was a comment on the site to you about my review. Mm-hmm. Damn right. People want to know what I think about you. I was happy to see the 8.7 score. I'm looking forward to the rest of the story. Sadly, I don't believe Fabak is doing any more issues, is he? I don't know if no. he's doing anything past the third. I know the second and third is not. It's uh, Tony Estaniel and uh, Jesus Marino. So yes. I don't know. Uh, sometimes with these events like that, the uh, the guy who starts it off, the big name like Jason Fabak, he'll come back for that final one. Oh, God, sure. I hope so. I didn't look in this list, but why is this extraordinary artist so underutilized by DC? What awesome. has he done in Rebirth other than the Deadshot backup in Suicide Squad number one? I believe the answer would be nothing more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of extraordinary artists, did I hear you guys say that Riley Rossmo is going to become the full-time artist on the Suicide Squad? You may have heard that, but it's not really true. Because we saw in the solicits of March that it's actually going to be uh, John Romita Jr. is jumping on there. And it's really says, spelled out. I'm not out. too happy about that. And either. it's really spelled out that he is the ongoing artist of that. This is the best news I've heard all year, said no one ever. <laughs> no disrespect to him. Just in my opinion, Squad is one of my favorite titles. And he is not one of my favorite artists. Bummer. Well, sorry for the amount of emails I've sent this week. Keep your ears to the pulse of the street, boys. Uh, and that's Brian Weston from Conway, Arkansas. Thank you, Brian. And, Brian, you'll be happy because uh, it, whether or not you like uh, John Romita Jr., I do think his art will fit the Suicide Squad more than Riley Rossmo. I just think Riley Definitely. Rossmo, that, that is not a good fit. Uh, next one's from Hakeem. He's putting us on blast, Eric. Hakeem. Oh, fuck. What's up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and shout out to the Jim. whole – I'm telling you, I should have this Frenny thing just – I have to have it at the tip of my tongue here or whatever. Get first crew. My fingers <laughs> because everybody calls for it, Frenny. You are a star. A star, Eric. No, I can't, I, I can't get back to the mail now. <laughs> telling you, people – even uh, Ben from uh, Nerd Church, he, he writes to me, hey, uh, what do you use for your soundboard and stuff? Because he wants to get some sounds and – don't do what I do, because I can never not. make it work. It never works for me. Before I begin, I just wanted to wish you guys a Merry Christmas to you and yours. A few points I just want to bring up. I read some of the spoiler-free spoiler ratings you guys have this week's comics, have given this week's comics, and while I agree with most of them, I thought you guys were just a bit generous with the Green Arrow score. Some of the dialogue was really pointless and contributed nothing to the arc. Uh, he says, Oliver boasting why he loves Seattle for its multicultural no, diversity. Not boasting, mansplaining. He was mansplaining. He Fucking was. He was right. That's a that's a term. I've never heard that term before in my life. And I went back and I'm like, he's not mansplaining. He, this is something that means something to him. He's explaining to you, and you got to fucking belittle it like that by saying, yeah. oh, mansplain. I'm like, you fucking bitch. I think it was. I got so angry. Uh, he was talking to her like she wouldn't have been able to fucking figure it out herself. No, he's passionate about it, and so he's no, no. describing it. It would be like me telling you, I go into work, and you know what I like about this place? I like uh, 
the uh, the people. And what I mean by the people is the people actually work with us, Eric, because it doesn't matter if I care about it. He was explaining something that she obviously knew that anybody would know. I, I didn't actually, know you want to talk about it? You would have known if you lived in Seattle. All she, she said live was in Seattle. That, what's that? She doesn't live in Seattle. She's been there though. She's, she's there. been there now. He basically says, "I like this place because there's a, a lot of people." And you know what? The the you, ocean goes into the city. Were you mansplaining to me about freaking the ice rink downtown in Quakertown? Uh, no, because you didn't know anything about it. No, but I've lived here twenty goddamn years. Yeah, but you because you're an idiot. I can't mansplain to an idiot. You fucking, that was an idiot explain. I was trying to guide a retard to something that he should have known fucking 20 years ago. And she, he's saying, it's like me sitting there and we're eating a hot dog. And I go, you know what? Hot dogs are really good because they have these nitrates in them. And, and also the condiments kind of do that. And you'd be like, I fucking know what a hot dog is. Yeah, you're pretty passionate about hot that's, dogs. Yeah, yeah, but that's still mansplaining. And you actually, I can't be mansplaining to you. You're a man. You True. idiot. She thought he was talking down to her. I I'm agree the woman with in this relationship. I agree. I just didn't like that Ben Percy poked his head out again that he thinks the worst people in the world are white guys. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if he's looked in the mirror. I guess he hates himself. I'm not even saying that white people are great. But it's Absolutely just not. out of nowhere, he has to make a point that everybody else is good because the white people there suck. It's weird the way he just he, – why couldn't he just say, you know what I like about oh, Seattle? Very diverse. Yeah. And that's all he needed. It's an intersection. Too many bad yuppies, though. White yuppies he doesn't like. Does. A tad harsh on the Green Lanterns and Superman book. I'd give those titles a 7 and 7.5 respectively. Not uh -huh. the best, but far from being bad. Not harsh enough on Justice League as if it's, a, as if it's not bad enough that they turned one of their flagship books into shit since relaunching with Rebirth. We were treated to another fuck you with a misleading cover, showing Superman being part of the fight when he was barely even mentioned. That's a go fuck yourself one out of ten. <laughs> I like that. I told you, we we were upset that we didn't give it uh, the initial thing, the fuck you four. That even yeah. flows good, too. It's the fuck you five, and it's it screwed us because we don't want to give things that high. However, this week, uh, to me, probably showed one of the most kick-ass character moments since Rebirth first started, and that's Deadshot. Guys, the part where he sniped Apex from a rooftop, saw the building he was on crumbling, made peace with his death, My said a personal goodbye to his daughter, and jumped off the rooftop yelling, I'll see you in hell, Waller, was just epic. Think about it. You, guy, you have a guy whose supposed final moments consist of finishing your mission, accepting your fate, waving goodbye to a loved one, and while cursing your biggest enemy all at one once is just badass. I swear to sure God, is. whenever my time comes, that's how I want to go. Love the first issue of Justice versus Suicide Squad. We always complaining how some of the titles are dragging. And this, I give Williamson a lot of props for getting straight to the point in this Me title. As well. So much has happened, but I didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel rushed. If this keeps up, he has my vote to take over the Justice League book. Thanks for taking the time to read my email. Take care of yourself, boys. I do think that the Justice League versus Suicide Squad, to me, it was a little bit, uh, too much of a recap and but you have, up, to have yeah, it. Yeah. you have to have it to let people know exactly not everybody's going to know going in uh what's going on so but i i really did like it i thought uh, it was done really well 
Thanks, Akeem. And the next is, and as as he said, I do I understand what he's saying about Green Arrow. I I gave it a bit of a higher score probably than I should have, only because all of a sudden I actually liked it. And you had I have an not, issue that you you liked out of nowhere after fucking months. Yeah, of nothing. I have not liked it, and all of a sudden this is like okay, he didn't change, and he didn't change his game. Ben Percy didn't change up his game that much. It's still a social justice warrior oh, yeah. type deal, but now I'm having fun. And I really like the story, and I'm intrigued about what's going on and things like that. And that, uh, especially since, yeah, if you more remember, fun than white I really, I I did not like the last issue, the first nope. issue of this arc. I thought that it was a lot of nonsense. This Good I that. did like. Uh, the Justice League, I, or the uh, Green Lanterns, I think I, I liked it more than you. Uh, and obviously, by this, you'll know. I think I don't know even where this mail is going to fall in the in the podcast, Eric. It's so we talking about this. This we should be talking about Green Lanterns after this mail. We might be. I don't know. I don't oh. know how I'm going to set it up. So okay. we're, we're going to find out. But yeah, Superman. We obviously had been passed by now, and I did like it a little more than you. I think I can't. You remember. did. Yeah, I did like it, but it, it was a weird deal for Superman. Like you heard us already say, it was more of a. A Frankenstein book with Superman in it uh, instead of vice versa. But, uh, yeah, he likes all that. I just wanted to address it because he put us on blast there. He put us on blast. Uh, thanks, Akeem. The next. I, I want to know why Akeem likes Green Lanterns as much. <clears throat> pardon me. He likes Green Lanterns as much he, as he does. Well, what did you, again, I think that, uh, what did you give it? I can't remember. Well, five don't say five, it because, five, well, we might five. not get, we might not even be there. He's, he's just saying it's a seven. A seven isn't a great score. It's not like he's saying it's a ten. Again, I don't know when the fuck it's going to come in this podcast, so we might be talking about it soon. You just spoiled it. Luke Hollywood, Eric. My favorite name of all. What's Luke up, Luke Hollywood? Hollywood. What's up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, Chris, Brandon, and all the merry members of the Get Fresh crew? Whoop, doop, doop. got to find it again. Everybody calling for you, friend. <laughs> Get Fresh crew. There, I should just have, like, a key thing that I hit. Sure. It's just Friday. I'm currently writing this mail at 5.38 a.m. on Christmas Eve. I'd do a rant and rave, but I'd wake up everybody in my house. I'm not even recording a podcast right now, so I have no idea why I'm awake. But just as Santa needs his letters to the North Pole, Jim needs his mail to the podcast. I hope my sleep deprivation will add authenticity to this mail, as I'm just as tired typing this as you probably are reading it, Jim. You're right. I'm having problems reading tonight, too. I picked up no books this week. So I was too busy spending all my money on presents for other people instead. I used the time to catch up on my reading and my Weird Science episodes so I'd be up to date for the new year. It didn't work, though, because I'm still behind. I'm about to read the Batman and Superman annuals, and I'm currently listening to episode 98. The road to episode 100 gets closer and closer, closer to Eric being drunk. As I didn't make it to the comic shop this week, I treated myself to a couple of trades that were on sale on Comixology. I don't know why I bought more books when I'm already behind on the books I'm reading right now, <laughs> but it seemed like a good idea at the time. I bought the first few volumes of JLA written by Grant Morrison, Mark Wade, nice. and some other people I can't remember. Any love for the series, Eric? Yeah, I enjoyed it when I read it originally. Uh, I know that... Uh, uh, Trevitt is going back and reading a lot of Mark Wade. Fantastic. Is it Mark Wade or is it Hickman who did Fantastic Four? It was probably I can't Hickman. remember now. He did have something that he's reading of Mark Wade's. I can't remember, but yeah, he's into it. I just hope that it's better than Brian Hitch's Just Like. Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah. I'm telling you, just, just Grant it's Morrison. I know that we be. have our, we have our battles with Grant Morrison, but yeah, it's going to be better than Hitch. 
He said, but at this stage, literal dog shit would be better than that book. Tell me, I don't know I if I, I think I'd it. rather like because Grant Morrison, my biggest complaint is he throws so much shit out there that I end up feeling like a dummy and I don't know what's going yeah. on with the stories. But I kind of feel like I'd, I'd prefer to feel like a dummy by the end instead of thinking that the writers are dummy. Yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I actually think it's uh, Mark Wade did a flash run, right? Yes, I think. Yeah, I think that's what. Travis yes, that is what about. he's reading. I remember yeah, we talked. Me and him talked about. I it. think he's reading the uh, Jonathan Hickman Fantastic Four as well as we speak. He he's always reading some crazy shit. I, I told you, it seems like the way he was saying the one day that if he has off the next day, he just doesn't go to bed that night and just sits and reads <laughs> comics over and over. He just reads them. Actually, I said at one point when I first got that Marvel Unlimited app, I was fucking staying up way too late too, just going back and reading old shit. That's why DC needs an app like that, Eric. I wanted to – I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. I wanted to ask if you guys had any Christmas traditions or things you like to do with comic books over the festive season. I myself enjoy reading Batman Noel every Christmas Eve if I get a chance. It's not much of a tradition because I only read the book for the first time last year. But, hey, you got to start somewhere, I suppose. What traditions do you have, Eric? Um, I don't have any comic book traditions. What, like I'm telling you, we almost turned watching Star Wars on Christmas Eve into a tradition. We didn't end up yeah, doing it. Yeah, we though. wanted to, and we didn't. Well, it, it only lasted one year. We were one year go tradition. See Rogue one. I usually it, end up watch. I do watch the Doctor Who Christmas special every year. And usually start the day off by watching watch the Christmas Carol episode. No, no, I'm saying that's tomorrow, the actual Christmas uh, special. But we usually wa- wake up Christmas morning and watch the Doctor Who Christmas Carol Christmas special. Yeah. And um. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really big on traditions. I was, I was actually yeah. thinking to myself, would I like to start that tradition with Jim where we watch Star Wars every yeah, year? Yeah, we were. We were, and that's in the theater. We weren't just watching yeah. Star Wars. We were going to go see all the new releases. You know, every year now Christmas we're going to have a new theme. Star Wars. At Christmas kind of throw time. us off this today because of everything going on. You have to go to your mom's. I went to the buffet. We, it's we had the podcast. Thing. Well, that's the thing. The podcast screws it. The buffet that we go to had midnight gladness last night, Eric, <laughs> where it was like it was a combination of breakfast and dinner buffet. It was a mega buffet and it was cheap. It's like half price. And we were going to go. I couldn't. We had I had my DJ in the 80 strike back and then had to record with Reggie. We didn't even get done until after 12. Yeah, it's this thing's getting in the way of some good old. Oh, you know what? I did. I do have a Christmas tradition. Like every year for like the past five years on Facebook, I put up a post of the grandpa monologuing about how Christmas Eve is the scariest night of the year from the movie Silent Night, Deadly Night. Okay. Yeah, that's your that tradition. is something I do every year. I think our new tradition is staying up until 3 a.m. every Christmas Eve into Christmas oh, Day. I like this tradition. It is now 5.57 a.m. This is how Jim and Eric must feel after every podcast. It's not a great feeling. I'm going to nope. go pass out now. Happy holidays <laughs> from your boy, Luke Hollywood. And let's Thank slip. you, Luke. Let's slip. XOXOXO, Luke Hollywood. Luke Hollywood, out. Next one's J-Man from San Mateo. Hey, Jim. What's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? Merry Christmas to you guys and everyone else in the Get Fresh crew. Doop, doop. Get Fresh crew. (laughs) (laughs) Star is born, Eric. After reading (laughs) Batman 13 this week, I had to give my two cents. Unlike Batman 12, I very much agree with your score, Jim. Issues like these kind of make you want to give two scores, one for the art and one for the story. Other than Wesker's role as the only one with resistance from Psycho Pirate's powers, still don't understand it. Did Batman really need any of these particular people for his plan? And actually, I didn't even say that. I'm glad you brought that up, J-Man. No, you did not. You could have had anybody. That's what actually also threw me off. Now, behind the scenes, you would get the idea that Punch told Batman, 
what was going on with Santa Prisca. We didn't see it, though, so I can't say it happened. And he was really spelled out as being, oh, he's the uh, two things, left-handed, the only one who ever escaped from Santa Prisca. They didn't even say that. At 1.2, it actually would have been if I was Bane, and we didn't even say this before, but when Catwoman supposedly slashes Punch and Julie's throats, you would have thought Bane might have been pissed at that because Punch really did make him look like an idiot by yeah. escaping from Santa Prisca. And I don't know. Actually, let's go recti- Let's go at the end now and think back. I don't know what Bane would care because he just seems to sit on those skulls while All everybody does. else does work. So it wasn't him that let them escape. He's probably already sliced the throat of the guy who let Punch escape. And really, all you needed to do was get Venom right away. Freaking Bronze Tiger gets thrown in that. He's out. He Venom's yeah. up. Why isn't the other guy, like you said, using the Venom to get himself out? Plus, if you, if it's me, I'm there in the Santa Prisca prison. It's an awful place, right? It doesn't yeah. seem very fun. Fucking Bronze Tiger rips open that grate and goes in. I'm right after him. I'm Dang going right, right in with them. a goddamn conga line yeah, is what it you is. would have a conga line of fuckers coming out. All of a sudden, Bane, and huh. they go and then start yelling about Batman. Hey, help me, help me, help me, boss, help me, boss, help me, boss. <laughs> it would be a fucking, that's, a, why are they not following him? <sighs> I'm still bothered by the swimming, running, jumping, and fighting hundreds of Bane soldiers that Bruce had to go through in Batman 12 just to get in front of Bane. I do think this was a ruse to make Bane think that there's no uh, threat. The problem is, though, he already had Psycho Pirate there. You know what I mean? If it was yeah. one of those where Psycho Pirate was aside and Batman shows up, he's the shit speed out of him. Bane does not know Catwoman's going to go against him then so there's just this broken down bruce and uh he goes hey bring psycho pirate out let's fucking taunt him but psycho pirate was already out somebody tell me that the previous issue was a nightmare brought on by psycho pirate to overwhelm bruce even if this were the case that was never made clear in any way yeah there's a lot of things like i said the whole thing with punch you think that he gave him like a a rundown of what was going on in the prison which may have led to him knowing, hey, there's these greats, you got to get the venom, whatever, for Bronze Tiger, but you never saw this. Nope. All they would have to do is show one panel at the end of the issue of Batman coming to after having the vivid nightmare of taking on all of Bane's soldiers, kind of like Ben Affleck's premonition dream scene in Batman v Superman. This minor difference of intent would have made me appreciate Batman 12 a lot more. So, Jim, if you could go back in time and change your score for Batman 12 in light of the events of Batman 13, would you? Nah. I actually really liked that letter. I thought it did a lot. Uh, the art was incredible, even if it didn't make sense that he was yeah. fighting all those guys and stuff like that. The art was unbelievable. Uh, if I was going to change it all, it would have went down. I gave it an 8, I believe. I may have gone as low as a 7, but I still liked it. Um, because, again, this issue, uh, 13, I hold uh, I hold it higher, too, because it's the finale where we've been waiting for all this. So 12 gets a little bit of a pass because it just was the penultimate issue. It didn't have to give you answers. This one had to and didn't, and I, it just pissed me off. Did Bruce really need Bane to wail on him in a one-sided battle as a distraction to give Catwoman an opening for some flying kickback uh, crackage? Yes. I to think me, Batman the just art, likes the pain. To me, the art suggests that Bane still saw the kick coming in the last minute and would have <laughs> had time to get out of the way. That's what yep. I said. He's actually turning, goes, what? And then lets her just kick him. Now he isn't even turned. Overall, this issue gets a six 
and this arc as a whole gets a 6-5. Here's hoping for a better I Am Bane arc after having such an amazing I Am Gotham arc. And yeah, I think that is the I arc so. coming up. Uh, we have this rooftops one, and then you'll get the I Am Bane arc. Unfortunately, I did not read Green Arrow this week because I jumped off that train once Ollie returned to Seattle. Although I heard this issue was better than the last, and art once again was stellar. I'm not going to spend my money on a series that has four bad issues only to give me one good issue and the promise of an Emiko return and another three or four issues from now. I've once again lost faith in Ben Percy's ability to consistently tell a decent story. I'll give you a pass for one or two pointless issues, but my general rule is three strikes and you're out. Mumbo Jimbo. Can you look into your crystal ball and tell me if Ben Percy is going to stay on this title through 2016? Let me think. Let me call him. Let me see. 2016? 2017, I think. Uh, oh, it does say 2017. I can't read. Here we go. Uh, uh, uh. How do I sound, Eric? You sound good, Mumbo Jimbo. Do well, I Jimbo. sound good? Uh, Jim is, is gone. This is, I'm like Wesker with the, the, uh, what do you call him, Scarface. I cannot be affected by your talk, Eric. <laughs> by the way, your dad, he's still dead. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Is, is this a good effect that I have on my voice right now? I need you to tell me because I cannot hear it through my, it's my. It's is okay. it good? It's, it's okay. okay. How about this one, Eric? Is That's that better? That's way better, Mumbo Jimbo. That's a better effect. Uh, yes, uh, now uh. You, are, you are piercing the veil and coming through to us uh, in a proper yes. way. What am I supposed to be talking about? Oh, uh, is Ben Jay Percy going to stay on Green Arrow is, throughout 2017? Is Ben Percy going to stay on 3? Uh, what does he say? <laughs> can't even talk. Is he going to stay on Green Arrow throughout 2017? Green Arrow, you say. My, my sources say. The spirits say no. No, okay. he will be off of the book of the Green Arrow by August of 2017. Nice, nice. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, God, he's gone. He's gone. I don't know who, but it was a Christmas who. miracle that he showed it, up. It was a Christmas miracle. We were not planning on that, but I was fucking around with soundboard stuff, <laughs> so I knew when he when I knew he'd show up, Eric. I knew where to go with the soundboard. Uh, what is was he talking about that Ben Percy? Yes, he was. Yeah, I I think that Ben Percy will be off the book by uh, the middle of August, and he will not be kicked off. He'll just leave. I I have a feeling that they're going to put him on something else. And well, he'll, he'll still be on, I don't, he'll he'll still be on, on Teen Titans, Titans at some point. That's what know? I'm saying. So I think that they'll have him do something else. I, it's just time for a change. It really Agreed. is. I like this issue uh, this week enough. The problem is I couldn't say that this is an issue that definitely you have to come back and read. Absolutely and, oh, not. oh, God, look at this, because I did not like last issue, like I said. So this was good, though. And I, I even said in my review, if you were about to jump off the trolley, yeah, kind of stay for one more, see how you like it. If you're already off the trolley, just stay off for now. It's all the same. It's all the same. Another book that I've fallen off of is Trinity. Boy, Rebirth is starting to become a very mixed bag. And then yeah. Justice League versus Suicide Squad. How can you go wrong with Jason Fabok on Art Duties and a solid setup issue by Joshua Williamson? The only thing I didn't like about this issue was the presence of Harley Quinn, who is, in my opinion, uh, the most useless, overhyped character in the DC Universe. Fuck popularity. Harley sucks. My one hope with this event is that if it focuses on one character's evolution through the story similar to what Jeff Johns did with Wonder Woman and Darkseid War, 
The best events in the past 10 to 20 years have used this writing style to give event books a personal touch and prevent the reader from getting bogged down by the massive number of characters involved in the story. I know you guys don't read much Valiant, but the event series called The Valiant is a perfect example. If you have the chance, check out this event and Bloodshot Reborn, which came out of this event. I have read and reviewed a couple of uh, Bloodshot Reborn. I have not. Yeah, I like Bloodshot Reborn. It was good. Uh, Hopefully... Just League vs. Suicide Squad, Batwoman, and Superman Super Sons aren't the only DC titles I'm looking forward to reading through the beginning of next year. Fuck what Brian Hitch. And what fuck about JLA? Yeah. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you uh, sometime next year. J-Man from San Mateo. Thank you, J-Man. Telling you, that was that always was my favorite thing to leave for uh, Christmas break and, and New Year's break and when you're like in elementary school and you say to that kid, like, hey, see you, see next, you next year. year. And the guy, what? What, are you, what are you moving? What are you got? You stupid ass. And I see your, I see your epidermis, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh at them. All right, but that is the end of mail section number three. I don't know what books we're going back to, Eric, but we may be going back to uh, with a, you had a little spoiler for the green section. It might be the green section. It, it just may be. Good. time for the green section of the podcast sure is. Th- this is going to be uh, purely green because we're only going to have two books in the section they're both weird green. number of books this week yeah there is and it's you know it's it's the combo of a weird number and then reggie's number being you know everything is is odd this is going to be one where actually two sections of the podcast only have two books which is yeah. kind of not what we usually do but i like it i think that people can Get in, just settle down with the green, Eric. Just settle down, get get ready, get sexy, take your oh, yeah? pants with the off. Green? Yeah. Every time I hear of the green books, I I feel sexy. I feel yeah. like I'm ready to let loose. And you know, some of my inhibitions are down. I might even experiment a little. I don't know. Maybe That's we should have put uh, Trinity in this because of the fucking Black Mercy and the Poison Ivy. No, I don't know. That's stretching it. I don't Very, it's really stretching it, yeah. The Black Mercy's not making me feel sexy, Eric. I, <laughs> I don't know about you. But yeah, the hey, first one Black is... Mercy would make me feel sexy as hell. I get everything I've ever wanted in a dream state. Come on. Yeah, really. It's funny. It's like Mongol's there, and he's like, I want to do this. I'm gonna... I don't know. Mongol, to me, has like a deep, booming voice. Like, I'm... What's that? I said, is... all right. Okay. He's like, I'm going to use the Black Mercy on Eric Shea. Ha! <laughs> He puts the black mercy on you, and then somehow there's a monitor above you that can look to see 
what's going on so right. you can kind of check in. It's just you sitting in a room by yourself. That's all it is. You're so happy. You're you just by yourself. yourself. During one of our breaks, Rig and uh, Jess was like uh, texting some of my friends because they were going out tonight for Christmas Eve. Yeah. And she texted, hey, you guys thought, no, we already went home. And then I was talking to her. She's like, so I guess I'm just going to sit out here by myself. I will gladly switch places with you. I want to sit by yeah. myself something fierce. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to talk to this gym guy. I'm always <laughs> fucking miserable. I'm telling you, I, I actually, if anything, tonight uh, with Christmas Eve going into Christmas Day, I probably would have watched a couple Christmas movies with my yeah, kids. We, we probably would have done that. But other than that, I would have just been sitting you know, around I myself. I actually probably would have continued my marathon of Monk. Yeah, yeah. So that I probably would have uh, just watched occasional Christmas movies. We did watch uh, Christmas Story earlier today. And I still, I love that movie so much. We did watch the trailer for Christmas Story 2. Oh, God. Whoo-wee. Everybody's like, that looks like a piece of shit. Uh, really, it's funny, too, because after watching that. Everybody who watched it thought that, too. After watching, yeah. After watching the trailer again and, and whatnot and then watching the actual Christmas Story, I, I think to myself, like, when they were when they were filming A Christmas Story, they must have had, I don't know that they had an idea that they had a classic Right, you know, going uh, because there, it is very goofy. There's a lot of goofy things with it, like Randy, and he doesn't like to eat, and he, you know, even that, and and it it caught some magic. It really is. It's one of my favorite movies, not just Christmas movies. It's one of my favorite movies. It's one and of our go-to references all the time. Then you go and you go into Christmas Story Two, and it's like they must have just sat there and like, huh. What did they like from that movie? Ooh, they loved it when the mother was wrapping Randy up with all those clothes. So here we go. We're going to do it again. And they did. I'm like, first off, they seemed to really not grab the shit that people really liked and went with it. And the other thing is, in, in Christmas Story 2, the dad gets another fucking leg lamp. Leg lamp, yep. You can't do that. There's just some things. Yes, he could get another lamp or another thing like that. You don't get another leg lamp. And also, ooh, everybody loves when the dad goes downstairs and curses at the fucking furnace. And it's Daniel Stern. And he yeah, just, so weird. He just seems weird. It just, everything is just bad. Uh, but that first one's so good. It's so like a lightning good. in a bottle with that one. It was. It really was. Uh, and I really did like it. But... We're going to get to the books there. And this first book of yours, I liked enough, though. I, I know you're going to school people on this. And Not this is nobody. where, this is where, well, this is where people are going to, uh, either shake their head and say, Oh, there goes Eric with his continuity. The problem is this is glaringly awful. It really yeah. is. It, it throws the book. I don't know that I would throw it down as far as you did but you did because you were really pissed and no see, that's not the talk. only reason the score I is know. down well on there's this not book. much going on it's the same things we've got yeah, it's a lot issues. of recap it, it seems again uh this green lantern's book uh and even how jordan and the green lantern core the the green lantern's books in general seem to want to recap everything every two issues like yeah. you'll get you'll get some new shit and then the next issue has to recap everything that came before and I love I Sam Humphreys actually I think is one of the bigger surprises because when this started a lot of people were down on the Green Lantern's book I think he I has made a really good story this Phantom Ring story to me I really do like it uh, 
it's starting to go a little off the rails. I, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not even that, but it is a lot of nothing now, and I, I want more, but we'll talk about it. Go Johnny, on. He had this great idea for a Phantom Ring. Just didn't know where to go yeah. with it until yeah, the end, but he idea. had to pat it out for six goddamn yep. issues. Yeah, but yeah. Green Lantern's number 13, written by Sam Humphreys with R5 Ronan Coquette, Blonde, and Dave Sharp. The Phantom Lantern, Frank Ominski, is still out and about, and this issue offers us pretty much the same shit that we've been dealing with for a while now. With our Lantern heroes taking on the threat, and while that's annoying as shit, we at least get a connection between Volthoom and Rami that we didn't have before, but even this is plagued with continuity problems that we completely omit, the Manhunters from the Green Lantern mythos, just to make this connection. Yeah, and the Manhunters are huge for the, the Green Lantern It's a big lore. goddamn thing, I'm telling you. We had an arc, like, in the freaking beginning of the New 52 called the Third Army, because you had the Manhunters, you had the Lanterns, and then you had the Third Goddamn Army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, tough, too, because uh, the way this book is spelled out, it really does seem to want to be this book that it's going to ca- like throw back to, you know, the original deal and to teach people like, oh, oh you yeah. like these you like these new lanterns, you know, Simon Bez and Jessica Cruz. Well, listen, I'm going to also tell you what happened before. And it's unnecessary. It really is and, and could have been played out a lot better. Well, we start out with Frank Leminski going – I'm not Frank. I'm sorry. We start out with Volthoom becoming the first Lantern and just going fucking bonkers with it and killing off everybody on the original homeworld of the Guardians Maltus. And our Guardians looking back and realizing, we done fucked up with this goddamn Volthoom character. What are we going to do? And originally, they built some goddamn Manhunters to take care of this fucking problem. But here, they call Rami and say, hey, Rami. We know you've been building these green lantern rings. You you got to deploy them out there so we can get some backup. Since these are only yeah. you know pure will, they don't freaking you know just access the freaking emotional spectrum. These only do the green willpower. Send those bitches out and hopefully they can stop the vault through the first lantern. Which yeah. and that's what happens. And I'm like, all right. I started going back at this point because I'm like, are there any destroyed manhunters in these panels? What's going on with the manhunters? And there is nothing. No. no. Oh, and basically, so it, it basically all this is is to try to force us into thinking that Rami has always been involved and was yeah, a she's huge, been this inventor and a like huge that. bit of the Green Lantern lore. That's that's fine to tell us whatever, but it really throws all the Green Lantern history aside to I'm force you, this issue. Of what happened with Volthoom becoming this goddamn mad god character, yeah. they would outlaw any kind of freaking like emotional spectrum, like uh, knowledge for millions of years. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even go there because of how badly it went the first time. You don't go and counteract it with another goddamn ring. Yeah, That's and why just throw, throw them out there willy nilly. Uh, basically, yeah, it, this is almost to me what they're making it seem like. I don't know if you get the whole idea uh, the same way. This is almost Rami's version of how Ganthet was fucking. Uh, he went and got Kyle Rayner because shit was gone wrong, and they had to just kind of go with it and try. And it it makes it just weird to me. That well, you, you got to understand one. too that freaking you know the Guardians were there to witness when Volthoom came back in time and was there. It was at the dawn of the universe. Yeah. So there's not a whole lot of life forms out there no. for these goddamn Green Lantern rings to go to, for first off. But I'm like, this is pretty much the beginning of fucking time at this point. Yeah. It's a, it, but they're making it, it's the Rami Hail Mary. They're just yeah. throwing that out there. But really, it makes him really important. 
in Green Lantern Lord now. He opens no, up it, his little it briefcase. because it, it just emits all the goddamn Well, I'm saying, it, what they're trying to say to you, though, is that he's pretty much, you know, one of the biggest Guardians ever because he's yeah. the one, he opened up his deal, the rings went off, this was all him. This and was it, all it's the start just of the Green Lantern Lord. Yeah, it really makes it, like, out of nowhere. You have the Phantom Ring, which is cool. We had a thing where he had made the Phantom Ring. It was a, it was too dangerous. He got exiled. That's all you needed. Yeah. You didn't need all this craziness of him fucking letting the rings go. No, and the thing is, this whole thing with the rings, I, it could be explained later in the next like issue or whatever. It's not needed for what we get in this issue because no. we see Rami come to like when he's uh, in Frank Ominsky's apartment with Valthum, and we find out that Rami was integral to Valthum becoming the yeah. first lantern. He placed like the battery that. in Valthum's chest to power this thing up. It's an amazing connection. You don't need this first part where no, he is don't the creator of the Green Lantern Rings and sends the, them the out because thing, of and because Also, we already know that the Green Lantern, uh, the Guardians, had exiled him. This yeah. seems to also be like something that they want to make it so that him and Ganthet have even more a connection. But they already did. They already Rami. said he uh, – Rami. They, but with Ganthet, that yeah. they have a connection together. And it just seems weird. Did I say Valthum? No, you said uh, Ganthet when you were talking. You didn't say Valthum. That's a never mind. Okay. I was all, yeah. I'm saying that they it made it seem like they really want to force Ganthet and Rami to have this really big connection because they right. do here. They're yelling at each other and stuff like that. But we already knew he was exiled. We already knew all that. They didn't need to force this issue. But I do like the connection he had with Valthum. I thought I that like was that pretty as cool. Well. I I was saying the connection. That's the best part of this yeah. issue is where yeah. they're standing there talking about this connection they have, how Rami is the one who did this to him and has created this freaking monster and shit like that. And uh, Frank Ominsky, I mean, I keep saying that, Balthum is all like, yeah, you did this to me, this is your fault, well, shit again, like that. You keep saying that, but the other thing that you get out of this is that Rami even thinks, like, you're doing, Balthum, you're, you, you were fucked. Really, yeah. he was. He was fucked. He had the, the lantern in his chest, all this stuff. You're doing the same thing to Frank Lemensky. You are exactly. fucking him as well. Because you, you, that's what you see. The connection is he's now the same as Volthum was. He can't control shit. Everything's going crazy. Volthum should know better than what he's doing, but he doesn't care. He he really does know better. He doesn't give a shit. He's no. pissed. He just and, cares about going back to his revenge against the Guardians yeah, for what yeah, they that's did to all him. He, and, and again, that's good that you get this connection with Rami and him, uh, but yet they did they fucking ruined continuity they really yeah. did but uh you also then you go to uh jessica and simon and they're battling their yellow lantern selves the construct selves that ended last issue and it's okay i, I like it uh jessica is actually pretty strong uh yes. with her fight uh simon is just going to town but again you have this whole thing where jessica is afraid that she really doesn't deserve to be a Green Lantern. She's not a true Green Lantern. And in the meantime, Simon's pissed and, and goes with the whole deal. It continues even this construct thing against him of the, I could be more powerful. I could exactly. do this and you, that. You are so unsure about your abilities as a Green Lantern, you carry a gun with you. Yeah, yeah. So and it really plays it, then, on that. I'm saying that's not bad. It's just I'm tired of dealing with the same kind of yeah, stuff that it is. we have it's been plagued with the entire Green Lanterns yeah. run so far. Yep. Yeah, we have. And because every other issue is right back to the thing now. Uh, up to this point, Jessica, she is strong with this because she even says, you know what? Hey, I, I fought through my fear and all this sort of thing. But yet 
their construct, whether great, you're a failure, you're a failure as a Green Lantern, uh, and we just we keep getting the same thing. Yeah, and, and then she I picks just, up her courage at the like fucking eleventh hour and defeats yeah. the goddamn big yeah. bad. Basically, what she always seems to be doing. Yeah. Uh, and we've already seen Simon and her are becoming more of a team, so you don't have that. But this this whole issue seems like. Sam Humphreys just wants to pad the whole thing with with Jessica and Simon so that we can get this connection with Valthum and yeah. Rami, which I did like, but it's just it's not a whole issue worth of stuff. It, it and, is, and yet well, I do and like while it. This is I going love on, the you art. Have Frank Lominski continuing to cycle through his emotions and becoming different colored lanterns. Yeah. And through the talk with Valthum and Rami, we find out that there is no battery for the Phantom Land, uh, no. Phantom Ring. It no. is feeding off the bearer, the wearer of yeah, the freaking ring. Yeah, it feeds ring. off the wearer. And it's funny, too, because at one point... And turning him into a bomb. Yeah, at one point, uh, yeah, uh, Rami's like, oh my god, he's going to explode. I actually thought that that was just kind of a, a metaphor type deal. Yeah. Later on, it's pretty much spelled no. out that he will turning explode. Into an actual bomb. Yeah. It's funny, because when he first like, you keep doing this, he's going to explode. And I thought, yeah, he's kind of, you know, exploding with anger. But I yeah, thought yeah. that that kind of many go nuts or whatever. No, he's turning into a bomb. Now, in the meantime, also, you see Valthum with Rami. And he wants Rami to wake up, and he's like, wake up, Rami, we're almost done. And there's the the weird deal that uh, Rami right away recognizes him and says, well, Thum, oh, you know what, you still recognize me? Yeah, you know, uh, that's a smell I'll never forget. And I like the interaction between the two. I really do. And I that's like, the best part of the book in my mind. Yeah, and I like the whole thing where we did see that they did have this huge connection. Now, Volthum uses some powers on Rami that I'm not so I, – I don't know what was going on there. Really? Right. Uh, but I liked it. I, I did like everything. But yeah, Frank Leminski, though, all you're getting in this issue is him just going from freaking spectrum to spectrum and then reverting to the Phantom Ring, uh, Phantom Lantern at points. And he just, he's at a point where it seems like he's tired. You know what I mean? It, it's really starting to drain on him. And I think he wants out eventually. But he is, uh, he's having some problems. He's going to explode there. They, they well, say I'm saying, even with that power, it's called the Malthusian transfer that Rami apparently taught Valthum, and that's what he's been doing to Rami since he's had him in Frank Lominski's yeah, yeah, apartment. Yeah, yeah. And with the, with the, like the name transfer in there, I don't know if, like, Valthum right now doesn't really have much of a body. He's almost a ghost at this point. Yeah. I don't know if he's transferring himself into Rami's body. Yeah, yeah. Or he's getting, you know, something out of, he's doing something. And you see shit at that one point. There is basically what appears to be smoke, but it, it could even be his soul yeah. coming out of his eyes and his mouth. Like every orifice is, is coming out. But yeah, he's doing something because, like you said, Volthum has no body. He, no. he really – he's doing something like that. I actually thought said, at the I, beginning – At the point, like, I think it was like last time we talked about this, he looked like a fucking midget in an emperor's yeah, cloak. Yeah, yeah. At one point, I thought that that's what he was trying to get at uh, – Frank Lemensky for. He was going right. to trick him. He was going to just take his body or whatever or steal his son. I don't know. Does he need the Odic Force there? We, we don't know. Force. But yeah, the, the thing with Frank Lemensky though with this Phantom Ring, it really is kind of smoke and mirrors because you're going to get another bit where he's just cycling through colors and he's yeah. you know at one point he's actually even Hope, which was yeah. pretty cool, but it doesn't last long. But he's it the lasts Yellow a panel. Yeah. He's a red lantern. It's just everything he thinks. But I do like this issue a little more than what we saw before, only because now we know 
that it is feeding off of him. So every time he switches to me, yeah, it's almost. I kind of got I got that idea last. I did show. too, but I mean, it, this I didn't really think that at one point he might explode. I just thought he'd go insane. I thought yeah, this I whole thought, thing I would make him insane. I thought it would actually insane. just burn him out and kill yeah. him because yeah. of all the energy he's pulling well, out of this it, thing it's and it's feeding off of him in the be. process. Yeah, it's kind of coming to be, but anything they do, they they try to get the ring from him. Jessica's like, here, give me the ring. And even at one point, he even like, why are you trying to help me? And, you know, he, he actually because he, he goes the other side of the whole fear yeah, lantern and, kind of thing, but, you know, and uh, it's actually scared the whole yeah, time. Yeah, she, she tries to get the ring off him and then he gets angry and he turns into a red lantern, but really, there's not that much going on here. Not at there all. There really isn't. Uh, and I'm getting tired of it because I, I really liked this Phantom Lantern story initially, but it's yeah. just been padded completely the entire way through it. I'm not getting anything out of it. Yeah, I'm telling you at this one point. Except for fucking he, continuity that's wrong. Yeah, at the one point he's avarice and he's like, no, the ring, you can't take it, it's mine. And they try to stop him and then he, that's when he's like, you know, why are you helping me? Like, that's our jam. That was yeah. Jessica. I think it's our pretty jam. much our jam. That's right, Jaybird. Uh, but yeah, he's like, Shut hey, <laughs> that's what being a Green Lantern's all about. And that's when he's like, no, no, it's happening again. Get back. Ah, and ah. It's, it's, he looks like right now what appears to have happened. It looks which like I, Dr. Manhattan just came and exploded. Yeah, his ass, it looks honestly. like he's exploded. It looks like he's dead. I don't think reading solicits or anything like that. It doesn't seem like that's the case. We're going to see next issue. Uh, but I don't think he's dead. I think this is going to continue on. This uh, is and such a fast fucking hopefully, read. Though, yeah, there's it's really, there's not much to, to talk about. Uh, hopefully, it, it gets a little more in depth. I and, and the weird thing is, I know. Are you a Volthoom fan? Not really. I enjoyed the actually. Not really at all. I actually remember, like, I'm not a big fan of the first Lantern arc yeah. of Jeff Johnson. I wasn't either. His series, but, uh, well, this I don't issue, know. I'm, I'm kind of interested in him a bit to see yeah, how he okay. came back, what he's about, you know. But this uh, issue, he's the best part, him and Rami. Oh, and definitely. that's where the problem is for me. Because the reason that is the case is also a backhanded compliment because, uh, Sam Humphreys is stalling with, uh, Frank Lemensky, Simon, and Jessica. I yeah. want to see more of them. I actually, if you're going to help him, I want to see what happens with that. Maybe he, they help Frank Lemensky and he comes back and actually fights with them against Saves all the three. He realizes yeah. because really at one point he, at the end of this issue, it does seem like he's knows what's going on. And almost know, like, Jesus Christ, I can't stop this. He's insane now. It's driving him insane. He's going to blow up. I think he knows that. And then hopefully, you know, they do something to help him. Uh, but I'd like him to even come back then. And it'd be awesome, actually. It'd be awesome if he ends up getting the ring taken. They say Jessica does grab the ring or whatever. Right. And then somehow, I don't know how you explain why a Green Lantern ring would be out there. I don't even think it would be that bad a thing for him to actually be accepted as a Green Lantern. I do not want him as a Green Lantern. I'm telling you, he'll die, that issue. Volthoom will kill him anyway. (laughs) But for just a little bit, he dies knowing that he was worthy enough at one point. Because I like him. I do like him. I think he's a good villain only because it's one of those villains that he's not necessarily bad. He's just misguided. He just, I mean, I'm telling you, he could go from here, go to Bloodhaven, go to that support group. They'll talk to you because it's more of his mentor now that that fucked him than anything he did. And he's just, he was an angry guy who was always second. 
I actually like it. He's more of a human deal. For him as a villain in here, he's almost like a Guy Gardner to me, where right. Guy Gardner is more of a complete character because he has flaws. Uh, Frank Lemensky has flaws, but in general, at the beginning, he just wanted to be accepted. He thought that the Green Lanterns were cool. It, it would have been Eric Shea. You would have wanted to be a Green Lantern if it was real, right? I have terrible willpower, though. I can't stop smoking. Yeah, but you might have tried. He tried. Uh, and especially because the spring fucking accepted him and then aired out and left. <laughs> it fucked him. Worst yeah. burn ever. Yeah, yeah. But I love the art in this. I think the I like, great. I like the art as well. The colors are awesome. I, that, I really like the it. The art and that scene with Rami and Balthum are the only reasons I yeah. you know, ex- like the book at all, really. Yeah, yeah. I know the continuity, like you said. It, oh, it really that took thro- down a lot. It throws of the manhunters completely out of the equation. It's like this is a rebirth, and they have erased the manhunters out yeah. of the equation. Yeah, I love the manhunters. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I really like it. And the funny thing is, as you even pointed out, the beginning of this book, Hal showed up. Green Lantern's rebirth. Yeah, he showed up with a, a you know, the a manhunter, manhunter thing that was there to show. Uh, Simon and Jessica, they had to work together. So yeah. they're, they're out there. They're a known entity, but I don't think they really looked fully into the whole history of the Green Lanterns in, you know, with the Manhunters included. Bothered so, the shit out of me. Yeah, My God damn it. We're only 13 issues in. You already fucked it up yeah, for me, Sam Humphrey. Uh, even then, you have a lot of podcasts and even reviews saying that they liked this issue because it was a good lesson on how the Green Lantern Corps started. And, oh, uh, just, you assholes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not. It's actually wrong. Uh, but what did you give it? I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. 5.5? Five, five. I, I actually see that's the thing. The continuity thing, it's hard to give it a real well, it's high not score. Only that. And the continuity a lot of is a problem for me, but also yeah. the fact that we're not getting anything new. I'm telling you, I really, really like the stuff with Rami and Volthoon. So did I. It's not a and lot, though. even Rami with uh, – until shit gets wrong in continuity, I like the fact – I liked seeing him with the other uh, – the Guardians, other yeah. Guardians and things like that. I'd give it a six eight. Yeah, it's it's not great, and mainly my score is is really affected because it really doesn't do much. Even to the point where you get Jessica before she's like, "Oh, my sister when she found out I was going to be a Green Lantern, she said I'd be great." We've seen this all before. Yeah. We've seen it over and over, and to a point where I really thought that we were done with this stuff with Jessica and her anxiety. She had already kind of fought through that as well already. But, yeah, I had made my claim two weeks ago when we had the last issue that the whole thing with this Phantom Ring is going to prove to Jessica that she belongs in the Green Lantern Corps as Green Lantern. I still stand by that, but we'll see what goes on. But we're going to move on to the next Green Book, Eric, which is... Green Arrow, Green Arrow, number 13. I'm going to get my notes here. Green Arrow, number 13. <laughs> written by Ben Percy, by Otto Schmidt and Nate Picos. Ben Percy continues to make this book a SW, SJW's dream come true. Super but Jehovah not, Witness? A super Jehovah Witness. Uh, after an odd scene about intersections, the story entered the fast lane. Ooh. And I was glad to be along for the ride. I'm, I took a lot of time on this. The reason I like this issue so much is that Percy gets back to making Oliver look like a good guy, even if he is hunted by the police for murder. Otto Schmidt's art is on point, and the mystery of who the Green Arrow doppelganger is has me intrigued. My first big uh, note, Ben Percy hates white people. But he really does. He really wants to make sure you know. Oh, I got that, that during the Ward not... series. Yeah, of that's what I'm saying. He's right back to it, though, because they're talking where Oliver's talking to 
uh, Dinah about what he loves about Seattle. It's okay. I know that people didn't like this scene for what whatever, but he was out of Seattle for a while, so he's there. He's just telling her what he likes. He's mansplaining because yeah. it really is. It, the thing with the mansplaining that I thought was he says – you know what, Never Diana? heard that term before. The, in my here's life. the problem, though. And it made me angry. There is one problem. I did look it up, and it basically. What did I? Yeah, it's a term. I I've never heard it. That's a term, though. But it, here's the problem with the term: is what I really thought that he was mansplaining was like, hey, the ocean's crashing against the city, and then the city being swallowed by the wilderness. The, the problem is, he says to her, "I love the city so much," and she says, "Tell me why." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you ask that. You, you can't call it mansplaining, so I'm going. I'm going with you. I hate mansplaining now because he's not. Boy. But it he's like, so hey, goddamn. Got- like, why do we have to do this mansplaining? Like, it's the guy just, just opened his heart line. and sold you it's how much he loves the city. Line. Uh, he's like, you got tech industry booming right alongside of the fishing and logging. But then he's like, we've got too many white yuppies. But we've also got a huge Asian population, a growing Hispanic community, and yeah, I could do without the the right wing nut jobs. But they've helped inspire the Green Party movement. He's oh, like, God there's a lot of divisions, a lot of intersections. Again, it's a whole thing of the melding pot and how that makes everything better. It also seems to almost lead to some sex under a bridge, Eric. <laughs> and shit was getting clear. And it's so funny, though. We fit well together. I think that they're fitting real well together at that point. In fact, Canary is there with her leg wrapped around her. Well, I want so, to kiss somebody. It's so funny, though. They are about to, I'm telling you, they're about to fuck. And all of a sudden, sirens go, and then Black Canary's like, yeah, but you're in trouble, Oliver. It like, changes the mood completely. It, it, the sirens are a cock block for poor Ollie. But yeah, they want to see yes, what's him going and Nightwing, on. man. It's the worst this yeah, week. Yeah, really. And uh, the sirens go, and they're like, hey, you know what I like? Uh, you know, I like walking around with you, but you know what I like to run better? And they're going to run over to this yeah. crime scene. The problem being is they're not aware this crime scene really points to Green Arrow being a murderer. And... Oliver and Dinah show up, and the police are there. The last thing the police have seen... I, I was an EMT for a little while. It's been a long time now. I don't remember all my training. I'll give you that. I, I And I never had a fucking arrow wound. No. It's just so weird to me that this woman is in a freaking gurney getting put into the goddamn ambulance with an arrow sticking out of her still. I you know can't. it's probably... you got you got to remove it at the hospital to make sure yeah. you stop Oh, yeah. That's the part. There's a big part I have that's crazy with Oliver. There's two reasons why that's the worst. But what yeah. happens is this policeman... Uh, the last thing pretty much this policeman has seen is Oliver beating the shit he out of Sergeant Nodding. And uh, so right away, they're not going to be that happy. And really... It doesn't matter if Notting was a piece of shit and they knew it. He still was fighting a police officer. Right. And that, that's the bottom line. They're going to be like, fuck you, buddy. Because really, he may be uh, wanted for murder and set up, which is the big thing he's saying. He should also be – he assaulted an officer. They're, yeah. they're, I don't care. The minute that he proves this wasn't him shooting, he's still in trouble. He really should be. But, yeah, they don't go. Now, they have this. There's two officers in the one. I'm telling you, the one officer, though, who opens fire on Dinah and Oliver, yeah, yeah. right before that, though, we had a background where there were all these people standing behind them. So, like, oh, yeah. where's yeah, he shooting some, at? Because all these care. bullets are flying by Green Arrow and Black Canary. I'm and, like, oh, yeah. I hope somebody's taking video of this because yeah, really. it's right well, either. The other thing, though, is there is another officer, a female officer, with this guy. This yeah. guy was like, oh, you piece of shit, Green Arrow, I'm going to fucking kill you or whatever. There's this other one that even says, whoa, 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 he wouldn't show up here if he was guilty. You know, maybe there's something to this. 
if they would have named her, because I don't think they ever even say her name. If they did, I would say to you 100% she's going to be the one that helps him because it does seem like she's there. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, but they don't say her name, so it makes me think that they'll just – She's not just, important. Telling you, that just shows you that not everybody at the Seattle Police Department is a piece of shit. And they do that again later with the chief of police. Yeah. But uh, basically, uh, Oliver goes over and is like, hey, you know what? I can prove shit's not me. Look, I'm going to pull this arrow out of this dying woman. Y- you can't do that, Oliver. No. She's got to get to the hospital. They've got to remove that. That's going to be the most serious part of what's going on with her. <laughs> That they, that she may die when they do I'm this. Gonna you go rip yank that this out. out over here. You rip that out. She's dead, and yeah. it is a crime scene. He can't yep. just waltz in and he say because all they're going to think is in costume. Hey, I'm going to have a bit. You are the main suspect. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Actually, you're no, the main you're suspect. Under arrest, piece of shit. Yeah, you're the main suspect, and you're trying to get rid of the only piece of evidence here. It doesn't look good. He really is not thinking this Oliver's through. An idiot. He is. He really is. That's why Black Canary is there to help him. And he, he's lucky uh, because she's there to say, let's get the fuck out of here. This guy's shooting us. Yeah. And, and they go he's to get out. firing a crowd at our heroes. Yep. And they go to get out. He actually puts like an arrow through the tram car and they go off. But that's where you see that you see this other doppelganger. See, I, the arrow I, what killer. I would call a dark archer. Yes, yes, and I would too. He's an arrow killer. He's yeah. there, but then we're going to go back to the Seattle police, and there's the chief, Chief Westberg, and he's called in Sergeant Nodding and says, listen, you're on four weeks probation. Uh, it's with pay, but was it for me? You wouldn't be in shit. You wouldn't be getting paid. This is ridiculous. These people are here. To, we're supposed to protect and serve. And we, as we this is going inspire. on, we're intercutted with that guy yeah. that he was going to oh, originally the beat the shit out of yeah. at, in Pennytown at a bar. And and they are in big trouble. The people that the uh, the fucking uh, what's it called? The wall Picasso, the arrow Picasso drew those pictures. Those stormtrooper looking guys. They yeah. have arrived. They have arrived. And now they and, are called the Vice Squad. Yeah, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. I said yeah. you got to get a better name. There's actually a Vice Squad. Yeah. You're not the Vice Squad. I'm telling you. I I actually had a name. Uh, how about? This I gotta find my notes now because we're just talking. Uh, well, might as well be even fucking the Patriots. What we had. What in this would previous you call story them? Arc. What would you call them? I actually I'd had a name when I was reading this earlier, and I can't remember now. Since they're going and they seem to be against uh, Penny Town and people, I'd call them the Penny Pinchers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I put in my notes. <laughs> the Penny Pinchers. No, they have to have a better name. They could just call themselves the Stormtroopers, but the Vice Squad. I'd be like, oh. But uh, we're not hookers here. There's no hookers, or you know, why are you the Vice Squad? It doesn't make sense. It's really a non-inspired name. Yeah. But yeah, while not they is, come in and shoot up the goddamn. Yeah, they kill everyone. They're gonna kill everyone. Anybody who does anything against the police and whatnot, because the guy does this piece of shit guy that Nodding actually fought with. Again, went back to the Ben Percy of you can't figure out who's worse. The yeah. the people you're supposed to feel bad for the person beating the shit out of him. Uh, he just starts bragging again. He's like, "Oh yeah, you know what? The police they they might have beat the shit out of me, but I have a good lawyer. I'm gonna fucking be rich." And the other piece of crap. Oh yeah, well drinks are on you. Well they come in and just kill everyone while nodding is saying to the chief, "You know what? 
it, things are going to be taken care of. Yeah, everything. You know, it's all this interplay and kind of a, you know, in time. I like the way this is saying. done, though. This is I really well thought I'm out. Scene. I, I think I put in my review, I think the pacing and the scene-by-scene work in this Perfect. issue is the best that he's had on the series. I really oh, do. Yeah. As you're seeing, I mean, and it's very cinematic, the way he spells it out, where the, the nodding is kind of there being, you know, ripped apart by the chief. And saying that he wants to, you know, protect and serve. He's going to do this. These people are scumbags. I trace this guy from a drug house. And, you know, he's going to get things taken off. And, and like eventually, again, it's like when, when he freaking leaves, I think I'm done being lectured. And the chiefs are like, we're on the same side, Sergeant Nodding. When you come back, if you come back, you better be doing your best to keep Seattle safe and lawful. And then it cuts to him after the massacre in the bar, yep. taking the helmet off. He's yep. like, oh, I plan to. Yeah. Oh, and we I see plan to. Sergeant Nodding like, leading these stormtroopers. Yep. Yeah. The vice it's squad. Crazy. It's crazy. But then you I just go want to call off. them stormtroopers. How's I that? Know, the vice squad. It's such a bad name. The penny pinchers. <laughs> the penny pinchers. They, but you go out to the wilderness then with Oliver, and and they're all there, and uh, freaking Henry's there. They're making Henry do physical labor. He doesn't like it. Uh, and I'm telling but, you, the one scene too is like where, uh, like, uh, he's all upset, and Oliver yeah. actually says, you know what? Another good thing you do is whining. But you know what, Fife, I love you. I'm like, yeah. you know what? It's about time you start yep. treating Henry. That was with some awesome. And respect. not only that, he actually puts his hands on his shoulders. Yeah, and, rubs his shoulders a bit. If if you haven't been around reading Green Arrow, uh. He has basically treated Henry like a piece of shit since the beginning that they've done. Now, Henry is now in the woods fucking, you know, making arrows, which I don't know they're going to be very good. But he's making arrows and not getting paid because Oliver doesn't have money. So he's just out there doing this just purely for him. It's about time that Oliver is like... You know what? And I like that. That's the Me main well. part. I'm telling time. you, that made my score go up because we're getting an Oliver that's nice now, at least. He's not it's a about, dick. I'm telling you, every other time we had saw them interact, he was always putting yeah. the uh, fife down. Yeah. And it was making me so upset. I'm like, this guy is helping you. Yep. Please just be yeah, he respectful is. or something, anything. Yeah, just be nice. Just you can. There's one thing about like a ribbing. But he was just, just awful to him. I, I know it's not the exact same. Can you just imagine Batman going through the Batcave and telling Alfred how much of a piece of shit he is all the time? Yeah, it, it would be. And Alfred would be pissed and yeah. eventually leave. There's Henry, though. He's helping him without getting money. Now, remember, he didn't want to have any parts of him at first when he no. didn't have money. But I could see why. Now we're getting a little connection. And, yeah, he even says, he's like, listen, I, I know there's – I got a list of complaints. I'm good with computers. My hobbies are snacking video games. I don't like bugs. I don't like splinters. And I don't like making all these stupid arrows. And I the best was – I'm with you. The best was the part where he's like, listen, I know you don't have a lot of money, so do you have to shoot all these arrows all the time? And if Can you, you pick could, them up, go, go grab some because I'm sick of making these goddamn things. Now, I like that line. Can't you go green? Yeah, yeah, go green. And it's funny, but that's where Diggle like steps in. And it, it's true. Oliver has already said, like, boy, I'm having the time of my life out here when he's talking to Dinah about being in this Ewok village of theirs. Yeah. And it's true. Shit's gone wrong. You, you can't just sit out here and rub shoulders. He's rubbing fucking Henry's shoulders and stuff. <laughs> Diggle's just like, no, no, let's get to the matter here. There is somebody impersonating you, Ollie, and we got to figure out who it is. And he has a list of suspects, and he thinks it's either Shadow, Emiko, Tommy Merlin, which is crazy. Yeah. Or they don't say it, but Roy Harper. And right when he says Roy, he's like, no, 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 Green Arrow. No, that's it's not him. So basically you're telling me that Ben Percy is saying it's either going to be Shadow, 
Emiko or Tommy Merlin. And yeah. because we haven't seen anything with Tommy Merlin, you almost immediately Tommy Merlin's think, a weird call out too. I, know. I, I had such a hard time trying to think back. I don't, I don't remember him being a bad guy in the series. I know at one yeah. point it was going to be seemed like it was supposed to be because I think it was the zero issue or the zero year issue yeah, where we yeah. saw where Tommy Merlin was with him during the freaking explosion on this yep. goddamn oil rig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, it's, I don't it's remember anything deal. ever coming from that. But because though. they spell it out here, you're kind of like, okay, if it was Shadow or Emiko, it's just too much of what's already gone on. Yeah. Tommy Merlin though gets you intrigued though. Even Ooh, if we know he, we have even a dark if, archer out there. Yeah, and even and he even says back when now he goes by the dark archer, and right there I said in my review, please, it has to be Tommy Merlin. If you're gonna spell it out like this and you end up making it Emiko, I'm gonna kill somebody because we've <laughs> already seen Emiko has betrayed him before and whatnot. She wouldn't do this. Especially where we no, left for, off. And before. how we left off with her, she's yeah. on the right path again. Yeah. So from there you go and again this is the same thing last issue. There's a lot of characters now in this, a lot of situations going. And we go back to this Nathan Dominey who's running for uh, mayor. And you get a guy who's pretty much Colin Kaepernick with him. He's the quarterback yeah. of the Seattle Hawks. And he's there to support this guy. And I didn't know. I thought that the only in with this guy was going to be because of Broderick around him. It's still May. But you get a little more with him here. And there is a weird scene because the guy's going on and on. Hey, we're going to make the streets better. We're and this is the guy that Oliver it. asked for help in the previous yeah, he issue. Asked, he actually asked him to go take that you know, cloning device, the hard drive cloning device into Broderick's office because he yes. knew he had a, a thing. And he said, listen, when when Broderick eventually fucks you because he fucks everyone, you, you come back with me and, and we'll get things done again. And you get the idea – it's heading that way anyway. We did before. Broderick's yeah. a bad dude. Uh, but the guy's going on about, you know, hey, we're going to empower people. We're going to do this. This guy runs Nathan for Mayor Nathan. And uh, the, I like the fact, but it's a weird padding where Broderick's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, it's not this crowd. You got you to gotta kind of go with what crowd you're talking to. This crowd's more about tax incentives and business grants. I'm like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> it was getting a little too much. But then he says, hey. I want you to come with me. I have a gift for you. Next thing you know, they look like they're going down the staircase to hell. Oh, yeah, I, right away, I'd be going down a goddamn like, dungeon in Transylvania. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, no, no, no. Because he even says, ooh, where are you taking me? Where in the devil are you taking me? And I'd be like, fuck I don't like this, this Rainier Club. Out. Yeah, but all of a sudden then, there is a very weird scene. And it is half a page. And, and I said to you, it threw me off because a fly lands on Nathan. And he and Broderick's like, hey, you got something on your cheek. And they, oh, and Nathan licks the fly off and eats it. And it's very odd. And then you said to me, maybe it leads to something. What did you say? Well, I'm telling you, the thing that I immediately think of when I think of eating bugs is freaking the Renfield character from Dracula, where like he's almost like a half vampire. He's drinking yeah. this blood of the insects to try to get the life to because he wants to become a vampire at some point. So I'm like... Are we going to some more universal monster territory? It's a weird week for that for me. We had Frankenstein in the Superman book. We had some freaking stuff in the Cyborg book with it in my mind. And uh, yeah. I don't know because then we go into a goddamn room full of prostitutes. That, yeah, prostitutes. That's a, it's a gift for Mr. Domini. And I'm like, 
All right, this kind of makes me think of the goddamn vampire brides from Dracula. That's what I'm saying. It's very odd. And even when they go, a couple of them, they kind of have a vampire look to them. Well, they, none of them have pupils. And no, I just think yeah. it's an artistic it's choice, but I'm not it is, sure. But it's weird. And the thing is, with this fly, it really seems to be something important, right? Yeah. It's not like they just – it's a no, weird thing to throw in there. fly for no reason. And are you supposed to – is that supposed to just disgust you and think that he's awful? Because why do this? So it really has to mean something. Some kind of monster, I'm man. I'm telling you, that. I'm going with you. I think he's a, he's either going to be a vampire and that, but really to eat insects off of your face, yeah. it's fucked up. It really is fucked and I'm up. I'm telling you, Ben Percy's already done a werewolf story of Green Arrow. Why not a fucking Dracula story? Yeah, really. And yeah, they they go in this room. There's coke. There's drinks. There's hookers. And the only it's thing funny too. I, you, you, talk, you talk about that coke because I'm like I'm looking at the scene because you told me about it earlier. Did you think it was like a scratch? I on thought it was a, a scratch mark. I'm like, yeah. no, those yeah. are lines of coke. Yeah, it's lines Never of mind. coke. I actually just actually came to that conclusion right now <laughs> before I thought it was a scratch too. Uh, but yeah, he's there with these ladies, and the only other thing you can think of is that broderick's just trying to set him up to take and oh, yeah, really he's whining and dying him. he's giving him if i'm nathan like, cocaine, i'd be like no 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 like really all of a sudden you have video of this and now you have him in the palm of your hand you can make him do whatever i oh, think yeah. there's more to it though i think that you know i think that like well, you dude said, just doesn't need something. to fly for no goddamn reason yeah it's just weird uh in the meantime oliver has sent dinah to the seattle p uh the police department because they do want to get a hold of one of these arrows. They want to see yeah. that it's not his. Now, again, if it's somebody who's done their homework, I would think that they kind of could get the same type of arrows. I, whatever it may be, it's a weird thing to just really center on these arrows. Center uh, on these arrows and then assault another police officer. Yeah, well, that's what they're the do. Yeah, that's what, uh, you know, Dinah goes. She knocks out a police officer, steals his outfit his uh, uniform, she goes in and then goes to where the evidence locker is and then knocks that guy the fuck out Slams by slamming his, his head into the, the desk. Yeah, like, into the desk. Also, it just seems like this guy who is at the evidence locker, it's a pretty important thing. You would kind of know who's on the force. Like, you would oh, yeah. have to be doing something. Again, she is hot, so he's going, you know. But yeah, she's like, you're a, he says, you're a knockout. And she goes, yeah, sure am. And knocks him the fuck out. I like the, the idea of that. It just threw me off a little bit. You like bit. your action hero line? I do. But yeah, she's going to find the arrow. So she's looking in the meantime. Uh, Henry has figured out that basically the only people who are being targeted by, by this arrow killer are people who have criticized Oliver. So it makes it look as if. Hey, it must be Oliver. He's trying to and, silence everybody. Yeah, he's going to get his next target. It's going to be Kaepernick. So it's Colin Kaepernick. So they go to get – he goes to the Seattle uh, – it's actually the Queen Industries field. He's yeah. at the top. He gets shot by the – uh, whoever that is, you know, who we think is Merlin. And Oliver but, gets, you know, shot at, knocking him off the platform. Yep. He's on into the freaking, you know, the Oh, yeah, uh, he's spectators. in the cheap seats, Eric. Yeah. He gets knocked in the seats. These people are pissed because at the same point when he lands uh, – the Dark Archer, should I say the Dark Archer, but shoots the... It is uh, a Dark Archer. He shoots They've Kaepernick. Even said well, it. Yeah, well, here's the... I'm saying if it is Merlin, but uh, it has to be because at well, one saying, point... I would call him the Dark Archer no matter what because as we saw him, we saw a shadow of a guy on a building oh, yeah. with a fucking bow and arrow. because they don't want to show who it is. He's, a, he's, he's up there in the thing. We saw Oliver perfectly fine. There's no reason except you don't want to show who it is. But the problem with me is we pretty much said it's one of three people... And yeah. two of them are women. That is not a woman. That, that is a man. So if if the only thing would happen is out of nowhere, they're like, 
oh, it's Count Vertigo. He learned to shoot arrows now. <laughs> it, it, you'd be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Why would you mention Tommy Merlin if it wasn't him? It's got to be him. But yeah, he gets shot. Kaepernick gets shot. He's there. He's dead, Eric. He looks dead, at least. Sure does. And uh, the people in the cheap seats are just turned around. There is an old lady who better not fuck with Oliver. I'm looking at these people. <laughs> One guy has the great. I fuck uh, with her. He has the beverage hat with the two beers on it, you know. Yep. And then you got this old lady. What is she doing? She's and got yeah, a there's stink face on. So there, she's yeah, really. There's Oliver with a fucking arrow out, and he looks and scared. The freaking audience is yelling out, "The killer's green arrow." He's like, yep. "No." Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh no, because he's, I've seen story, or I've at least heard stories of the people in the cheap seats in fucking the Philadelphia, fucking, yeah. the, especially the old vet, the 600 level, people kill yeah. people up there. <laughs> oh, all you need to do is show up with a fucking Dallas Cowboys hat. They don't, actually, yeah. you kill a quarterback or wear the Dallas Cowboys hat, you'd probably be accepted more killing a quarterback, Eric. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna have trouble. Oliver's gonna have to try to get himself out of there without hurting people too, which I think yeah. is a really good setup. I really like this issue. I did. I I know that the dialogue was a little hokey. We pointed out a couple things, but boy, uh, as as opposed to the other issues, the pacing in this issue is great. The panel layout and how it progresses from scene to scene is great, and it was fun to me. It really was. And that the prospect that it's Tommy Merlin, that we're getting something new, I think it's cool. I hope it's explained more, like you said, what Tommy had gone through or whatever. Yeah. But it's also it's cool because if it is, that is an old friend of his. And, you know, that leads that whole deal and why he's angry, he'll, we'll find out. Probably just jealous. And probably just jealous. What would you but give it? I give it an 8.5. Eight five. That's, that's yeah. a little high for me, just because like I really love the scene with all uh, Sergeant nodding and they're like going back yeah, and I forth, like, like we talked about. And I like the fact that uh, Oliver is finally giving like some respect. I, I hated mansplaining so much, and honestly, I just hate the idea that Green Arrow is going around and like not even Green Arrow. It's just he is now a suspected murderer. There's video of him beating up a cop, and then he sends Black Canary in to beat more two more cops. I'm like, I know. There's no real good guys going on in this book, and this is the same problem I had with Ben Percy in the two run. Yeah, it's Henry not as bad, good guy. Though. I'm it's telling you, it's not as bad. At least you have nodding, where nodding is definitely a hundred percent bad and guy. I'm telling you, I, I love the art in this book, though. I'll give it yeah. that. So I got to give it a six point five. I'm just not. Yeah. I, this whole social justice warrior thing is just grating on me, and I'm not having as much fun as I want with this book. No, I had fun this issue. I actually had a lot of fun. I thought that this was getting back to actually whether Ali is is suspected of murder or whatnot and they're beating up police. I still think that this issue did a couple things where you see him as being a good guy, even right. before even when he went back to went to that crime scene. Right. And he is trying to be a good dude. He just doesn't get that. You can't rip an arrow out of somebody who's bleeding out. Uh, but, yeah, I like, too, that that officer where that crime scene was, like, it's not cut and dry. Nodding is bad. There is yeah. no issue. But I also like the fact that the chief of police thinks he's a piece of shit and probably has wanted to get rid of him before because they said this guy just has done shit like oh, this yeah. before. Oh, yeah, brutal fucking cop. And, uh, but I also like that it's not like the police are, are fully against Ollie or with you know, it's mixed. It is. The guy, and even the the case where the one guy who shoots at them in that scene, it didn't really start that way. He kind of just was mad, and why are you here? 
it did escalate, and Oliver made it escalate. It, it's nothing that happened was like all of a sudden a piece of shit cop shooting at yeah. him. He actually has to because Oliver starts almost fucking around with the crime scene. But and Oliver's just dumb. You're right, he is though. Dumb. But I don't even think it's just fully dumb the way he's written here. I think that he thinks everything he does is right, so he thinks he can do anything. He is dumb as shit in this scene. We go off to the Ewok village, and he's like fucking Carol, like this fancy, free, and careless right there. He's like he's got his head up in the clouds, he's dreaming. Damn, isn't this great? I said, I think that's why Diggle was just like, "Come on, you fucking asshole, we got to figure this out." Green Arrow, fucker. Yeah, Yeah, but I liked it a lot. But that's that. We're gonna go off to some mail. It is the best podcast all week, even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First I'll hear Mail with Jim, now Mail with Jim. And we're back here. Back yes, for mail number four. I'm starting to get tired. I know. Toby is the first bit of mail here, and Toby says, Word up to the Get Fresh crew. Do, do. Do, do. Tomorrow's Christmas Day. Without a shade of doubt, this is going to be a bad one for him. But instead of being miserable about what I can or don't have, I'm going to reflect upon the year behind me and embrace the unbelievable freshness that has come my way in 2016. So here follows my 12 days of Christmas, a list of 12 things I've enjoyed this year. (laughs) Number 12, Brian Hitch, the gift that keeps on giving. Without his astonishingly shit output, we would have been robbed of some classic Jim Warner outrage this year. Number 11, Tinder and OkCupid. I'm looking for a grinder on that list there, Toby. Thanks for these two apps. I'm living proof that with a couple of half-decent selfies, an articulate profile, and some unassuming charm, a morbidly obese, wookie-looking moron like where you can find romance with AAA model-class women. Nice. Number 10, Marvel Studios. We finally have a proper Spider-Man on the silver screen. I don't like him. I don't like him. him. He just annoys me. He annoys me so much. I don't even like his jerk-off voice. I, I can't stand his look. I want to smack him, Eric. Smack him right in his fucking pretty Holland. little face. And to me, Tom Holland sounds like a name, like a, a kick-ass fucking man's man that's been around. Like, this guy's like a 40, 45-year-old grizzled veteran. Not this fresh-faced kid. Number I'm pretty nine, sure Tom Sig- Holland also directed freaking Child's Play and was, you know... That a- might have been the one I'm thinking. Yeah. It, just, it sounds like an older guy, and it sounds like a... a Really a rough guy. Tom Holland. Listen to that guy. I listen to Tom Holland. Number nine, Superwoman and Blue Beetle. These two titles taught me that there are such things as absolute trash DC comic books. Number eight, comic book companies that aren't DC or Marvel. This year I've read titles from Aftershock, Boom Studios, Valiant, and Image. And because of this, I've learned that there are superior stories and art out there that you can't get from the big two. 
Number seven, my college. Almost 20 years after high school, I proved to myself that I, I can succeed in furthering my education. The only thing that ever truly held me back was myself. Number six, Weird Science Mixler. I love the diversity of the nightly music shows that help me get to sleep, and the brilliant hosts are all doing an incredible job. Number five, my local comic book store, Close Encounters in Bedford, who have pre continuously provided me with an above-average and beyond-retail experience for the fifth year running. Number nice. four, opening for Zug Island and Straight Outta Nonsense. After a couple of years of writer's block, it felt so incredible to be back on the mic, dropping rhymes this year. But I'm just getting started. Big things happening in 2017, y'all. Nice. Y'all. He's number three. Jim, Eric, and Reggie. I'm Toby Hagen, and I came to say I love you motherfuckers in a non-gay way. Listen <laughs> to that, Raven. I still can't believe that I was invited on for episode 100 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Eric can't believe he was. I was going to say, he was on episode and, and, 100. Yeah, really. And was privileged to be screamed at by Eric. From the heart, <laughs> is truly my honor to call each of you my friend. Nice. Number two, 42 Shades of Geek. If there's anything I've accomplished this year that I can truly look back on with pride, it would be my podcast, 42 Shades of Geek. It was his dream, and dreams do come true if you chase them. I think that is just a way for him to plug that goddamn podcast there. <laughs> At least I remember it now. Remember, I used to call it 42 Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> An idiot. Number one, to no, get fresh No, I think you used crew. to call it 40 Shades of Grey. 40 Shades of Grey. Fucking... Wired Comcast, Eric. Thank you. <laughs> the Get Fresh crew. I don't need to say anything about why this is top of my list or why it is so special because if you're in the Get Fresh crew, you already know why. All I'll say is that I love each and every one of you guys and girls, and thank you for all that you have done for me. You guys have picked me up when I've been beaten down so many times. I've lost count, and for that, you all have my eternal gratitude. Where you have it? There you have it, folks. I'll leave here so that the next person in the mail line doesn't have to wait any longer to hear Jim read their words. <laughs> Not tonight. I, I'm just, I'm a butcher. Wishing everyone hearing and or reading this right now a happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or Quantum Leap. Toby. Yeah, right. Thank you, Toby. That's awesome. You hear, you hear Skinny Penis uh, ha, uh, wanted everybody to have a happy Kwanzaa last night. Nice. Fucking, guy. Fucking Skinny Penis. Uh, yeah, thanks, Toby. Toby is our brother. Mm-hmm. Next one is Brian from Arkansas again, another Jesus. brother. Hey, Eric, Jim, I guess, if you're there, Brian What's from up, Arkansas Brian? again. I thought of a couple of more things. I'm aware that DC sends you guys the books digitally and early. Jim, I know you've talked to your local comic store and the guy that runs it. So what I'm wondering is, are there titles that either of you buy, as in the physical copy or on a weekly basis? Eric? No. No. But I bought Nightwing Volume 1 at the comic book shop yesterday, and I started reading last night, and I'm enjoying it. The Denny O'Neill, mm -hmm. beginning with the six-issue mini, going to Chuck Dixon's ongoing yeah, run of yeah. that in the 90s. Yep, we were at the, the the comic book store, and I was looking at some stuff, and yeah. then I kept thinking if I bought, especially the next couple of weeks are pretty heavy with books that we really got, heavy. and uh, I wouldn't have any time. And I was I'm just talking to you, like, you know, within the past two weeks about how yeah. with uh, Nightwing going back to Bloodhaven and this uh, rebirth continuity. I'm like, I yeah, should go back and check that, that out because I read a bit back in the, in the day, but I haven't looked in on it in 20-some years. Plus, at some point, just to let Reggie know if he's he's made it this far, uh, we think that at one point you're going to be driving to upstate New York and going to miss a podcast. So uh, not just – but you wanted something to read on the ride of that and going to uh, – Jess's I should really, you know what? I should put that, that off and fucking use that. I didn't even think about them. Like I'm going to buy a 2DS. I'm going to do that and go. I'm nope. not doing that. 
Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you'll have it. Yeah, really. But maybe you'll get the uh, the next trade in that. Hopefully. We'll, we'll go back to the story. Another thing I wanted to bring up is that, Jim, I'm actually one of those people you were hoping for when you first started the podcast. I can't count how many times I've finished reading a book over the last several months. And the first thing I thought of was, I wonder what Jim says about this. But not I'm like Greg Kapoor. I'm a fancy guy. <laughs> At ease, Brian. At right. ease. So Attention. I go to Twitter. Click your review links and scroll to the bottom to see your score. Sometimes I read the reviews, but I mainly wait for the podcast in case you don't remember. Uh, this was something you mentioned during episode 100. I, you don't need to tell me any episode because I told Eric right away. That was my dream. You stated that when you started the podcast, you wanted people to ask themselves, I wonder what Jim thinks about this. Well, I is one, he said. And that's awesome because that's what I did want. And it makes me feel special. Huh? I'm not special. special. And really, all you have to do is say, I wonder what Jim thinks about this. You just say, I wonder what Jim's going to bitch about. The fucking Pretty miserable much. prick. A uh, couple more things. And, and that really also, tw- tweet me, Brian, how much you like the issue. Then I'll like it even less. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Eric. Anything he likes, I hate. I don't want to Co- talk to you about books anymore beforehand. No, because no, I hate them all. Couple of more things, then I'll shut up. I would like to take a moment to brag. I've had a Twitter conversation with my all-time favorite creator, Tony Daniel. Although it was nothing more than asking about a commission, he did reply. He even liked my comment about me being a huge fan of his since his 90s days on X-Force and Spawn. He even commented on my profile pic. I know I sound like a huge fangirl, but but I is one, again. And this is the thing. This is where I said... That if I was the head of DC, I'd force these fuckers to, to fucking respond to people like this because it makes people's day. It, it makes the right. fans. For oh, even I remember more. like three years ago, I think Jeff Johns favorited one of my reviews and I'm like, ooh! Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, my son, Skinny Penis, Rafe, actually tweeted Andrew Luck, the quarterback of the, uh, the Colts. He, he responded. And That's Rafe awesome. now is a huge fan. He's not even a fan of the Colts. He ended up because uh, uh, Andrew Luck does a book club. And yeah. Rafe thought it was a good idea and wanted to get involved and mention. And it was. And the thing is, whether or not it was really him or if he had somebody, I'm hoping it was him. But it was late Sunday night. He had a game that day and still seemed to like at 10 that night did respond. And like, but I think Rafe's like, oh, this is a, so cool. I'm going to do this. And the response was just like, oh, that's great. I hope uh, we're all going to have fun. Something like that about this book club That's enough. for kids. On, and Rafe just, he went nuts. He's like, he couldn't believe it. And he was so happy. This, this is what happens. People, some people get it. Some people don't. I was just going to say something bad about Greg Capullo again. But anyway, <laughs> I don't follow sports or anything. Comics is really my only hobby. So it means a lot when your all-time favorite takes a couple of seconds out of his day to speak to you. Liam Sharp, Bill Clasavoli, and Chad Harden have all responded to me, in case you were wondering. we talk, I talked to Chad Harden, and I've talked to Liam Sharp. And yeah, Liam well. Sharp talks to us a lot. And uh, yeah. I get excited just the same. It really yeah. is nice. It makes me feel good. Comic book creators are my rock stars. Yeah. Okay, one last thing. I keep hearing people wanting more roasts. The first one was awesome. I also would like to hear more of them. I also want to volunteer myself as one to be roasted. I may not be all that prominent of a member of the Get Fresh crew, doop, so I'll doop. give you some tidbits about myself to allow you guys to prepare a proper roast. Here's the thing. I think the next roast probably would be just the roast of the Get Fresh crew. Doop, yeah. Doop. We do that, and so this would be good. I'm from Arkansas. Right there is 10 minutes of material alone. <laughs> I hope that people – I always never – I always think people have listened for a while. I hope people realize when I say Arkansas, that's the big joke. 
That's I hope the they joke. don't think I'm a retard. <laughs> Barefoot hillbilly, sister fucking redneck, etc. I don't hunt or fish, don't follow sports. I'm happily married, a proud atheist, love cheese and comic books, have two cats that live at home full time. I don't eat dead animals, but hate the term vegetarian because I really don't eat vegetables either. Hey, you know what the worst part about eating vegetables is, Eric? Getting, Getting past, past the wheelchair. wheelchair. Oh! I drive a truck for a living. I'm 40. Six foot four and just under 300 pounds. Okay, I'll stop there because I'm starting to sound like I'm signing up for a dating website. <laughs> One last thing. Uh, so he wants to be roasted. I, I don't know. You want to go with, I would probably center most on our Kansas if I was going to go with that. But I got to go, go with the truck driver thing. Truck driver? Well, I don't know any truck driving jokes. Say it. How many times, like how many lounge lizards does he met? I mean, like friggin' uh, truck stop lizards. Not very funny. This I not. It's not a this bit right is, now. This just roast to... is already heading down. Oh my god. Uh, okay. How about uh? I'm trying to think. Oh yeah. Uh, what you uh, got, Jimmy joking. boy? Okay. How about this? Hey, you know. Hey, there's Brian there. You know, he's just under 300 pounds. They checked his blood type. He's ragu. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jim. Yes. You like you that? You gotta go blow. Come on now. <laughs> hey. Okay. How about this one? <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll have something. Yeah. We'll do this though. It'd be pretty funny to have a roast though. I know it, it's weird to have the roast because I'll tell you, they start yelling at me. I get pissed. I get very angry. I am not one that would enjoy a roast. I get so upset. He says, "Fuck Mary, kill uh, Sarah Pazzini from Witchblade, Mary okay. Jane Watson, or Vampirella. And now, here, he says disgust. Now, first off, if anybody says anything but not Mary Jane Watson for Mary, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, because you have to marry her, right? I don't know. Who else would you... You're going to marry fucking Witchblade or Vampirella? No. Yeah, I'm going to fuck the shit out of Vampirella. I'm telling yeah, you, so there's, the, there's the fuck. Yeah, why marry her? You just fuck the shit out of her. Witchblade scares the fucking shit out of me. I'm killing her, but you, oh, Jim, you go back into that witch. thing. What's that? You are a yeah. You are a witch priest, Eric. <laughs> uh, the problem with Witchblade is I'm going to go back to what you have fear of. It's like I do have to kill her. Yeah. I may not be able to. Oh, I, I really not. may not be able to. I don't to, know. But... The only one I can think I can be able to kill is Mary Jane, but then I think Spider-Man's going to come after me. That is true, but that's why you, you actually marry Mary Jane. You have to marry Mary I, Jane. I'm saying, though, I can't kill the other two. Uh, it really. I don't know. Vampirella, it, I, I, she's so sexy. But the she thing is. is, I want her in something more than that fucking outfit she wears. I need like, some what, more outfits. What, when you go to, like, to the mall or something? What are you yeah, really. Like, I'm she saying anything. It's going to get boring. House? She's got that, like, swimsuit type deal going. It, it kind of would get Emperor boring. Emperor's been around for a long time. I don't think it's gotten boring yet. I need some spice to this. Yeah, it's not gotten boring because I only see her once every, you know, I don't read the book, so I don't see her all the time. I'm sure in the actual book she wears different clothing. I would guess. I need some sexy outfits. That one doesn't do anything you. for me. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, you, you like the original Harley Quinn outfit. I hate it. No, I really I don't. don't. I, 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 I um, thought you said you liked that look. I, I like it enough. I like the way she looks now, though. Yeah, I like the way she looks now a lot more. I'm telling you. She looks like she's just stepped off the pole, Eric, right into my life. Right, right onto into my the dreams. pole. Right, yeah, <laughs> off the pole, onto the pole. Yeah, Vampirella, though. Boy, she, she's... It's a hard one. All right, check this out. I'm going to um, I'm gonna kill Vampirella. Just because uh, I'm afraid if we got married and it wasn't great, she'd still give me that eternal kiss and I'd be with her forever then. 
And you can't kill that, bro. But go on. This is your. No, one. no, I'm done. It's nonsense. You go no, ahead. That, you, you no, that, oh, that was the awesome horn. That was an oh, awesome that was the Awesome horn, was it? Awesome horn. There you go. I am. I just can't um, see how you wouldn't fuck Vampirella. I'm fucking uh, Witchblade. Cause, uh, really? She can check. Yeah, I think I am. She scares me. She scares me a bit, too, and I think that's what I like about it. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit dangerous. of danger. I don't know. Yeah. Vampirella is a little dangerous, too. Oh, it's a lot of danger, too. The, the know, funny um, thing is, is I'm saying all this about Witchblade. And I haven't really seen a lot of Witchblade recently. So I'm going to, as you talk, I'm going to look up Witchblade. Yeah, she's not sexy. Look at her. I'm looking at, nah, fuck that. I, I'm right, but, well, that one, she's pretty sexy. <laughs> I don't know. The thing is, she's got all the crazy shit coming I'm, I'm going to be on top of her, and she's going to fucking go nuts like that, and it's just going to slice the shit out of me. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You know what I like, Jimmy? I'm telling you. It's getting sexier by the picture here. <laughs> Holy moly. Keep but going. no, I'll go with you just because I think you'll have a goddamn tantrum if I don't, but I'll marry Mary Jane. You have to marry Mary Jane. That's marriage, you know? And and really to of the <laughs> That's three marriage. Of the three, I think she's the least sexy just because she's just Eric Mary Shea Jane. And Mary Jane renew she's your just vows. Mary Jane. Oh my god, look at freaking I don't know. I might have to reevaluate this. <laughs> I got I'm talking to outfits. Jesus Christ. Actually, is in an outfit when every picture I see, she's fucking completely nude. <laughs> she is nude in all these pictures. Only outfit I need. I don't know. She's got that crazy hand with that gauntlet thing going on, and, mm-hmm. the, and the gun. I the actually word? forgot what she. I, I actually had a very odd idea of what she looked like. But yeah, she's got too many sh- things fucking shooting out of her. Fuck that. I'm I'm sticking with it. I'm killing her. She scares okay. the shit out of me. Uh, I am marrying, or I'm marrying Mary Jane just to do it, and I am fucking the shit out of Vampirella every goddamn chance I can get. I'm telling you, every chance. She's sexy. She reminds me of the succubus in the Fiend Folio of the D&D deal, and yeah. I, uh, I always used to jerk off to that, so that uh, brings me back. That, Boom. That takes me back, girl. Takes me back. And that is Brian Weston from Kansas. Oh, he also says, I'm sorry. He says, thanks, guys. Have a nice Christmas. Keep your ears to the pulse of the streets. Brian Weston, Conway. Thank you, Brian. Or Kansas. Uh, Carl is next. Carl says, happy holidays. Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the rest of the Get Fresh. This year in comics has been great for me, seeing as this is the year I started reading comics again. I truly appreciate uh, all that you guys do, the community that was created because of your podcast and giving me the opportunity to help write reviews on the website. He has a bunch already. He yeah. is a early bird with the uh, Marvel stuff for Marvel Monday. He has a bunch in already. Thanks to you guys, I have a new group of awesome people to be part of and can make it through the week listening to hours on hours of hilarious rants about Hitch, re, uh, <laughs> reliving the drunken Eric moments, and of course hearing about the comics I love. I want to give a shout out to Trevitt. Him and I have been chatting back and forth about everything from Marvel Comics to how crappy limited cloud storage can be. <laughs> Sounds like a hoot there, Eric, which we wouldn't have even started chatting if it wasn't for the magic of the podcast. I mean, where else would you go for your uh, crappy limited cloud storage talk, Eric? That's but right. In the Get Fresh crew. Do, 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 do. Keep up the good work. See you in seven. Most importantly, read a comic today. Because without us reading them, they'll stop making them. Says Carl. Says Thank you, Carl. You, Carl. <laughs> me and Eric, Eric would finally get back to that fucking comic. He was right. He mentioned it yeah. earlier today to me. He's on page 15. He's going to get there. Get been 14. 14 for 20 years. Jesus Christ, guy makes fun of Jim Lee. Guy can't write. Fucking no, no, 14 I, I, pages. I have up to, I had up to issue 23 written. I, my penciler didn't get past that page 14. Issue 23. Uh, Jay told me, fucking bunch of hack. 
hack writing, he told me. He told me that last night we were hanging. How dare you? <laughs> that is by Carl, and Carl says, he continues down the road again. What's up, Jim and Eric? I can't say enough how much I enjoyed Just League vs. Suicide Squad. Finally, an event to wash the taste of that terrible Monster Man out of my mouth. While I understand that this issue is pure setup of the event, it did more in one issue than the entire Monster Man crossover ever did. Totally. Leave me wanting to read the next issue. I find myself agreeing with Eric on the art. Jason Bobak made this book for me, thanks to the outstanding artwork. My only hope is that the outpouring of positivity for this event will show Mr. DC that we need someone other than Hitch writing the Justice League proper. Proper. 8.5 out of 10 for the story, 10 out of 10 for art, because those scenes with the earthquake were flawless. So he says 9.3 out of 10 for the book. That is Carl. The next Oops. one. Thanks, Carl. The next one is from Jeremy. Jeremy says, hi, Jim and Eric. And if you remember, Jeremy uh, was uh, rant, rave. rant rave about bi-monthly. Well, I have to make myself look like a complete idiot over <clears> the whole bi-monthly thing. Still annoys me, but I'll get over it. I thought I'd write and hopefully not make myself look like a moron in the process. I'm really, really enjoying episode 99. The Vigilante Southland review made this issue sound hilariously bad, and I would be almost glad that I'm buying it, except the foul language is almost the dictionary definition of gratuitous. The main character is completely unlikable, and the story makes no sense at all. I know Agreed. some people really love comics featuring urban gang violence and what have, and what have you, but... The odd issue of 100 Bullets, notwithstanding, I'm not one of them. I actually liked uh, Nighthawk, too, in yeah. uh, Marvel. Was, but like I'm telling you, Nighthawk was the better version of this book. It really <laughs> was. And even that had some problems near the end before it ended, but it just it was a lot better. I was hoping for an interesting update of an old, often marginalized character. Instead, I get this. Color me disappointed and also conflicted. I generally don't give up on minis halfway through, but grip my teeth and complete the series. This is testing my resolve to limit. I know what you're going to say, too. Still, at least, I'm not getting the Raven series as well. But, yeah, uh, that (laughs) Raven series is nonsense. I also like that... uh, He's a Brit, Eric, so he spells color, C-O-L-O-U-R, and oh, my, my spell check is not British. My spell check isn't British. It just made me laugh because I'm <laughs> like, yeah, that's the proper spelling. Spell check is stupid. The Chris and Reggie section of this uh, uh, episode was awesome. I'm just a little too old to be carried away by the speculation boom of the early 90s, and I always found Wizard to be an overproduced, far too full-of-itself publication to take even remotely seriously. Oh, I liked it that a lot said, when I was growing up. That said, Chris and Reggie's love of comics really shines through. They're a very different pairing to you guys, but they go together so well. It's a real joy hearing them talking about topics they so obviously enjoy. Thanks, guys. Is he going to get back to us? What's going on? <laughs> Speaking of thanks, setting up the Slack group was an inspired move, Eric. I love it. The Get Fresh Crew doop, is a wonderful, doop. friendly bunch. I do enjoy chatting with them. Or, as it is often the case, just reading through the comments and re- reveling in the madness. I'd like to give a special shout-out to G, Christian, Aaron, Repairman Jack, and anyone else who I've forgotten who has got the Book of the Month Club off to a great start. We started with CJ Cheris down below station and have got other titles lined up for the new year. If anyone else is interested in getting involved, we'd love to see you. And yeah, that's another thing. Like I say, about this uh, Slack chat, it's not about us. It's not about even the podcast. Not at all. People talking about comics. There is a Destiny, the game Destiny group. Uh, G's involved with that as well. Uh, they have a book of the month club, like a book club type thing. This is not stuff that me and you have any time to be involved with. Not it's at awesome. all. These people have just, because they seem to like the podcast, they kind of came together and now find out that they have a lot of other interests as well, other than hearing Eric talk drunkenly. Though that's a big hit with them, right? 
I'm looking just, at pictures of Vampirella now. I'm not listening. Just to remains to say that this is the year I discovered Weird Science DC Comics podcast, and it's been a great source of entertainment inspiration. My comic blog output has increased massively in the last couple of months, and of course, nice. fun. Jeremy's one of those guys too. He's probably fucking idiots. <laughs> if they can do this, I'm in again. <laughs> he's a teacher, Eric. No, he's a teacher who had to be schooled on what bi-monthly meant. That's Love right. you guys so much. Have a great Christmas and New Year. See you in 2017. Ah, that's the mail for the night. We end with Jeremy. And yeah, thanks, Jeremy. And really, I, I do. In my mind, that means Jeremy is giving up on the podcast until the new year. Nah, he's so behind. He's trying to catch up. But uh, the other thing, though, is again, with the, this Get Fresh Crew chat, I talk about it and I keep mentioning it. It doesn't do anything for us. This no. isn't like you're going to get in there and all of a sudden I get more clicks that I can yeah, spend on. Yeah, now there's ads all over the place at, in this yeah. chat. No, room no. It's just, I like that. People actually are becoming friends. Toby said it earlier. It's a nice it's helped community. him out a lot. And and people just talk and everybody is very nice. You start fucking you start trolling, you're you're right out, right, Eric? I'll fucking punch you in the face and kick you out. I don't even know how I can do that, actually. I was gonna say, can that happen? Can, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I can't punch them in the face virtually, but uh I I guess I could get people. There's no, it's never been a problem. Everybody no. in there. So yeah, if you want to email me at weird, it's never really DC been moderated at gmail dot com or to, you know message me on Twitter if you want in. I will send. It's a email invi- invite by your email address, and then you're in, and then you can talk all you want. You can say bad things about Eric, and all of a sudden he pops up out of nowhere. No, Puffin I don't do that in Slack. That I was, was more, yeah, that Twitter was more chat. of Twitter. You were good at that. People would just – there would be three days nobody would hear anything from you, and then somebody would be like, I wonder if Eric – that all of a sudden, what? What you say What'd about you Eric? You're right there. <laughs> That's pretty good. But, yeah, thank you, all you guys. So we're going to go back to the books. Then we're here with Reggie. Hey, Reggie. Howdy. Hey, Reginald. How you doing? How's it going? Merry oh. Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas. You, you do I make a good Santa. from the North Pole. Oh. oh. <laughs> Did you do something like that last year? Because it sounds very familiar. I don't know. Maybe, maybe just did. my I voice think you is did. naturally no, the voice of Santa. I think you Santa. did something of the sort, like uh, something similar, like we had your books and you were fucking around and pretending you were goddamn Santa Claus. Yeah. It sounds very I, natural. Well, as you know, I have a no more fucking around policy. Oh, so shit. We're gonna, is that we for 2017, are, or is that? Is, the, I, I'm, I'm starting it resolution. now. It's a, it's a New Year's resolution, but I'm starting it right now. Okay. No, no more, no more nonsense. No more games, guys. So let's get down to the. This is about the comics. We're all about the comics. Well, I'll tell you, Reggie. Uh, this this section's coming after probably one of the most <laughs> nonsense-ridden sections of books we've ever had. I'm yeah. telling you, we recorded one of the earlier sections, and and me and Eric got done. It's almost two hours long. And I don't know that we talked any books, so I guess we have to go with your resolution <laughs> starting next episode. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the resolutions are made. To I be don't know off. if you're aware. Um, I'm trying to push a new character. Uh, people at this point in the podcast will be aware of uh, Toilet Jesus, and uh, uh-huh, you'll, uh-huh. you'll you'll just have to hear what Toilet Jesus Does is. Does Toilet to Jesus prefer all dressed chips in the bowl, or has he that worked? He probably well, he is one who really prefers cereal. But yes, he'd probably go all, all dress chips. But he also wears a robe that goes over the back of the toilet tank. He lifts mm-hmm. the robe over the toilet tank instead of taking it off. He's a fucking animal. Because... I mean, that makes. Well, what do you want him to let it drip into the? Absolutely not. He's toilet Jesus. 
He's not gonna, he's not gonna poop on the robe. That's telling just you. disgusting. He's somehow still gonna do it. I fucking. Know I am it. gonna push this toilet Jesus until it becomes big. <laughs> it's wow. my new uh, uh, sexy Johnny the Cattle Rustler, who is now retired. That's why uh, Toilet Jesus came about. Johnny now, the sexy cattle rustler. He's, he's retired now. Is he? Is Jesus a euphemism? Like he? He's you know he's like proficient at shitting with a robe on he's the jesus of that shitting that way I, or i will tell you this is he jesus i do not remember and that's <laughs> I'll how have he to go and listen it's only okay. been probably at this point an hour from talking about it uh, i don't remember why it happened it just it, it was like a I blessing i'd say eric could be it was the a christmas miracle jesus, but that doesn't he's not no obviously eric isn't jesus no, it, it was obviously. it was a christmas miracle toilet jesus <laughs> all right Beautiful. Okay, so I we'll get the, the nonsense will stop then. So what you're telling me, starting Reggie, now, right? Yeah. Starting now, you're telling me that from now on, this podcast is nothing but books, nothing but comics. We are a comics podcast. It is in the name. Comics and it mail. Is we DC do the mail. comics. Well, yeah. yeah, the mail, and we're gonna do news, right? But right, no, right. no other nonsense. Comics related news. No more. No nonsense. We're gonna, and this show is gonna be a neat, tight. Hour and a half, two hours. Hour and a top. half. No problem. I, I'm, I'm with that. Be, I'm telling you. This is it. This is you're 2017. You're telling me now. If I follow <laughs> your rules, we mm-hmm. can probably start recording at seven and be yeah. done before nine. That's what that's you're right. telling me. Yeah, done before exactly nine, and I don't mean nine a.m. Right. <laughs> so what you're telling me is I'm not gonna. Me and Eric won't sit there and in a one single sitting podcast recording. Watch the sun set and then have it fucking rise again before we're done. That that'll never happen again. That'll, that'll, what went wrong in my life? What happened? I don't know. I don't know. Your I listen to all these other. Be I'm with you, Reggie. All week, me and Eric sit there and we try to come up with the plan of how we could do this because we sit there and I'm listening to all these other podcasts and I hear people getting so tired. Uh, to the point of uh, just severe exhaustion. I actually, I, they, they might start eating people next to them because they're so hungry <laughs> because they have taken 45 minutes out of their life to record a podcast. It's like all shit <laughs> has gone wrong. They probably have like a, a fucking beard growing, uh, you know, everything. Yeah. It's, it's like time travel to them that well, they, oh my God. They do every, every other thing they do in their life has to be focused on keeping the lights on. You don't know how it much work be. it is just to get that fucking bill paid. That is you know, true. I, I do. Pay. I had to run 15 blocks yeah, really. last week to make sure my power wasn't shut off. Yeah, so, so you know what that's about. Sometimes you get grandpa on, on the bicycle out back, you know, pumping the generator. You know, it's <laughs> not, you got to keep that light, those lights on, gr- buddy. Grandpa was on the bike because he got pulled over and got a DUI. It's usually like grandpa's <laughs> on the <laughs> fucking grandpa. bike. Oh, Quaker town. <laughs> now, uh, Reggie, if, if, oh no, this is nonsense. I was just going to yeah. quiz you on oh. something, but I, I, you know, you said the new year. It's still, if you see a guy riding on a bike, okay, I'm right. going to picture this. You see a guy riding on a bike. And he has shorts on and a shirt. Do you immediately think that that guy has a DUI? Say he's over the age of twenty. Do you think he has a DUI? Or, I or mean, you're I, at first, I would think he was man shit. Okay. Yes. Right. But you uh, wouldn't uh, really that like. I'm going to go count. through oh, yeah. levels. I would think, I would think because, he was definitely a DUI. Okay. I, you know, now, it might if not, that why guy, can't somebody just ride a bike as recreation? Okay. Now I, I set it up for you to say no, no, a guy could ride it recreationally. If this guy is now riding a Those bike, shoes you said. Right. Uh, no, he's he's just he's got shorts, shoes, and a tank top on. Oh, oh, no! All right, then I okay, wouldn't. Okay, not going to assume. How about you take the shorts away and he's wearing jeans? Uh, 
No, it's okay. fine. It's getting Jeans are there, something right? people wear. What are you talking about? Not riding a bike often. How about Those he's shooters, wearing... though, I would think that guy was fucked. There was something no, not... he had stolen. That guy is just something asking else. for a fucking... <laughs> okay, now, how about this? He has, he has jeans on, a tank top, and he's smoking while he rides that bike. I mean, it's, you're just making this guy sound more and more like a badass. I'm I, saying... I, 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 Being a badass is not illegal yet. Okay, and he uh, also this bike appears to probably be a twelve-year-old girl's bike with with a a basket in the front. How's that one? Okay, this might be good. This is getting a little. He's starting to get to DUI, and in that there's a twelve-pack in that in that. (laughs) Okay, are are we there yet? What's missing? One of the rings is up. Is that what it is? Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm telling you. Uh, I've seen this guy when I was driving home from work. Me and Eric have seen this sort of guy all the time, and I don't care. I see a guy. Do you? I'm almost jealous. I gotta say, you know. I'm telling you, I see a guy, and he's a guy has a full fucking biking outfit. I still think it's a DUI. I said (laughs) at one point I was gonna ride my bike to work to get in shape. I don't want anybody in town thinking I got a DUI. I don't drink. (laughs) So that's the really my only reason I've fallen out of shape is because of my fear of people thinking. I have a DUI. I don't know why. It's, that's all like that's the done. Thing to do would be to get back into drinking. Yeah, it would. Fucking get, get back into drinking and just drive around for a while until I'm forced to ride a bike to work. That's what I'll do. Eric, you, Eric should ride a bike to work, but I don't know that he could anymore. I, I did once when I lived in my parents' house for six months, like ten years ago, and uh, I had forgotten how to ride a bike, and it was very harrowing <laughs> getting those few blocks to work. I don't yeah. think I don't think Eric sees well enough to legally no, walk. No, that's I mean, much less operate a bicycle. I mean, yeah. and the worst crazy. worst on top of it, it was trash day too. So this one street had like a hedgerow going down the side <laughs> of the sidewalk, fucking dumpsters like like trash oh, bins yeah. out, freaking telephone poles. It was a goddamn obstacle course. So you were you were riding your bike on the fucking sidewalk? What are you fucking yeah. eight? Jesus wow. Christ! I don't want to be these assholes in the street that slow down traffic. Yeah, that's you're 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 right away. You're allowed to do that. My whole problem is I would be so fired up and I'd ride the bike to work and then at the end of the day I'd be like, What the fuck? I gotta ride home? I'm fucking tired. I'd probably end up calling my wife. Though uh speaking of Eric not seeing, uh we left work early today and went to the comic shop. We were looking at some trades and things like that. And I'm in one aisle looking at trades and Eric goes to this other aisle. All of a sudden I hear this thing fall and crack. And I'm like, that that was your glasses. (laughs) He walks around. Things are shattered again. Oh man, Eric, uh, come on, please. I, I got it, some of uh, Jess's nail glue and I put that on there, so they're being held together right now. The one end's kind of falling apart though mm-hmm. because I couldn't see and I, I think it's all stopped up, so I actually don't think any other nail glue actually got on the top part of my Why glasses. Don't you treat yourself to a, to a lovely I'm Christmas done. present it, and go to the eye doctor, get him, get an exam. It'll yeah, take I just like had to run minutes. 15 blocks to make sure my power wasn't shut well, off. Yeah, today, yeah. today at work, I actually said, uh, wouldn't it be funny if some like, Younger kids, I'm telling you, like a 12-year-old, starts listening to podcasts and say, thinking, boy, those guys are probably rich with their <laughs> podcast yeah. money. And me and Eric are yelling at each other all the fucking time. I'm like, my shoes, Reggie, legitimately, there's more <laughs> holes than shoes. <laughs> I, there's this thing wow. You can see the cute. bottom of his foot if you lift yeah, his foot up. I don't wear socks half the time. You can see my fucking foot through my shoe. And Won't speaking you of which, lend a hand, get I'm telling you, crew, they're not even my shoes. Day, they're a, pa- they're a pair of shoes. A pair of shitty glasses. These, these things, Almost these are a pair of shoes that my son got from the track team because they felt bad for him, and then he gave them to me. Because <laughs> he felt oh. bad for his father. Because he felt bad for me. I'm just, I just want to, you know, I'd rather spend money on my children Merry Christmas, than myself. Reggie. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, we were yelling about stuff. That's what you're spending your money on, on your children. <laughs> That's right. My children. My children. I love those little scamps. Like, <laughs> like, like they were my own. <laughs> <laughs> Almost yeah. like you knew them or something. Oh, yeah. That's like Rafe's big thing when he's, anytime I yell at him, he, he comes back with the, uh, you know, the, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I'm like, I don't know what this tree is because I don't know who the fuck your father is. Your mother never told me. And then he just fucking walks away. He usually has something to say. Logan gets sad when I say that. He walks away all depressed. Close to home, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Just but, tell him, uh, though, even though I might not be your biological dad, I still have a legal obligation to take care of you until I'm yeah, 18. Yeah, it seems I do. 18, I don't so. know. I don't know what You know what, Spoil? I've kind of grown fond of you over the years. You're going yeah, really. to make a to maybe to see if we yeah. can get out of this. Wow, I just want to get the fuck out somehow. You Patreon. I'm going on Patreon to get some money to go to fucking Timbuktu. Just to get out. That's it, though. That's, I want to go know. so far. I'm going to go to Timbuk 4. Send me money so I can <laughs> fucking leave the country. <laughs> yeah, really. I just want to get the hell out. Let's get on with these books. It's getting late. All right. Uh, Aquaman number t- 13, written by Dan Abnett, art by Scott Eaton, Wayne Foucher, Gabe Altayeb. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Superman is coming to town. He's got his resting bitch face. He's brought the Justice League. It looks like he's going to break your balls, but he'll stop if you ask, please. Hey, you better not fret. You better not scream. You better not sweat for the little bit that it means, because Superman is coming to town. You better not sweat for the little bit. Yeah, Yeah, well, you know. Whatever. It's like when you're on the bike with these jeans on and you're smoking and you got the top yeah, back. I'm sweating right now, okay? I sweat I nonstop. Sweat. Yeah. The little bit that you ran across the fucking town, you were sweating. You oh told my, me. No, you didn't realize too. how out of shape you were. I, I started I running run. at the one. I started running at the one place. I had a half an hour. I thought until the place closed. Like half an hour, fifteen blocks. Oh my god, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. And it's fucking freezing and cold outside. I start running at one point. And then I stop because I see a car coming and I don't want to look like an asshole because I have a leather jacket on. <laughs> and uh, and, the, and the zipper's broken, so it's just flapping in the breeze as well. So fucking, I stop, and then I'm just going to do a little fast walk. And then I realize, holy fuck, that little sprint I just did took it out of me. Wow. You're oh, old, my, my friend. friend. You're you old. old. You're, you're old and out of shape. And then I got there and I paid the bill and I found that they were open for another hour. And they weren't going to shut my power off anyway because they are being nice and... Uh, it was going to be cold, so they weren't going to shut my power off. They just sent me a threatening letter that said, we're going to charge you two times the amount, friggin' it's going to be, if it's, if it's after 4.30. If they're going to shut your power off, it's going to be on Christmas Day. That's the you know, that's the, obviously the best, saddest time to do it, to make you feel that the most be miserable good. and suicide. That would be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't oh, have yeah, something yeah. like Christmas. You have but to yeah. wake up Christmas morning. You have to see your own breath in the house and just be like, oh, my, your pipes are frozen. It's miserable. That would that would suck. That would suck yeah. big time. <laughs> you Ruin wake Christmas. up. Merry Hello. Christmas, baby. That's what you Eric had to Eric You only get Christmas. one chance a year to ruin someone's Christmas. You know? <laughs> that is true. That I'm telling you, I don't true. care about Christmas at all. You can't ruin it for me. It was it was ruined and taken away from me years ago and I'm terrible terribly bitter inside now. Sorry. Uh, uh, that Aquaman. <laughs> it, it reminds me of Christmas, Reggie. From your it song. sure does. Uh this was I actually this is probably the first time in uh since we've had the three of us on the podcast that I have no idea what you gave any of these books. Uh wow. usually I know 
Well, usually I know because I will tweet I never the know. creators if well, I it's because I have to see if I should tweet the creators. Um, I kind of gave that up this week. Uh, they can they can come to us, right? These yeah, guys are sure. They're clamoring to get to us. So, oh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, so I kind of went with that, and I have no idea. Uh, but in my mind, I didn't mind this issue of Aquaman. Uh, mm-hmm. it's weird because it's a it's a continuation of the fight of the war. Uh, there's a one confusing bit. The the bit with Mara kind of confused me a bit, but in general, it was okay. And it really, it, this is a Dan Abnett classic issue to me. That was where, one page, though, right? Or like two? It yeah, really it was, was one short. page. It, 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 I mean, too, it sort of was like uh, it was sort of like to remind us, hey, she's still around. Don't forget. It was just weird because I didn't think she was, was with them anymore. That's I no, she went back after the yeah, last issue. Which that's she left what I'm on, saying. On. I didn't even get the idea. Like, why did she even go back? It seemed like Where's she, she was pissed go? off at him. I don't know. Hang out. Go to. The she's movie. afraid of the future, Jim. Yeah, but now she is. She left before. Seemed like she was all about, you know, fuck you. I'm leaving. Did she go to the Tower of the Widowhood? Just go hang on, play, hang play foosball or something, right? You think they play a lot of foosball there? I think they have a bumper something, pool table. That's something what like I think. that, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, tell us about it, Reggie. Tell us about well, this you know, issue. Well, it, uh, it opens up just the way it left off, which was the point of this wonderful Christmas song that I sang that, you know, Justice <laughs> League showed up and was supposed to be very stern Superman saying, you made me a promise. I gave you a chance. Now the world is at war. And Aquaman's like, no, but someone, you know, it's Nemo. They're making it look that way. Yeah. And, and Justice yeah. League is like, oh, okay, fine. That's oh, cool. an acronym. This, they must be evil. This is exactly <laughs> what happened two issues ago or three yeah. issues ago. The same thing where they, they left it off where, where they were all coming into Arthur's hospital room. And it was supposed to be like, look what you've done. Superman's going to break your balls. And when they get the next issue... Justice League is just like, oh no, no, we're cool, man. Everything's fine. We believe yeah. you. You're you're a buddy. So uh, it was sort of another, you know, it was, it sort of annoyed me that they did the same thing, exact same thing twice. You know, it's kind of yeah. annoying me that nobody knows how to write for the Flash unless they give him a funny little quip here and there. I'm telling you, it's weird though. It's they all because want to jail you, Flash. I think, well, and it's a lot of people want people yeah. like this Flash. This Flash though. Is so far like I actually wish that the actual Flash book by Joshua Williamson, I wish that had some humor. Uh, they go yeah. over the top in any other book. Uh, the Joshua Williamson Flash though has no humor at all, and it, it seems off. They they have to combine these and come up with like a happy medium to to get the Flash where he should be. But yeah, all Flash does in in this when he shows up anywhere in other books is just crack wise. He's yeah. cracking wise, and then you have friggin' like Cyborg, the, yeah, and uh, Cyborg just ball. rubs his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Cyborg also says, that can't be you, dude. Yeah, you know, so he, the he thing is, dude, when he says it. that, it doesn't make any sense to me, because they're all like, and like, Flash, like, seriously, not, I'm like, he never said him, he's like, I'm gonna need someone to act as a negotiator. That can't be you. I didn't say me, motherfucker, I said I know, someone. But no one said me. You know? Yeah, really, and, and in fact, if it was, if it was supposed to be Aquaman, he wouldn't have said this. He just would have gone and done I it. I would have said, Scott, hey, what? I need to do this. I don't need yeah. somebody, I need to do this. Yeah, like, Listen I'm to gonna me when I talk cyborg. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. But hey, they, they gotta spell it all out for you. Yeah. So, you know, while, while Aquaman gets this incredible evidence, remember the evidence they had three of five pieces last issue, and he yeah. had to get those last two. Only yep. with the last two could his his case be well, ironclad. And it's funny though because you actually made fun of him, and you yeah. said, "Listen, you have enough, dude. You have one piece of evidence." We all three of us said, "Well, we find out here that it may not have been a good. It's good that he got it because they still don't believe him." They, you yeah, know. well, that's the thing. I mean, they they sort of it doesn't matter how much he would have had, but it, you know, in that case. 
Why don't bust your balls? You know, do it five <laughs> That's pieces. That's what I'm then. saying. Just do don't the even water, worry. Let them turn you down. Yeah, don't worry like, now. Right. They're just going to turn I'm you saying, down. And that it, it, general it, it, is just too gung ho to send out the Aquamarines. That's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I said so much money on these fucks. We're going to use them. All right. Now here's the deal. It does make With sense if you're going to think that they are. If they're full against the Atlanteans, this would be, you know, all of a sudden Hitler says, no, I have evidence that there's no Holocaust. Oh, really, Hitler? I'm not, I'm not going to pay attention to your fucking evidence. And that's kind of yeah. how they go with this. They're not going to listen to Aquaman's evidence when he's the one that they think is attacking them. So, But it's also it sort of bullshit because it's fucking Superman. You know what I mean? I like, know. I don't know. Superman brings a lot, of, a lot of American cachet with him. You would think they would definitely well, – they would does. at least – they would at least reassess, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all right, Aquaman's willing to negotiate, we'll set something up, a Skype call, for God's sake. We'll get Maybe. the weird science DC guys That's on, right. and then, you know, then we'll all that. get bombed. They shit. could be on Mixler. Uh, the, the one thing, though, the, on the opposite side of the spectrum there, I don't know, you could have some guys are like, you know what, you hang with Aquaman. He's part of the Justice League. You're not a very credible source here. Yeah, no, I know I, he's I, Superman, but he's. But here's the thing also, because in I mean, other if books... If it had been like Jessica Cruz comes yeah. up with the evidence, they might have been like, ah, who the fuck are you? They're like, oh, Jesus, here Where's she Where's that handsome man, Green Lantern at? Like, yeah, the yeah, main, really. One of the Trinity, for God's sake, is showing up with the yeah. evidence. Well, but, and here's I, what you yeah, have I to understand. say. As well, they should trust him since they sent him before from the government to go talk right. to Aquaman. This, yeah. And really, from the very beginning, this Superman has been pushed. Remember, at one point, that's who Aquaman said right away. Oh, you know, Superman will vouch for me. And then we, we had a big, you know, a uh, bit about it because Aquaman shouldn't really know this Superman, especially no. then. Uh, wouldn't have known right. him, but uh, Superman has been thrown into this book numerous times as the you know, quote-unquote, the ultimate authority of anything. So, yeah, it does kind of seem odd that they go into the White House and they just, you know, kind of actually laugh in their face. They really and do. They just got to blow them off. <laughs> yeah, and then just say, you know, we don't care. This evidence that you have, uh, that's Atlantean evidence. You know, it's doctored, it's made up, whatever. But, uh, yeah, Aquaman then says, you know, fuck it. What we have to do is capture one of these guys and it's it's uh, old Stubbsy's. That's right. Dad. Joanna Stubbs' dad comes Stubbs through. This scene I really liked. I really liked his like super black manta looking sub and manta ray. That's a, th- that's a thing too. I think to myself, this is supposed to be this covert, the Onimo. You, they have no real like identification to him. And here we send out black manta looking subs. Like he's really all about that branding now that he's the Fisher King. Yeah, they look yeah. fresh though. But no, I, I mean they, they they supposedly have this American signal, and that's why yeah. they're getting through. But it's like, do they have eyeballs? Can they see the fact this thing looks like, you know, yeah. well, the death and, ship? Of, and of that's where uh, I have an issue with this whole thing because at this point, Aquaman then gets Joanna Stubbs' dad, uh, you know, M- Mr. Stubbs. Mr. And, Stubbs. Uh, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Stubbs. And uh, he's going to get him. Stubbs. He's captured him. And then uh, he contacts, uh, you know, or Black Mana knows Blackjack's there, and basically they press a button and – it's a variation of my favorite thing, uh, of biting the down the box? cyanide. This yeah. is just coral grows out of them and fucking just like destroys that. Like some them. Some weird crystals them. come out yeah. of his face. Yeah. I think he even says like coral. Says coral, yeah. And yeah. Then like, yeah. Uh, oh, really? I guess I didn't notice. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's coral. crazy. He starts bleeding at the goddamn nose. And I'm, the thing is, the blood doesn't look right to me. Like, no. Is there something going like on mud. inside of Aquaman? It looks like mud coming out of his yeah, goddamn nose. Like so there's no something out there. There's there's like bits of rock in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. how sick it is. I, I I love it. I mean, I I love the fact that his head basically blows up. That's what I like. Yeah. Oh my know. god, it's disgusting. Too. However you get to it, 
Yeah, yeah. a nice splutch. I, I liked it. The voo voo voo. That was uh, yeah. all very yes. reminiscent of his like splutch, splutch, splutch. And then the end, thing... we get to see the aquamarines. Yeah. Well, before that, here's what I I don't understand. Uh, the government's there, and they want they want proof, and the proof would be get some of these Nemo guys. Uh, Joanna Stubbs' dad. Uh, they blow up their heads. Well, first off, you could kind of bring the bodies with them. I know that that's not going to prove a lot. Oh my God! Uh, look at the, look what the Atlanteans did to these proud no, Americans. The problem is though, yeah, you, you take the ship. He's on the ship right now. You have a wrecked ship. You take it. This is a ship that you say, look, you had U.S. signals on the ship. It is. Yeah, a, yeah. And you this see, is not it's exactly, not a, a U.S. Ship. ship. Here is the evidence. Here it is. Uh, I'm sure the ship itself has some other things that would tie it to I mean, Nemo as well. Is, all you have to do is introduce reason. I would think reasonable doubt, and to at least put a pause in the on a like, war. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let let let's okay. You know, let, let's assess what's going on. Obviously, there's more to this than meets the eye. You yeah. know, and then they would talk it out and. Well, they Probably would go. They'd say, I mean, right but, away, the reasonable doubt would be, hey, look, you had this, uh, this ship that had U.S. signatures, whatever, you know, the kid, whatever the hell that really means. And yeah, you don't... know that this is not part of your fleet. So right there, look, look what's happening. You have a guy. Yes. He, his head is blown up. Look at the fucking medals he has on his, on his fucking coat and stuff. They could at least track or use things and find out who they, hey, it's the Stubbs guy. This guy was a guy who left the Royal Knight. Who knows his background, right. but it would lead to something. Like you said, it would be reasonable doubt. But Aquaman pretty much is like, up oh, their head's blown up. Okay. I'm out of here. That didn't well, work. The thing is though, because we jump right back to the government stuff at the white house of superman trying to negotiate his way through and not working out but we might actually do this in the next uh yeah, issue I don't, or I don't the further think, i don't but, think, uh, think is, they're already sending the that. aquamarines out to assassinate arthur yeah, so it's kind yeah. of like you know too little too late kind of situation it's a done deal I mean, he fucking brought wonder woman flash and batman with him for god's sake you yeah, know i mean yeah. you think they would give it a little more batman. credence here yeah, really. Anyway, you know, but I, I think it's. I mean, I want to see the Aquamarines. I want to see this phase two. Damn right, I want to see that transformation. I want to see. Is do they get all like sharks? Shark, street yeah. sharks. Yeah, I'm hoping it's like that. That'd be so great. That, but uh, when they when when these guys had the back just back that for the last thing when he calls and and calls them there and uh, says well, Aquaman basically says no, nope, uh, we couldn't capture anybody. They killed themselves rather than be taken. It seems like a done deal. Like oh shit, we didn't do it. Because uh, he doesn't say, hey, you know, Aquaman just told me to hold off because he's got this evidence. I think that that's just going to be overlooked and they're going to have awesome. a fight with the Aquamarines. Yep. <sighs> yes. It had to happen. Beakhead. Beakhead is a go. <laughs> I wonder Beakhead. if it's Tomar. Tomar Tui is what Yeah, Tomar Tui. Beakhead. Yeah, Tomar Ray's going to come back from the dead. Oh, oh yeah. Old, good old original Beakhead. That's oh, yeah, right. yeah. And I don't, if I was you and I was this, this covert, you know, SEAL Team 6 Aquamarines type deal, uh, would you, at this name? point where you've already shown, would you have reverted back to being just standard human? At the, I would have stayed as a shark person. I'm a very vain fellow, so I think I would you revert would, back. I mean, they're just hanging out. They, they know they're going to be called soon. I, I just, they've already exposed, you know, they showed everybody their kick-ass look of, of the aquamarine fucking shark I mean, would guy. Would you be able to use a bathroom normally? That would be I my yeah, criteria. I don't know. If I, I don't if know I what's going on. Would you be able to walk through a door properly? I think uh, you could. I mean, they looked okay. They didn't oh, that look was only crazy. phase one. I'm talking yeah, about like phase two. No, I'm beyond. saying phase one. I, why Why have to go through that phase one again? Just stay in phase one I don't one want to now. bite my tongue. I guess not. I don't know. I'd, yeah. I'd probably, if I was phase one, I'd be wearing my hat like a shark's fin. 
is what I'd be doing right now, and I'd be very happy with myself. I don't oh, know. There, there really isn't that much. At this point, the U.S. government is going to look at this. I going around and saying, hey, hey, yeah. street sharks. Hey. Yeah, but the U.S. government is going to take a look at this evidence, street but they don't sharks. seem to want to uh, want to have anything to do with it. Oh, and the Aquamarines are going to be like two out. seconds, and then yeah. he shows off the Aquamarines. The Aquamarines are going to go out, and they're going to fight. Head. I would guess in my mind, uh, in my theory uh, mind, would be that at one point Aquaman will have to join with the Aquamarines because they'll be attacked by Nemo. And, of course, that'll be like, again, you fought me, but why did you help me? It'll be one of those where I Aquaman can leave him up and join. I think figure into this, and she's, I, I think it's she possible better. that she, she may be the one to be... You know, create the link that she can prove that her dad was part yeah, of Nemo and that Nemo exists. Yeah. It'll be some something like this, oh, and it'll be very see. touching because her dad is dead. Her dad's dead. Her dad had coral yep. in his fucking head. Oh, yes. My daddy too. I like the art though. And, <laughs> it's, uh, is that what your mom told you? That's uh, how he died. Coral. He was a secret agent. They grew coral out of his head because yeah, he, he grew, knew too much. Grew coral I got a out of his call. head. I don't know. I, he, was, he was saving the world. Yeah, he was a hero, yeah. Reggie. Saving the world one wine cooler at a time. <laughs> that guy was doing it. Uh, was what did you give it, Reggie? Drinks. Yeah, well, really. you know, even though even though we bagged on a lot of it, and you know, a lot of it I thought was a little hokey. Not a bad issue, though. It really wasn't a bad issue. I, no. I really had a lot of fun. The, the scene that we didn't, we kind of there wasn't much to say about it, uh, but where, you know, what uh, Commander Stubbs blows up a lot of Atlantis was just a great looking bunch of blow ups, and well, you know. This- the thing is, people running about... and shit falling. It was, it was, it was cool as hell. And I liked, you know, pretty much the, you know, Dad Abnett doesn't write the best Justice League, no. but he writes a damn capable That's Justice okay League. One. Uh, the a... dialogue doesn't seem like ridiculous. Like he's insulting. a capable writer. That's he what really he is. is. Yeah. And and I feel like this was just a real solid issue. And in the way this series has been going, this is exactly another high paced, high action. That's very high for the most part, with it's, a little it's a bit quick of quick read. It is, you know, and, and, and it's because most of it is taken up with this big, you know, these big yeah. bombastic explosion yep. scenes. Yeah. Some good intrigue, a little bit of development. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Ooh, I really had a good time with it. That is higher than I thought you were going to go, my yeah. friend. I love the art. I thought the art was great. And I'm with you. I, I think that a way to explain Dan Abnett is that he's solid. He doesn't, yeah. you know, he's... He's good enough to not Solid piss you seven, off, and now you know, it's right down. Yeah, because actually, for that, I'd go a little bit higher, but I'd go a seven-five. Uh, this issue, not a lot happens, and but I liked it. I I did have enough fun with it, and yeah. it just you said it. It's it's a solid issue. There's nothing wrong with it, but nothing really wowed me either. It's kind of how the same kind of shit we yeah, had, and still, the, but it was the whole more entertaining run, than usual. The whole run to me is a seven seven five, and it has not really gone you know that far from that throughout. But that's that's good. It's not pissing me off. Oh sure. When when we have your books, this is the one we always do first when it comes up this week. And it usually is the one that I get through quick, and yeah. I like. I always enjoy no fuss, it enough. No fuss, no fuss. Since, yeah, yeah. since, since that first arc that really I gave that, you know, I gave that seventh issue of Fuck yeah. You Five. I was yeah, so yeah, pissed yeah. off at the way it ended. But well, it just since then, the, the pacing and... of you know the whole from issue to issue and within the issues has been fairly good overall. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is not a per- this is not a perfect series, but it's a dependable no. series. And, and I think at the end of the day, I'd rather have one than that than one that goes through yeah. peaks and valleys that peaks are really disappointing. I'm with you. you know? I, I like that. And the one thing, too, is if you are reading all the books, this is one of the books that you kind of have to 
kind of put the idea of the the just like the Justice League show up in here. You just have to go with it. You can't sit yeah, there and think, yeah. oh, they're supposed to be here. They're because this seems to be the book that's way off on all of that. It's just dealing with its own deal here and well, whatnot. Luckily, but I, I like it. Shit about and I yeah, Justice and I League like the can. Justice League being here. That <laughs> so, finally we have a book. Yeah, well, we have a book that shit's going down, and the Justice League actually seems to care and shows up. We have these other yeah. books where they don't show up, yeah, and it, it always sense. seems worse. Yeah, it's worse that other way. Well, what would like you give a it certain, a certain book I might be talking about later, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, too, uh, what, Reggie, when you are talking about things we didn't talk about, like when uh, Commander Stubbs went in and shot that railgun at the Elanian friggin' warship, uh, and I'm like, we go back to what we talked about, I think it was last issue, where that ship is decimated by... What's the real problem, though? It fills up with water, and then what? Yeah. They're fine. Yeah, really. Yeah. Why, why, what, are they drowning in there? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, weird. Like Atlantis. They're, they're going to blow up Atlantis and now they... these work, you know? But um, no, it's, it's, a decent, it's a decent enough issue. Like, pretty much everything you guys just said, I'd give it a 7.5. Yeah, yeah. That's what I give it. Uh, we're going to move on to Reggie's next book, which I uh, think that Eric surprisingly liked a lot. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I don't that's know. That's a lot. I'm just making that up. Oh, <laughs> I don't okay. know. It is uh, Harley Quinn number ten, written by Jimmy Palmiotti and Anna, uh, uh, Anna Amanda Connor, <laughs> art by Moritat, Joseph Michael Linsner, Brett Blevins, Inaki Miranda. Hi-fi. Oh, inventory drawer! Oh, inventory drawer! You are so stuffed and gnarly. Oh, inventory drawer! Oh, inventory drawer! Pages full of unprinted Harley. <laughs> they were all done for the script was pitched, and now DC has paid for it. Oh, inventory drawer, oh, inventory drawer, we'll clean you before charging $3.99. You didn't like this, Reggie? I, I, I did see Oh, really? It was okay. It, it was Honestly, okay. I'm telling you, I went into this because I forgot that we're getting this kind of like interlude to where we were in the story a bit. And uh, it really feels like, like, all right, Jimmy Pomiotti and Amanda Connor, they got their Harley holiday special done. They're like, no, no, DC, out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's we're going to do I a rebirth too, yeah. thing this time. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we did this. Yeah. Now, I actually because, think they oh, were we mad. oversaturated the Harley holiday I just stuff, think so they were mad because place. in that, in that, uh, the interludes of the Harley of the holiday special, it wasn't them. So nope. I think they're pissed, and they're like, yeah, they got their own, you. They got their own holiday special. It yeah. happens to fall in their issues. What, something that pisses me off as someone that reads, you know, and you guys read them all too, is this is now six issues that we've, you know, been waiting for this yeah. Joker oh, yeah, meetup, you know what I mean? And and this one, they barely even, I guess they sort of get to it with the, uh, you know, everything is sort of Joker-related inside Santa's dream <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah. Uh, also, bullshit. every issue... <laughs> Every issue it had, now has this, and I think you mentioned that's it last what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, this dream sequence or yep. this hallucination, something like this happens, and it's like, you know, I, I I do like the creativity, but it's just becoming an excuse to like just do anything. You could have yeah. Harley; she could be 50 feet tall, she could be small as an ant, whatever it is, you know. Yeah, so. this has like fantastic journey deals. She, she's shrinking down to go into Santa Dude, Claus. As soon as I saw that, I got happy though. Oh my God, we're doing a fantastic journey. This is going to be amazing. And then yeah. it's, we don't quite go that route because no. it becomes like you go into the mind of Santa, the, like the imagination, like the id of Santa Claus. And that's so it's completely well, she different. She did but shrink down and she wasn't the, supposed to be able to unshrink. And I don't know, you know, the whole thing. And at but, one point, but you, you knew have, from the get go that it was all a dream. As soon as she got knocked out, like, and yeah. the things started getting wacky, I'm like, okay, yeah. it's a dream story. And I could dig this enough. It's, it's Harley. I, I can't get mad at Harley 
all that much from whatever they give me because it's out of continuity Harley book. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I, I do like the fact they use, and this is common also with a lot of their books, they use so many different artists to give all these, yeah. you know, give everything a different look, give everyone a different chance. I don't love every bit of art in it, but I like yeah, the fact okay. that they, they do that, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm telling you, some, like, th- some of the art is way better than the others, but I didn't mind any of the art we got in this yeah, book for what it was. Now, there's there's one panel, and I don't know which the artist was. It's when she's running through the trees. She becomes a very big-boned Harley. At, at one panel, especially, I think Toby was probably salivating. He likes that kind of thing. <laughs> she's running through, and she's like, time to um, uncover me some ungulates or whatever. Uh, oh, she is big. She's a big girl. You know yeah. what I'm see what I'm saying? She's I, I don't know which way Holy moly. She's got some big legs. Holy crap, she's big. But uh they're going and Has yeah, they really, have dual legs that we were talking they about. They might be. They'll fucking strangle you. They'll take you for a ride. Uh but yeah, really not much happens. The one thing that threw me off is when Harley gives the finger. Uh, this book Oh my I, god, that really threw me and, off. And I know that it skirts the issue a lot of ways, but they are actually to me, uh Pamiana and Connor have remained almost like a little more clever than that and almost like they have fun trying to get to that point and not yeah. actually going over it. Not it's fun line, yeah. it's fun to get to the line and tow it a little, but you know and that really threw me off. And it's not yes, like well. I'm a prude or anything. It just was like, Jesus Christ, I actually this is now reminding me the book now becomes what me and Eric used to pretend we were going to play at work. What does Eric have to do to get fired? And we'd have, and really to me, <laughs> maybe that's what they're, they're doing. Maybe yeah, this they're is a pushing it to the so much. Or something. Yeah, that's what it you seems have, like. You didn't they're... have to fan yourself with your hand after you read it. You weren't just like, oh, 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 oh my goodness. And the Christmas special, jeez. <laughs> oh my goodness, this isn't my holiday special. Think of the children. What is she pointing at? day of all days. First <laughs> off, I see Santa's man boobs, and now the middle finger. What is this world coming to? Yeah. No, it just, it just seems weird. This girl loves Santa. <laughs> they, they're frolicking on the beach. Oh my goodness, they're in bikinis. Ay, ay, ay. But it, it it just seemed weird. It just seemed weird in a book uh, like this. Out of all the weird shit that we had in this book, her giving the fucking like the uh, the Krampus Joker esque kind of character within Santa's mind the finger. I'm like that is way over the top for me for some reason. Yeah, I'm like, weird. I don't think I like that. Maybe <laughs> I am a prude. I, I don't know. I am too. Yeah, there you go. I mean, there's, there's an there's an implication that Santa beat all of his elves to death. You know, well, they, that uh, was Krampus. Not only oh, that, so. but actually, you want to go full in the in Harley, and this is would be Harley's dream, right? She's a yeah. cutter. She likes to be cut. She oh, likes. Yeah. She there, says she enjoys it. That's a little odd too, but I don't even it, mind it was, that. There, there was a couple of things in there that I had to admit were sort of weird psychological examinations yeah. of Harley's, like I don't know, inner mind or sight or fetish or something. But yeah, yeah, this whole fight where she just gets sliced all over her body and blood is going everywhere. It's really bizarre. And, and she says, "What do you, you don't think I'm enjoying this?" And she's laughing it up, and she's just yeah. loving it. But still, that finger. I don't know. I don't, not on my watch. This sort yeah. of thing should not be allowed. I am going to protest now. But yeah, really, well, there's Hashtag not much going. to this. You have, uh, you, like Eric said, you have Krampus, you have fucking, you know, uh, is it like you Jack have a Frost? Bunch of elves beating a death yeah. with a baseball bat? Yeah. She's trying and, to save Santa from being, you know, crazy or whatever. Yeah. By Santa going was sodomized with a candy cane? Yeah. yeah. His brain was, uh, is full of different Santa worlds <laughs> she can go to, each yeah. one drawn by someone Santa else. Santa wants to bang some young broads? Yeah, really, and I think Harley wants to. Harley's in. Harley wants in with that Santa, but uh, 
I don't know. I, I guess we can't say our normal thing, Reggie, because you didn't really enjoy this. I guess we can't really say that if you enjoy Harley, you'll enjoy this. Well, you yeah, gotta that's get, our go-to you gotta, phrase. I don't know what to say don't now. You, don't, even, don't even touch the book unless you enjoy you know, Harley already. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost... It's so weird. I, I really would love to know a brand new reader to Harley just picking it up, like say with this issue. What the hell do you? What are you thinking when yeah. you see this? Like a fucking crazy book. Well, this is. We even have. I think it was. Cuts. I like it because it's over sexualized. I, I think. I think at one point, Dancing Mike's wife wanted to get the Harley book. I may be mistaken. Uh, somebody's wife, though, I swear it was Dancing Mike, like they went and saw Suicide Squad. And then she's like, yeah, I'll jump into these funny page, funny books that you do. Uh, <laughs> I'd like Harley. I like this. And even he's like, oh, I don't know if she's going to like this. This is not well, she Suicide wanted to Squad. She like Harley. looking at cartoon boobs and butts because that's what yeah, you get. Exactly. Yeah, that's what you get. It's, yeah. I, I don't know. what To me, but Harley's that, become... I'll, I'll tell you, so, so with this issue... I really felt like a lot of it was an inventory issue, or maybe yeah. you know, maybe it was put together. But it's, it really seems just sort of like a little jam session of all of Palmiotti and Connor's friends, and yeah. they all put in some pretty good yeah. work. Uh, I still gave it a six out of ten, which I don't think is like a hard. You know, this it's is weird. I thought you went lower. I actually thought yeah. you went lower on this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I I like the art. I I actually there's not a lot in this that I would say doesn't look good, and it's it's weird. This book. There's the books that you say are better to trade weight. It hardly seems to be a book for me now that, yeah, I'll check in like every three months and, and yeah. you don't miss anything and you get Why the jokes. Why would you trade and weight you... a book like this? I mean, no, you know, there's you like barely any, especially now in the last six issues, there's been one three issue arc and then there's been yeah, no. these three yeah, solo Yeah, that's what I'm issues, saying. You know? like, uh, what I'm saying issues. is you buy every three issues and you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, you pretty much kind of, will be fine. Or if you find out there's an arc, if, like you said, when we're when we do eventually get to this Joker arc, and you want to get involved, then then get those four issues because yeah. they are kind of those mini sports. arcs, maybe three, and then kind of lay low a little and get another issue in the next two months later or something, and you're not going to miss much. You're never going to miss anything in this book that is going to throw you off going down the line. I mean, that's, you that's could, what, that's that's the caveat. I mean, you know, knowing knowing. Uh, you know, Palmiotti and Connor, they will use the most stupid shit we just saw in this book. Oh, you know, yeah. there will be like, I don't know, Joker elves later on down the yeah, line. Yeah, something but, stupid. Uh, but really. But there'll be it, nothing that you needed to read this to understand. No. I well, just not. think, yeah, just think, uh, Reggie, when you first took this over for review back in the New 52, you read yeah. two issues and then stopped and then mm -hmm. picked up this issue. Uh, it's the opposite of you Maybe saying, I wonder what, you'd, you'd be right in. You would have no problem whatsoever. And in fact, you'd just be like, huh? It's Christmas and it's a dream sequence. Here we go. And, and yep. you'd be done. It would be fine. So if you have a couple extra bucks and, and you haven't read Harley in a while, you can pick it up and you, you're at least guaranteed that it's going to look good for the most and part. And if you missed, if you missed your Harley special, because the rebirth special, like, you know, like you guys said, it wasn't really very as Harley heavy as you might have expected no. it to be. Here, here it is, folks. It's yeah. Right oh, yeah. Here yeah. For three yeah. thin dollars. Yeah, really. Uh, I would, oh, I didn't give a score yet today. Nope. I'd probably give it a six, six, five, maybe, because I like the art, but nothing higher than that. But that's, again, me and Eric were talking about it. I forget what book we said earlier, that that's not a negative six, five from me. No. That's, it's positive enough. This is, if you like it and you want to get a Christmas story, have a little Harley, fine. It's not going to piss you off. It's just kind of more of the same. I, I don't yeah. know. And that's, one of the, the you know things that Reggie you you even said that's what you're kind of getting sick of 
is more of the same. You want to get this yeah. new arc going. So, yeah, it'd be nice to get it going. But That's why uh, I initially hated the New 52 Harley as well. And yeah. I gave it to you and you gave it to Reggie. Or I gave it to Reggie. I don't even remember anymore. No, but... you gave it to me and then I gave it to Reggie. Yeah, I got it from Jim. Reggie pried because... it from my cold dead hand. <laughs> but, but remember, like... I, I wouldn't take the other books at first, too. I was like, just Harley quit. I won't yeah, know yeah. them little yeah. by little. I actually, I, you know what it was? Because Jimmy Palmiotti was calling me out on Twitter for my yeah, scores. Yeah, that's actually what it was. Yeah, and I, I think like, that if, if truth be told, I, Reggie, I think you asked me like, "Hey, Harley Power Girl. I'll take Harley," and I think I actually said, "No, no, no, I, I'm gonna do it." Because, and then the next issue, I gave it that same score, and then I said to you, "Fuck it, you take it." And then your first <laughs> book, your first, you gave it the same score. It was what was yeah, it like uh, a four or five or something crazy? Something like it was like a four. Was, yeah, they were because it was that stupid fucking story. But uh, yeah. what would you give it her? I'm telling you, I am not a huge fan of this series. I pretty much would just read it for the podcast, though. But I had fun reading this issue because I took it just as a holiday special kind of, you know, yeah. filler issue. And it doesn't mean anything. I actually liked the jokes. I liked the art. And I had a good time reading it. And I liked seeing Santa Claus being abused throughout. Yeah, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Holy that's, my standard, that's my standard, like, uh, score for a Harley book, pretty much. You know what you're going to get going in. And yeah. It, I can't expect anything less. Seriously. I like the art in every issue. It's going to be a quality book, you know. Like yeah, I've yeah. always said, you're not going to pay your three bucks and feel ripped off by it. No. It's, it's, it's never so bad that you're like, "What? I'll get the, you know, you're getting mad at it." Yeah. It just sort yeah. of is what it's, it does. I'm what telling it's you, that's do. how Aquaman has kind of been, except that one except issue, like you said, you got pissed. Yeah. But uh, Reggie, do you think, uh, in general, that this may be the first time that Eric has had a higher score than both me and you? We this usually, might be it, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's no, I had a crazy. higher score, I think. Didn't I have a higher score in How Jordan the Green Lantern Corps last week? I'm telling you, though, you usually don't. You may have, but usually you don't go higher than both of us. Usually, like, Reggie's at one spot, and then I'm at the other, and you're either with me or in between, but that is odd. Maybe you did. But uh, actually, Reggie liked How Jordan last week, so I think you guys were probably around tied then. I think probably. we worked tied for that. I didn't Jim like was that half nice. a point lower or something, or yeah, a I point like lower. It, but, uh, as I'm saying, like... this is not a bad book, though. I'm telling you, no. it's, it's so out of continuity. It doesn't matter to anything else. There's nothing that, that you get out of this book or any Harley book in general that you can get angry about because it's not fucking with continuity. The story is self-contained, and it actually fits itself pretty well. But what and if that's... everything in the DCU is all Harley Quinn's dream? That you shut your be. mouth. This ain't no cell. Well, she's got elsewhere. a snow globe. On the fingernail of a giant Harley. Yeah. Yeah. Saint Elseworld. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, Reggie, the last book that we're going to talk in full, uh, I didn't like. It's not good. I'm this done with this good. book. Seriously. It's so bad. Well, but... Two more issues, folks. Yeah, we're just going to hang in. We're, I we're had such high hopes. I, I didn't. What happened? This right issue, again, they say. Issue, I mean, I mean a if anyone, character. If anyone wants to know if they can miss some issues of this of this series, you can miss this one. It was, it was the most pointless shit. You can miss the shit. entire fucking series. It's good. And this I, is, um, it is Raven we're talking about. I don't know the... It's so Raven. Have you used that as a tagline yet in this? I have not. I think that's God too obvious. God damn I've... you! You gotta Only jump. That is. Guys. That's no a way. fucking home run. Please, no. That's 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 that's. That's a step up to the plate. It's a gimme. You're... I'm not. I'm not doing that's that. That's a gimme. You're not. That. You're not in with gimmies. Weird science is. Well, you hold ourselves to a much higher sta- standard around what there. What the you fuck know that. are you on? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm telling you, there was a point where fucking me and Bush Eric league, Jim. Named, name like the five most common like action like even like uh, will do you want to play a game? 
I think that me and Eric have both used that five times on this site. I'm this telling time you, it's that, personal. That, yeah, this time it's personal. There is one that I wish I could remember that me and Eric each called each other out on because we each had used it like six times. Oh, man. I oh, used the, the uh, theme song to Welcome Back Cotter twice no, now. I know good. a couple of times. I've gone back. Got to go back man, in the well sometimes. I have works. the Trinity book. I should be using all three's company references. I, I have. Uh, I yeah, I think when I was reviewing Forever Evil, each one was shit just got real. Yeah. Shit just got more That's what real. It was. Shit just got I think that we both had that shit just got real. Shit just oh, got Jesus. stupid real. Just <laughs> shit just got crazy shit real. Shit continues to get real. Yeah, true. So, Shit's uh, real real. The uh, <laughs> the one the wonderful comic we're talking about right now is Raven number four, written by Marv Wolfman, art by Allison Borges, Diogenes Nevis. Roy, Jose, and Blonde. We wish this had been three issues. What? We wish this had been three issues. We wish this had been three issues. We wish this had been three issues with a cyborg backup to San Francisco. We bring Raven doing nothing. We wish this had been three issues or a short OGN. And maybe with Beast Boy. And maybe two issues. Absolutely no Beast Boy. I didn't want any. I didn't want any issues. See what it is. didn't like it after really... one issue. He didn't like it after one issue. And he was right again because he doesn't she like strong female. female characters. Well, I mean, if you just, if you, if you come out saying you hate every book, you're pretty much, it's going to, you know, end up in your favor overall. Here's the thing. Don't give out my secret. <laughs> Eric doesn't like He's Asian characters. Angry. Eric doesn't like Asian characters. He doesn't like Asian characters. Oh well, for Ryan Choi. There you go. He's gonna be doing the Adam. It's that Adam book is fucked. Eric is gonna go Ryan right Choi. away. What's that? He's no I like Ryan Choi. He's no Ray Palmer, you know, his white okay. counterpart, but it's no. all right. Eric doesn't like Asian characters. What? <laughs> Yeah, he'll be, he'll be furious. Ah, uh, yes. Reggie doesn't like normal I, books. Honestly, he, what, what, he only likes crazy books. I only like psychedelic books. I only <laughs> like psychedelic books. Uh, I'm telling you, we're going off on this nonsense here, which is going against the resolution. And as you guys is. are singing these songs here, I'm saying, how are we going to talk about this book? We're not. That's why I'm singing songs. I don't oh, want to talk about this God. book. I, I, I could, I could tell you what happens. This, this book, book in, like, is a pile sentences. of dung heap. It really, uh, he, it really mm. sucks. The stupid white carnival ever expands downtown. Raven's in the hospital. She has to go through some internal soul-searching shit and using the power of her bubbly new friend, Ant. I'll tell you. She's able to come back. Ant becomes like the greatest friend she's ever had. She's known her for like two fucking days. Why is it not Tim Drake? Ant the least out of all of those new friends that she barely knows anyone. She met her the second day. She met everybody else the first day. (laughs) Best friends they were. But but they're best friends. So Ant drags her back from the break. Ant comes out, to her from, as a soul, a spirit inside of her mind. She tracks down the terrorists who turn out not even be related to this. That whole storyline was fucking pointless. I knew that shit. was gonna happen. I kind of did too, and it annoys the shit out of me. Like so, this whole issue is a placeholder so that Raven can just you know show not off get into the goddamn Ravens. white carnival. And then and then and then she goes. Looks like she's gonna get dragged to the White Carnival. And it's, again, it's like too soon, not yet. Oh fuck! That's you, the worst. Man. I'm like, telling you, she goes. She goes to these terrorists that are demanding five, like what, five million dollars? Five billion dollars. Billion dude. dollars. That's okay. something to any terrorist. Hey, Dr. Will, Evil, want to hold a city hostage. You got to mitigate it. I mean, they they have the money. 
Go but big or go home, Reggie. That's what I said. Stuff. It's about to put together five billion dollars. But the thing is, the whole issue, like the whole Keep series, the lights at this point, on. It's all about trying to get inside this fucking white energy that has this goddamn carnival of yeah. souls inside of it. And Raven figures out that these fucking guys are taking claim for it, so she goes and finds them, and then realizes they're just trying to get the money. They're not actually behind this, so it's nothing. Then she decides to have herself a nice little stroll throughout town and then goes to the high school where everybody is just all of a sudden floated up into the air and pulled towards this thing, but yeah. Raven can't get in still. I'm like, what is going on in this fucking so, book? And it's just Terrible. two more issues. So the next issue that she gets into the white carnival and the sixth issue, she whatever does she does. The Trigon she'll, eats it, she blows it up. And, and then you've got the Trigon Soul Self, which doesn't even make sense to me. Why is it a Trigon Soul Self when we see it that be this bird thing every goddamn yeah, time? So- Mad. She's getting mad. She's the anger is taking over, not her healing self. It's not saying though. It, it is the soul self. It's this darkness that wants to like be, you know, its own thing. It has to kill Raven, become freaking, you know, uh, walk the earth itself, and then she overcomes this with the idea, the spirit of her friend Aunt, who she's known. If you for want me day. to explain, if you want me to explain, you know, the whole soul self shit, you're on your own. I, I never really understood what the no, hell that. No, Sometimes I'm telling you, it's it's, it's, it's like the speed force is what it is. It does whatever you want it to do. It's a MacGuffin, you know, it doesn't, yeah. it's really nothing, you know, but, uh, whatever, you know, but even, that's the thing, even, honestly, even Reggie, I th- the rules of what it could be, it's still fucking stupid as shit. She gets angry. So Trigon starts to take over. Like, you know, the, the world would be over. That's it. it fucking, yeah. you know, I get, I get angry enough to summon Trigon about 16 times a day. That's it. Yeah, I, the world would be done before 6 a.m. if I, I had Trigon. Enough about just that. me having to get up in the morning, Trigon. They'd, they'd be done. What did I write the other day to you, Jim? Uh, Fuck, they, just Lucifer? That's the it. Shit, that was the the shit that you write me in the morning, Reggie, I'll tell you, it doesn't inspire me to get ready for the fucking what work day. What are you talking day. about? That, both of us, we're both right. about to kill each other, not each other. We, we're both about to have a, a you know, a fucking murder-suicide with both of us. They, right, they're going like, to... I'm jealous. A gay murder, a gay suicide pact between the two of us or something, because, yeah, you write... He loved his dead gay friends. Yes. You'll just write to me like, oh, my God, I want to open a vein, and then I'll say, please me first. It's yeah, just exactly. everything is miserable because it is. Life's miserable. Get used to it, Raven. Especially yeah. that early in the morning, you know. But, That's uh, the worst. This, this comic is, is is basically a piece of junk. Yeah, it really is I'm not going to even join in with your talk. Believe I, I, me. Reggie, I really yeah. thought we were going to get what we wanted when we first started reading this book where she was taking on her soul self in this fucking mystical realm of the mind. And I thought she was going to be able to disconnect with it to like, you know, so we'd get rid of that bird persona she puts on when she that's gets exactly. all powered up. And that's what we that both shit. thought that was going to be the, the tangible result of this. But I thought yeah. it was going to be like a little bit of like character soul searching, like you say. And, and to be honest, I thought it was going to kind of follow a little bit more of a Doctor Strange magic type of book. Yeah, me as well. Yeah. Where we're not getting any or even whatever you want to you know, Justice League Dark. You know, visible magic, visible casting of spells and magic shit happening. And we're not getting any of that. That whole. Oh. That whole world that she was in, that, that whatever underworld where Trigon was menacing her while she was having that seizure, yeah. that art, that art sucked. I mean, it just looked like, it looked like amateur. Yeah, it, was. it was terrible. Uh, it was, it was bad. And it's, it's but too it bad. It doesn't make any sense to me because she just gets inspiration from this person she's known from a day and then conquers the soul self and puts it back inside her and then wakes up from her coma or whatever the fuck she was in and yeah. then goes back to it. I'm like, what was the point of all this? And like, I don't even have an idea. We're fucking four issues in. Why is the soul self being disconnected? We have no idea of anything going on. We don't know what the fucking white carnival is. We don't no. know why the soul self this is being This issue, we learned nothing. This issue, nothing changed the at only, all. The only thing the, we the learned only for sure in my mind. The terrorist thing raised up in the last issue. 
Yeah. Got taken care of in this issue. Right. Just Two things that in my oh. mind. The terrorist thing's taken care of, and we find out for certain that it seems like her aunt and uncle are actually good people. Well. We I don't have any subplot going I on called there. It. We don't, we don't, I know what you mean. It's not like we, we, we thought they might have a secret yeah. nefarious, yeah. you know. No, I, I'm uh, telling they're on you. They're the opposite when, end of the spectrum where they're like like holy rollers yeah, to yeah. the point where they're using white magic or whatever. Well, yeah. when, when this whole thing started, I'm telling you right away, I I didn't think it was going to amount to anything, mainly because Marv Wolfman is done. I know that, you know, you've met and talked to the man, Reggie. you sure. got to go, gotta go stop him. It doesn't mean he's, he's a done. good writer. You know no, I mean? the time, I, I know. I'm saying the time has passed hey, him by. 30 years ago, he's a good writer. And, and yeah, the thing about it is, I, people I, might I was say, good at a lot of things 30 years ago oh, myself. Yeah, so was I. I. <laughs> so was I. You were getting I was learning to wipe my butt. I was getting, I was getting, that was prime Q time. Uh, the the thing is though is Are you good at that, Eric? a lot of yep. a no, lot of people I, I, would I, my arms are a little short couldn't really reach all the way around. Uh, yeah. uh, now a lot of people would sit there and uh, oh you know Marv Wolfman the creator and and this and that the time has gone by and yes I don't have a a lot of pedigree with with uh, Marv Wolfman but what I did read was that Cyborg a oh, piece terrible. of crap that he finished the New Fifty Two Cyborg yeah. with and that was awful and this is very similar. Where Believe me, if it's is good, going it's good. On. And if it sucks, it sucks. Yeah, and, you it, know, it's I, not Eric good. and I both went into this with, I think, a positive attitude that you probably would have, like we probably would have, you know, given Marv Wolfman a little bit of yeah. a pass, say with dialogue or something, if it had been a little bit if of a better story. Was going but on. This, this is just a piece of shit completely. Well, here's, I really, here's really, the I thing. Hated it. Like, uh, you say this, we have this, and then we had Neil Adams coming as Superman. Bat shit crazy book, oh, yeah. but it was fun. It, it kind of had some time. weird shit, and he went with every it. Issue, you know, it just made us laugh talking about it. It made us laugh, and, and he went full out with it. Uh, this yeah. is, I don't know what Marvel Woman, like, he's going to write these six issues, and I, is it that, that his, the timing, uh, you know, he's an older fella now, and yeah. that, that's something that he can't get a grip on his sick, because the pacing of these issues is horrendous. Uh, yeah. You you don't have any story. I mean, I'm getting that at the Pacing end of, of these the individual six issues. issues, end of the whole. Yeah, end of the whole. At the end, you're just going to be left with nothing. That you're going to be like, oh well, she went to this white carnival and then stomped it, and there you go. There, it's just there's nothing going on here. I know I've yeah. I've seen some people in the Get Fresh crew. Doo, doo, they said that uh, they like it, <laughs> and a lot of people are poop poop, and that a lot of people actually have said, oh, I enjoy, it, and I I don't know how. I really don't. I there's nothing. There's a here. comic for everybody out there, Jim. I guess. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Somebody but, told uh, me there's no I, bad I, stories, I, just bad writers. This fucking ass right. told me that one. I think this is a piece of junk, especially when there is a, a more much more promising Teen Titans book yeah. in the world. You know what I mean? Like you know, if you if you're missing your Raven, she's she's already out there doing her thing. Yeah, so. and even this could kind of help that. Like you said, it could. That's it what we thought dealt this was going to lead into that. We yeah, thought this was some sort of a rehabilitation of Raven's character because yeah. her character sucked all throughout the new fifty. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but and Jim, Jim, that, that asshole told you that you misquoted him. He said, "There's no bad characters, just bad writers." Oh, is that what that asshole said? I, I yeah. rarely listen to that guy. He's got what fucking broken that? glasses. Fucking Eric Shea. He talks. Uh, well, I can remember we were on break. And I was saying something like, boy, that character is a piece of shit. No, 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 my friend. No. And then he, he fucking stretched out, listen, here, I have <laughs> been reading comics most of my life. And what, yeah, I, have seen, I, a boy. Yeah. what I have seen in my uh, travels amongst the comic book racks, you know, of my long boxes, is that there are no bad characters, just bad writers. And then sat down. 
Had to me, had suspenders too. He's fucking stretching the suspenders. <laughs> fucking telling me. I remember he, he used to just say shit, and I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about because I barely read a comic at that point. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Pass the fucking, you know, I don't know what would we be eating at uh, <laughs> pretzels? Pretzels, maybe. Yeah. Little Pass cheeses. The six man. foot hero. Yeah, really, six foot hero. My kids wanted to buy an eight foot hero the other day That's at Walmart. Spinach and cheese yeah, they wanted an to eight foot it. hero. That's yep. ridiculous. Yeah, they wanted no, to get it. It was like forty eight dollars, and they six wanted to get it maximum forty eight feet max. <laughs> that that is another rule. Now we're not allowed that nonsense, and I can't go no, over in your, six in feet. In your house, now. though, an eight foot hero probably would last like thirty minutes. Yeah, it wouldn't last. Uh, it would be ridiculous. Yeah. These so I kids, guess that makes sense. They don't stop eating these kids. We're up to seven gallons of milk a week now. Well, that's it's, why it's, I need you know, a Patreon. You, your seven wife, gallons of your milk. Kids, and they got three mice to feed. Yeah, really. That's what we do. <laughs> we got to do that as well. No, that's just from them throwing shit at. They don't uh, get the concept of trash cans. It's just you throw it on the floor. The but you have, you have one of, one of your one of your rooms in the house is like that theater, and Eric's it old. It's like the theater. You just throw the trash <laughs> in the middle throw room. Garbage in this room. Probably the <laughs> trash fucking theater. theater. It's fucking nonsense. Eric Eric had this idea that nobody in town knew about this. It was the, one of the biggest things in town. My mom actually told people. me about it, I think. Fucking trash there. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what did you give this, Reggie? Uh, I pretty much disliked uh, virtually everything about it. I guess, you know, nuts and bolts of it. The art isn't really anything great, but it's not bad enough for me to say it's bad, you know. Yeah, uh, didn't really want to give it a fuck you five, so I gave it a five point five yeah. out of ten. Thinking yeah. back, I should have given it a four point five yeah, out of ten. I actually, uh, I I actually feel very odd even rating it, uh, just because I read it. I don't even, I can't tell you, I even know what's going on at this yeah. point because I've lost such You're interest in this, <laughs> and I didn't even have any interest to begin with. I I didn't care that like. You would think I wouldn't be as upset, though, because I really don't have any care about Raven. I, I don't care about her being rehabilitated or whatever. I just want to get this goddamn book done. Uh, but I would give it a four or five. I, I just, it's such nonsense. And luckily, it's just a six issue mini. Uh, but it's one of the wor- it's one of my least more favorite fellas. books. Yeah, it's one of my least yeah. favorite books that we actually have to deal yeah. with. It really is. What, what yep. would you give it there? I like the Agenis Nevis art on this, and I actually like, uh, was it Borgia's freaking art in the beginning? Uh, that's a cool, I, you don't really see a lot, like the, I'm trying to think of how I wanted this, cause I don't mind that whole dream stage shit, that whole like different change art style, cause I think it works for what it. we're doing with that, but I don't like the story at all. I have no idea what's going on, and it just seems like we're just wasting p- pages just trying to get to the same point we were for the past two issues. And it frustrates the shit out of me. I'd give this a four out of ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm even looking at, like you said that, when I was reading it, that I, I agree with Reggie. It, it looks amateurish. That that dream sequence. It does. Art. I have no doesn't problem even with look the changing finished. art. I think that makes perfect sense, you know. But the art really looks lame. It as looks like it's there. unfinished. It really it looks does. like a. It just looks like crap. I tried on. Just looks fucking nonsense. <laughs> It's almost like a cartoon character. Yeah, yeah, it just looks so, terrible. So, yeah, avoid that one. But yeah, before yeah. we before we wrap up on Reggie's yeah. books this week, I just wanted to talk real briefly about a book. This is the first one of these this issue I've read, and I was really pleasantly surprised. And I wanted to mention Suicide Squad: Most Wanted, El but wait, Diablo. I thought Man, Jody's. Oh, I thought that was Jody's book, Reggie. Oh, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, basically, this is two comics in one. It's four yeah. bucks. One is about El Diablo. The other one's uh, Amanda Waller. El Diablo is written by Jai Nitz, art by Cliff Richards and Hi Fi. Then I'm going to mention the Amanda Waller comic. That was far inferior. It was okay. okay. 
Uh, I gave Amanda Waller 6.5 out of 10, but El Diablo was 8 out of 10. Uh, And the reason is really, it was really an exciting thing where it was uh, El Diablo and uh, Azucar, which is like this uh, woman with a sugar skull face paint who's like a... Who's like a, a Mexican bandito kinda. And then really? Z- Zolotl, who was a, the god, the Mexican god of war and dogs, but he's actually also a white Martian. Oh, really? Was, it's also, it was really, it was really interesting. Oh, and like, just say to me. <laughs> he's got super, he's got super power. So he's like worshiped as an Aztec god, but he actually is really, he's been a white Martian all along. And, uh, so they, they, they send after them the new, a new suicide squad, different people that I've never heard of a lot of them. Uh, Bloodletter, a guy with tentacle head who looks like Jabba the Hutt's concubine. Ziz, who is like Ula. a meteor hawk girl. A Twi'lek? Uh, basically. Hula, yeah. that's her name, right? Ula. Uh, Levi Ula. With the, with the tentacle head. You know what yes. I'm talking about. Not Bib Fortuna, Ula. A Twilight? Um, get on the trolley, Reggie. A yeah, Twilight? Leviathan, who has Mara powers, uh, Behemoth, a sumo wrestler, Zumax, a guy with Beast Boy powers. But then the best part was the Mexican Justice League comes in. Justicia. Oh, really? It's El Dorado as Aztec Superman, Iman as like a Mexican rocket red, El Muerto, who's a guy with a bag on his head, who's like a leather face, sort of like murderous guy, and then Akrata, who's, I don't know what her power was. She was some lady in a full body suit. Uh, it was really interesting. It really made me want to read much more of it. I really liked the idea. I almost, I almost felt like El, uh, El Diablo could support a solo from just a little bit that I read. Oh, I might, might have gotten into it, but I, I really, I really liked the idea of these, this whole different Mexican superhero yeah, cool. world. So I recommend it for four bucks. Are we gonna get the Justice League of Ch- uh, Mexico next? I would love to see that. Yeah, I'd love to see them face off. El Gaucho on there. I'd love to see World War Three, but happen only on a superhero scale. You know, we got like the the. The uh, Squire and uh, the Batman Night, of, of yeah. England, you know what I mean? We got Night like the Squire. Batman of Japan. Yeah, Night and yeah. Squire. We were talking Bring about the Batman of Japan the other day. Sure I were. Know, I, yeah, I heard it on, I think it was on the old podcast. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and I do uh, want to correct you a little bit. Uh, Salacious Crumb, we all know, is the actual concubine of uh, Oh, God, poor Salacious Crumb. <laughs> you don't think he Salacious would... Crumb. That's, that's what he'd call a suck puppet. That's Yikes. right. Oh, that's salacious crumb. Uh, but yeah, you told me, you told me, uh, leading up to this, cause I said, you, you, as the, our little joke, you took the book over from Jody, and yeah. we've never talked about it on the podcast. As far as I'm, I think, I don't think we've ever, I, we may have talked I about the first one, possibly. Uh, and if we did, it would have been me and you, Reggie, that just read it, but I don't remember doing it. And if you had, I think it would have been the previous series before this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was, it was whatever, it was. This kind of keeps changing. It's the same series. It just keeps changing. Deadshot Boomerang? It does. It just keeps, that's what it is. Yeah, it's the same book. It was Deadshot Katana is what it was. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, even that, it just, it was fucking horrendous. It's considered, yeah, it was terrible. But this is, it's considered the same book. They just keep, uh, you know, rotating characters. But yeah, uh, I mean, uh, this is not important. This is if you're a Suicide Squad fan or not. This is not an important book. You don't need to get it. It's not going to tell you anything. I think that's you know going to show up later in the books. But I really thought you know for four bucks it was a pretty good yeah. deal. The, the the Diablo story is great. The Amanda Wall story it's all right. You know it's you, you you you've had worse, but you've had a lot better too. Yeah, oh, it's check a, it out, it's folks. A weird it was book, all right. But yeah, you I like I, I was saying. Uh, you had just reviewed it. This is your first review of it. And like you said, you were pleasantly surprised. So you said you just wanted to mention it. I'm fine with that. I have not read it. I haven't read it since I believe uh, I the I second issue of, of the, the Deadshot Katana. 
but yeah, I think that I think me and you talked about that first one, Reggie, because I do. I think remember, I was there too. Okay, because I do remember that first one, and they even said that was uh, Victor Bogdanovich, and he yep. did have that uh, almost like a Will Smith character in there. Sure did. And and had all that sort of thing, but yeah. Uh, what did what did you give the, the you said an eight overall I gave it a seven point five out of ten which I think okay. is a, a yeah. score that says check yeah, it out that's pretty good uh, but we're gonna go off to you and Chris and what are you gonna be talking about Reggie we are talking about Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye number three Cave Carson I, I young said animal that, I did say to Eric that Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye it just seems to me like a, a question or a statement people are yeah. giving whatever I hear it it's like Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye uh, oh, I'm proud of yes. him I, I'm really proud of that yeah. guy that he's got just that so cybernetic you know. eye. Well, what's funny is the cybernetic eye doesn't really figure in that prominently into the story at this point, at least. That's it's funny. sort of just more about Cave Carson and his, like, okay. you know, crazy family hangs out with Wild Dog. It's a, it's a real fun book. Definitely a little bit on the weirdo psychedelic yeah. tip. Yeah, Wild Dog was in that. That's cool. He is, yeah. The, uh, the original Wild Dog. I would say that of all the, well, actually, Mother Panic might prove to be the more accessible one, but of all the, you the young so. animal books, Cave Carson is just a kind of a wacky book. And if it well, wasn't full of curses and, uh, heavy amounts of violence well, I don't and blood. Does he give the finger? Because if he gives it. the finger, I'm out. I, I'm no. against that. Uh, I don't know if you know it. There are limits. There are limits. Yeah, really. There, there's humor, there's and then there's just when you person. just go for a I cheap, crude blue. thrill. Yeah, that's the lazy man's <laughs> comedy, that blow. I don't go then. Yeah. Hey, what are we, at the Friars Roast? What, what's going on here? Shooting the top of someone's head off so it detaches from their jaw, that's fine, though, because that's what that's Wild fine. Dog does. Yes, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Cool. Don't give me the finger, though. I don't need that. I have <laughs> that's enough right. I'm telling you, people use comics as escapism. I see that from my wife every goddamn night. I do not need that in my comics. I don't yeah, need to see... It- if, Jim, if Jim's if Jim's across the room of the warehouse or something like that at work, I get bored, <laughs> I look over to him, I try to get his attention, and when I do, I just flip him off. Yeah. I don't know why. It's something I do every day. And I yeah, flip that's them the back. Salute. That's all. Actually, that's the cardboard box factory salute. That is yeah. the salute. My favorite thing to do is basically there's a job that I have to do uh, that is like halfway across the, the warehouse, and it's the most boring fucking thing you could ever possibly imagine. So you're just standing a lot of times, and I just sit there and stare at Eric, and in my mind I'm like, Blow up your head, but actually, no. I just sit there and I wait. He looks up and waves at me, and then I just shake my head at him to get him upset. And then I think he doesn't even see me. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You know what the hell's going on? Or or one of the best things to do. I have memorized what general emotions are. Basically, I shake my head, but really. One of the best things to do if you're in this situation, I'm telling you, Eric does not like exercise at at any bit, and I'm I'm probably about I don't know 50 yards away, Eric, something like that. And I'll wave him over, and then he'll come over, and, and I'll just go, hi. <laughs> he has to walk back. Or I'll just say, oh, why are you here? And, and then you laugh guys. at him. Yeah. Oh, isn't said, that I'm fun I'm not walking stuff? back there right away. I hang out for the next 15 yeah. minutes. And yeah, he hangs shit out. And there then we go. talk. Today, uh, uh, somebody asked, uh, actually, it was Brian, I think, asked, like, do you guys talk to each other all day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do, Brian. We talk to each other. And then he, the guy, I don't know. He's crazy. I, I will say, I, I don't think we did talk about this, Reggie. This is the, that Brian guy, a wrong turn. Yeah. Which oh, we yeah. did get him. We have him, uh, probably people have already heard it. We have him for a promo. We, we got at a the bumper. beginning. We got a bumper really? promo for the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I had him nice. record it. I didn't a trick him or anything. Finally. I told Hello. him exactly what it was for. I didn't want to, you know, trick him into stuff. Uh, what not? Exploit him, Jim? Yeah, I didn't want to do that. Him? I just Fail. wanted to get him. It's pretty good, but uh, 
I also why you'll never uh, be rich, Jim. I'm now, sorry. earlier this week, though, um, Eric, we were all we were working with him. We had to help oh out his God. department, so we're working with him. And he just talks nonsense. He's talking about zombies, and he's talking about how if there was a zombie apocalypse, he could kill zombies and do this. So we're Eric's starting to quiz him on things, and he doesn't get shit you know yeah. so then in the middle of it eric just leaves he walks away and he leaves and brian's like well i got frustrated yeah he got frustrated he's just uh, he couldn't take it anymore so uh <laughs> he's like uh yeah brian's like what happened to eric why did he walk away you seem mad at me and i said you gotta realize his dad was killed by a zombie and then <laughs> the, the girl who works with him as well just starts laughing but that does not deter brian from believing anything so he's like what? What happened? I said, it, you know, he, his dad got eaten by a zombie. You know what happens then, so he doesn't like to hear it. He's like, oh. And I said, yeah. And then like a, two months later, they dug up his grave. His dad wasn't in his coffin. He's gone. He's out there, and Eric is afraid that he's come back to to kill him. And then Brian got so upset. to this day. Yeah, yeah. And well, Brian got so upset, he, he walked out into the warehouse then. And started trying to apologize with Eric. Well, in the meantime, I told Eric what was going to go on. And Eric sat there. You have to imagine him working up tears to fake cry. And then, <laughs> so then I go over to Brian. Yeah, and Brian's across the room. And I go over and I'm like, I don't know, Brian. He's over there crying. He's really upset. Oh, man. And he goes over and he's like, I didn't know that your dad got killed by a zombie and he's coming back as a zombie. And Eric's like, listen, I, I don't want to talk about it. It's no, no, really so, sensitive. So, yes, no. I was not down with this lie. I felt bad from the get-go. I was going to do these tears just because. So you I didn't. I just anything. saw you guys he, talking. And no, I mean, and it's it like, happened to oh, coincide with your normal afternoon cry. Exactly. So that was, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> After I get done my afternoon shit and see the fucking blood in there, I'm like, oh. No, really, that's like me. <laughs> but, uh. Fuck it, he comes over, and I'm not I'm not going to uh, continue the lie. I'm just going to say, you no, Brian, I'm sure. not upset, and just dismiss it, because I'm not about to lie to the stupid fucker. Yeah, so you dismissed it. The you, lie you, being that you wouldn't like your dad to come back as yeah, a zombie. Well, here's the problem is, today, this was Wednesday, today Brian comes up to me, man, I'm still upset about Eric's dad being a zombie. He, he doesn't listen. This is why you can't exploit this guy. You can't. We're laughing at the story. I was just making shit up, and he he went with it. He sits there, and then he he comes and just says the weirdest shit. Like, did you watch ever watch this movie? And we we try to figure out what the movie evil was. Evil Santa That's Claus. A, yeah, Evil Santa Claus. And he, did you see this movie? It's called uh, Hamsters in in Trouble. <laughs> He says huh? no, he just says crazy just shit. Crazy well, the shit. one point he's telling me, I saw on the news that these guys ended up killing this. And what I ended up finding out, the news to him is YouTube. And yeah. these are just videos <laughs> of made up. Like, he'll watch a YouTube video of a scene from Friday the 13th. Well, you know, that yeah. is the news. Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the bumper, you'll, uh, you'll get a kick out of that one. I can't wait. This sounds but, great. Yeah, this sounds we're, incredible. Yes, we're going to go. Why Comcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the podcast, and I, I even spelled like, it we out. We thought Christine fucked it up on Evine Live. No, no what do you hear this? But yeah, our podcast is called Wired Comcast. That's what he's oh, yeah. called. That's about right. You know, Wired Comcast. And yeah. uh, he tells us his, his wants and needs, all the <laughs> things that he loves, including, uh, what was the, uh, Freddy Krugen or something, or Cougar. Yeah, that Freddy was his German Cougar. name before he emigrated. It was. He it's with an umlaut, the, the Cougar. 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 Oh, Freddy Cougar. Oh, yes, but yeah, we're going to go off to... Freddy Cougar uh, Mellencamp. Yeah, Freddy Cougar Mellencamp. 
<laughs> Blood red houses, he says. But we're going to go off to Chris and Reggie, and uh, Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye, and we're proud of him, Reggie, right? Boop, boop. Boop, boop. Once in every lifetime, comes a love like this. Oh, I need you, you need me. Welcome back to Young Animal, a segment here on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. Uh, hey. There's Chris, I'm Reggie, and this week we have something very special for you, an actual comic book from Young Animal. Uh, they released one. Yeah, we don't always get that, but this time <laughs> around we, they were able to squeak one out, so uh, we picked it up, and that comic book is Cave Carson Has a Cybernetic Eye, number three. Uh, stories titled Deep Issues, written by Gerard Way and John Rivera, art by Michael Avon Oming, Col- colors by Nick Filardi, backups by Tom Scolari, and it went on sale December 21st, 2016. So we're going to dive right into this book right here. The uh, first page is sort of a prologue, but for the sake of narrative, we're going to get back to that later. We're going to jump right into the action that picks up exactly where the last comic left off. Uh, Cave is driving, or would you call that piloting? The uh, Mighty Mole. He is navigating it. He is taking it through. It's it's definitely more than a car, but less than a plane. I don't know, or a boat. So it it seems to do everything. But he's navigating the uh, Mighty Mole. Wild Dog's still standing on the outside of the craft, uh, having just blown away a car full of guys that turned into that big fungus monster. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's enticing Chloe to jump from her hatchback onto the mole. This giant monster is still in hot pursuit. Uh, Wild Dog slaps some C4 on the hatchback and then Chloe leaps into Wild Dog's arms and do you think that probably the C4 probably enticed her to get out of there? I think that was the nudge she needed. Yeah, I, I, think think so. the, I think the explosives at her back I were. think she was like, ah, maybe this is not a safe ride anymore. So uh, once they're inside the Mighty Mole, uh, Wild Dog blows the hatchback against this angry fungus monster and then now we begin the Scooby-Doo chase. It's a uh, double-page spread of the Mighty Mole sort of uh, carving tunnels through the ground while the fungus monster is in like hot pursuit right behind it. And uh, it really shows this is a serious mining machine because it's it's boring these tunnels with a laser of some kind. I'm not sure. It's some kind of a beam. Yeah. So rapidly that it could engage in a chase. You know what I mean? Like, you got to think about this. Like, it's happening at, at, at an unbelievable speed. This is not a, uh, a thing with a giant drill bit on the front. This thing is just wiping away the earth. Uh, at one point, they even go underwater. It doesn't seem to bother them. They just kind of keep tunneling through uh, this water as it fills the tunnel. Uh, while they're doing this, though, while being chased, that's when Cave tells Chloe about her birthright and why they're being chased in the first place. If you remember, she's the Princess of Muldrug, the underground society, city. I'm not sure exactly yeah, what it is. Like um, folk. Yeah, folk. Because her mother was a the queen of Muldrug, but they never they kept this secret from her, so she's kind of a, she's a half and half, half human, half Muldrug. Uh, that place was the place that EBX, where that was Cave Carson's previous employer that he just quit by stealing their mighty mole and running out of there. Uh, <laughs> they wanted access to the two uh, Muldrug for the mining rights, um, and 
So that's what he, he tells her. She's pretty stunned by this. Eventually, the team settles in a cavern full of glowing green crystals. And there's a face-off with the giant fungus monster thing. Uh, they kind of regard each other while the monster's crawling on the roof of this cave. Uh, this is this right here was some awesome Silver Age uh, stuff, I thought, right here. Absolutely. Uh, cave explains that the glowing rocks in the cave are Uvinium, which makes worms grow extra big. You know, hooray for science, pseudo and otherwise. I, I think that's real. I uh, think so. Uvinium, uh, you, yeah. you, you mine a lot of Uvinium. They, they grow giant, giant worms. Uh, we never... Worms the size of your fist. <laughs> and as we're going to find out, <laughs> larger. So, uh, first, the monsters beset by a bunch of just oversized, beefy white worms. They seem to run a few feet long and they're kind of chunky. But mm. then this thing, the sandworm from Beetlejuice, pops out of the ground. You said it once. Uh-oh, I'll try not to say it two more times or we'll be in big trouble. But uh, the Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. So this thing uh, popped out of the ground. It's just this massive, uh, I don't even know what to say. It's a kind of got a gross tendrils coming out of its face, if you even call that a face. Yeah. Sort of a predator mouth. Um, and uh, that's it's going to do battle with this uh, giant fungus monster. Uh, meanwhile, Cave and company, they are held in place by some giant worms that seem to have wrapped themselves around the Mighty Mole. So Wild Dog steps out and blasts them off. I, I like that he actually like, almost like gets out and pushes. Yep. You know, when you get down to it, right? It's, the mechanics are the same. As long as it's a vehicle, he's got to do the same kind of thing. Uh, then he hops back in, almost bringing the worms in with him. Uh, and almost losing his feet at the ankles. Uh, it doesn't really happen, but it looks like a worm does lose its face somewhere in there, but uh, yeah. it's a close call. Um, and as they peel away, we watch that the big fungus monster is ripped in two by the kaiju worm in the background behind them. Pretty good uh, and gross page. You know, sure. This book is, because the art is so stylized and cartoony, it definitely lessens the impact of the gore. But there's gore in every issue so far, or at least the last two that I could think of. There's, you know, this is, it may look like a kid's comic. This is not a kid's comic. This is a uh, yeah. pretty rough comic in a lot of ways. Plus the cursing is not, uh, it's not Child limited. Friendly. Yeah. <laughs> so now back to that prologue page I didn't want to talk about. It seems that a fellow named Johnny Blake got a call in the middle of the night from Paul Borstein, the CEO of EBX. You remember him. He was that a douche with the ponytail last issue who's... Uh, office cave blew up with his pen. Mm -hmm. uh, we weren't sure if he lived or died. Well, he lived. He made uh, it. He made it somehow. He's put by the protection of the ponytail, probably. Probably. Uh, so uh, there's obviously a problem. Johnny has to hot foot it down to EBX. Uh, I looked into it. Johnny Blake was a spelunker, and he was part of Cave Carson's team in the 1960s series that ran in Showcase. Uh, never heard yeah, of I, him before. I I thought he uh, when I, before we before we got a last name. I was thinking it was uh, Johnny. I thought maybe it was Johnny Double, that uh, Private Eye from the seventies. Oh yeah, it just seemed like something that they would yank out for this. <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, it's Blake, and I I was glad to see you did the research, so I didn't have to. I was almost positive there was a Johnny on the Challenges of the Unknown, but it wasn't Johnny. Bla I don't think that actually looking into it, I, I think there wasn't. But uh, hmm. I just was wrong, and again, just highlights the fact that you and I just. This is just a blind spot in our DC knowledge. We just never heard and really looked at a Cave Carson book. So, uh, yeah, and I think all the challengers have like one syllable names, isn't like Rex and yeah. Pete and Ace and Ace Rex. <laughs> and I've got the other the other two, yeah. but yeah, it's it's all one name, and then, and most of them aren't really names in the colloquial sense. Yeah. Although nowadays, you, you see, never know. Seeing what kids are named, I heard about a kid on the West Coast. His name was Concept the other day. Hmm. 
Yeah, so that's good. A, a conceptual yeah. child. Anyway, <laughs> the reason Johnny Blake has been brought down to EBX is time to deal with Carson. Uh, you know, they want their Mighty Ball back, and they want Carson back. And he doesn't mention it, but they actually also want Chloe back so she can get into Muldrug, obviously. Mm-hmm. So Johnny gets a, a newer Mighty Mall that looks even sleeker. And uh, it's being loaded with uh, an unusual number of weapons, and Johnny brings it up to Paul, but Paul just kind of brushes them off. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Paul eventually leaves Johnny in care of a guy named Ace, who might be the Ace from the Challengers of the Unknown. Uh, doesn't really look like him, but could be him. It's hard to say. Sure. You, they, you know, the image, you only get this one panel, and then you get a little bit of him later on, so it's hard to say. Um, and Ace has a team of his own to operate the Mighty Mole. Uh, I guess that would be Ace Ace Carson's team. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's a, good, a fellow named McGregor on navigation, Marquez on weapons. They got uh, Doc Fihal on doctoring, and some nameless twins on engine duty. It needs to be operated by two people, I suppose. Sort of like Pacific Rim, right? They got to do the uh, handshake. <laughs> you didn't see it, I bet. I didn't see it. Uh, that's all right. Uh, back underground, <laughs> Team Carson has uncovered cash number four that uh, Cave Carson left there sometime previously. We've got a bunch of comforts in there. They're hanging out, enjoying the new uniforms and MREs. I like he has new uniforms in there, including apparently a new wild dog uniform. Like he, yep. Well, he just he just prepared. Do you have everyone's uniform just in case something happened? You know. Uh, Maybe he was just a real big fan of high school football. Possibly. He just had a bunch of jerseys that just happened yeah. to be happened. <laughs> to be the ones he was like this i was gonna wear these anyway but you know since you're here it kind of worked out in your favor he's a big fan of the quad city red dog <laughs> right <laughs> uh so uh cave takes this time to talk to chloe personally explain why he never revealed her legacy you know about being that princess of Muldrug specifically uh she's pissed off that his that her parents lied to her and chloe storms off uh, back at poor Paul Borstein, still disheveled office, still having remnants of being blown up. Uh, this scene was a little strange to me. I was sort of confused by it, but I think it'll be uh, highlighted. More information will come later. It, yeah. He's hanging out with his dad, who looks about a, a billion years old, and he's in this kind of shady trench coat and fedora. And his dad asks about his day, which is a touching father-son moment that is also creepy, like all good <laughs> father-son moments. Uh, soon, Dad will have to fulfill his promise to the Whisperer. Whatever that means, we don't know what that yes, means yet. We don't know. Back into the cave with. But the he cave. also leaves the he leaves the chair wet. Oh, like yeah. he sweated all over. Did I miss something? I mean, this guy almost looks like he might not be human. The way he's wearing this trench and oh yeah, it's all covered in some kind of. It's smile. all covered in goop or sweat because uh, Paul he calls his uh, secretary and asks for a new chair. Yeah, and actually, now that I'm looking, you can see he's kind of left goop on other things as he's going around. As he's walked yeah. away, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's there's something strange with this this guy. He's not altogether human or something. We'll, we'll learn more, and I'm sure that Whisperer has something to do with it. So, uh, whatever this was, this that was, I think, just something tantalizing yes. for future issues. But, uh, yeah, I didn't even notice the wetness there. His glandular problem. Good eye. He could just be sweaty. I know I can be like that, believe <laughs> me. Sometimes I like, get up from a seat, I like, want to run out of the room. Yep, I uh, slide right out. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, back to the cave. Cave Carson is hallucinating his wife in an underground waterfall. Maybe the Uvinium is making this happen. It's hard to say. Uh, the whole, you know, hallucination seems very glowy and green to me, but it's also his... I mean, the coloring in this book is really outlandish and bright. Yes. So it's hard exactly to say. He might just be hallucinating it because he loves his wife and remembers her fondly. But 
That's what he does. He hallucinates that. Uh, Wild Dog snaps him out of it and says that they're ready to take off. But before they leave, Chloe reconciles with her dad, which is a touching father-daughter moment. And that means they had problems with each other for, what, two hours? At the very least, yeah. I, you know, very I, yeah, I think all, all your family fights have gotten over that quickly, right? About two, two, one and a half, two hours? 23 minutes. 23 minutes. That's, that's the limit? That's we, it. We have, no, we have to have commercial breaks in there. So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and then at the very end, it's always, you know, you somebody saying, I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. And then the music kicks on. The music I'd... kicks in and a laugh track if, a, if the dog mm-hmm. falls over. <laughs> so the uh, Cave Carson, uh, the team, they cruise over onto Muldrug. And this really seems like a really bad idea to me because... Isn't that exactly where EBX wants Chloe to be? You figure, right? I mean, it's I, like, I, who are you working for? <laughs> I would take her to like the other side of the of the planet if I could. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I wouldn't go right to where, but I guess, uh, you know, they want to find out the full scope of what's happening here. On the way there, they see a lot of uh, slaughtered Muldrugans, uh, including some uh, children, which is a little bit disturbing. And maybe some bits of fungus monsters or a fungus monster, right? It looks like maybe. there's a, a green hand with some slime coming out of it, so... They put up a fight. Something happened here. Uh, and then as they approach the gates of the city, they can see that Muldrug has been sacked. Mm-hmm. And then we leave that story there. And then we go into the backups by Tom Skiola. Uh, and Chris is going to explain that first backup very clearly like he did last uh, time. Uh, 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 um, yes. <laughs> we've, got the, we've got the Wonder Twins in Victoria th- Victorian times. And... Uh, They've got a dismembered Superman on like a mounted on a plaque on a wall. Yeah, I think. Get uh, it? No, no, that's in his backpack. Oh, is it? Okay. But, uh, but it doesn't. Exp- <laughs> that makes it even less interesting, like or, or less understandable. Like, why? What is happening? You were, you were right both times. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's that too. Uh, yeah, I don't know what is happening here. <laughs> No, I could, I could, I could definitely do without these. If they decided to drop them today, I'd be okay with it. They seem to, they seem to get their powers in this, but yeah, there's no real like linear narrative. Um, no. There's something, you know. I'll tell you, if they'd done this once, I would have dug it just because the art is kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's quirky. nice, quirky. Yeah. But now we're getting this, you know, three three issues in a row, and it's it's getting less clear, if anything, or I'm just unable to like wrap my brain around it or want to dive into it the way I need to, but. Uh, yeah, it's a little, it's a little stupid. The other, there's another backup of one page that I actually mm-hmm. liked a little more personally, even though sure, it really is more of the same kind of silly thing. But uh, it's a retelling of Green Arrow's origin, and it ties in a lot of variations, which is him as like a Playboy cad, and then the time, you know, in other origins, he spent a long time on an island. On that island, yep. Uh, and then it sort of even brings in his like, you know, uh, ecologically minded, his socially minded character later on, and. A little bit of Starro in there too, just for fun. Mm. With a nod to the Silver Age character, Zine Arrow, which is one of my favorite Green Arrow stories. This was in uh, Adventure Comics number 253, October 1958. And Zine Arrow is the gigantic superhero protector of Dimension Zero. Uh, He's telepathic and takes his cues from uh, Green Arrow of our dimension. Mm-hmm. Which was not uncommon in the Silver Age for there to no. be these these other these other versions, right? Running around. That's, That's where, pretty tame for the Silver Age. It's yeah. true. You had Batman of Planet X, who later on became of Zer and R, and I think there was also, there was also a uh, Superman's brother or something, who turned out to be from another dimension. It was so it really uh, dimensions were easy to to, to cross in the 50, late fifties, yeah. <laughs> but that does wrap up every page of Cave Carson. Has a cybernetic eye, number three, and uh, 
the backups notwithstanding, I mean, you know, it's <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know, by the time you get to the backups, you've already gotten 22 pages of story, so you've gotten a full comic. Sure. So uh, it, in my mind, I feel like I can't fault this thing on the backups. They, no, uh, I would never score it down for them. It's I would, just I their, would score up there. though if they, if I thought they no. were great. So, yeah, so there's something good. to be said there. Like, uh, if there was something more to them, they could have added a lot, but they don't really take a lot away. They seem to have nothing to do with Cave Carson uh, in either case. So they exist. Otherwise, I really enjoyed the heck out of this book. Uh, Certainly. Uh, the the style is cartoony, and as I was telling Chris before the show, uh, I've definitely warmed up to the style. High action, um, definitely some brutality, definitely a lot of gore in it. This mm-hmm. is an adult comic, despite its sort of Dexter's Laboratory look, but... Uh, yeah. It's 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 really a lot of fun, and uh, it's it's a good counterpart to Doom Patrol and Shade, which are more heady, yeah, know, mental comics. I guess we could we could call that because they are both in your mental and drive you mental. Mm-hmm. So uh, I gave this one an eight out of ten. What, what did you think of it, Chris? I'm I'm right on there with you. About an eight out of ten. There, it's a. Uh, I'm really happy to see Oming doing some action. Uh, so much of what I've read of his is uh, powers. And uh, a lot of that is standing around and talking. Mm. So it's nice seeing him actually do some high action here. It's uh, he's he's quite good at it. Yeah, the the, the, the storytelling and the layouts are great. They're they're perfectly mm-hmm. easy to understand, and uh, coloring is crazy, and I like it a lot. Oh, it's great. I like that. Is that one scene with uh, with what's his face in the office drinking uh, drinking from a glass and like the uh, the the bindi dots are on on yeah. top of his face. I mean, it's just so so interesting to look at, and the, and it's it's great that the story is also uh, intriguing. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm ready to read the next one. You know, to find out Certainly. about Muldrug. Uh, I don't know what the full scope of this book is going to be or even how it's doing, but I would definitely give this a strong recommend. And I'd I would say also. You know, I often say about Doom Patrol and Shade that if you're weird, uh, get the, the, check those comics out. You don't have to be too weird for this one. You know, you no. know it, it's really it's a straightforward action story. And, uh, you know, maybe a little weird to take the art. But basically, if you like seeing a guy blow people away with guns and explosions and, you know, uh, people's guts hanging out, this book could be for you. And I do like that they, like, Wild Dog is not, he's not a joke here. No. Like, I... I think coming up in the 90s, I was first exposed to him in, like, Wizard Magazine, where they made fun of him. So he was, like, the Mort of the Month. He's, you know, the the bad character we're going to lampoon this month. And uh, I'm not sure he ever shook that. (laughs) And uh, it's just nice to see him looked at non-ironically. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, we we don't get too deeply into it, but there's a lot of dialogue exchange between he and Cave in the book, and you really get the the impression that these two guys are just real friends, you know, they're, bonded they're pals, together yeah. through their adventures yeah, and adventures, stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's not a matter of he's not the comic relief. In fact, if anything, he's the whatever the reverse of comic relief is. He's the explosion relief. You want to call it say that? <laughs> yeah, he's he's more he's he's less Deadpool and more Punisher. You know, it's yeah, uh, absolutely. It's, That's a great way to put more, it. He's more. Yeah, he's business. He's not gag. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's cool to see, and you know, the the book uh, is not you know, it's not a light book, but I don't feel like it's too heavy, even despite that. You know, it seems to have no. seems to have enough characterization, and this relationship between Chloe and her father is is interesting enough to keep me certainly uh, reasonably invested. But this up for this week. 
Um, next week we do have Mother Panic number two, and uh, the week after that we got Shade the Changing Girl number four. So it's yep. a cu- couple of solid weeks of Chris Sheehan How coming at that? you, folks. So uh, <laughs> brace yourselves. He's about Ready to not. about to pick apart your favorite books and make you cry. No, I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> um, but I think that's all we got from this week, Chris. You got anything else for him? No, I think that I think that'll do us. Well, then, until next week, when we will review number, Mother Panic for the show, we're gonna keep it young and animalistic. Hey yo, when you wanna get down, you check that sound and bowl a bowl a microphone out like a four pound. Tell you how to get wound up below ground. It was just the other day I was out walking around, seen the phone booth with the bell said, "Ah well, I need to call my broker, sell my intel." Trap doors open the floor in the DL. Said, "What the hell?" Slipped. And then the next thing I know, I drop down and shoot. Somebody obviously think you. I see you this One night, I fell asleep when I had been smoking. I woke up with my bed in flames I have had multiple cosmetic surgeries and now I live in constant pain All the scar tissue makes my skin feel so tight It cracks and it oozes and weeps All right, we're back. We are back. That was Reggie's uh, bunch of books. A lot of books, right? And then Reggie's of, other section. Yeah, well, that's another book. It's the Cave Carson as a Cybernetic Eye. Everybody yeah, I've heard that. that. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, it's really. Every time I hear that Cave Carson as a Cybernetic Eye, I feel I'm like, fucking damn right he does. Oh, CC. Good for him. It's known as CC on Twitter. Yes, CC. Yeah, I'm telling you, we, we were talking about this at work where CC, like, what does that mean? I'm like, clone conspiracy? I don't know. That's, yeah, that's what Eric thought it was because everybody was saying CC. I'm like, what the fuck? CC DeVille from Poison? That's an ugly <laughs> man, Eric. That is he, actually the train of thought we went. And then we and, and really for a half an hour how ugly and, him and Mick yes. Mars are. And just to, just to <laughs> tell everyone, Brandon, you have joined us for the podcast yes, now. now. And yep. yeah, we saw that CC. And it led us into coming up with the most ugly band, like a super group of ugly musicians. Yes, it was a super group of ugly musicians. I said that CeCe DeVille has to be on because he looks like, what's his name? Remember, Eric, that fucking uh, Bobcat Goldthwait with right. a big oh, fucking yeah. bunch of hair on him. <laughs> and uh, ugly I musicians, him. Uh, Mick Jagger slid one by the goalie. Again, yeah, yeah, I know. Like he 74. Is, he is ugly. He's an ugly man. It's like Tony <laughs> Randall back in the day. He had a kid Keith when he Richards. was like 103. Mm. I don't understand it. Well, I learned my lesson at like 34. I stopped. <laughs> now, who wants to go that far? Actually, it was a little older than that now that I think of it. But Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think C.C. DeVille, Mick Mars was on it. It's funny, yeah, but Mick Mars is the, definitely the, on the ugliest list. band to us was all these hair metal guys. <laughs> <laughs> it it then, was pretty good. We ended up talking about D. Snyder for a while. Yeah, yeah. You said D. Snyder, and I had another lead singer, and I can't remember who I thought was even uglier. I can't remember. Was it from Cinderella? 
No, I like Tom Kiefer. I think he's okay. a he's a sexy <laughs> he's a looking, looking fellow. Yeah, I thought it, back in the day was okay. I'm saying though, whoever it was was another hairband. Yeah, yeah, all of them were, I think. Yeah. And then you were uh, one what might have been the uh, bass player from Aerosmith, but we couldn't remember uh, his well, name. I could not remember his name. Fucking uh, Tom Whitford? No, the Brad no, Whitford no. is the uh, no, Brad fucking, Whitford. Uh, to me, looks like the cowardly lion, and I yes. might even put him on that list. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. James Hetfield isn't exactly the the prettiest of fellows either. But I don't know. I actually, I think I said Alice Cooper as the lead singer. You did. And you I'm said, like, no, you dare didn't want you, that. sir. He's an ugly man. Alice? He's not, he's not good looking. Oh, also on a, a rhythm guitar, we might have Ace Fraley because he is an ugly fucking looking motherfucker. You know what? Gene, fucking Gene it, Simmons is also very Yeah, he's ugly. not very good looking. Uh, you know I'll what give it was? I actually got it all fucked up. Uh, Tom Hamilton, who I think looks like the friggin' cowardly line, but okay. Brad Whitford is the one. He is the guitar. Okay, Brad, so it's Brad, Tom Hamilton that I Tom think Hamilton looks like. Tom Hamilton is the like, bass, uh, bass guitar. Okay, and so I got him mixed up as yeah, well. So did I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He does look like the Cowardly Lion, doesn't he? Yes. It, yeah. It's like the Farley Brothers and the Coen Brothers. You're mixing yes. it up. Yeah, I get, we get them mixed up. We, I'm telling you, you, you never want to really mix care. up I'm the... Saying, if you, if yes. you can go Joey Kramer after Joe Perry and Steven Tyler, I'm happy for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, Steven Tyler at points didn't look that great in oh, himself. God. He was a little fucked up looking. That's why he has but... all them scarves to cover himself up after the show. That's right. He gets he, the bow! Oh, he has the that biggest shit. mouth in human yeah. existence. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> he really does. And you know that from and the truck stop. those lines of his stop. face are getting clear. They are. <laughs> we actually, at one point... Uh, during this week, me and Eric acted out. <laughs> this is true, too. We spent probably 20 minutes and we had a live performance of me and him acting out a montage of Aerosmith's career. <laughs> and it made no sense. And it started, I'll tell you, it started with a young Steven Tyler on the piano at what was a barn that we yeah. said, playing Dream On on the piano and coming up with a song, and then the next thing you know, no, they're, the is, they're it, retiring. It starts, it starts out with like, <laughs> the other band members just getting pissed off. Oh, they were so mad. Nerd, yep. And they go up to the loft of the barn where he's playing in our head for some reason, yep. and then he starts singing, and they hear the lyrics. They're like, yeah. you know what? This might work. And then it goes to the rock cousin. Pyrotechnics are Oh, going. I'm telling you. What, the biggest I, you, thing in the world. You, spe- you, you missed a point, because that's where they were mad because he was up early. Steven yeah. Tyler. Oh, you son, that Steven, <laughs> that son of a bitch wakes up too early or yes but he's playing (laughs) and that yeah they're going up and i said they've got bats they're gonna beat the shit out of him and when they go he's still playing he starts singing they're like oh my god that transfers them into the studio where the song continues with them recording they finish and that's where you get the i just want you to know guys you've recorded your first number one and then next (laughs) thing you know they're at they're at the stadium rocking and then the the best though it all ended with all the other band members going to steven tyler's funeral (laughs) and putting a rose at the end steven tyler such and such date dream on dream on (laughs) this was all we acted this out it was like 20 minutes of oh work God, we didn't do much this week way right? more in that depth works. than that too and I yeah couldn't... <laughs> oh my god it went on forever we were laughing so hard yeah we we didn't have a lot to do this week no <laughs> well, we... oh, it was fun though but uh we're not here to talk about Aerosmith. <laughs> Hey, if anybody uh, wants to have a good old time, come jo- come join me and Eric at work. Most of our good stuff ends up there. We just say <laughs> shit and laugh. And I forget all about it for the podcast. I'm glad you remember that. Yeah, yeah. Then we go to leave. We we left early a couple of days. The one day we go to leave early, and it, we're trying to sneak out. And we go, and we turn the corner, and our, our one of our bosses was coming down, and I fucking bailed. I turned around. <laughs> 
I did. I turned around and ran back, and then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Eric just kept walking. Kept I walking. pretended I was writing something down. And, and then I, I got my jacket on, everything ready to go. I got all my shit. So obviously, they know we're leaving. Yeah. It's the skipping school theory. You just have to keep your head down and keep walking. Yeah, it's like true. You're well, that's what Eric did. That's so then I come do. back out. I come back out. She's still thing. there. And, and then she, she goes, Oh, Jim, you're going home laughing at me. Oh, Jim yeah, jukes back around the corner. I keep walking. She's like, uh, you, you done for the day? Yep. Okay. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> Then I how, how did around. Eric get home? Jim's right. Yeah, I snuck around, then I peeked <laughs> out, and she was still there. She was still there. <laughs> and I then I realized like I did have dick. to talk to her. I had a question about something, so yeah. I brought her back out. Yeah, also, I went in, uh, I, didn't, I don't think I even mentioned that time uh, with the uh, potato salad, the sleeve potato salad. Again, I went back the next day and tried to get more potato salad, and I had this, I was going to use a cup to grab it. I fucking got nabbed. I, all my <laughs> undercover work. Fucking didn't oh, you're work. ninjing. Yeah, I thought I was a ninja. They oh, came in and shit. caught me. And then I, I fucking freaked out again, and they're fucking laughing at me. Uh, what book are we here to talk about? He-Man Thundercats, right? Yeah. Yes. He-Man Thundercats. Number and three. We, we don't have a blurb, um, but because really, through this whole week, I've told Brandon like 17 different times we we're going to do this. I kept trying to find a time that we we're going to fit this in, and we never could. I actually thought we were going to bail but we're going to do it uh, mainly because I told Brandon that fucking Friday night mixing on the Mixler, it screws with our schedule. I got to find something else. The, the Friday night deal, to me, I was like, yeah, Friday night, people are going to be into it. People don't sit around and listen to computer guy, you know, fucking putting music guy. on. So, yeah, I'm a computer guy. <laughs> but, yeah, I might have to change that up because, boy, it throws everything in a, a fucking upheaval. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about all with Reggie till after midnight on a Friday. I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, last night we were up late for fucking talking three books. But yeah, this is He-Man Thundercats number three. And I will admit right off the bat, you're not going to hear a lot from me. So, you know, everybody who fucking hates my voice, which there's a lot of, there's a big contingent of those people. I think it's only the people who listen to its wives. Yeah, it's weird because, yeah, the, the, maybe it's because it's such a long podcast and there's their husband. Their husband won't even fucking give them the time of day, but they're sitting there listening to us yell and scream. And, yeah, I talk a lot, so they fucking get mad at me. Eh, yeah, you're, you're, the, you're the main one they, they can yeah, take the anger have, out on. Have them play this. Not sweet it's like, Eric. Well, I'm telling you, my wife hates Eric for the sure same does. reason. She's jealous. She's mad. Eric takes uh, you know time away from me being with my family. Uh, it's, it's yeah, that's it. Kind of why we have You're looking podcast. for any excuse. Why we Get have the, the hell podcast. out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, this is the third issue, and you guys God, are going to talk. If we weren't doing I... a podcast at the site, we would have started a two-person hockey league that we would have been doing. Yeah, we probably would have. Yeah, two-person. It would have been down to one. I would have fucking crippled you. <laughs> I would have put you in the fucking hospital within two games. Yeah, that just reminds me, First though. It's so funny you say that. On. Because at one point, if you remember, uh, Ben, a guy we work with, would sit there, and the guy likes basketball. Yeah. So he would say, like, oh, I'm going to play in basketball. But then I'd say, oh, you know what? That's your game, whatever. Okay, I challenge you to hockey. Like, I'm like how do you challenge somebody to hockey? What the fuck are you talking about? What, are you going to have plates in the fucking goal or the fucking yeah. all-star? You, just, fucking you play the garbage can way. You just put the yeah, garbage yeah. can down. Still, one-on-one, that doesn't, that doesn't give you a no, good idea of your hockey skills. Though no. so I would have killed him. I would have crippled him. I would have made you play in skates. That's yeah, right. And ice skates on the macadam. That would have really <laughs> fucked things up. Yeah. I saw people at our uh, downtown rink were skating uh this morning. It was raining, Eric. Well, and well, they well, were, we have a rink? Yeah, yeah, downtown where they fill it up with thing? water. You, you know where they do it, right? 
No, I don't think I do. So, Eric, it's the thing they do every year. They fill up the parking lot over at the Legion <laughs> baseball field. It's This has been going on, I think they said, since like 1961. Huh. You don't know that at all. Downtown, where they I have... Thought, I, I thought it was at that little fucking pond area. Oh, it's it's the actual during the summer. It is the parking lot, the extra parking lot of the Legion baseball field, and they fill it up with water. But you have to wait till the green flag goes up. The green flag wasn't up. I saw people. I don't even know what they were doing. The thing was, it was warm today and raining. Slush. Yeah, yeah, getting me angry. Uh, (laughs) Thunder, Thundercats and He Man. Uh, What I was saying though. I don't know that much about the Thundercats, especially. You really, and in my mind, don't need to know a lot about them I'm here. Like, it'd you. be nice if you do know the characters going in this, because for the first half of the book, it is all about the Thundercats taking on Skeletor now that he has the power of Grayskull yeah. and getting their asses handed to him. And that's about it. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. telling you, though, I you disagree with you. Lino has a sword. Yeah, yeah I disagree, though, only because there are a bunch of parts in this. This would be like um, you not knowing anything about Star Wars. And then seeing a movie and Darth Vader shows up, yeah, you're gonna find out what Darth Vader is all about. But it's the it's the joy of seeing him show up that right. is the big thing, and that's what I think this book has in spades. They people start showing up, and it's supposed to have this impact. I don't know who they are, so I just sit there and eh. and really, I know Skeletor. I I know nothing about Mumra. So right. even the jokes with, you know, what he's doing and all this, I have no idea. I really don't have any idea what's going on. So everything seems to just go above my head and and doesn't have any impact. And then I get to the point where I'm like, Jesus Christ, I don't know what's going on. So you guys talk about it. I'm going to mute my mic. I'm not going to talk anymore. <laughs> okay, go go right. for it, guys. So like I said, this half this go book for it, is Eric. all about the hell. <laughs> half the go book. Go for it, buddy. Is all about the Thundercats showing up to Snake Mountain and taking on Skeletor now that he has the sword of power and the power of Grayskull itself. And uh, they, he just royally kicks the shit out of each and every one of the Thundercats over and over again when it's Lionel's sake. And eventually even gets to the point where he slashes Lionel across the fucking eye. And I'm like, I actually, I was telling Brandon earlier today, <laughs> I actually started yelling at the book, you cannot Eric take Lionel's eye. He was emotionally <laughs> invested in this moment of, of the story and, and really caught him off guard. Uh, I, I personally enjoyed it. Uh, and like we said last time we talked about it, the action in it is is completely over the top. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mumra's been killed. They, I feel like they got an agenda against <laughs> the Thundercats. They're trying to off them one you. by one. He keeps but, fucking uh, putting me in laughing. Um, I mean, that's that's where we're at. We had this whole deal where it it threw me off when we first started the series. Now we're issue three, obviously, but like it seemed like they were going for the whole filmation era of He-Man with the story, but they took it to a dark turn, which we had with the new 52 He-Man series. So it was a combination of both. So I didn't know how to take it going in. And that continues here because when freaking Lino gets slashed across the eye and you actually see his eye go white, I'm like, these are some ramifications right here. Like we were joking about it on, on Twitter earlier where with that whole, the way that, uh, Lionel's <laughs> face is shaded in, it looks like he's got a five o'clock shadow. So you put a fucking eye patch on him. He can look like Snake Plissken if you give him a leather jacket or even Solid Snake at times. Yeah. And I said that would be a video game. Thundercats, you know, Metal Gear Solid Thundercats. I would definitely be down Metal with playing. Metal Gear Cats. And I'm yeah, telling you, the whole thing is going to get screwed up though. As soon as he starts yelling Thundercats, ho, I'm like, He's giving away his stealth. Now he fucking gets that exclamation point above his head and has to run. 
they they the the thing about the Thundercats is there wasn't really a moment except for Panthera got a couple shots in that they even like put up a fight with the yeah, Skeletor Mumra combination. Had, you had to show that Panthor is the big badass of the group by letting him get some shots in, even though it didn't mean a goddamn thing. Even Tiger got a few blows in by setting Skeletor on fire, but you sit back and you read him like this ain't doing shit. He's a goddamn skull face, like mo- like magical monster. Nothing's gonna hurt this guy at this point. And uh, the worst part, though, in the beginning of this fight, like I like the art enough, but there's this one scene where Snarf is sitting there. It's right at the beginning, and he's talking, and he looks like a goddamn monster, some kind of critter esque kind of '80s fucking small monster. I'm like, that thing is terrifying. He did almost look like he had two faces. For, and like the for one is like, reason. it looks like this one side of his face is having a stroke. It's all slumped down a bit. I'm like, Snarf, <laughs> you have seen better days, brother. Yeah, the the time since the 80s has not been nice to Snarf. Uh, but now you, you get a, like a little showcase of all the like Wily Kit and Wily Cat coming in on their surfboards, throwing the bombs at Chitara, who then like you can see that she has the speed. She places the bombs all around Skelter. So we get a decent showcase of all the Thundercats and who they are. We even get to see the Thunder Tag come down and like crush Skeletor. And we, even though we know it's not going to freaking put him down. And that's the thing about this issue is, for the most part, up until right at the end, it is just proving you Skeletor is a badass. He has the power now. He's not going to be defeated even with the Thundercats. And when he is actually defeated and has the sword taken away from him, like, it's kind of a letdown for everything we've seen leading up to this at this point. Like, I really thought that he was just going to continue to be this big, bad, like, motherfucker who has the goddamn sword of power. And no, it's taken. You know, they cause an explosion by actually... They sh- they had that whole Mumra thing, which they don't even understand. I love the fact because that old trope in Thundercats, where if Mumra sees himself, he fucking takes off. He cannot see himself into like it gets rid of his power. Skeletor has this by when he sees his reflection of Mumra in the Sword of Power, drops the sword and leaves. And then that's when we get our Thundercats winning the day. They get the Sword of Power and they got to take it back to King Randor. It's almost like um, at that point Skeletor starts taking a few blows. Is when Mumra gets you know enough enough power to yeah, to almost like interrupt them concentration enough right. that Mumra can come to the surface a bit yeah and that and that's the cue that gives Lino you know his opening where he's like oh there's something going on here with Mumra let me try yeah. the reflection bit that that you know is, is tried and true here um which basically gets gets Skeletor to Bane you know from Batman and Robin Eternal his way yeah uh, the hell on out of Attorney and find a safe safe uh safe place for um you know, gather his bearings. Well, basically. Say, where is the safe place? They already started on Snake know. Mountain. Where are you going, Skeletor? I don't know where he ran. He's just in a safe zone. Like, you know, it, somebody was mean to him, so he took off down the cul-de-sac <laughs> and locked the door behind him. That's essentially what and happened. As soon as he takes off, though, and we leave the Thundercats, in my mind, like we were talking a bit about this earlier, but it becomes a goddamn comedy show between Skeletor and Mumra, and with Mumra. Mumra being inside of him and taking control of his body. He even pulls the whole freaking uh, Three Stooges bit and pokes him in the eyes. Yeah, they they, they play the stop hitting yourself game with each <laughs> other, uh, where the, Mumra's taken over and and choking Skeletor. Um, so Skeletor is essentially choking himself here. Yeah, uh, and then you know Mumra gets a, a flash of, of power where he takes over. And then Skeletor it, it, it pulls the same be, trick on him. <laughs> in my mind, it almost becomes Billy Batson and Shazam, where they're just freaking switching back and forth constantly between Skeletor and Mumra on who has the power over this like this body that they're inhabiting. And, and they also just just like last issue, they have the the over the top like transform sound effects going yeah. on over 
and Oof. and next to Oof. the character it yeah. says transforms like like it's it's a goddamn transformer going back and forth. <laughs> this is one of the transformers. Jim's like he 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 would be like oh a like transformer, transformer that starts at a skeleton. <laughs> I'm like you son of a bitch don't ruin transformers. Does it for me. start as a milk truck that transforms oh, into it. a chocolate milk truck? Is that oh, the one? So much. It's a coke truck that turns into a Why don't uh, they Mountain ever Dew turn the robots truck. in your mind. What are they? Is that what it's? It's a. It's actually. It starts off as a fork truck that transforms. You are into, John Hurt and Big. Is what into you a pickup truck. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Awesome. Yes, you, you've got uh, you're it. You're almost actually That's like awesome. making up a mask fucking action figure. You remember Mask? Oh, I remember Mask. They have yeah. a new comic, the Mask comic. Oh, do they? Uh, I yeah. never liked yeah, Mask. I wasn't that big in the cars. The one it was weird. Toy, turned into robots. I didn't want shit to do with them. Yeah. The one Mask toy I had was a uh, probably an 80s version of a Camaro, and it flew as when the doors opened. So it right. didn't transform at all. The doors <laughs> just opened, and they're like, yeah, now it flies. That that was my Mask. That Cheap sounds motherfuckers. Cool. That sounds so cool. <laughs> Go on now. Now we're going on, but they decide that they're too evenly matched, so they can't be doing this, but they can work together with their combined power to take over Eternia and get the freaking, like, the uh, whole power of Grayskull and, you know, pretty much just be the evil characters of this book. The thing that's really interesting to me, though, when we go back to Eternia and we see that Prince Adam is indeed dead. He's got a casket. He's in. All of Eternia has come out. I like looking at all the different characters, and I'm like, Clam champ, nobody talks about you. You're the one black guy in Eternia. Thank God you're here. And, and there's uh, Orko. We, we, we had an Orko request last time we, we talked about things. And yeah, snarf. We, were, we were trying to want, I'm sorry, this is like uh, the way they're playing with the filmation look of everything. This is obviously not in continuity with what we had before in the New 52. So I like having seeing Orko there just so we know. Okay, look, Orko is the bad guy in DC versus uh, uh, Masters of the Universe. So this has nothing to do with it. Orko is there. Everybody loves Orko. He's that guy. Actually, I think it's funny, too, because... They even have Gwildor there from the Masters of the Universe movie, who was the, pretty much the uh, Orko replacement, because I guess they couldn't do the Orko. Oh, oh, I see him there now. Yeah, I didn't even notice him until right now when you pointed that out. I, he drove me crazy when I was a little kid. It, and, you didn't like the Cosmic Key? He, no, I mean, that. Yeah. I got over it and watched the movie a, a billion times anyway, but, but he was always the one nagging thing in my in the side of my ass you know this dude that just wolf's chicken down every chance he gets <laughs> he's got a cosmic key and he's got a grappling hook that takes chicken i'm not the i'm not the most uh you know non-disgusting dude in the world but him eating that chicken i was like i will never sink to that level i promise <laughs> i will i will definitely sink to that level and i think i have drinking but, uh, the barbecue sauce sometimes you want to wash things down with a little barbecue sauce is all i'm saying does he eat it on the toilet, possibly? If he had a toilet, he would. He was probably shitting in the woods while he was eating that. Really? That's if it was at guy. your house, he would put the chicken bones in the toilet. Yeah, the chicken was... bones. And oh, that's just, that's just an offer to the toilet Jesus. <laughs> that is. That is. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm telling you, even listening to you guys, like I said, uh, a lot of the things in this book, I do think they're not new user-friendly. I know you think that they... Because you guys know all these things, but even the characters you're talking about, I have no idea who they are. And, well, I'm and saying, whatnot. though, like, there's no reason in my mind that you should be jumping into this book if you know nothing about He Man. Yeah. Some people about hear that and want to get involved. They, it's they like any see crossover. What it is. I mean, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not picking up one of the random Dark Horse crossovers, uh, I don't know, name two movie properties they smash together and, and you know, print one out of. But right. I don't even sniff those because it's not. 
anything that interests me. You know, this is this- a complete fan service book for people who grew up in the '80s and loved both these properties. Not even both. I can say if you loved one of these properties, you could have fun with the series. Yeah, yeah. The the I problem mean, is though that that does not mean big sales then. Oh, absolutely it not. Really There's doesn't. no way in my mind this but would be selling. Fucking they almost like have to know. I think they almost know that going like this is going to sell thirty thousand, and and that's what they almost have to expect. There's no way they expect this to top, with the exception of maybe the first issue because of variant sales. Oh yeah, hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. There's you know always that. Yeah. But, but yeah, we, we get back into it, and Lionel has come to the funeral of uh, of He Man Prince Adam. And it, for some reason, I, this part bothers me a little bit more because I don't know how Lionel knows. I, is it just the, like you know, Jaga has told him all about Eternia and everything like that? But he seems to know a little bit too much about Eternia and what the goings on around here because he brings the sort of power back to King Randor because, you know, his son is dead and it, rightfully it belongs to him at this point. Yeah, I do like that they, that you're right, the jump in logic that he knows exactly what to do with the sword and who to bring it to and, like, the story of everything is is a big one that I didn't even think about when I was reviewing it, to be honest with you. I just Mm kind of... I don't know if if there's something that, you know, they they included in a a sentence earlier that that said, you know, this is how I know everything. Well, I'll say, they they came to Eternia from Third Earth because of this great evil, you know? So they came and they actually fought that great evil, which was Skeletor with the, the power of Grayskull with having Mummer inside of him, the ever-living evil. So obviously they want to take care of that because Mummer is their big bad. It's just the whole jump to conclusion about how they know everything about Eternia. It's almost like Jaga as a spirit came to him and downloaded all of the information of Eternia into his head. Yeah, yeah. It's a little computery for something that shouldn't have any computers, you know. That's the thing. You know, you can say <laughs> it's, it's computery. They looked it up it on the internet. It be very mystical, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that would. That would. I mean, they, they have those spirits that let Mumra and Skeletor pretty much know everything, too, and, so I guess it's only what, fair they even it out a little bit. Yeah, we bit. have Jaga is what we have, but uh, we end with the freaking Ancient Spirits of Evil, where uh, Skeletor, with the power of Mumra, has able to claim them as their, pretty much their own puppets and are going to like put send the ancient spirits of evil on Eternia so they can control everything. So now they have the whole power of that, and they're going to be the grandmaster big bad of all time. Yeah, that, and, and that's pretty much how it ends with the, the four giant ancient spirits of evil coming down on the, the castle of Eternia, it looks like. Yeah, and with um, the, the freaking the hawk of the, the uh, sorceress watching and realizing shit's about to get real. Yeah, and then she's going to step in, and it was cool that she was, you know, they're going back and forth with the uh, the narration. Oh, the narration, still. you're right, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even think about that at the end, because I do like that, because I, I, now that we've been reading three issues of this, I do like to go in and think to myself, who's doing the narration this time, because we know mm-hmm. it's been switching up, and I like that we do find out at the end that it is the sorceress. Yeah, I've, I was a fan of, of her finally making an appearance, and this is how Adam, you know, gets back in the ball game. obviously, you know. Obviously, She's going yeah. to... We're going to magic back. the shit out of this. Yeah, she's going to get that giant chest wound of his healed up in no time, and, and he's going to have the power again. And and Skeletor's going to keep running further down the, the pipeline of Eternia's wastelands, I guess. Yeah. Um, But, but yeah, I, I liked it. I did. I did. I, I liked I, it. It wasn't, you know, I, I think I rated it a little high because... When I finished reading it and I set up everything to do the review, I the comedy part of it really like grabbed my heart and and made me feel good inside. So I gave it a, a high rating because of that. You kind of would have expect that for the like the almost the uh, time like I don't I'm trying to think the 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 medium which this is presenting itself as as the cartoon series of both Thundercats and He Man the way everything looks. 
but just how dark we've been throughout just to stop for this whole comedy routine. I'm like, this is a weird part of this book that did not feel right to me. Yeah, it's, it it does. It's a drastic change. You go from somebody literally losing an eye about you know three paces earlier to Skeletor punching and, <laughs> and kicking himself in the ass. Jesus Christ, Jim. <laughs> so, you know. So that, what did what did you give it on the site, Branham? I gave it a nine on the site, but you know, I I really think after you know talking about it with you, the the two things that bug me that I didn't really realize were the Thundercats do know just way too much about, you know, where they're at and everything. Which it might be explained later on, but just going into this issue as we did, you know, not having this background, it it just comes off weird. Like, they might come in the next issue, oh yeah, Jaga told me all this shit, we had a good powwow beforehand. Yeah, but even with all that said, I mean, I still would give it probably an 8 overall. I gave it a 9 on the site, but I'd give it an 8 after, you know, thinking about it, discussing it a little more, reading it again. Um, But I still... I like the 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 comedy mixed with the craziness and it's, it's definitely a weird feel, but it, it still is fun because you it know is like fun. Y- it you're is. dealing with the people who like grew up like watching these cartoons and playing with the action figures, and now they're adults. You should take a more serious tone like the new Fifty Two He Man series did, but you want to give them the fan service of the nostalgia feel of you know picturing Skeletor poking himself in the goddamn eyes with that voice of his. <laughs> the, it was it was. Straight out of the Three Stooges. It was awesome. Um, I even like referred to Skeletor as several parts in the review as uh, Skeletra, or I, I forget how I, I wrote it. Um, basically, Skelet and then Dash R-A, like right. Mumra, but Skeletra because they're going back and forth. Uh, I get you. That was super enjoyable to me. I mean, I, I the comedy really overshadowed a lot of the the... The, the story parts, maybe I didn't enjoy when I reviewed it, but when you go into just a crazy crossover, you're not, you're not coming in for canon and, and I'm, I'm over that like I wanted in the first issue. So now oh, yeah, I know yeah, what I, sure. I have. Uh, I'm coming in. I'm just wanting fun. And this is something that I, when, when it comes out every month, I, it's, it's the first thing I want to read because it's just that it's fun. I know I'm going to get something crazy, and I don't have to think a whole lot about it. Just laugh and enjoy the action. Right. See, um, I, I like I like the art overall. It's just the disjointed feelings I had between the like the comedy out of nowhere, and then like the idea that the Thundercats are here, and they like it seems like they've been here forever. Like this is like a a summertime jaunt they take every year. <laughs> no King Randor and whatnot, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's I think their, I give it, they have a timeshare in attorney and nobody knows about. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like, all right, let's take the Thundercat, like a Thunder Tank over to attorney and have a good time, everybody. But, uh, let's go check out Snake Mountain this year. No, that's a bad idea, Wiley Kit. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I think I'd give it a 7.5 because I do enjoy this because I am a fan of Masters Universe and I was a fan as a kid of Thundercats. So I go in there with the idea of that, but at 7.5, I think I'd have to go with this. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, we're, we're, pretty close uh as two fans of both properties have similar feelings and similar scores to it uh i wouldn't really recommend it probably to anybody that's not a fan of of either property oh no if you weren't a kid in the 80s there's no reason you should be reading this book no it's not something a a 90 a late 90s kid or a kid in the 2000s would enjoy but for for anyone our age or or older I'm telling you, I should have been right in with the original He-Man. I should have been right there. You're you know, a little I old just, in my mind for that. I, we said I yeah. was 12. Exactly. That's not it, that old. It was, I, I was already cheese. doing drugs at that point. Yeah, I but, wasn't. <laughs> Power Rangers was the step up of cheesy, like where it still kind of captured you probably a little bit, but this no. was... 
Too cheesy. <laughs> no, I'm thing. telling when you. Pa- Power Rangers came out, I think I was 12, and that was still a little bit like, I, I enjoyed watching some of it, but I would never tell anybody. It was a guilty pleasure at times that I'd catch yeah, every now and again. Fights. I, think yeah, the fights I like martial arts and well, big monsters. If, if you look at the things, I like Thundar the Barbarian was my big cartoon. That was a year before He-Man. Yeah. So it wasn't you, ever, and, you watch that show on Fox at all with that animated dude living in the real world? It's kind of like a Thunder of the Barbarian. Oh, Zor- you're talking about Zorn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 My, me and my kids tried watching it the one time. I really didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't yeah, care I, for it. It wasn't. Uh, but, but also, I liked the uh, Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Same, yeah. same time as well. It just He Man just didn't do it for me. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, I've never been. Maybe a, you're a, a little too sophisticated fan. for that kind. No, of, I just like, tried. Going I, back, it's a hard cartoon to watch now. Yeah, I tried. You discovered and, masturbation. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. I, I tried to watch <laughs> other things. Like I even tried. Eric had recommended the, you know, when he when it came back. The 2002 back, he made. And I couldn't even get into that. I still either. like that. I think that yeah. was a strong series. Yeah. And, well, and now the, that I got this Fire Stick, I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking for that. Actually, probably when I get off of you guys while I wrap presents. Well, see, Brandon, I just want you to understand the way I see it. Going in, they they started out a little bit slow because they had to work people into this world. Yeah. But once they found their footing, I think it turns out really well. But by the time the Snake Men show up, it find, it kind of loses its place again. But for a while yeah. there, it was really cool. It was really fun. And they just revamped everything you loved about he-man growing up and made it more mature and like just look better and like make more sense yeah I, i'm interested i've like, never like Prince i said I've Adam never looked seen like it. a kid he didn't look like he-man with a shirt on yeah the thing that pissed jim off last week how, how does the goddamn dad not know you know that yeah, that, yeah. That, <laughs> i'm telling you even it's like 22 when when freaking lion comes and brings this the sort of power to prince Ra- uh, king randor and he says Yes, I should have known all this time. Like, yes, you should have, King Randor. Looks yeah, like really. just like he I, I actually laughed at that, too. But the other thing, just to, to show, like I said to Eric right away, I'm like, this isn't really, you know, for somebody like me that doesn't know. And Eric's like, no, I think it really, you know, spells out. Basically, the cliffhanger, if you didn't know that that symbol was the sorceress, you would have, I had no idea what you guys yeah. were talking about. And I had to go back and I'm like, oh, now I get it, I guess. Well, I, but, I, in my mind, you end on that cliffhanger with, you don't know, but when we go into the next issue, I think well, you it'll do explain. know because it's her symbol saying it. You, no, I'm saying though, but, symbol, like, but if you don't know that. Yeah, but I'm saying, you know, yeah. But to me, I'm like, who the fuck? What? I thought they were actually talking. I I like the art enough, but yeah, yeah it's, it's just the not chick for me. That was locked in the glass tube the whole movie. Yeah, Jim. yeah it's just not. It's movie. just not for me. But yeah. Uh, but thanks, Brandon, for coming yeah, on and no talking problem, about guys. it. And uh, yeah, you are the highest review for that. Just yeah. And I now am. you I, you are starting to see. Trophy. Well, you're starting to see that even when we have said it all along since the podcast started, a lot of times you, you do that, you have to get the review up, and then when you go and go back and actually start to look at it in a more critical way, you're like, ooh, I was a little high there. Yeah. yeah. I but really yeah, I really enjoyed my – What I just thought of being an older brother and being on top of one of my younger brothers and having them hit themselves this is getting while sexy. they were slugging each other. Oh, really hitting. Like, I thought this was getting <laughs> sexy in a weird way. Uh, no, yes. no, no. We're not but going there. How many brothers do you have? I got uh, two younger brothers. I'm the okay. oldest. You beat I'm the like shit the out of them all the time, didn't you? In my you, family, you beat though, the like shit oldest. out of them all the time, didn't you? Yeah, we. Yeah. I, I have one that's a year and a half younger, and one that's seven years younger. So. Okay. And uh, did you really abuse the seven year younger one, or was it more the year and a half one? Uh, the more epic fights would be with the year and a half. Yeah, it would yeah. have to be. Me and my my brother is like four years younger than me, and I beat the living shit out of him all the time. Yeah. I wonder why Steven turned out the way he did. Not Jesus even just Christ. that, but also just berated him about everything. 
<laughs> so fun. It, it, I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but if my mom and dad yelled at me, I took it right out of my brother. I, I don't think much now. I'm thinking you like berated him, thinking you talked to your father. Your father yelled at you. You immediately yep. went to Stephen and started yelling at him. Yeah, it was just a chain of command. In it Jim was. I, he's a and wreck. Your, mom, your mother was just off being retarded somewhere. Yeah, yeah my, my mom just stood around listening to Billy Ocean making, records. Making butter sandwiches. Yeah, making butter and sugar sandwiches. <laughs> Fucking being awful. Monster. She wasn't taking the time to brush her teeth, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, yeah, well, we're going to go on now with uh, Cyborg. But, yeah, thanks, Brandon. Thanks for coming well, on, and guys. we'll, Thank we'll you, be Brandon. seeing you the next time around. All right. All right. One last book, Eric. One last book, and we can all, all, we can go to bed and wake up for Christmas. I have sugar right? plums dancing in our heads and all yeah, that good they're shit. they're dancing, all right. It's, it's 3 a.m. got stars in my I'm fucking so eyes. T- so tired. I am tired of shit. My kids are going to be getting me up early for no reason because they already got all their presents. But uh, I'm telling you, the thing is, you you have that, and I'm just thinking to myself, I got to be at Jesse's parents' house in nine hours. It's not as bad as yours, uh, but I'm just thinking, nine yeah. hours, I got to be there, up and dressed and fucking ready to go. And, oh yeah, they will probably have me up in three and a half hours from now. And things, this, I, that's, I just want to sleep now. in after this. We're probably still have another half hour of talking about this book and ending the podcast. So by the time we get done, it'll probably be like three hours of sleep at at the most. Two, who knows? Who knows? I'm gonna pull five, do. I think. Who knows Maybe. what they will do? But yeah, we have. Oh God! I almost I say, threw up in my mouth. <laughs> I heard that. That was gross. Yeah, actually, I just say for like some, some weird. I, after doing this podcast, though, in my mind, I need at least eight hours after the fact. Yeah. Is that weird? Yeah, it is. It's not weird, but yeah. And the other thing is, uh, not to sound like bitching and moaning people, but yeah, I'm gonna have to start editing this tomorrow oh, yeah. as well, or you know, today. <laughs> so weird. Until I go to bed, it's it's always gonna be tomorrow. You know what I mean? That's, That's what we called Rule 72 growing up. Yes. Well, we're going to get on with this. What is the last book we're talking about? The last book is Cyborg Number 7, written by John Semper Jr. with art by Paul Pelletier, Tony Cordos, Guy Major, and Rob Lee. Yes. We get the backstory about how and why Varian betrayed Cyborg in her country here, and really, it's forced as hell. But ultimately, after finding out that she was being played by her co-conspirator as well, we get the, the she-borg back on the side of justice and her and Vic take out the terrorists. But that's too little too late type of situation. And the former Agent Scarlet Taylor is shut down by the CAA for her crimes. And with that, goddamn, there's no fucking periods in this fucking thing. The <laughs> imposter, Dr. Silas Stone, plans on integrating her tech into himself, but is interrupted by her hero, who was then shut down by the... I'm talking, there are like 50 fucking commas in this Jesus goddamn thing. Christ. I was waiting for a period the whole time. Nope. That's what nope. I got for you. Uh, but then yeah. the villain shuts down our hero. Bam, he's dead. Cyborg series is over, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Imitation yeah. of life. Boom. Uh, this is okay. <laughs> this is an okay issue. It, it gets okay. I, there's yeah. The first part of this book is such bullshit to me where Cyborg is captured by, you know, Varian and Terrence Fisher... Yep. Who is the warlord we met at the end of last issue. And I've been saying for a while now how this whole imitation of life story has reminded me so much of Frankenstein. Yeah. And then like we have this whole, you know, am I a, mach- a monster? Am I man? Whatever. Uh, yeah. Am I, was I created? You know, we have this whole thing. And then we go to the fucking jazz, blind jazz player. I'm like, this is just like that blind guy in freaking Bride of Frankenstein who befriends freaking Frankenstein and, you know, and like plays a musical Same instrument. Thing, yeah. I'm like, wow, this is really similar. Then I get to this, and then we have the Bride of Frankenstein in my mind when we get Scarlett Taylor. She becomes variant. Same thing. And then this issue, I'm like, yep, 
I am right on because we're introduced to Terrence Fisher, who I recognize the name from old Hammer horror flicks, who was well known for his Frankenstein movies. I'm like, yep. yeah. you're just throwing it out here now, John Semper. No, he's really, no- I said to you, my, my guess was uh, John Semper Jr. is like, okay, I'm going to have like Cyborg. He's kind of like a Frankenstein. He's been put together, whatever. I'm going to do this. Wait, no, wait, nobody gets it? Okay. I'm going to have this blind blue, the blind jazz man. It's just, yeah. oh, geez, I was a little too obscure. They don't get that. Okay. He's so going to give the monster I'm going to get the bride. I'm going to get the bride of Frankenstein. She's there. To, people still don't know how. Fuck it. Who's that guy who Aaron's did the hammer Fisher. horror movies? Here we go. Boom. The next thing, it's just going to be people still won't get it. He doesn't care about us, Eric, so he's not going to know you did it. The next thing, it's not even going to say cyborg. It's going to say Frankenstein on no, it. Frankenstein slash cyborg. Frankenborg. Exactly. I'm sorry, that is going one step too far. Before that, freaking, you know, Dr. Silas Stone has to come back. His imposter's finished. He's like, son, let me introduce you to our new employee, Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> that would be great. Hey, it's also, also, they'll go in. He's laying there. Somebody will run in like, is Cyborg dead? No, it's alive. Yeah. Start and yelling like, shit. Hey, uh, Cyborg, this is my new assistant, Fritz. Yeah, yeah, I'm really. Even that's a little too obscure. I guess everybody you. thinks of that as Igor, which is yeah, the hunchback system. That's yeah, Fritz. Yeah. yeah, he'll go Igor. I'm telling you, he'll I just would, go yeah. that. And actually, at the end, he's like, "You didn't realize this was all about Beauty and the Beast." You <laughs> son of a bitch, John. <laughs> what are you Super talking got? about, John Super Junior? <laughs> no, but but yeah, when you... I saw this, read this Terrence Fisher line, I immediately sent you a message, like, because I've been yep. talking to you about this for a while. I don't know if we actually went into it like in depth on the podcast previously. I know I've had to mention we it have, here and there. We have mentioned it, but it, uh, it but also like, uh, seems like when we you, finally think we're right, uh, yeah. it doesn't – nobody gives us credit. Exactly. <laughs> That's so all this. You were so upset because you're like, I knew it all along. I've sent you messages. We ended up talking about it all, like for a long time now since we've been reading this. But then as soon as I read that Terrence Fisher, I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, yeah. I sent you the thing. I'm like, Terrence Fisher, did all these Frankenstein movies. And I said – I'm like, I'm going to send John Semper a tweet. So I Which said, is funny because even a bit before because they're, they are rebooting the Universal Monsters. They're trying to reset it with this mummy movie. With oh, the, yeah. And me and you actually talked about the Hammer uh, Frankenstein. Like we talked a lot about Frankenstein that day and oh, all yeah. the different movies and stuff like that. Uh, well, and then this that, pops like, up. When this pops up before, we have Frankenstein and Superman, and Bride of Frankenstein as well. We have what yep. we think might be a Dracula reference in Green Arrow, and here we have fucking blatant Frankenstein references yeah. thrown at us. I'm yep. like, what is up with the Universal Monsters at DC lately? Yeah, yeah. Well, but no, I sent John Semper Jr. a tweet saying, all right, uh, like, uh, I'm getting kind of scared that you're going to end your imitation of life story with, we belong dead, which was the monster's last words in Bride of Frankenstein. He never yeah. got back to me. Well, again... As this issue goes and has the thing with uh, the bride, what I always forget her variant. name. Uh, yeah, variant. Uh, is kind of maybe that's going to be the whole deal because at one point she's going to be used by the fake uh, Silas and maybe yeah. she will use that line or somebody will. It, it would be funny. I'll laugh if they do that. It'll make me uh, laugh. But in the meantime, you do find out that, you know, we found out last issue. Uh, Cyborg has been set up, and we find out yeah. in this one basically it's all about the boom tubes. That's and she was really pushing the boom tubes. Oh, yeah, we definitely. even said that when it was going on, even Cyborg is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know, you, you, I don't need to teach you this right now, whatever. And this but is they a dangerous are, power. You got to work your way into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all been about getting these boom tubes to get this army uh out and about in the world anywhere they want to have them yeah. sent. Terrence and, Fisher and Variant want to be able to take over they had the secret army which they're gonna use the boom tubes to take over every nuclear site in the world and pretty much, you know, shut it down so they are now the the power of the world and you yep. know 
dominate it completely. It is all about world domination and making yep. the world great again in their mind. Yeah. And we find out, though, after Variant realizes that she, she doesn't have the power. Her power is being drained. And also, all the people in the army are being sent to the middle of the Atlantic Ocean that Cyborg has become prepared. Just because, like, uh, Dr. Sarah Charles was monitoring Variant because she obviously was, she was jealous and didn't trust her because her and Vic used to fuck. But yeah. Uh, they decide, they realized this. So the imposter, Dr. Silas Stone and Sarah Charles, they created this freaking like virus that's inside of Vic's virus. A failsafe, pretty much. So like, uh, he would be able to shut down like, uh, Scarlet Taylor variant, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. And take control of her at any point. And this is what happens that he's able to suck his energy back, reroute yeah. the Well, in tubes. the meantime, even it was funny because they were going to kill, uh, what's his name? Terrence was going to kill Cyborg. He was just yeah. going to disconnect him, whatever. She's like, no, no, no. I can use the, his power, whatever. It does yeah, seem like she his has, tech into me. does seem like she has some feelings for that she's like getting away a bit, which, uh, whatever the case may be. But, uh, yeah, like you said, there's this fail safe in there. And it made me laugh because Cyborg basically does to these soldiers. These soldiers are being deployed right here and there. They do not waste time. They're going to send them out in the world. And it, it becomes one of my worst nightmares ever. Uh, because being dropped in the middle of the ocean? Yeah, that, that is one of my – because really, you're done. You can't no, do no, anything. No, no, no. I, I told you before where like I watch those like open water movies yeah, and really yeah. enjoy them because that terrifies the shit out of me. Yeah. Like even that new movie, Shallows, I like that aspect of it where you're pretty much just stuck in the water – and you can't do anything. That's one of my worst fears in the goddamn world. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. And to me, it's it's weird. There's been points when I was younger, especially, yeah. where I'd actually just sit there and think what it would be like to be dropped in the middle of the ocean where you know that there's no way you can swim. But, but you see, have... It's not even the swimming. It's what's underneath me and what's well, eventually going to eat me before saying, I die. You're not going to live. You're not going to live. And I mean, the ocean's a huge thing. You get dropped and all of a sudden you're dropped in the middle of the ocean. There happens to be a bunch of sharks or whatever. The thing to me is, though, is that... You're always going to fight to survive, even your body. And drowning is the worst, but to know that there's no way out. And I'm telling you, maybe a shark comes and eats. That might be the best thing that and could happen. At least we have, do not. These guys have Aquaman is going to come and save them possibly. No, he's not going to. He, that's the funny thing. is, It's not like Cyborg says, I'm going to call Aquaman and get him. There he goes. Maybe they'll be lucky. He digitally sends my him an email or something. I don't, I don't think so. I don't even think at this point it is even possible what's going on that he could do that. I really don't. I think that he killed people. I put in my notes. He's a murderer now, <laughs> and he could try to get out of it by saying, well, it wasn't really all my boom tube they technology. They were terrorists. Now, in the meantime, we find out that Scarlet, the whole thing was a plan. She allowed herself to be blown up so yes. that it's a very with, with the long... knowledge that the cia with the information she has would instantly take her to star yeah. labs with the month the damage so she knew they it's had so that she thought her that into a cyborg but john semper jr does come out of this okay I'm because you, that opening where we get this backstory and how forced yeah. it is i'm like jesus christ here's the thing are you though, kidding the me? only thing that he i'll tell you out. he, digs he gets out. himself out because she has a brain tumor she's going to die anyway to me then then I can believe that she'd yeah. do this and go with it because she's going to die anyway. Just like I said, I'd rather have a shark eat me. Somehow, this, like, somehow this becomes a better plan, though, than what Batman had going to Santa yeah, Press. Yeah, it was because it, it really is a long, like, there's a lot of variables involved here, but yet they all came to play. They want this information it's a from her. gigantic jump to conclusion. It's forced oh, it to is. Hell, but it really I go is. with it because I start enjoying the rest of the book as soon as yeah, we get out of yeah. that. I, li I like it. I really do. I also like the fact that we even glossed over a little that uh, 
this virus that Cyborg put in her, we do think it's it's uh, it's a uh, freaking she digital gave her a virus herpes while fucking her. It's digital herpes to me. It's what it is. She, yeah. He's giving it to her, and uh, yeah, she got this virus when they were fucking. And it's funny to me that they're going to go with this, and that Sarah should know this now, and she's not going to be very happy. Uh, but it's not Cyborg's fault. He just wants to get his. He didn't. That's, know that it's they all crisscross applesauce. It she is was playing him the whole time, applesauce. and he was playing her the whole time. It was yep. spy games, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, in the meantime. They basically, Sarah try or Scarlet, Scarlet tries to kind of, she ends up being good. It's a little too late. Well, she She's becomes already good done because Terrence Fisher betrays her and tries to yeah. kill both her and Cyborg. It's so funny, she, too. You have that. Why don't these bad people realize it's never a good thing? It really, I say to my kids, listen, before you do something, what is the best thing that can happen from what you're doing now? And what's the worst? And if they outweigh why do these villains not realize it's a, such a horrible thing to say, eh, I was going to kill you anyway. Ah, you yeah. know what? I don't care about you. I, I was going to kill you in the long run. What did he benefit from doing that? It, nothing. And, yeah, they go from there, and then she does get him back to Star Labs. Uh, but yet it is. The government's like, no, no, she's going to be shut we're, down. We were monitoring you this whole time. Yeah, we heard yeah. what you did, Scarlet. Yeah. We yeah. are shutting your ass yeah, down because you're not a you human down. anymore. You're a weapon. And then Cyborg yep. blows his fucking top. Hey, hey, what are you talking about? If she's a weapon, I'm a weapon. We have human rights, goddammit. We are people. Yeah. And, nope, sorry. Bam, shuts her off. And here's the thing. Cyborg has always dealt with this. Oh, am I more man, more machine, whatever. Oh, I, actually like the, I, I actually like the way this is because it's somebody else, but it also well, it's it, it like points we this out the, again. Towards the end of the uh, New 52 Cyborg series where we had the government going to – like they're going to regulate yeah. the cybernetic yeah, they tech. they really were going to. Yeah, that was a big and thing. And this uh, feels like another play of that to a degree where that didn't really go anywhere. It just turned yeah, out as no. techno sapiens. Yeah, it did nothing. Uh, but it's funny Goddamn because at this point they do shut down Scarlet. They shut down Variant. But in the meantime, you find out that the fake Silas has uh, made it. He uses a loophole. Listen, this cyborg technology, it's alien. That's yeah, Star, Labs. Star Labs. I get to keep baby. It We're keeping because, her here. Yeah, and he spells it out at the end where he's talking to the real Silas. Listen, you know what? I thought I needed cyborg. I was going to use this. I don't need him anymore because now I have her. I have yeah. variant. Now I'm gonna. That's gonna be my. I got new my body own mother box. I got a cyborg. Yeah. I don't yeah. need this motherfucker no yeah, more. It's pretty crazy, and I I do like it, and I do like too. Then, uh, what's it called? Uh, cyborg finds out. He realizes he that walks because in the all room of a sudden, like exact wrong moment yeah, that fucking. Si- and here's the thing: you want to do a whole thing with you? You have a monster on a slab with a yeah. guy over it with lightning. He's now becoming the Frankenstein's <laughs> monster from her. It's all there. But yeah, Cyborg walks in. He's like, "What the hell are you doing? You're not my dad. Whatever." And I like when the guy basically says, "Also, he says to Silas and Cyborg, really, listen, my whole." plan here was to make you you know trust me and do this you guys have a fucked up relationship exactly. this was not working <laughs> this was going to take years i, under- I, don't I underestimated your guy's stubbornness yeah, to fucking that, talk yeah. to one another. i didn't realize how fucking awful a father he was and how bad a son you are i never I could, put I that in the play this relationship could be this dysfunctional yeah, you showed yeah. me wrong it's so funny he really does he's <laughs> the bad guy who's taking over people and has to stop and say you guys fucked up my whole plan because you are an awful father and son combo <laughs> and it's never going to be repaired and now, yeah jim, jim what's what's worse now that cyborg gave uh scarlet digital herpes or that a guy who looks like his father gave him digital herpes it, it might be the, his dad uh, also because you would, while 
Because while this imposter was giving Cyborg the ability to shut Scarlet down, he also put some malware yeah. in there so he'd be able Which to shut makes Cyborg sense. down. He yeah. makes it so that Why he has you? a he has a fail sw- he has an off switch that he can just hit, and he does do that. I do think that uh, obviously the person who's going to come and save the day has to be Sarah Charles. She obviously, was involved yeah. with this the only as one well, left. and yeah, she has to be involved. Uh, in the meantime, then, oh, you know I, what's going to happen probably somehow. They're switched off, both Varian and Cyborg. Yeah, yep. Somehow they're going to meet in that digital playground that Cyborg was showing her in the previous yeah, issue. Yeah. Like they're going to subconsciously point out at one yeah. point, you would think. But it seemed to me like it seemed to me that Sarah Charles is fucking dead. That there's no coming back from what happened to her. She looks dead. But oh, we'll I'm saying Scarlet. I'm saying you saw Sarah Scarlet. Charles. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, no, Scarlet. Right. Like, she Variant looks to be. I don't. Variant just looks completely dead. I mean, she really does. But then again, Cyborg does too at the end. Yeah, they're both shut off. I got, we the, got nothing. The best part of this. The imposter says, and now Cyborg is dead. I'm like, yeah. It's yeah, a hell yeah. of a run right there, John. It was Sam- a weird thing too because the fake Silas is talking to Silas back at, at his little hideout where right. he has Silas tied up. And it's really funny because he goes to this whole monologue with him about, you know, what he's going to do and how, you know, I couldn't even. He says, that's where he's saying, like, you know what? I had hoped by pretending to be you, Cyborg might form a bond with me. And trust me, however, the chasm between you two is too wide. I never sensed us growing any closer. And the weird thing is, is though, that Silas yells back, is like, "You fuck you, you buddy." And and that guy, the the guy who's watching over him, the that monstrosity, is like, thing. "Oh no, no, this isn't two way uh, video. He can't hear you." I'm like. Really, you went through this whole thing to spell that out. It's so weird. It, no, uh, no, that's the funniest thing because he spelled out that it's only a one-way video yeah, because yeah. the imposter didn't want to use that much yeah, bandwidth because he didn't, he didn't want to be discovered. Like, Jesus Christ, you went through a lot of thought here to fucking put this yeah, out. I, I'm saying just that. and like It was almost like he was in the middle of writing this, uh, John Semper Jr., and then realized, boy, if, if this was a two-way conversation, they could track that, so I better, ooh, i got to put something in here. It was just an odd <laughs> scene there. It just seemed weird. Uh, but I did, I'm telling you, it made my my whole cyborg reading like all the stuff that we've had since this it this series started in rebirth when when that fake silas started taunting them about how awful they are to each other <laughs> i'm telling you it was my favorite moment of the cyborg book and it actually made me like this book and the second half of this book it's really good i do like it and it really makes me interested in seeing what's going on now also that one point too it seemed like this fake silas was going to tell silas exactly why he did this and didn't i still think that silas made him as an ai to help try to figure out his right. wife's uh, disease i really hope that i'm fucking right there because i've been pushing it every issue <laughs> and i really want to know but that's the weird thing about this that the whole fake silas what he's doing and why is the mystery i actually don't mind i i don't mind that we're not getting much yet because i do like this i actually i have to say i'm i'm actually more positive about this cyborg book uh though it's it's one of those it's not my favorite character i'm not really that hip on cyborg right but this is this is a lot better than the new 52 cyborg at least i'm interested oh in yeah getting, definitely getting some techno sapien yeah while you were talking there i went to john sepper jr's twitter page yeah i was looking through like yeah he's been on twitter he's not answering me but yeah, he's not he answering. put up he put up a little preview of the cyborg number 10 cover 
And yeah. it's uh, Cyborg blasting away towards the friggin' page, and uh, Sarah Charles looks like she's in some kind of, you know, get up, like she's doing something, blasting away. And in the background is an oversized head of blue wearing sunglasses, but his eyes are going the di- like each different way. And really? he looks so stupid. Jeez. Yeah, he did, he's not going to answer. Yeah, no, no, right he's, too, he's, too, he's too busy fucking like talking to Carrie Elwes. Yeah, but that's that's the thing though is that's what I'm saying about these guys. And he's a guy who's more he's not a comics guy per se. Uh, he is writing the comic, but he's got a lot of other things going on. But like he's a writer said, producer of many animated TV shows, yes, yes, two life, like we said, live action movies, currently mm, writing Cyborg for DC Comics. You know what I'm saying? Like we said earlier, if he if he uh. If he wrote back, if he was really going to be cool about it, and you said, boy, this is a lot of Frankenstein going on, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he doesn't have to say you're right or wrong. A quote. He actually, like, some other quote from a a Frankenstein movie that he thinks, boy, most people seeing this, it's not going to spoil it for him, but this guy will know what I mean. How great would that have been? That would have been amazing. I you would have loved that You shit. would have been a fan for life. You, you're not going to let it affect your score or anything. No, absolutely not. But you not. would have been a big fan. I'm a, I'm a big Frankenstein lover. I'm, come yeah, on, man. If yeah. We have this connection right now and because yeah, you're putting a lot of Frankenstein seems in this as book. If, yeah, it seems that he's a fan as well. Even if he threw out a, you know, sent you a picture of one of the Hammer Frankenstein, that, it would have been really cool. And like, that I, don't know really... if, I don't know if he cares, but I have way more followers on Twitter than he does. Please talk yeah. to people. Yeah, just talk Get to people. Get your name out there. That's ooh, you're a little pretentious. With your no, I'm not. It's I'm just I'm just saying. I'm, he has 651 followers. I'm like, yeah, come that's on, guy. Pathetic. That's yeah, pathetic. You He's a big cyborg. guy. And, and you do TV and mo- we look at him. Movies. We look at him as as a big deal. And yeah. yet, I'm telling you, he probably, if he was a little more active, he'd have tons of followers. But he doesn't. He, these people, I don't know what they're getting at. Like, this is not just your livelihood. I'm not saying, oh, this will make you more money or whatever. But you can connect with people who yeah. want to talk to you about stuff. Have some fun with it. I don't understand these people. I really don't. Like you said, uh, what's his name? Uh, with uh, uh, Brian, when Tony S. Daniel freaking tweets him back, he, that made his year. Like, they, they just spread some joy. You're in a position where you can actually make somebody's day. It's, it's like you see these athletes and you hear stories about, you know, a little kid like, hey, can I have an autograph? Yo, kid, uh, this is my day off. Go hey, you mean know, Joe. fuck yourself. Yeah, not mean Joe. I'm thinking, I don't know who I'm thinking of, but you know, some, you know, generic I'm guy. Saying, it's even though I'm, he, he put out a freaking, you know, like, hey, Cyborg number seven is out today, written by me. Why would you care? Paul Peltier and colors by Guy Major makes a great Christmas stocking summer. Yeah. And people have come out and said, hey, it needs to be a large stocking. The book needs to be bagged and board because we don't want to m- mess with this beauty. And yeah. some other shit like, oh, can't wait. Just got in the mail. No, he didn't favor anything. No didn't response like reply to or nothing. favorite. That's what I'm saying. They're there and people want to interact with you. All you are is showing that you could care less. You're just going to throw right it out there. Yeah, you're just going to throw it out there just to try to get more people to buy it. You really don't care about the fans. It yeah. really upsets me. It does. I would actually. There's more people like who are reading a fucking cyborg than 651 goddamn people, and I'm sure they're mm. on Twitter. So come on. Yeah, just get on with the game. Even I said, even if you're a phony, even just fake it. Make somebody's day. Make somebody happy. And, and really, somebody you, you make somebody happy like that, and they're going to keep buying your book they're because right. you seem like a nice guy. But he doesn't. I told you that before. I send just, twi- just tweeting out the uh, the previews. 
And, you know, just just favorite one of them or, or retweet it. It's just going to benefit you in the end. But these people seem to want to be Mr. Cool or they don't care or, or whatnot. And, you know, then people st- are going to stop caring about you with your 600 followers. Jesus Christ, that guy, the guy should have at least 20,000 followers. They really should. It does shock me sometimes when I'm like, I'm tweeting this stuff. I'm like, they only have that amount of followers? Jesus Christ. But, yeah, if you don't do anything with Twitter, you're not going to get it. Again, maybe I sound like a prick and (laughs) Twitter isn't that important. But that is the one thing that you're doing that you can really connect with the fans. This is why people love Twitter and love to have celebrities. And the celebrities, you hear of these certain guys oh, yeah, who are why very active and, and throw out things and do things. We even got like a – I'm able like to a, talk to my heroes. A Corey Feldman who oh, yeah, actually got involved in things. Yes, he he was kind of giving us pit. You know, He wasn't very happy with shit. But <laughs> when, that Lost Boy, when that Lost Boys comic came out and we put out a preview, he basically answered, like replied to that preview and said to us, oh, that's not my, you know, I, I was never contacted for that. That's bullshit or whatever. <laughs> and we were like, holy shit, he saw what we wrote. Well, even like uh, uh, Kev from 365 Flicks and me started talking about Lost Boys, put Corey Feldman in and he started talking to us about shit. It yeah, was fun. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like I said, I'm still rocking the headband ever since I watched Corey Feldman and Lost Boys. And Corey Feldman replied, yeah, me too. And that yeah. made my damn day. Yeah, it made your day. And then you think, then all of a sudden you see him on the Today Show or whatever, and you're going to think, no, no, no. You give him a benefit of the doubt, which you would, I would anyway. always give You love Corey the guy. But even so, you're like, you know what? He seems like a nice guy. He seems like a, a genuine fella. I just yeah. There are some people who really like to get involved with people and some who don't. And I thought that was a cool song so everybody could suck it. Yeah. Yeah, you like that. You were trying I to did. convince me of it. You were showing me shit. It wasn't the best live performance, but I heard the studio out, like version of it. It sounded pretty cool. Yeah. It was okay. You're, you're a little, <laughs> I, I, you're a little suspect when you and you have your shit. But uh, Look, no, God, I he, like he this. He played the puppet master, puppet master versus demonic toys, and I hated him in that. How's yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I That's hated that movie in general. Y- your credibility is back, Eric. I, I just, I'm telling you, I just the whole Twitter thing just it does upset me because that's the one thing in in this world that has come about that allows people to interact with other people who they think are unreachable. Uh, at other points like i could legitimately send ben affleck a tweet that doesn't mean he's going to tweet back or whatever but there is a chance that he will see what i have to say to him and make our damn day yeah yeah it's just it's cool and we go with people who yeah we review comics we have this stupid podcast but these people are are rock stars, like you said earlier, even if they are guys we don't. If, you know, I would love it if Brian Hitch sent me a tweet. I, I tweet out, cause I would never tweet him my reviews. No, I we're know not dicks. I, I would just like him to, hey Jim, fuck off. I think it's great. I'm like, you know what? The guy cares. That's yeah. good. Give me shit, Brian Hitch. Come on. <sighs> yeah. Well, well. But that's, so, what did you give it? I gave this book a 6.8 out of 10. Yeah, I'd give it a 7, maybe even a 7.5. I, I did really enjoy it. I, I like this Cyborg book more than I ever thought I would. And John Semper Jr. is kind of making it a little more interesting to me, even if it is just that he is, uh, you know, grabbing the Frankenstein story. We have always had, every time that I've read anything about Frankenstein, we've always had this, you know, am I a monster? Am I more machine? I actually am more man, interested man. the way he's telling it this way. Uh, but yeah, 
I know. What are you looking at? Fucking John Sipper Jr.'s fucking Twitter still? Yeah, I still have. Yeah, you're fucking paging down. Then you go on Tom I'm Hanks's Twitter, and him. he's he's taking pictures of fucking uh, you know gloves and and fucking That's socks amazing. on the side of the road, and it's fucking hilarious. We love it. Yeah. He's lost his goddamn mind. Yes, he's he's gone, Eric. He's done. He oh, the, it's winter now, and this poor glove doesn't have a friend. You get these. I'm things telling you, that they if I had some kind of cell phone that did something, I would. If I saw a fucking glove on, yeah, I would, would take a picture of it him. and I would tweet it to him. Yeah, I do have. A, you know, I have my phone that I can. You know, take pictures. I just rarely see any gloves, but I did uh, about two months ago or a month ago after I saw this. I did see at the coffee place that I get my coffee in the morning. There was a glove there, and I didn't take a picture because I thought, these people in there. And it, it's got, like, the full <laughs> glass opening and a counter where people are sitting. And for some reason, these motherfuckers, every morning, I pull up, and they all have to fucking stop what they're doing and look at me like I'm some the fucking The conversation guy stops. You hear a record scratch. Yeah, I'm telling you. I think now it's like they're like, oh, here comes fucking Mr. Shorts. Exactly. It, it's fucking 20 degrees out. The guy has shorts on. I, I think that's what they're yelling at me now. Or they are right there where I get my Splenda. And they're probably, oh, here comes Mr. fucking Splenda. Yeah, Mr. Get so Splenda's angry. over here. I get so angry when I, I pull up and they stop. So I didn't want them to see me taking a picture of a glove. Get the fuck out of there. Uh, but yeah. That, these that 80 year old men are judging you and it's bothering you. Yeah, yeah. I get so angry at these guys. And they, most of them, when I do overhear what they're saying, they're all pieces of shit. So I, yeah. I get very angry. Though one guy, I told you, this one guy is probably 80 years old. He looks, he is a pop cultural, a pop culture guru. I want to talk to this guy. I'm you telling you, at one point they're talking about Tom. It's funny. They were talking about Tom Hanks, but they were talking about bosom, but like he brought up bosom buddies. Then yeah. he's talking about the other guy. Guy that was with Tom Hanks there, and that he was Nobody in the Newhart show. Yeah. It just went on and on. This guy was just like he was holding court with the pop culture stuff, and he seemed to know like a lot of stuff. Like this guy, I've heard him mention One Direction. This guy's eighty. He knows everything just, about he every does. decade. I think that where a lot of older fellas are watching, like maybe CNN or the History Channel, he's watching TMZ. This yeah. guy wants to be on the. He's got his ear to ear the to pulse, the of, the pulse of the streets. He does. But what's your pick of the week? Yeah. It is Just League versus Suicide Squad yeah. number one. It's weird. I probably did rate that lower than Green Arrow, but I have to give it to the Just League versus Suicide Squad. It's one of those even uh, against whatever rating I had. I'm going to change up the rules because that was the <laughs> it was the biggest book and it was the best though. I I did say that it was a lot of setup, but boy, it was good and I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you want to hear what we have next week, Eric? Uh, you, you Not really. Take a seat. Going to take a seat, uh, I'll let you know. Cause oh, probably... I could stop podcasting standing up now? Cool. <sighs> it's a long list here. It's really ah. long. Let me get to it. For some reason, I opened this up, and I I must have been looking at the Trinity uh, solicit or something. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Here we go. DC Comics. Load up, you son of a bitch. You want, you want me to go through John Semper's fucking followers now? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, you could just probably, how long this is going to take, you could probably spend all the time doing that because this fucking app is not loading up now. Yep. Jesus Christ. Do you have, you have your app, Eric? You have it there? No, I do not. Okay, I'm, I'm here. Okay, here we go. Action Comics 970. The Trial of Lex Luthor. Okay. Uh, All-Star Batman number five. Uh, which I believe that ends that story, right? I think it does end the Two-Face story. I, I believe. I'm not sure now. For some reason, it I thought says, it was a six-issue yeah, arc, but I'm not sure. My, my own worst enemy conclusion. Okay. Yep. 
that ends it. Uh, we have Batgirl number six, Batman Beyond number three, which we'll talk with uh, Dan about. Dan, Mark. Brian, Mark. The Mark. fuck am I doing? I don't know. I have the worst time. Mark is online. He has this. His Twitter handle is so crazy that it really it throws me off every time. Every time I talk to him on Twitter, and now I can't even remember anybody's name. I feel like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking to Mark next week. He could yell at me then. Blue Beetle number four, Eric. Blue Beetle number four. Dark Knight three, The Master Race number six. You know, you know what he goes by on Twitter? What? Mark Robbins. No, no. Look at his. Uh, look at his handle though chalian x yeah it, it, that's, that's, that's what always ad, comes though. up i don't know it's no weird. that's what always comes up when i'm talking to him is that not Mark. okay not God. deathstroke number nine or <laughs> detective comics number 947 future quest number eight or Ooh. talking about no that. uh somehow i hit on it though hal jordan the green lantern core number 11 harley's little black book number five I swear to God that that fucking series ended three years ago. Hellblazer <laughs> number five. And if you are uh, paying attention or like that Harley's Little Black Book, this is the cover. That is the Neil Adams cover that is uh, parodying the uh, Muhammad Ali versus. Oh, Superman nice. Cover. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. You were yeah. telling me about it. Hellblazer number five. That's, it's, uh, been, like it's been a long time since so we talked about that book, yeah. too. Justice League versus Suicide Squad number two. Boosh. Superpowers number two, which I review on the site, but we do not talk on the podcast. Supergirl being super number one. That which we will talk about. Prestige format, I believe three issues. Uh, Teen Titans number three. The Flash number 13. Titans number six. Vigilante Southland number three. God damn it. And Wonder Woman number 13. A lot of goddamn books. Yeah. There's a ton. And it's funny. You even said this week, you're like, we're not going to talk about Vigilante, right? We're done with that. I'm like, people like to hear us get angry. And that's one of the few books that the three of us, me, you, and Reggie, all three of us get there angry and just yell at each like other. nothing to like about it. It's so awful. I don't want to waste my time reading it anymore because I don't understand what's going on. I don't, and I don't know, know who the characters aware. are. It's, it's Batman Beyond Mark, Eric. It's Mark. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just want you to know. I don't want you uh, to flub cool. that again. You're okay. always messing shit up. What's his last name? That is Robbins. I know his okay. last name. I just right. it's weird because the the first name always throws me off. And I'm telling you, when we were talking, he at one point he's talking, I'm like, you know what? If you like this Batman Beyond, you should go and read Batman <laughs> Beyond two point oh, which we already talked that. in person. He's like, This is Dude. Batman Beyond Mark, buddy. And I'm like, Oh shit. Now I feel bad. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I just wanted to push it. Yeah. And I said, I always fuck up. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Eric, I always fuck shit up. I, I don't even know half my kids' fucking names. The other yeah, day, I they, couldn't yes, remember. Yes, you do. They're sport champ. I can't, cool. Sport champ, fucking you know, doc. <laughs> doc. Guy. <laughs> yeah, guy. Buddy. Guy, gee, buddy. I, I actually was trying to remember. I couldn't remember Logan's fucking middle name. <laughs> A couple of days ago, I'm like, yeah, Logan. And I'm like, what the fuck is your middle name again? He's like, it's Avery. I'm like, yeah. 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 It is. That I'm was sorry, a test, buddy. buddy. You just passed the <laughs> test. But yeah, I'm, I'm about to pass out. I'm so tired. I'm sorry, Mark. I feel so bad. This is way later than tonight ever should have gone. Yeah, we thought we were going to be done we at midnight. We started an hour early. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? What happened? <laughs> what happened to our life? I'm telling you, I came home. I only had to read one book because I was ahead of schedule. Yeah, yeah. 
we started early. I even was going to start even earlier. I got done yeah. reading the stuff, getting ready for everything. I was ready to go. I thought, listen, this is going to be awesome. We'll get done by midnight. I'll get some rest. Jesus Christ. That plan went out the fucking window. I'll tell you, I get home. I, you sent me a message like a few minutes before I got home. said, hey, man, you ready to go? I got all my books. I'm like, shit, I just got home with some food. I just got home. I got to read yeah. Green Arrow still. I'll get hold of you in like a half an hour, which I did. And we got on and somehow... Somehow it's it's three forty in the morning on fucking Christmas Day. That's I don't know. Is that dedication or is that insanity? That's stupid. Both. It is. We're stupid. We're fucking stupid. Too stupid. But I hope guys. everybody enjoyed the episode. I hope. I, I'm. I hope it not. plays for how disjointed it was to record it. Yeah, I was so freaking angry at the beginning, and I I think it was kind of I I didn't think it was going to last this long, but I'm like, here we go again, another Saturday down the drain. <laughs> Another we have Christmas off Monday, though, Eric, thing. and we're going to use that Monday to record more things for next week. It's I'm asking, time. I'm asking a dollar from every one of our listeners. Oh, a dollar! <laughs> Send one dollar to Eric Shea. The care of care America's of sweetheart, Eric USA. Shea. And then you just lay in a pile of money and feel better. Hollywood, right? USA. Yes, Hollywood. <laughs> oh, jeez, are we done? Happy, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas Eric. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everyone. Happy Hanukkah. Be so Crazy funny. Yeah. All of a sudden, you hear. You hear a doorbell ring over at your house through the thing. It's me. I actually have a remote thing, and I came over to give you a gift. A I gift actually, of love, Eric. I actually kind of wish I had some fucking bells that I could jingle and do a whole thing. Santa Claus is on the roof, Jim. How about this? This is a drug addict Santa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. The pill heads are back. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Where is my Vicodin? Oh no! Yeah, that's the ibuprofen I took before we started. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what? Here's mine. Ho ho ho! That's more for uh, New Year's. Then, oh, where is my Xanax? Oh, the junkies are at it again in Quakertown. Yes, they are. That's, they're going around, fucking going. But yeah, they're let's, gonna give let's me let's the gift this. of a punch in the face. <laughs> the gift of fucking uh, freaking what's it called? I was gonna say that they were gonna give us hepatitis. <laughs> I bring you the gift of hepatitis this year. Ooh, that was something I was always afraid of: is being an EMT and a firefighter working on that shit. I like, saw, in my mind, everybody had hepatitis. I'm telling you, the one girl at, at work got cut. You fucking ran faster than I've ever seen you move before. You hit the speed force there, my friend. You got no, the so, hell out, and you, you got away. You don't even explain it. The girl got cut. I wasn't there for that, but when I went to go do her job with you yeah. and went there, and I actually touched some of the blood that was on a bag yeah. I didn't see, I, I flipped the fuck out because I don't know where the hell this girl's been. I am fucking done. Mm-hmm. I got to go You've heard stories. Up, get ready That's for the surgery. problem. This isn't. This wasn't a uh, you know a fine citizen. This oh, absolutely. Yeah, not. You, you could pretty much guess shit was wrong. I'm surprised that blood didn't just boil through the fucking table. Oh jeez. <laughs> I yeah. needed to get clean and. Oh, quick. you got the hell out of there. You fucking scrubbed up. I thought you were going to surgery. <laughs> it made me laugh too because everybody there is like, "What's wrong with Eric?" I don't know. I think I know. I think I know what's wrong with him. Nothing. You gave me shit earlier this week when fucking this guy who was delivering glass wanted to give me a handshake. And I I was like, I need to go wash my hand. He's like, come on. You're not a journalist. I'm like, do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. It is funny because he shook both our hands. I'm fucking licking my fucking fingers afterwards. And the only reason he shook my hand is because you had to go and like say something and shake his hand. I knew you'd be uncomfortable. Hey, Eric. Come over here. This guy wants to shake your hand. And then you wanted to show me something and all I could feel was his hand still in my palm. His hands were so fucking sweaty. Oh my God. It was the worst. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. 
this guy, his big thing at Christmas is he has a couple daughters uh, who are older now, and they I think one's married and two of them have boyfriends. Uh, but the one has just started dating somebody new. And if you're new to the family, even dating, when you go there for Christmas Day, everybody gets to sit around. You have to stand up in front of this whole family and sing three full Christmas carols. Or you, you know what that guy needs a- to do? If I was dating somebody, he needs to go fuck himself. Not, that's, what I, that's my exact words. I said, yeah, you know what I'd tell you? Go fuck yourself. And he's like, well, then you don't get to eat. I'm like, eh, I guess I don't get to eat that. I'm not yeah. doing that. Fuck you. And they all sit and laugh. They say, and then it becomes like a roast. It, it seems like it becomes festivus is what it is. It's the airing of the grievances. It becomes fucking ridiculous is what it is. And it, this Does Jamie also, Kennedy show up? This also, yeah, maybe. This guy is related to Jamie Kennedy. Uh, the guy then also says this is also takes place outdoors. Outdoors, oh, he's you know. outdoors, you know. Yeah, and they have all these chairs around and like an impromptu stage that they have built just for these occasions. It's fucking ridiculous. They sit up there on a stage and they have to sing while everybody sits is. around a fucking bonfire. And the guy's an idiot. The guy is just a stupid yeah, motherfucker. The guy's, the guy's a, a fucking asshole. But, you know, that's it. We're done. We're done, aren't we? I'm just angry at this guy. <laughs> you Merry Christmas, Jim. The guy comes Not you, the other guy the, named Jim. The guy, he, the guy shows up, and I have to deal with him the most. And he yeah, is I, the I don't worst. Fucking this guy has been doing his job. For over two years now, he was telling me the other day, yet every time he comes to do this, I've got to tell like, him like how to do his job. Day. I have to, every time I, number one, he hurts me every time I have to do this with him. And number two, I have to do it for him and kind of coordinate everything that he does. And it's just ridiculous. And, and on that day, angry. he was two hours late. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be there at 11, shows up at one. And then is bitching and moaning about something. I don't know. He, the guy doesn't make sense. No. Uh, just the whole thing. He is the guy, useless deli- and bitches and moans the guy pretty much delivers stuff that is delivered in twos, at least. And at the end of the, the day, you should not have anything left on nope. the truck. He always does. He always gets to us. We're always the last stop. And when he gets, we pull off everything, and then there's three Why items Why do we have left. extra pieces? Yeah, I'm like, what's going on here? And he's like... I don't know. Do you think that I didn't drop that off somewhere? Like, yeah, I think yeah, so. I'm starting to think that, buddy. That's something like, uh, you better start tracing your steps. You got your phone. You got That was the other. I'm like, you better call those people the last stop. Uh, I would, but I think I lost my phone sometime Jesus today. Christ. Oh, great. You know, we have another guy at our work who keeps coming up to me. Did you find my phone? I'm like, when the fuck am I going to find your phone? I don't even know what you're talking about. I said, did you try calling it? Well, if I called it. I wouldn't really hear it anyway, but I'm going to go and tell my wife to text me. What the fuck are you talking about? You fucking idiot. These are people we... Something happened over there? I heard some... There was just an explosion outside. Yeah, was that outside? That was loud. That scared the shit out of me. That's the explosion of Christmas, Aaron. Oh, my God. I think the heads are out. The fucking junkies, Jim. It's fucking Suicide bombing. Oh, my God. It's the the zombie apocalypse, Eric. Your dad, he's returned. The reindeer went down and Santa is dead. That'd be crazy. You go out and it's the Santa Claus, uh, and then everything falls apart because you don't accept it. You just sit at home Absolutely and Absolutely not. I am not dealing with that shit. Yeah. All right. Are we done? We are done. Happy, Merry, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Happy Christmas. Whatever it is. Happy Merry holidays. Happy we'll holidays. see you next week. See you next I hope week. you enjoyed this disjointed fucking Enjoy show full disjointed of nonsense. Show. Here's the thing. I, I actually, uh, halfway through the show, I was thinking, yeah, this was kind of a shitty episode. But you know what? 
not many people are going to give you this long an episode on Christmas night and fucking New Year's Day and all this. I don't even know what I'm saying. As I said, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve into New Year's Day, uh, Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. Uh, So you're getting what you get, right? Oh, in my mind, Wait. the best goddamn DC Comics podcast. You think? I don't still. know. After we might have to prove that again next week, but you know what? Yeah, come on. Let's just extend this to like 7 a.m. <laughs> Fucking kill me. Wait, you know, that, that is one of my go-to moves. Tomorrow I have to spend the day at different parents' house. Yeah, you don't want to do that, right? I don't at all. And I'm telling you, one of my go-to moves is I'm so bored sitting there because they don't have a TV, they don't do anything, so <laughs> it's just the family do. sitting around. So my go-to move is to feign falling asleep right as the way there because I know they'll leave me alone at least. Yep. I said just put earphones in and listen to podcasts. You go, I'm not that rude. I'm like, you pretend no, you no, go to sleep. I, I, I am that rude. I don't let them know I'm that rude. Uh, see, that's what I'm telling the people on Twitter. You fake it. it even if you're an asshole, just pretend you're nice to people. It, yeah. it doesn't take much to pretend that you're nice. You know, even here's the thing. This week, we actually got a tweet from Rob Liefeld. Now, he was pissed at us. He tweeted <laughs> us. And you know what? I'm like, I fucking love that guy. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. You know where he, he stands. He's the real-life Guy Gardner to me now. He really <laughs> is. He, I fucking love him. He, he cracks me up. The guy is passionate. <sighs> yeah, tomorrow, uh, me, uh, we have a big uh, day of NBA basketball awaiting us. That is what Rafe has told me we're going to do. Right. Rafe was trying to stay up. He had some idea. That uh, he never Jennifer. said, but he thought we were going to Taco Bell when we were done. I, I got, well, went downstairs during the last break, and he's like, hey, he never had said anything. Hey, are we going to go to Taco Bell? It's Christmas Eve. Taco Bell is not open now, and it's is, too late anyway. The thing is, you would have fooled me, too, because on the way back from my mom's, I left her house at like 5.15, right? We had to stop by Target to pick up a few things for tomorrow. Yeah. And on the way back, we're going to pick up some fast food or something just so I can get home, read the last book, and let we can get on. And we went to McDonald's, and you know how like you the line wraps around the building, yeah, you, yeah, know, you yeah. go around for the drive. It was wrapped up past that, so I don't even know how the people who just get their food could get out of there. So like, yeah. we're not going here. We then went to Burger King, that was fucking closed. We then went to Wendy's, that was closed. Yeah. We then went to Taco Bell, which was closed. Yeah. And we went to Redner's. Yeah, okay, we're gonna go to the grocery store. Fuck it. Redner's was closed, yeah. so we ended up going to Wawa. I'm like, God, and it's took like. Well, an extra hour to open. go to all these goddamn places. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, uh, when I get up, because Yum Yum Donuts is the place I get my coffee, I know that's closed. I yeah. know it will be closed, so I just, tomorrow I have to go right to Wawa and get my shit. Oh, God, get I hope you bought some half and half, because I want my coffee tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. Huh? But yeah, uh, actually, you were talking, I almost got hit like seven times going in and out of that fucking McDonald's. The drive-thru wraps right to the front door. No, I'm telling you, this is the worst I've ever seen. I, I have no idea how you're supposed to get out of this parking lot once you get your food. I'm really? Like I'm telling you, the line almost kind of seemed like it's it backed because they up. Were the smart it started, ones. They it started open. around like a Dreamcast symbol. Yeah, that, really. They stayed the swirl. They yeah. stayed open, so people were going. That, that it was the it. only place open in town tonight at past yeah. 6 o'clock, I'm guessing. Yeah, at one point, I got the, the whole fucking thing. Tanya comes down because we went shopping earlier. We went food shopping, and I forgot to get the fucking cats their wet food. Right. Don't even start with me with this either. <laughs> this fancy feast nonsense. My cat doesn't and even get wet food. It's fucking nonsense. I'm telling you. So she goes, did you get the fancy feast for the cat? Fancy like, feast? Uh, yeah, fancy Ooh, feast. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, these Rockefellers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You should see them up there in their fucking rickshaw. Their cat rickshaws <laughs> up there. They, they, she, she I was talking this. about you buying your cat's fancy yeah, feast. Yeah, no. She says this, and I'm like, 
Oh, shit, I forgot. Jesus Christ. I'm like, no, I forgot. I'll, I'll try to get some more. Well, they're not going to be open anymore. They, they need their fucking fancy feast. I'm like, yeah, you know what? They could get the fucking dry food. They have plenty of that. And she's like, oh, no, no. So there I go. I have to go out and get fancy feast. This was oh, where buddy. I already... I wasn't done reading the books for the podcast, and I was so angry. And I the bet. whole time, Logan went with me. I, I'm telling you, you don't even want to hear the shit I was saying, mumbling under my breath. Like, you fucking mother. Fucking I, I kind of want to hear. Oh, my God. I was just like, you fucking mother. She fucking, there she is, just sitting around here. I got to get the goddamn fancy things. I fucking hate these cats. I was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting that. And then next thing you know, I got these fans, and I only got enough. I imagine her. you go to so, the store, and you're still mumbling. Everything's oh, my God. I was, I was mumbling the whole time. And uh, we get get there and the, the the thing we went to that stupid grocery outlet that that one with the popcorn, <laughs> popcorn it, all over the floor it was closing in 10 minutes we got there at 10 of six so now i'm at a fucking place i'm telling you the six. town's shut down at yeah. six o'clock oh it's so mad so i'm getting the fancy feast so i get that we're walking to the thing then there's logan Oh, can I get this? Oh, oh, there you are. Now you're the fucking equivalent with your goddamn Toblerone that he wants. I'm like, you fucking <laughs> asshole. I was so mad. Then I'm thinking, ah, shit, I should get Tanya. They, uh, See, I, she I likes those uh, orange, the the chocolate oranges. Oh, there's a, there's a so, oh, I hate them too, but she does like them. So then I kind of cheered up a little and got her that for like a Christmas gift tonight. So yeah, we should get to cheer home. you up. Nothing. I went home. Actually, I had to go then. Then I was also pissed because Yum Yum, where I get my coffee for the podcast as well, closed already. So I had to go down to the Speedway, get that coffee. I swear to God, they combined like seven different flavors of coffee in this. is the worst fucking coffee. I want Trevit here. Trevit, you get on the fucking stick. Get these people in line. Because then I go and get the coffee. I go to get cream. The fucking cream machine thing that they have. Fucking thing isn't full. It was empty. And then I'm pissed off and I'm looking. I have to fucking. I'm so angry. Then I get home and I'm drinking the thing. It actually has a blueberry taste to it. I don't know what went on, so I was so fucking angry. And then How I come they home. Blueberry flavored coffee there. Oh, it's fucking. I, I'm telling you, whatever combo they threw in, this was no house blend I've ever had. So I come home and I say to Logan, "Here you go. Here's the goddamn bag with the goddamn fucking orange, and the goddamn fancy fest, the Toblerone. We're fucking sitting there smoking cigars or something." I said. <laughs> Take this up to your mom. Fancy Just, piece of toe oh, I was so fucking mad. So I said, go go take this shit up to your mom. And he walks it up there. You're so rich. The only way you eat fruit is if it's covered in chocolate. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, really. So I, I send him up with this bag. So I'm sitting there. I'm reading the books. Next thing you know, here I hear fucking stomping down the stairs. And, oh, well, you know what? The cats really need the fancy freak. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's up in your room. I gave, Logan took it up there. Logan's like, oh. I think I put it in Ethan's room. What the fuck oh, is it in Ethan's room? Ethan's then, room. Then, then I expect an apology. No, no apology. Nothing. Nothing. Then I I'm go up and you one of the that, breaks. You went but, to that freaking uh, the store outlet, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. at like 10 of 6. I was at that McDonald's at 10 after 6. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't see the madness. No. I Because I, I guess I just I'm trying to think how we got there. Yeah, we actually went through the parking lot right past because we went like, through you, and then you, went you through the parking lot. You remember the scene lot. at the end of uh, Field of Dreams where all the cars are coming oh, down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what yeah, McDonald's looks like. I wasn't paying the fuck attention. I actually went out. We had to go food shopping earlier today. We went to the buffet, then we went food shopping, and it, it was a madhouse. It really was, and it, it seemed I'm like all these fucking. People. I'm just doing my normal fucking shopping. I, I I'm not getting yeah. shit for you know Christmas dinner or anything. I'm not cooking a goose. I just wanted my regular shit, and the line was out. I went to Aldi, and it, it fucking jam-packed. It was the worst. 
Got some good deals. I know. I like said, we, we had to go to Target earlier right after my mom's house, and that was pretty much empty. It was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, most people are done with their shopping of that. Oh, you know what the worst food, thing is? I, we, like, I, don't like, I don't like Wawa food. It's the only place open, so we end up going really? there, and I really don't like it. But I, we walk in. The place is fucking packed, right? Yeah. There are three people to every goddamn screen at the deli there yep. to order. And I'm, I am so anxious. And there's this goddamn girl going past me in fucking like crutches and shit like that. I'm like, I do not want to be in there. My panic attack was. Did hitting. she say, God bless us all? No, no, she didn't. I, I did I wasn't even thinking about it. That's perfect though. I go to walk outside because I couldn't deal with it. And yeah. Je- Jess is already upset at this point because we were having a bit of an argument on the way in, but. <laughs> Freaking out. I go to walk out. She's like, what are you doing? I'm going to go out here. I'm, I don't need any of this. And then she she pretty much yells, what are you doing? Everybody in the store, like, Wawa, stops and looks nice. at And I die inside. I'm like, yeah. this is what, exactly what you want to do with that person with anxiety problems. You want to make everybody look at them. Yeah, like, God, that, that always damn makes it. it better, right? And then I had just to go back in and stand there and wait for a screen to open. And I just felt like the biggest piece of shit in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It was the I worst. Was like, I went to Wawa a couple times today. Uh, mainly because that's the other thing. If you've gone to Aldi, you know you need a quarter to put in to get oh, yeah. the cart. The I wouldn't is, know. I don't have the thing is, we, we have the quarter, and we put it in a certain spot all the time. Nobody's supposed to touch. Tanya used the cart last night. She spent the quarter. So we go, and I don't <laughs> have a goddamn quarter. So I went over to Wawa and got a, uh, a coffee to get the quarter. Right, right. Uh, that pissed me off. So then we were in uh, Aldi forever because it was jammed, and then Rafe decides, hey – can we get some uh, fucking eggnog? You know, as a kid, they always think that that's like the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we were going to get it at Christmas Aldi. Christmas without some nog. Aldi didn't have it, so we had to get the nog at Wawa again. So we went in, and it seemed even more packed. Then we got the nog, then fucking it's it's down there. Nobody touched the nog. Nobody likes the nog, Eric. It's Nobody terrible. likes the nog. It's so funny, too, because Logan's in the back seat is asking about the nog. He's saying to Ray, like, what does it taste like? And Rafe's like, it tastes like eggnog. So then he's reading the ingredients. ingredients. Logan was not that impressed. And then Logan, right away, you know that a kid has some issues where the next question, what's the consistency like? Rafe's like, it's oh. pretty thick. And yeah, that's all. I didn't even say it, but I was going to say it's it's like horse cum. And believe me, <laughs> daddy knows. I didn't say anything, but I yeah, knew. Yeah, he spent some once, time at Tijuana once he and heard the consistency, Yeah, once he heard consistency stick, he's like, I'm out. He's, he's very picky with shit you know, the thing really is, is. I, i'm pretty i'm trying to think about this because i ran out of milk and creamer one time we had some eggnog for whatever reason yeah. i think i substituted that for my coffee oh i hate and it, it came out kind of chunky and it just ruined yeah. my whole goddamn morning. i hate it uh just one last thing would you get angry if you were at a buffet and they have a station where you you get pancakes right yeah. everybody's in line you get kind of in line you get a plate and you know there's i'm telling you the pick of of a million different pancakes the guy in front of me and logan because logan wanted a pan i don't like pancakes i've told you this a million times i oh, know you logan don't shut the wanted, fuck up about and logan is uh he has some anxiety too so he can't go in line and ask himself so i i try to at least make him ask but with me there and right, it, right. that doesn't often work but he's you're backing line. him up you're a wingman this guy this guy fucking in front of us got eight pancakes. I was so fucking the hell angry. Stack right there. You, but you have a whole thing. Everybody else gets one goddamn pancake. You can get back in line. You can eat your one goddamn pancake. Eight pancakes. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, which, what you do you what? want? 
That's the and thing. He is, says, I wouldn't say I'd go eight, but I need at least three to start out. Yeah, but out. that's the thing. The way this is spelled out, you get one at a time, and whether or not you like that, that's kind of how it goes because there's people in line. And August. this grill really has like eight at a time going so everybody can get through there quick. This fucking asshole. And then they give him the thing, and they and somehow he was counting, and they only gave him seven, and he complained. I was so <laughs> fucking dick. angry. And me and Logan the whole time were just sitting there because they can't even ask us what we wanted because they, this guy has, has fucking gummed up the works. I was so fucking angry. Then Ray, Also, I love it too because it's one of those buffets that everywhere there's signs like, hey, uh, hunger's one thing, but eat what you have on your plate or your eyes are bigger than this. There's all these signs. There's oh, Rafe. Yeah. The, Rafe takes a bite of everything and then that, get fucking, I'm done with that. And he, he got, do you think this sounds good? A, a tomato and fucking uh, shrimp omelet? I don't like omelets, and I don't like hot tomatoes and anything you, really. I don't either. But a tomato and shrimp omelet, I said, Rafe, there's no way in hell you were going to like this. No, no, it sounds delicious. One bite done. And the lady came by and kind of complained. Him. Then I get mad at her. You go back to fucking collecting the goddamn plates, lady. Shut your <laughs> but, yeah, are we done? Are we, we are completely done, done now. I am so tired. But yeah, I've already it. said all my happy Christmases, all that good shit. Happy so Christmas, yeah. Everybody, have a everybody. great week. Have Keep a great it weird. Week. Weird. See you. See you in seven. <laughs> See you in seven. Oh, there he is.